Welcome to Weird Science DC Comics Blog Podcast Weird Out Loud. I'm Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And today we're going to talk about comics and other nonsense, whatever we feel like, really. So what's going, what's going on, Jim? Uh, not much. Just sitting here, ready to do this. We've been kind of kicking around the idea for, what, a year and a half? Yeah, something like that. So we finally got unlazy. That's a word. Those were the first words of episode one Looking back, did they know what they'd begun? Do you think Jim and Eric sat there and wondered If the episode count would ever reach 100? The future seems so distant, back in the past Who would've known that this thing was built to last? A podcast was born from the minds of just two Now it's a global family called the Get Fresh Crew Week after week we all come together Tight like a dominatrix all bound in leather We don't care about your age, race, size or looks because we're all unified by our love of comic books Hour after hour of Jim and Eric's reviews All the mail rants are raising, don't forget the news And if comics of the past are more your thrill Here come Chris and Reggie riding the cosmic treadmill Who can forget the Marvel Minute with Brandon And we love the shit that always seems to happen to random Like Jim getting hit from behind with box springs Or Eric getting jiggy every time the dancing mic sings To everybody out there in the Get Fresh crew Turn the volume up and let me hear you all Come on down and join the party, don't sit on the fence It's time to celebrate a hundred episodes of nonsense WeirdScienceComicsBlogs.blogspot.com Hey, Weird Out Loud, hi Jim, hi Eric, and hello, mother This is your boy Toby calling from the UK Hey, Jim, hey, Eric, this is your man, Rob Lewis What's going on, Jim? What's going on, Eric? This is Trevor Hello, Weird Science I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Yes, it is. Mighty, mighty, episode 100. Man, what kind of lead-in was that? It was beautiful, right? Oh, what you talking about, dummy? You oh. dummy? <laughs> that was very good. Thank you, my Toby. Eye, my eyes are moist, I'm telling yeah, you. Oh, the eyes, they're, they're moist. They're the my pants moist. are moist. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I think it's because I've been drinking already, and I'm a little bit drunk. I, I think that's what it is, maybe. The guy is drunk! That is correct. I, I'm full on the board right now, but geez, yeah, that is pretty good. It made me sad. But then once I heard uh, freaking skinny penis... Everything's good in the world with Skinny oh, Penis. Yeah. Skinny Penis might make an appearance. He, he was going to go live, uh, and then he chickened out. Skinny Penis chickened out. Come on, Skinny and, Penis. And obviously, Ed, I want to welcome you as well, Reggie. This is episode 100. Hello, and, hello. Uh, it's going to be the three of us. It's the trio. It's the trinity. I'm Wonder Woman. Hey, let's That's do this upright. me, let's, boys. What? Let's do this upright all in a row here. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. Oh, yeah. I, I'm Wonder Woman. I'm Jim Warner. <laughs> How about you, Reggie? What are you, Reggie? I'm Reggie. I, I oh, don't know if I ever had a call. Really? Reggie. Are oh, you really Reggie. Reggie? Is that is that true, oh, Reginald? 
Reginald Drinkwater, he's in the yeah. house. Uh, hello and welcome to the official, unofficial podcast at WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of December 3rd, 2016. And yes, we say that this is episode 100. And triple Seems to be digits. a big deal. Seems to be oh. something big. I remember way back when, Eric, you were making the joke that the podcast that hit drinking age, which to you was 13. <laughs> said, I do not agree with that. But yeah, I have a little thing there. Who would guess that a podcast started by two man children? Actually, I was writing that, and I was going, man childs? And I'm like, oh, that doesn't yeah, sound right. Yeah, the man childs. I've never heard it spelled out, man children. Uh, it Free sounds charge. like a Free group charge. that I do not want to be involved with. And if you are, you're like put Nambler. on a list. Yeah, yeah. it is Nambler. Uh With a blog, would ever get to episode 100, Eric? It, it took us 101 weeks to get to 101. Or 100. That's not too say. bad. That isn't too bad. I said, yes, 101 weeks ago, Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, or Weird Out Loud, according to Eric. Started Until with episode goal. 82 where I stopped. Yes, yeah, we started with a goal, Eric, to suck every bit of free time out of us and almost kill us each and every week. Welcome and to it's, the suck. It's, it's, almost, it's almost working. We were told by some asshole on Reddit, the world doesn't need another comics website or podcast. So we yep. gave the world a 12-hour monstrosity with <laughs> we'll stories of pants shitting, awful eating, and dead Dildos. fathers. Uh, by the way, Eric, a little update. My dad is still dead. I, I tried uh, to get I, him I, back. Whoop, whoop, dad. He'd be so proud. If he was here right now, I'd say, hey, dad, I got to go. I have episode 100 of Weird Out Loud. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? And he'd fucking probably slap me across the face. (laughs) I told you, you, you're not going to be an archaeologist and you're not going to be a fucking podcast or whatever the fuck that that is. And that's it. But they they made me. I picture your dad like Bill Paxton from Weird Science when he gets, when he turns into a toad man. Yeah, really. As that, yeah. Chet as the big fat fucking, you know, job of the hunt. Yeah. He'd probably start just yelling at me. And then I'd say, Dad, but everybody said I sound like Alan Alda. Alan Alda, my fucking ass. Because he <laughs> loved Alan Alda. But we also I knew made... Alan Alda. You, yeah, sir, know you Alan knew Alan Alda. <laughs> we also made a ton of new friends and proved that there are still people on the Internet that aren't complete assholes besides sure. us. Plus, it kind of feels like we are finally winning, Eric. And as listeners to the podcast yes. know... That's what's important to me. That's the only thing important is winning. Uh, but I do want to say we consider everyone who listens to the podcast our friends. And when people ask why we'd ever do such a crazy long podcast, it's all because the people listen. All the guys listening yeah. in the in the chat room to get fresh kook, kook, kook. It's all because of them. That's the only reason. Uh, I'm telling you. And any time we get discouraged and get tired, somebody gives us a you know little shout out, a little you know nice little words. It makes me happy. Makes yeah, whenever we do feel once. depressed about things, we do get an email in almost instantly, it seems, to pick us no, back yeah. up. Yeah, I want to tell everybody, when there's a rant and rave or an email, anything like that that we get in, I immediately send it to Reggie and Eric and say, look at this. Yeah. And then if it's like a mean one, then I really send it to him and I start plotting <laughs> my revenge immediately. He sends us three copies. It's weird. Yes. Now, it's can we do I, – I thought – I know that we we're going to wait. Uh, I thought that we'd make this time. You, you told me – you guys said not to do this right away, but can we announce now that we're changing formats to a 45-minute long podcast that comes out once a month? Can we, can oh, we announce yeah. that yet or yeah, is that so. still on the back burner? <laughs> yeah, is that on the back burner? Shut up, Jim. <laughs> I didn't know if we were supposed to announce that yet, but we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. Proud. We're also very, very proud members of what we like to call the Get Fresh Crew. 
Yeah. That's right. Get Fresh Crew in the house. And I didn't even mention it. This is actually a three-hour part of us. The podcast three hours live on Mixler right now. I hope everybody's dancing. I know Eric is. He's dancing now. Oh, yeah. He's always dancing. You are a dancing The thing is, I got my drink this time in a glass, and I think I'm going to spill this by the night's over. No. uh, You should see my desk. I have three coffees, some whiskey, uh, a bottle of vodka next to my uh, my what's it called? What's in, what the fuck place does Trevor work at? Speedway. I have my Speedway Green Blue drank. Wow, it's tough. I'm, I'm gonna sounds and, like and Hunter I, S. Thompson's desk. And, and I have beer, yeah, with his brains all over it. I have a, a, <laughs> my my beer. Uh, my Newcastle Brown Ale is actually down in the refrigerator at the moment, uh, and that's for later. That's for late. I'm going to pop that open in celebration. But yeah, uh, I just want to say, as I said before, I don't know. I never thought uh, episode 100 was so special, but everybody's starting to make it seem like a big deal. So I tried to getting use us it today. nervous. As I'm fuck. telling you, it got me nervous. But I also tried to get out of doing work today because uh, you know <laughs> it's, it's a special day. So I'm telling. My mm. wife was asking me if I was going to uh, cook, uh, make lunch. Uh, yeah, I can't make lunch. This is episode 100 today, baby. Yeah, I know. Come on, baby. She she didn't like it. And then in fact, I was take your top gonna, off and dance around. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to drink uh, tonight. I actually was afraid because I got to get up tomorrow and, and then edit this month monstrosity but uh i thought yeah and then i mentioned to tanya like hey uh you know everybody's drinking and we were and right away i as i said that we were already halfway to the state store <laughs> exactly. i'm telling you i, I opened my car, i think she did she no she called cyborg boom tube boom tube just to the goddamn state store and next thing i know i'm freaking buying all this liquor but yeah finally some alcohol cool. in the house for god's yeah, sake yeah really i know we haven't uh i have not drank in, in the paint it's been probably well. I I haven't drank since before the podcast started. Since so the it's first time we ever did a podcast on the Geekcast Radio yeah, Network. Yeah, it wasn't even that. It was like months before our regular podcast. So yeah, that just tells you it's episode one hundred and it's episode one for me handing in my alcoholic chip. Uh, I'm done. I gotta <laughs> hand it in now. You can get That's a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on email weirdsciencedccomics at gmail dot com. Facebook, you can like us at Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. Reddit, we have a subreddit, Weird Science DC Comics. I'm not going to mention forward or backward slashes. I'm not going to get in trouble. And on Twitter, we are Weird Science DC. And I will mention, as I always do, if you want to get involved in the Weird Science Get Fresh Crew chat line, just let me know when you're in. You pass the test. You ask. You're in. And really, I'm telling you, the people in that chat, they keep it going. I'm too tired. I'm a lazy guy with the chat. I can't keep up. But everybody there is awesome, and nobody's a dick. That's the best part. We have not had to kick or ban anybody yet, though Eric is very You're giving me a warning, close. yeah. Eric yeah, has gotten a, a couple warnings from me. He's, he's definitely he, on the cusp. but He uh, is yeah, on the cusp, yet. yes, he is. And if you want to go and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get this fine podcast, you can. I wish I, I wish for the uh, episode 100 I could say to you, we have 50 reviews this week. None. None, wow. Eric. None. Everybody's See, nobody else thinks it. Everybody's, everybody's getting drunk in the chat room. <laughs> That's what's going on. Uh, we have a weird science rant and rave line. You can call 641. 715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. Just that easy, and we have a couple rant and raves, uh, starting with our Australian man, Jazz. Our mate. Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, Reggie? Sup, get fresh crew? Jazz? What? This is Jazz from Australia. Yo. Just wanted to make sure I got something on the 100th episode to say congratulations, and thank you for all the crazy 11-hour podcasts you've been pumping out. 
This has been an amazing experience with all the tangent casts and live podcasts. As I said, just want to say congratulations, and here's to 100 more. Thanks, guys. Ah, oh, thanks, Jess. Well, brings yeah, up 100, 100 more. I, I was actually thinking, I actually am I'm taking to this drink, this drinking, <laughs> and I think uh, next week, episode 200. Yeah, there we go. We're just, we're just gonna go like that. That's how we roll. We'll just go uh, by hundreds from telling now on. you, by by the new year, we're up to five hundred. We'll be fucking Very killing good. everyone. Uh, the yep. next, the next rant and rave is from Dylan from the DC Brothers podcast. He's gonna give us Dylan. his uh, his twenty five dollar pull list on his. Oh, no nice. oh, weird science. <laughs> How's that for oh, a weird science. impression? <laughs> I haven't been really working on it. Uh, Dylan here, yes, and sir. I'm just. Uh, Pretty much calling in to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry Thank I couldn't make you. it to the live show, actually. My cousin you had a birthday bitch. thing going on, so oh, a birthday. He'll have just one decided next year. to on. actually record uh, for you guys off-air. I do want to give a huge <laughs> shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, you whoop. guys are really awesome. Now, for oh. a do-or-die poll list, um, I kind of want to keep this... A little frugal in mind, I think. Ooh, um, so I kind of want to do it to where it's $25 a month on That's books. what we're doing. So yeah. that would... That's it. I'm going to keep this kind of strictly to uh, monthly titles, if that's the case. Oh, because uh, he's, the twi- yeah, that's twice a week issues get can get a little pricey buck. for some people, I'm sure. So <laughs> for those that don't want to actually do that... Um, I'll stick to the monthly ones. This is a or you can double down on Superwoman. Uh, do our oh, yeah. whole list section that I want to do. Um, for those twice uh, a month books, uh, for someone who's frugal and can't afford all of them, I would definitely suggest uh, mean, like following those in trade form. Uh-huh. That way, you can get one. You can get each like every so often. One of my books instead of having to way. get the single issues. Uh, they do take a little longer to come out, but I think it would be kind of worth it if you if there's the special comic that Sounds you actually like want to follow party. in that format. But you still have to buy it. Now, the what about issues it's in a that bunch? I want to you know, include you... here <laughs> would be uh, number one, All Star Batman. Okay. It is a five dollar dollar title, so that would probably turn some people off, but it's actually really good. And All this right. way, you actually get your Batman solo story there without having to do the twice a month thing with uh, just Batman. So what about Duke, man? Come on, that would be good. My next one. This one hasn't he's come a, out he's yet. All star. And it is uh, Super Sons. So Super that Super is going to be not out yet. A great story, I think. Um, <laughs> he's you are cheating already. A lot of it in Superman just for a couple issues. Uh, that's a great introductory to. Uh, Damien and John here. We didn't so, ask if you're going to buy in February. Story, I think you know? it'd be great. To <laughs> right that now. Uh, next one is Trinity, because that way you get you Batman, this. Superman, and Wonder Woman all in their story, uh, working together, that kind of thing. Uh, right now, it's a little weird. Read Justice League. I, I would hope that it gets better, so I can actually yeah. uh, defend it being on my list. But so uh, it's not on ours. It's also a better. I have the perfect list. Justice so League just uh, kind of comic there, I guess, because right list. now that's not good. Perfect. That is twice a month, but still, at least this way it ha- you get a lot of it in one go. Um, the next one is going to be Teen Titans. That's oh, just yeah. great all around. I definitely just recommend picking that up every month already. Same with Red Hood and the Outlaws, actually, too. Mm-hmm. All right, now um, we're talking, baby. And um, I don't know about 
actually Batwoman yet. That's going to come out soon. It's going to be a monthly. Well, comic. you shouldn't have to know about that. It's not so on the goddamn list. It is still within the budget. Keep there drinking, Eric. Because once you hit that, <laughs> it's going to be a it problem will just later on. Be, uh, twenty bucks, I think. Um, so you're still within that budget, and if that's good, pick. Is that anybody up doing the math for doing? Continue to do that. I'm trusting. Uh, but yeah. That would be my do-or-die pull list right now. These things are always tentative, and right now it's kind of hard to defend some of them sometimes, but I wanted to keep this strictly monthly. And a lot, not a lot of comics are monthly, too, and that's the thing. So yeah. I'm I sure that DC's got to so. be no. alienating somebody. I wish it was. Not me, personally, but the twice-a-month deal can get kind of pricey, especially with the... Uh, with the comics that are twice a month being so popular, people are going to actually want to put a lot of cash down. What's funny, too, is that um, a lot of these are team books. Uh, so it looks like DC is just liking team books as a monthly deal right now. Uh, so that'll be that pull list there. Justice League's not on Again, the list. Again, guys, huh. I do want to just give a shout-out oh, yeah. to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Uh, you guys are really yeah. awesome. And uh, Weird Science, thank you so much for an awesome show so far. Um, I know this is your last episode, so <laughs> here's to the best. Uh, <laughs> well, we are. Sunset. Eric, Reggie, and Chris, you guys are awesome. But and me. Jim, keep doing what you do. Jeez. <laughs> hey, nice. Beautiful. I was enjoying the whole thing until the end. Now I'm going to cry. I was thinking. Then, I'm, then I'm we're going to enjoy it. Crying to your beer, baby. I'm like, if you quiz me right now, what Dylan said, I, I'm too drunk. Look at <laughs> I have that. No idea what he was saying. I, I was listening, and nothing. And this, this, these reviews tonight off the rails. Just make sure uh, you drink that. Like, cool, cool, I was telling people on the cool, Twitter cool, chat cool. earlier, like you know, people who try to come up with something on Twitter but can't quite grasp it, and they say, "I know this." Um, it's it's. Uh, I'm like, imagine that for three hours now. Yeah, that's gonna be me. I, anytime this happens, I am I have problems. But uh, this is gonna next... be like talking to my mother-in-law. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, she's always like, no, I Reggie, just, I don't I hate just, you. I just, I just, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is a new rant and rave. Uh, oh, nice. New somebody calling in. Blue. Frenny. Her name's Frenny. All right. Hey guys, it's Frenny. I just oh, had to take a minute. I'm hoping I'm getting this in on time, but I couldn't pass up the chance to say uh, happy 100th episode. I haven't even had a chance to get an email off to you guys this week. It's just crazy. December is always kind of nuts for me because Rowan's my daughter's school has a million things happening all the time, and oh, you're a busy good school. I get another you. every weekend, but um. Anyway, uh, many more. I hope you do a thousand more episodes. <laughs> you guys have, have brought a lot of uh, <laughs> joy and um, just An awful stories. lifted my spirits yeah. <laughs> on my way to work, on my way home from work many times. Hopefully so not during work. Keep it up, and thanks for everything. Bye. I say she smokes weed. Is that what she's, is that what she's saying? <laughs> she lifted her spirits? <laughs> I wasn't. We're the weed. I, I didn't catch We all are the weed, Reggie. Uh, friend oh. wrote, she called in again. Oh, shit. Hey, it's Brenny again. I totally forgot to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. 
Bye. I, I actually, when I heard that, I love the woo woo. That might actually be my new. Uh, the chickens are gone. It's going to be that whoop whoop. It's going to make me feel good. It made me laugh so much. Uh, thanks, Brenny. And that's cool. And the next one's uh, strictly for you, Eric. And it's a call out to our just for the hell of it, uh, F. Mary Kill that we had this past week. Here we go. Eric. Oh, God. Eric. <laughs> What's up, Mama? This is Jess's Mama. Oh, Jess's Mama. Here's an FMK for you. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill. I got you. Jim, Reggie, my darling Jess. <laughs> you better answer this correctly, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an F, Mary, kill, Reggie, me, and Jess. Eric, what do you say? Well, I'm fucking Reggie. I'm marrying Jim and I'm killing Jess. How's Damn that? Damn right. Huh? Damn yeah. right. <laughs> what, what, Reggie, you better Reggie, watch out. We're going to get another down. one of those calls. I'm, I'm Jeez. Okay with that. You're okay with that, Reggie? I'd rather Reggie's get up for that. married, especially to Eric. Jesus, holy yeah, cow. Really. Hey, well, well, I'm well, telling well, you, I back. must be something special. Re- What's wrong with Eric? I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> this guy doesn't like commitment. He's going to marry me? Holy moly. I feel I special I already now. feel married to you. We spend more time together than I do with anybody else. That, that is Uh-oh. true. That Scary. is true. Thank God it's over Skype. I'd fucking slice your throat. Yeah, the, it's over the Skype next after the eight hours a day we spend together. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Talk to the same just, garbage. Just uh, here we go. The next one, next one is Dancing Mike. Thanks, Mama. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and... Hello, mother gives you, don't do anything at all. Go ask Alice when she's ten feet tall. So in my rant and rave last week, after I left my rant and rave, the fires in my state went from almost gone to really, really, really horribly bad. Oh, good. The current death toll is still at 13. I think the fires, I think the fires are out now. Uh, looks like a thousand buildings were damaged or destroyed. The largest employer in the county is completely destroyed well, and I'm depressed it's now. really bad out there. So, uh, many thoughts and prayers to the residents in and around Sevier County, Tennessee and Gatlinburg are appreciated. So, so on to wow. other things. I was realizing in my discussion of detective comics last week and uh, the discussion about how uh, Bruce, you know, whether he's a bad guy, whether it's awful, you know, whether he's actually spying on them, the whole trope of whether Batman does more harm than good that's being explored. I realize that Jim is coming at Batman from a different perspective than a lot of us because he only read the New 52. Because pre-New 52, Batman wasn't spying on them, keeping secrets from them, acting like that. That's all part of Snyder's thing. And another problem I have with Snyder. So let's let me rant on Scott Snyder. Here we for go. A bit. I think his problem <laughs> was when he was he was really good when he was writing pre New Fifty Two. He was writing Batman, and it was a uh, Batman was Dick at the time. His problem is when he went to the New Fifty Two, it was Bruce Wayne, but he still decided to write Batman as a Dick because apparently he was <laughs> writing a that. Dick Batman. So this whole thing with him keeping secrets from them, that's all Snyder. This whole thing with Batman lies, he destroys Harper Rose's life completely. 
that was all Snyder. And that, that, that kills Mike because not he loves Batman Harper. is. Again, yeah, Snyder isn't writing Batman. He's writing his little character, Billy the Detective, and the Joker isn't really the Joker. Like I said, it's a violent, psycho guy that plans things a lot. Marty the Bully and, of course, Billy the another gotcha. thing that I'm mad at Snyder yeah, Somebody that's mugged him in, like, 1993. Oh, 70 probably. years or so. 70-plus <laughs> years, we were, we were fine with going back and forth and keeping the little cat-and-mouse game going between Joker and Batman. It's like, does he really know who he is? Oh, wait, he might. Oh, he might yeah, not. They that. kept that a mystery because it was kind of fun that way. Uh, no, Snyder's just like, nah, no, he knows who he is because that's what I say, and I'm Scott Snyder, and whatever I say goes. Oof. So, yeah, if you come, if you come into... Uh, Batman and your only experience with the character in the comics is Scott Snyder's um, dickhead Batman, then yeah, you're probably pretty much going to um, assume that, yeah, Batman might be a bad guy and might be an asshole and a jerk because that's how Scott Snyder wrote him and whatever Scott Snyder says apparently goes and they didn't rebirth that and I wish they would rebirth his crap out of existence. <sighs> so anyway, oh, um, so you want Scott Snyder my mail. And I just wanted to rant on Scott Snyder for I'm a bit because, a, an hey, there you go, does and not like happy Snyder. 100th episode. But loves uh, Harper Row. That I will be able to join you for the live part tonight, which has probably already happened by the time you're hearing this. Don't know yes, how you're handling is. the episode, but I congratulations, Eric and Jim, and uh, enjoy your burrito. You, Spotlight off. Keep no, it weird. Right. And see you in seven. I am too yeah. full of burritos tonight. I ate too much Taco Bell before the show. Really? Oh, that was I, a bad idea. Uh, last night, I had sushi at the uh, the Chinese buffet, and it made okay. me very uh, ill. For some and reason, then, I imagine, like, I had too much sushi at the Walmart. That yeah, the, really? yeah, I had too much sushi yeah. at, at the Y. Half sushi. The, uh, uh, and also sushi. what happened is I went to uh, the Chinese buffet with my two youngest kids, and then while I was there, I got a message from my wife that my – my third youngest, uh, Ethan, was very sad that we didn't ask him to go. So when we got back, I had to go to Taco Bell with him. And, of course, I had a little Did you have some Bell father's son bonding time? Yeah, yeah, we did. I felt bad. I felt bad. Talk about I, the birds and bur- bees. No, and I was telling him that I, I'm Expired special. One, it was episode 100 this really weekend. This is, yeah. this is our time. Down here, Eric. Listen to your sport. Daddy's quite a, kind of a big shot over here. Episode 100. That mean yeah, anything I said to you? episode 100, and then he's like, well, Dad, I, I have a lot of projects in school. I just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> you know, I, I, want, I want to address uh, Dancing Mike, buddy, what he said, though. You know, he is kind of right that before the new 52, Batman didn't really spy on his people, but he was a dick in the way that he would constantly just leave for like a year. You yeah. know, during during Bruce Wayne murderer or during war crimes or even no man's land. Well, he say, just, even he, like 52, 52, he was out and freaking during, uh, yeah, the whole was trip it? Uh, up for a year, yeah. And that whole thing where he was stuck in time. That's right. That Bruce was Wayne not his father. You know, I'll tell you the problem with Bruce Wayne is, and then what Snyder has cured is that he used to be a man who leaves his family. Now he's a man who micromanages, you know, maybe he Poorly. cares, maybe he cares too much. And that's the problem. That's like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like you. Just right. like me. We have one last rant and rave. It's from Trevitt. Came in at the uh, deadline. I said we were getting ready to go. The thing came in. I cursed him out. It's like here's... six minutes before <laughs> ready to go, too. Uh, we were waiting for Reggie, luckily. We were waiting for yeah. Reggie. Reggie, you waited till the last moment yourself. He had to come up and... fashionably late. Yes, he did. Oh, and, and then Trevitt came in with it. Here we go. Hello, Weird Science, DC Comics Podcast. Congratulations on your 100th episode. What's going on, Jim, 
Eric, okay. Reggie, Chris. I just want to say hello to everybody. <laughs> say what's up to the Get Fresh crew. I can't do a roll call. There are too many damn people. And you're all lovely, fabulous sons of bitches. So uh, here we go. I was going to do the live call-in with my $25 pull list. And um, you know, I guess there were tef- technical difficulties. So I was not permitted to do that. And nobody else was either. So you know, we all know the fucking deal. Anyway, um, so... I have had some technical difficulties of my own. This is like the fifth time I've tried to record um, a rant and rave. Yeah, see, that's and why it was late. Is something wrong with my phone? The microphone wasn't working the first couple times. I did a 12-minute fucking rant and rave, and it didn't record at all. I was fucking pissed. You know, for a stone man, I'm very high-strung. I shouldn't be this high-strung being as high as I am right now, but I am because my phone wasn't fucking working. And then I just looked down on my last rant and rave that was like five minutes, but I looked down and it said 12 seconds, and I thought it wasn't recording, but it was, and I stopped it. And now i got to start all over again. Anyway, here's my $25 pull list. Number one is All-Star Batman and Robin. I'm liking that book a lot. Um, I love John Romita Jarts. I love his uh, Snyder writing. <laughs> I had more to say about that, but I don't have time, so let's move on. Ha-ha. Uh, number two is ah. Aquaman. Been loving the art. Uh, the story's been okay. You know, it's a rehash of everything we've gone through with the new 52, but uh, I'm okay with that. I know they're expecting some new readers, so that's to be expected. Um, also, highly anticipating the Seven Seas storyline that everyone's talking about. I can't wait to fucking read it. I'm fucking dying for it. Anyway, he's dying. Uh, next book is Superman. I feel like it's the best title of Rebirth, my opinion. Um, oh no, we were Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. They did such a fucking fantastic job on Batman and Robin in the New Fifty Two. That was my favorite book in the New Fifty Two, and I think I'm just getting more of the same here with uh, John and Clark like I did with Bruce and Damien and it's fantastic uh, my next book is Batman I don't think I need to say anything about that it's fucking Batman nope. you know what I mean well, fuck it the next book after that is Red Hood and the Outlaws I've been loving Dexter Soy's art I love Jason Todd I love his story fucking um, Under the Red Hood brought a tear to my eye when Jason was in the hospital and he's crying out for Bruce and the doctor was like who the oh, hell God. is Bruce and the other doctor says to him, he said it's his dad. That shit broke my heart. I Ever know. since then, I've loved Jason Todd. Uh, I can't get enough of him. Uh, Red Hood is definitely on that list. I had to choose a lantern title. Like Fuck, my phone's doing the same <laughs> bullshit again. The countdown says 50, 15 seconds. Really I know Red I've been recording longer than 15 seconds, but I'm not going to try over again because... I just went I, to the I just, bathroom. I, 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 I just don't have it in me. <laughs> anyway... Did you uh, leave? Lantern title. I, I chose Hal, yeah. Jordan, and the Green Lantern yeah, Corps. Uh, three <laughs> words for you. Right Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, his art has been amazing. I love it. Raphael Sandoval, same. Fucking awesome. Um, Robin Diddy's story has been okay. Like Just like um, Aquaman, uh, it, it's kind of been a rehash of more of the same. Um, but I've enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, it's pretty as fuck and colorful as fuck, you know? Pesci um, on the line. All right, last book. I have more to say about that, but I don't have time. It's 7.50. Like, what the fuck? My phone fucked me. It fucked me. It <laughs> fucked me in the ass. Anyway, uh, my last book is Doom Patrol. I fell in love with that book in the last issue, number three, with yeah. Land. you know? Um, the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths page where she's holding the clown. I fucking died when I saw that. I love that book. The art is just amazing. Nick Darrington, Darrington is... is, is 
amazing. It's great. I mean, I never liked uh, my Chemical Romance, and uh, I thought it was here we go. Retarded when I was in high school, but whatever. The guy can write a a decent fucking comic. You know, I went back and I've been reading Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, and it just makes me appreciate even more. It's fucking fantastic. Um, the Flash he's almost made it, machine but it didn't. I love the Flash. Way. He's one of my top two favorite characters of all time, but Slushy you know he couldn't get in there. Yes. Um, you know the stories. It's been good, but it's just you know, I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> know. I want it to be. I guess. Tell me, baby. I, mean, I expect he's more from the, the Flash. On the yeah, play. I've been. I, I, I just came off reading the entire Jeff Johns run, so maybe that's why I, I just. I guess I have a little bit of higher standard for the Flash in my head. Um. But, uh, yeah, that's my $25 pull list, right? I also wanted to touch on uh, something else. Uh, there was a letter, Ooh. a mail last week, where they talked about their favorite artists. I want to throw out a bunch of names, my favorite artists, real quick. Do it up. Um, I fucking hate being rushed, man. What the fuck? Anyway. I'm sorry. Calm down. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver's on that motherfucking list. There's people John lined Lameda up Jr. trying to pay for fucking coffee. <laughs> fucking Scott Collins. I love Scott Collins. Scott Collins. To death. It's the only thing that keeps me reading Blue Beetle. Um, Mikel Yannon, David fucking Finch, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting people. Brad Walker, these are like, these artists really get me. Tony S. Daniel, oh, they get oh, you personally. Oh my god, I fucking love Tony S. Daniel. It's, you know, when I read Justice League, when he does the art, it's the only thing that, that keeps me going. When he's not doing the art, I just don't know why I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's it. I, I had a way better rant and rave. Uh, it didn't get recorded. Um, I thought it was recording. It was like 12 minutes. It was fucking epically awesome. But it's gone now into the ether. God fucking knows where it went, but it's gone. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> yeah. guys. It's great. Thank you, baby. 100 episodes. That's fucking awesome. Keep the train going. I love it. On your mama. Um, oh. Shit, I had something else I wanted to say, but I just totally forgot about it when I was pissing and moaning about the rant and rave not getting called. I just recorded. Yeah, like to give a shout out to the entire Get Fresh crew. I would do a roll call, but there are way too many of you motherfuckers to call out all your names. Said that already, man. Fantastic people, I love you all. Haven't been in the chat lately. I've been trying to catch up on comics, a lot of comics, extraordinary X Men. Lady Thor, all that good stuff. Um, traitor. It's been a it's been a trying thing. Shit, seven fifty three. I got sorry, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you think he's gonna open up his awesome. I can't wait to hear yeah. you guys cocks live. Let's yes. do it. My mother, my you, mother loves uh, my sibling more than me. All I could think of the whole thing <laughs> is my mama, man. if Trevor was a little older. I, I believe that he would be one of those guys that would call up a girl he just went out on a date with, and the goddamn answer machine would run out five yeah. million times, and then she'd call the <laughs> fucking police, uh, you know, and get a fucking, you know, get him arrested for being a stalker. He can't. He has a problem with ending his uh, thoughts there. Was, I saw that trope too many times. In, I say I saw that trope too many times in TVs, and I never wanted to be that guy, so I never mm. did it. I just I never called told him again. You I was that guy the one time I called in sick for work, and it was a oh, Saturday. Sure. <laughs> called in. I'm like, eh, you know, because that's when the car, my, our cars got hit by a, uh, we don't have a to drunk driver when we were parked. Yeah, I, we don't even have to go in. I'm, I'm calling in. Hey, by the way, I gave my whole fucking story. Fucking ridiculous. But, yeah, those Nonsense, are the rent and raves. Thanks, everybody. And, you know, what comes next there? What usually comes next after the rent and raves? 
The news. The news. I'm trying to get the soundboard up. That is why I... I, Did you want to say more than just the news? It is now Hmm. time for the news. And now it's time for Eric and the news. Listen to Eric is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very and covers before all the meetings. The cheese that's from And now it's time for Eric and the news. And now it's time for Eric and the news. And now it's time for Eric and the news. Oh yeah, I guess Jim's there too. Oh, <laughs> I'm here I too. Kinda, I didn't know it was possible to we, like you know tear up even more than I did after Toby's song. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm dying, and I'm part of the Make a Wish Foundation. Ah uh, yes, that was your, that would be your Make a Wish. You, you have cancer. Uh, the last wish that you have is to have Dancing Mike sing your praises. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> Off the rails. That's it. Oh my goodness! What what could what else could, could go wrong now. for me? Fuck it! Everybody's it turning so on me. What's that? Dancing Mike now is is Team Eric. It is nonsense. But this is the news, and yes, oh, I'm here too. Uh, we have one news item. It's a kind of a big news, you know, story. People were very excited. I'm not as excited. Uh, it I half don't know. gives you what you want. It it doesn't really. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Quarter. It, Gordon no, gives you what you want. No, I need the hole. I need tip the base, baby. Tip the base. You never be happy. The news is the entire DC Rebirth line will be made available digitally for free. Booch. Le- legally. Legally, it says. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. I hate that part. Yeah, yeah that part, that brings like it all douche. down. It appears that DC Comics has committed to making the entirety of the Rebirth line available through Hoopla. Hoopla, Eric and Reggie? Ooh. What do you think of that Hoopla? You know what Hoopla oh, yeah. is? Have you ever used Hoopla? No. I'm sure I have. I, I, used no, to be on a, no. I used to be on a bulletin board called Hieroglyphics Hoopla. About oh, really? Rap, rap was that a rap? That was a rap board? You guys, That's right. You, shout out, everybody. Hieroglyphics. A little shout out. out. Did, did y'all put your chat. fucking your hot licks on that board? Everybody, you know, you put your freestyle there? That, that was a totally different board, the hot uh, licks one. The hot licks a, board? Yes, that was. A private was, one, yeah. Actually, wasn't that the Rolling Stones uh, message board, the hot licks? Uh, yeah. Hoopla is a app that you get uh, through the libraries that you can get books and movies and, you know, audio shit from. Uh, oh, I have her from the Yeah, and actually, on the, the only thing that gets me, this is pretty big. Uh, I don't like the app as it is anyway. I've used it a couple times, and a lot of the older DC stuff, some of the, the older stuff is already on there. I don't fucking touch it. I need something fresh and exciting, not a hoopla. <laughs> Fresh and exciting. DC but, Universe Online. Yeah, the DC Rebirth Special Number 1 is available already, and starting in January, DC and Hoopla will start rolling out Rebirth Volume 1s, starting with Green Arrow and Superman on January 10th, which is very odd that they don't have Batman it's so first. Odd. It's very weird, yeah. but it is the Green Arrow, and these will be the trades. So it's the Volume 1 trades will be out. Uh, that's pretty exciting, I guess. I, I don't know. Anybody I don't who... Know. 
I, I'm telling you, look at Trevitt over there in, in the message board. He'll tell you. Anybody who really is going to use this Hoopla probably already downloaded this shit illegally, yeah. and they don't really care. Uh, you know what I mean? The app that, that I, mean, I always it, yell it's about. It's eight months after the fact, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, if you didn't well, see it by now, it's probably not going to jump the, in. The thing is, I love that Marvel app, and I'm not a big Marvel guy, but I love it because when uh, Chris and Reggie talk a book now or whatever, I can just go, boom, 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 it's there. They have a, a huge library of stuff. The Rebirth Oh, yeah, stuff, we talk about that all the time where you'll hear something they talk about and how you're right there at work and you're showing me some shit yeah, off that yeah. uh, and, and, yeah, that I app. have it on my phone. I'm like, boom. Uh, the Rebirth stuff, to me, and that's it'll save some people. People will be able to, you know, hey, I, I didn't read Green Arrow. I didn't read Harley. Whatever. I'm going to check it out. Whatever happens. Uh but it, it's the older stuff that I, I really enjoy using the app. I really, that Marvel app, I don't really read anything new on there. It's always something that I hear. Eric, you were talking about an X-Men story. I'll go and Yeah, I'm and Kenny X-Men that. number 337. Now, the, back in the, the other thing, just on a side note, I did read something today about this. And it seems that DC and Hoopla announced this right after the comic book shops placed their final orders for all these Volume 1 Rebirth oh titles. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they really, yeah, there's some crazy shit that went on that really pissed yeah. a lot of people off. But yeah, that's that's it for the news. <laughs> I don't know. Does <laughs> that does that get you excited at all? Woo! That's so I'm telling you. I've already you know, read all of Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. That's what I have. But uh, some people, now, you know, there's DC app, Jim. I don't think you've ever mentioned this. What's your idea? What, what is this about? Shut your goddamn no, <laughs> I, I've never mentioned this. What I would like I is the DC. I never did I the you. DC Unlimited <laughs> app. I've never mentioned this. Oh, oh my friend. goodness, everybody, take a seat, and I'll tell you what. I did. That's what they need. They need something. This to me is a. It's half stepping. You know that that's all it is. It, it's it's like it's thrown out there to make it seem like they're on with it, but th- this is not it. This really isn't. They're half stepping, right? Right, Reggie. I got I got I'm gonna take a, a big swig of this. It's this, the big uh, drink with the vodka in it. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm it's funny. Right now, I'm refilling my drinks. If anybody actually does go and make this, you know, blue drink at the speedway, and then you add vodka, it's weird. I don't really taste the vodka that much. It, it actually that sounds goes, amazing. That's it goes very go good. It's it's a great drink. Uh, maybe uh, you know, maybe it's too so good. Alcohol poisoning is imminent, is what you're telling me. Basically, that's what I'm telling you. Plus, it's the uh, I guess it's the 52 ounce. It's the biggest one that they have. Well, oh I'm telling you, right as we got on, I was telling Reggie, I took a few swigs of my drink so far, so it's not bad. But because of the nerves already with the live show, I actually started feeling a buzz already. During the freaking rant and raves, and now the news, I've refilled my cup three times. I think I have yeah. a problem. No, Uh-oh. you do. You do. I, I wish I had like off gra- that wagon. If I had some grape and grain, it would have been way back at, at WVU time. I would have thought I'm back at college. Back at college. Okay, drinking yeah. with Greg WVU, Luzinski. That's how you know we went there. Did I ever tell you I drank with Greg Luzinski? No, you did. From the Phillies? Yeah. I, I had some grape and grain with Greg Luzinski. That's one of my shining moments in my life. Wow. Ah, yes. As not well as this episode 100. Yep. Opening for Fog Hat was not one of my favorites, but uh, we're going <laughs> to take a little. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll be back with the mail, the mail section number one. So we're going to play a little little tunage for you guys while we go. And uh, I already went to the bathroom. I don't know about I'm you guys. You, for the Lord. you guys need you guys need the pee pee for the Lord. Well, we're going to yeah, take a little break. Yeah, we need and get some drink here. We will be right back. I'm going to go fill Purple up my drink. drink as well. It's Mary with Derek. Hallelujah, it's Mary with Derek. Oh yeah, it's Mary with Derek. 
damn wow. right. Some mail with Eric. It's mail with Eric. Did I die earlier today? Is that what you happened? You did. You went to heaven. Heart and now you're happened? you're in heaven. Now you're your sexiest self, Eric, which is last Wednesday, my friend. Damn you right look it was. Very sexy. Uh, this is the mail section number one. It's going to be a long one. We got a lot of uh, email tonight, of course. Episode 100. It's a big deal, right? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, we're doing episode If you 100. want to get, oh, what's that? It, yeah, if you want to get on the mail section, you have to email us because way, way back, if you were listening, Eric made it a rule that mail had to come email. You could not That's write right. a snail mail letter, uh, put a stamp on it, and send it to me because if that was the case, you were not going to get on the mail. And if you yeah. want to get well, on the mail time, section, send them email. That's right. It is weird science DC comics at gmail.com. Surprised I can even remember that now. <laughs> I, I'm struggling. I really am. So what, what Eric's going to read it, right? He's, he's still going to read no, it. No, because I didn't send it to him. Access to the mail? He does that, not get access. And if he did get access, it would ruin all the surprises tonight. Because this also, is with his, with his eyesight, it would take probably about, you know. Now, you hear, Reggie, you hear him read the blurbs for his books? Yeah, when, is he, when has there been a clean read in the past six months? And, and he you wrote gotta, those. Yeah, I say, though, those are not me reading. Those are me writing. Two different things, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the first email, I won't even say what it's from. I'll just read it right off the bat. Hello. I know that you Hello. probably thought I had gone away for good, but I didn't. I still keep checking in on your podcast to see if it has gotten any better. Congrats <laughs> on getting to episode 100, but I guess I'm the only one who will tell you the truth. You still suck. Johnny. That is from John. Oh, it came in John. earlier this week, right? Oh, I, I did John. not tell you. I didn't want to Beautiful. tell John, you, Eric. John the first emailer. John was the first emailer. He came back in, and, and I think I got that on Wednesday, and I kept that. Oh, was I kept a special place, lips. but you did, not, you did not tell me. I'm actually surprised. Nope. Tight-lipped I was. I was talking about John all week. It was funny because we were in the chat before we got on. We were actually on the Mixler chat, and Craig was on, and he brought up John, and I had to play it cool. I had to play it cool. Now, I do want to also point out, Reggie, you were originally a guy who mailed in. Uh, we right. had gotten in a fight with you. Inspired in part by John. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. John was the one. He did set the trend. Actually, Craig had said he set the tone for 30 uh, episodes, he said. And Reggie yeah. was, if people didn't know, and a lot of new people may not, Reggie was just a uh, – were you a fan, Reggie, or were you a friend? You were more of a fan because me and you hated I, each other. Uh, we got in a fight. Of, I didn't hate you. Yeah, you did. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even joke. What happened is, right before Reggie even mailed in, he would get on Twitter and, and fucking stalk me and hound me. And every right. I w we would put an episode up on Sunday. Might be some revisionist history. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, wait, I don't remember it quite that way. But okay. <laughs> okay. How about this? Would this be accurate? Uh, I we would I would edit the podcast and I'd put it out there on Sunday night. On Monday morning, you'd start listening and you would try to fucking grind my gears. You, you would yes. try to get you would try to get to me by just yes. mentioning stuff, which included say uh, I said that I liked ketchup on hot dogs. You said that I am a nonsense. heathen and that yeah. you know you yelled at me. I agreed then with Reggie. All later all on, the the big thing was about pizza fries. You wanted to know who the fuck eats pizza fries. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the who other like things though. Foods. Uh, Reggie's one of his biggest things and complaints was either that I was not using compression when I edited the podcast <laughs> or Eric didn't have a mic. 
And if you were there I, I, way he back, was, he said it sounded like I was recording from a tin can inside a of a fridge. Can. Yeah. Yes, that is Sometimes what he said. Under his bed inside. Yes. Of so, <laughs> but you were you would start you started emailing. I think it was well. I know it was. It was episode twelve. And then you just kept going until I finally said, God damn it, Reggie, just get on the podcast. Yeah. And we became friends, fast friends. But uh, here's a little treat, Reggie. This is for you. Uh, this is actually the recording of episode 12 of your first mail. And remember, it, it's funny because I had to set that up because how it sounds, it does sound as if you were emailing a lot before. Because I did know who you were. Yeah, we had issues. Uh, but it was all Twitter. on Twitter. So this is actually your first mail. Next mail. Which is the mail of... Well, I don't know. I, I always like Batman with a box. So. Yeah. But this is the secondary mail of the week. and it This is, actually led to a challenge between us. Yeah, it did. And read, actually, I did a lot of thinking about this mail. <laughs> and shaking my fist. It's from Reggie. Oh, Reggie. And Reggie. Uh, you know, Reggie has called me out for being a mush mouth. Yes. Um, gotten, for putting a ketchup an, on your... gotten a bit of an argument with my wife and uh, <laughs> yelled at me for putting ketchup on hot dogs. Yes. Reggie is a positive fella. And Reggie says, two things before. Uh, he was actually, uh, he was writing this, I believe, while he was listening to last week's episode. I think it was like the first five minutes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Because it says, two things before I dive back into this insanity. One, perhaps in a land where people put ketchup on hot dogs and pontificate on the finer points of 7-Eleven foodstuffs, would pizza fries be a common occurrence? But I assure you that they are as much an abomination of food as the rest of the crap you guys eat. He knows us, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure that an ultrasound of either of your colons would look like the aftermath of an atomic explosion. All right, the second part is okay. Hold on, do you, you want, no, you we're going to read about... the whole thing, and then we'll okay, break right. it down. Two, okay, Jim, you mentioned liking NWA, and now you've name-dropped Cameo. Plus, I've heard you mention rap music a few other times. You may as well be begging me to ask what other hip-hop you listen to and whether so, you've so ever heard of MF Doom. Basically, I want to know where you get off listening to rap music, and if you have to teach your kids the phrase, when I get sawed off, bodies are hauled off in an early age. <laughs> You so guys, where do you get the, off? You guys are the worst. I love your podcast. If either of you have diet-related strokes or heart attacks, please be sure to record it for the listener amusement. And you know what? I'll just address that last part. Yes, we will, and it's probably going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. So I don't see this podcast lasting the podcast fifty because both of us are going to be dead. There it is, Reggie. See, I even yeah. I even made a claim we were never going to get past uh, episode fifty. Uh, people didn't know the the week before what I said about my wife getting in a fight with Reggie. There was a Twitter fight. I don't know that Reggie realized how mad my wife was at no, Reggie. Why we because were you? Were. I had no idea either of you were I, yeah, mad at all. The podcast all actually almost ended. It almost ended between <laughs> eleven and twelve. Eric was not <laughs> at work. Not, I fucking not flipped only out. That, it almost, no, I think I was at work that day. I believe I'm because you, work came to a goddamn halt at that goddamn. Point. Yeah. The podcast was almost over. Yeah, I, I was. I fucking was fucking storming around, fucking yelling, and it was. I think you said that I had a marble mouth that that week, yeah. and that uh, Eric's fucking mic was terrible, and we had the worst sounding podcast you ever heard. I don't know. It sounded pretty good. It sounded like some good things. Well, well, this leads into our next mail, which for the hundredth episode, this mail is by a guy named Reggie. 
Reggie writes, Dear Jim, congratulations on projecting 100-plus episodes of unfettered filth and moronic diatribes on an unsuspecting (laughs) listener base comprised primarily of layabouts and rubes. I'd accuse you of lowering the bar for podcasting, but the fact is that your show is so below any semblance of a bar that it became a – it becomes – see, he's already – he's – you're fucking with me, Reggie. Becomes a new form of media entirely. I call it dumb-ass casting, and its hallmarks are the excruciating – Excruciating details of bodily functions and a vocabulary vocabulary limited to two dozen words. It's essentially the same thing as kindergarten, except without any redeeming social value. See, I'm not used to your mails anymore, Reggie. i Uh got to fucking slow down. It has been a pleasure listening to these many tens of episodes, knowing that they comprise a rock-solid case soon to be brought against you by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and several concerned parent groups. I imagine there won't be even be need of a trial. A judge will merely have to listen to 10 minutes of any episode chosen at random, and you'll be shipped off to Guantanamo Bay without so much as a last meal or a goodbye to Eric. I'd get my goodbye. I'd just wait for my Green Lantern ring to show up. Though, he will likely be arrested for the same thing. So the two of you will meet again. Perhaps you can share adjacent piss-soaked jail cells and compound your mutual torture. That'd be great. Here's hoping your 100th episode executes flawlessly. And by that I mean here's hoping you have a stroke on the air. If you're mixing that god-awful energy drink with alcohol or cough medicine, (laughs) then I'd say it's quite likely you'll soil yourself. But that's more of a regular occurrence and not anything worth a special mention. I'm getting better since you mailed in, Reggie. Uh, Way better. Love, Reggie. Dear, Amer- Dear Eric, America's sweetheart. Oh, shit. I forgot I was the two-parter. Did you see that there's a new Tales from the Crypt comic book? It's put out I by did. a publisher called Super Genius, but it's got the old EC Comics logo. I flipped through it, and it doesn't look like the 1950s classics, but maybe it's scary enough. I'll let you know. This is like something you probably would have just told him, you know, right before we started recording. This, <laughs> this is just, is you're like, you know what? Now. I don't I feel like it. talking to Eric beforehand, so I'll just send him. I'm, I'm probably, I'm surprised you didn't just edit this as I'm writing. To, and, and by the way, Eric, uh, I really like this or whatever. But yes, love Reggie. You, you did say love mail. Reggie. I really dig too. this. But yeah, yeah, I, I brought it back, you know, and, and of course I had to try to. And I, I'm glad I succeeded in tripping you up with very difficult of words. Of course you did. That was something I always tried to do. Reggie, that Reggie, was always Reggie. something. I want you right now to put your arms up and do a mimic hug with me so we can do it across the states right now. Just hug me, this baby. Is, what hug is this? Uh, Let's hug it out. I love Reggie. Assholes across America going on That's right, right now. <laughs> you fucking now, jerks. Now, Reggie, did you actually put your arms up? No, I did. he didn't. Oh, he I did got, not. I have him on That's Skype. Awesome. I see him. No, no hands up. I'm getting very drunk. Yeah, I could tell. Wait, wait till we start talking about that fucking uh, Steve Orlando part in Batman. I'm gonna feel oh. like I'm punch drunk. We gotta talk about comics still. Fuck. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I actually was thinking maybe we wouldn't tonight, but well, I think we have to. Oh, Dancing Mike yeah. is the next mail. Dancing Mike says, "Hello, Eric, and the guys." <laughs> oh, <pretty laughs> oh, Dancing Eric Mike. And hello, mother. Actually, should have changed it to father. Would have been good. Congratulations Eric on 100 episodes, Eric. That's quite the milestone and achievement for you and your team. 
15. Here's to the next 100. <laughs> so I picked up two books, DC books this week. The last one was out last week, but I missed it somehow until this week. Superpowers number one. I love this book. While the art is very cartoony, not sure if that's a word. I used it in my review, so it is on purpose. It's about a thousand times better than Rosmo. And I would rather read this story than any overly worded and pretentious Snyder crap any day. It, he, the guy, I, I'm, I'm surprised that in the middle of the podcast tonight, somehow he's going to be able to call in and just yell that Snyder sucks and yeah. then bail. Every section. <laughs> Anytime Batman isn't a dick, it's a better story already. I'll tell you, if he got the Batman annual, that Snyder, he he's not a dick there, right? No. No. So there you go. If the first that. issue is any indication, this is going to be a heck of a fun ride. And he's talking about superpowers number one, which I liked as well. I gave it an eight. Five I did not read, it, read it. You told me good things. It's good. It's by the same guys that did Tiny Titans. And uh, I love it. it. I love that style. Yeah. I also bought, oh, wait a minute. I also bought Batman Annual Number One. There were good, there were two good stories, one meh story, one bad, and one fucking horrible piece of garbage, at least by my estimation. Like I said on the site, comicsblog.weirdsciencedc backslash dancingbear.blogspot.com. It's the return of ventriloquist dummy Duke. So we get Orlando and Rosmo together again for a story that will continue in 2017. Yay. I'm telling you, it just ruins all anticipation I have in a year. Yeah, it does. Let's just (laughs) it really did. When I read it, I was like, oh, great. I I guess I'm just going to have to go to bed on New Year's Eve at 9. Baby New Year, guys. No, I do. I do want to fuck Baby New Year. I'm going to marry that little baby. (laughs) I'm not going to stay up till New Year's now. I'm not going to stay up till midnight. Uh, That's it. uh, I'm going to go to bed at 9. Just like every other year. Let's just yeah, hope really. it's just as good as Monster Men and twice as long. Uh, finally, Jim, I know you get the mail first because you're Eric's assistant. So this is dedic- <laughs> this is directed to you. I know that you get tired of me constantly praising Eric and poking good-natured fun <laughs> at you. So I decided to switch things up a bit this week for episode 100. I have attached a song that I'm sure Eric will hate. It will be nice to have some fun at Eric's expense for a change. I hope you oh, no. keep it away from Eric until the episode. So drop that funky beat. And of course, I don't think that I have this song. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. Nice. God darn it. I, fire I may. Assistant. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think so. I'm going to have to get it in a minute. I, I wish you guys had the mail so then I could run to play the song. That's the one thing that I fucked up. I had so many things to get to get together. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see if I have it. The moment is ruined. Do you oh, know, you have the password to the email? I, yeah, no. I'm not going to get that. I think it went like hell? this. I'm looking Eric for it now. Lame. I can't even find Eric it. I fucked lame. up, Mike. I'm Eric sorry. Eric is yeah, lame. No, no. I'll get it. I'll, Reggie, I'll play we just it hugged. How dare you? I was just singing a song. I wish I would I actually may have it, but I didn't write the name of it. I have a lot of songs for tonight, but I'm sorry, Mike. I'll play it in a little bit. Eh, that brought me down now. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I'm have sad. another drink. It'll do, it'll do uh, you good. I think go. I've had too many. I gotta let me hear. We gotta get something going here. Here we go. Who else in the love crowd say yeah? Yeah! Yeah! yeah. 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 Too bad I can't do this and search for that song at the same time. Damn chickens. Uh, God darn it. The next email's from Bobby. And I saw Bobby was in the chat. So, Bobby, here you go. Bobby, uh, I want to ask Eric. Bobby, uh, man or woman, Eric? Bobby, uh, is it spelled with a Y or an I? No, I'm not telling you. I'm just asking you. I want a gut feeling. Bobby, That's man or woman? That's bullshit. Bobby, I'm saying a uh, woman. Yeah, you're right. For once ever. Oh, my for God. Once it's, ever. it's a miracle. It that is, is a, mir- it's a Christmas miracle. Bobby says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and all the Get Fresh congratulations on your 100th episode. 100 podcasts, that's 16 hours per podcast, equals something that only Rip Hunter can measure with his hyper time. 
Yeah, that is nice. true. Nice. I actually think that we should be celebrating like episode 328 with the amount <laughs> of time. I am an OG, original geek from way back in the days, a future past. Although I love Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, and Valiant, I'm just like Green Lantern's Ward Speedy and Raging DC Junkie. Jim says that once a listener falls behind, they will always be behind. I was six weeks behind on books and podcasts. In anticipation of the giant size issue 100, I'm making like Condiment King and playing catch up. Some great Very references good. here. I Very submit good. for your approval the best of 100 episodes of Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Best cosmic treadmill segment. Eric, what's your favorite cosmic treadmill segment? Yeah, I'd, like to I'd have to say it's the fifth one. Oh, <laughs> I, I actually thought Eric was going to say all of them. Uh, yeah, they, all, one? they all do good stuff. As yes, Jack, great stuff Jack Cole and Plastic Man is Bobby's favorite. Plastic Man is one of my favorite characters, but I never knew about Cole's suicide. <laughs> what the fuck huh. just happened? There, there's there's information on those cosmic treadmills, folks. I'm telling yeah. you, uh, a fucking ship that's going to make you jump stuff. off a bridge. Yeah, and there that comes out on Sunday morning. I don't I don't need my Sunday morning to be littered with suicide. I, I already worry, think that. I do. I don't need a push. America, so you, you start talking about Jack Cole, and I'm going to start seeing similarities. I'm going to fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> Best Eric Halloween idea that I am going to steal for my very own. The cellar dweller. Uh, oh, for your information, shit. it follows. It was great. She says that the cellar dweller is great. I like our other one, Eric. The what was it? Werewolf. Uh, Children. Oh, the, werewolf mailman. Werewolf mailman. We were talking about the one time. We're talking about the podcast mailman. too. They were like originally back in the early days of the Weird Out Loud podcast. It was uh, children shouldn't podcast with dead things. Yes, that was. Keep talking, Eric. What? What else? What else children do you sh- say? What about, I'm trying, uh, to, I'm trying to find things? that song. I wanted you to I keep sp- talking. What about I spit on your podcast? Is that, that was pretty good, no, too. See, that that actually like that. makes me think too much of rape, and I can't go there. Oh, oh no, you don't care. So, so uh, you wouldn't like last podcast on the left? Nope. nope. I, I, I actually that. think that's a thing, too, actually. Is it? What? Is it really? Tell me about that. I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> you, you, hear, you hear the sound oh, as, as I'm going to get this. I actually had it. Why didn't You're I have it? Okay, penis. keep going. Tell me about it. What the hell's well, you, going I, on? I'll tell you actually something. Last night after we got done recording with Reggie, I, I okay. watched 3 O'Clock High. It's new on HBO this month, and oh. I actually watched it twice in the last 12 hours because Jess went to sleep. But then while I was doing that, I was trying to put together a cellar dweller like horror movie night banner for my own Eric Shea Mixler thing, so I could just go on live and just talk about a movie after I watch it. Whoa! I know it's crazy, right? That is pretty crazy. Uh, That's so crazy that we're going to continue with Bobby's mail. If she says best gymism, yeah, this is a quote from me. I have a terrible attention span, but I'm also very lazy. (laughs) It's like you've read my diary and feel me from the inside. And it's true. That's a bad combo. Thank you all so much for all your hard work, and I will now pay you guys in clicks. Uh, She ends with F. Brian Hitch, and then that's it. That's the game. F. Brian Hitch, and that is from Bobby. And uh, you know what? Uh, I remembered I actually had Dancing Mike's song ready for you, Eric. Oh, you did. I did. I had it, and here it is. We'll play that right now. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and... Hello, mother. This isn't it. What the hell Hi, is going on? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I, I understand what happened. He actually wanted me to play those other songs that I've already been playing. I'm so drunk. 
Oh, goodness gracious, it's off the rails. Off the rails. So he meant the Eric songs. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's all he was yeah. talking about. Yeah. The joke's yeah. already out, folks. There you go. Very good. The guy is drunk! Jim, before you move on, though, I just want to point I'm out one thing to Bobby. The reason I called me. her a piece of shit there for stealing the cellar dwellers is because... Early in the podcast, we talked about the whole Cellar Dweller horror movie night kind of bullshit. Yeah. And then like a, a month after I said that on the podcast, a horror movie night podcast premiered, and they've been going strong ever since. I'm like, yeah. well, I can't do that now. I'm angry. I don't know. I saw, I'm still a little upset you called her a piece of shit. I, I don't know no, why I you would do that. I feel bad after the fact because it was I just don't a joke. Why you like, do that, Eric. Watch your profanity. Yeah. You know, Chris yeah. tells me you're supposed to camp subjects. You're supposed to announce on Twitter that you intend to make a, a podcast about a certain subject, and then supposedly no one can do it. No, really? Uh, that, that's so, what so you like, do. For example, I get you. For example, what, what you would say, Jim, would probably be, I'm going to do a Dead Man podcast. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite yeah. character. So I, I'm telling you, yeah, I, I'm going to do that. Reggie, um, Reggie, you know what that would be called? What? Dead, Dead Man's, Man's party. party. Very good, very good. Yeah, Another I Oingo it. Boingo, bam. Boom. Yeah. Boom, Eric. Boom, toasted. <laughs> All right. Then, I'm sorry. These freaking sounds. This. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Can I go off on my own right now? Probably. Oh, I think you sound you need it. I, I do. And, and this room is so burning hot right now, and I don't know why. The next email is from Mark, and Mark says, "Sup, Jim and Eric. I'm sorry yeah. to say that I'm not going to be able to join you all for the fun of the live part of the show, but I wanted to say oh, congrats sorry. on Podcast 100, Mazeltov." I've been trying to figure out what to say or do for you guys to commemorate the event. I settled on words since I forgot how much a pain animating is. So I'm going to start by describing Weird Science DC in one word. Integrity. I thought long <laughs> and hard about it, and that's the word I came up with. Damn right. What are you laughing at, Reggie? You guys always give us your honest opinions of the books you review. doesn't matter what the pedigree of the book or what hype has been built up for it. If the book is garbage, you'll call it garbage. Best example of this is what, Eric? What is the best example that he's going to pull out of uh, out of the hat? Batman number 44? Batman yeah. number 44. Eric, I know the mere mention of it bums you out, but stop that right now. That issue is garbage, and you had the integrity to call it such. Be proud of that, and screw everyone who said that your review was clickbait. Another example would be that last run of what book is he going to point out of my integrity? Batman and Robin Eternal. Midnighter. A lot of reviewers ah. couldn't praise the book enough, and having gone back and flipped through a few issues at the comic book store, I didn't spend my money on a single issue, and I can't figure out what they it's sell. Not a library, it. come on, Jim. It might have been going that fucking hoopla, Jim. It might have been the unpopular decision to give that book lower scores, but that doesn't mean it was wrong. As I said when I wrote him for the first time 50 podcasts ago, I found you guys back in 2013 with Jim's review of Batman Beyond 2.0 number 5. When I found the site, it was just this neat little site that I would check in on every week or so to read a few reviews. Then one week I go to check that week's reviews and there's a podcast posted. It was hilarious and informative. Then two weeks later, two weeks later because we fucked Uh, up that one, uh, there was another one and then it was a weekly thing. And while there has been a very small, uh, while there had been a very small community build up before the podcast now the community started to really build and grow a lot of that comes from the decision to do listener mail you even had people who had written in join you guys on the podcast reggie brandon heck you even had me on last week to talk about batman beyond you guys Good engage time. your community and make them feel like part of the experience you guys have built something i can't say i've seen in a while a fun generally positive and accepting internet community and i'm happy to be part of it have a great week guys and stay classy 
Yeah, you know, I think about that. that. It's like two guys who don't know what they're doing compared to other podcasts. Bam. Yeah. That's, That's what it is. Here's the problem is uh, there is something to be said with not knowing what the rules are, and you do crazy shit. Who fucking – what yeah. podcast does four hours of listener mail? None. Yeah. None. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, you know, next week it's going to be none. Advice, and now I'm like, you know, I don't know how it works, but it works. You know, yeah, let, yeah. let the thing go do its thing. Yeah, Reggie uh, used to give me all sorts of nonsense. I've heard that. <laughs> to break your ass all the time. Actually, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, Reggie has to say at that one point when I was on Adderall, Jesus Christ, that's when I was a fucking information or a, like an idea man. I'd send yeah, Reggie like seven trillion texts. <laughs> no, they were the way, like every morning at four a.m. I'd fucking already have like seventeen things off them about. Hey, we should do this. We should have this segment. We should do that. But hey, they're, they're all well, in. So you're they're a almost guy all the stuff I call a girl after a date a bunch of times. They're the fucking That's answer right. machine's full. I'm like, why isn't Reggie answering me? The next email <laughs> is next email from Travis. Eric, congratulations on the hundredth episode, man. Great work. Please keep it up. We're counting on you, Reggie. All the work you do is definitely not forgotten. Your deep, sexy voice is the reason you have so many female listeners. Don't stop, man. Dancing Mike, yeah, right. OMG. I was quoted by Dancing Mike. I've made it to the big time. Oh, well, enough with the greetings. On to the books. What's, what's going on this episode? <laughs> Everybody's against me. Not many I, books this week. Earlier. I hate this off week. I, I love that you dying and going to heaven means that people treat me bad. I, you know, oh, I yeah, treat you bad because that's just what has to be done. You yeah. need it. It does, the, it does let me catch up on some other things or older series I'm trying to read. He's saying the annuals week. Uh, my book of the week was the Superman annual. The art was just super, pun intended, of course, and the writing was good, too. Easily the best book in a very small pile this week. Me and Trevor got into an argument about this earlier in the really? chat. Yeah, I have a feeling when we talk about that book, there's going to be a lot of freaking people in the chat yelling at us, but we'll, we'll prove them. We'll prove them wrong, Eric. I oh, already boy. told Brandon. He's like, I really liked it. I said, we'll convince you. That's what we do, right? We're here to convince See, you that books I, I aren't that great. I don't want to convince people that yeah. shit is bad that no, they like. No, we get that in the mail all the time. They're like, boy, I, I thought that I really loved this series. Now you've convinced me bad. it's shit, I and I have gonna, an I awful life. Uh, What's that? You know, Eric, people, I don't know, a lot of people know that Eric actually, behind the scenes, just to break the fourth wall, that Eric actually doesn't like to give a bad score to annoy a creator like it it really does bother eric oh, when that does. happens but it's it's a testament to his unbelievable integrity that <laughs> he he will still always you know review it truthfully no matter no matter how shitty he feels that basically a uh, creator has a death threat on him and you know yes. wants to uh, take him out but, but what I about me reggie, every reggie night, but reggie. i always every all the time i'm sending reggie positive notes about people and creators and other podcasts and stuff right i'm always positive right. oh yeah all the time <laughs> jesus crap <laughs> it's like freaking jim slam book over here you know that's right what am i doing slam poetry hey, yeah, monday to, morning reggie, high school monday morning reggie wakes up the gym Guess who's on blast this week, motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are. I'd like to take just a moment to talk about the new talent showcase. I really enjoyed it. I'd definitely put something like this on my pull list if it came out monthly or even more. Just think about it. We might get a decent Batgirl story of something like this. I'm a dreamer, I know. Now, here's the deal. If that new talent showcase was monthly, like starting now, I might have liked it a little more myself because these yeah. stories didn't end. Just, I'm saying, though, just if I knew what it was going in, it would yeah. have uh, opened up the doors for me to understand it a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. The Constantine story almost made me want to give that book another try. His character in this story was much more likable. I know, it. right? Yeah, I liked yeah, it. But the it, Wonder Woman and Flash likable. story was just horrible. Can't decide what was worse between the art and the writing. Okay. Really like the Kyle Rayner story. 
The Hulk, or, the Hulk girl story was good. I think I'd buy a few wishes of it if it were a real thing. Dead Men was great. I need more Dead Men in my life. Catwoman and Wonder Woman, yes, more please. The Superman story was okay, but the art was really nice. And the Harley story was silly, but I guess that was on purpose, not for me. Always remember and never forget Batgirl used to. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Jim, you're there too. <laughs> Batgirl used to be good. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> pick, on, pick on Jim fucking episode. Somebody, somebody's got to pick up my spirits. Jeremy said, maybe it'll be Jeremy. Jeremy says, dear Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris, and the Get Fresh Coot. I hope you're doing well. I'm still way behind on listening to the podcast, but I have to write in for the majestic milestone that is episode 100. I'm really looking forward to hearing the shenanigans that you and the rest of the gang come up with, and I'm intrigued to see or hear what Toby has in store, too. The last couple of podcasts have been tremendously entertaining, whether it's Jim discussing his brief array in the world of gay porn or his rants about other podcasts or Reggie's bemused reaction to Jim's distinctly theologically unsound vision of heaven. <laughs> you mean you're not your hot self? The no, podcast continues. Like I think it is. Why wouldn't it be? That would be heaven. If you're, I was always told two things in heaven: you get exactly what you want, and you you learn everything. Who told you just, these things? I don't yeah, know. But why wouldn't I? If I'm going to heaven and I'm going to be in a place forever and want to be like this is the best place, you know, it's it's better than a Waffle House, Reggie. Jim, were it's you heaven. baptized as a child? I, oh, no, I'm saying you go there. Why wouldn't you be your hottest self? Everybody would be hot. <laughs> what do you I need just, to be hot for? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Think that's, I don't think that's one of the criteria. You walk by a mirror hey, and you want to look hot. Jim. Right? What? Jim, looking at the chat right now, the live chat, it says that Dancing Mike has a song attached to his email. Okay. Well, 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 just so you know. We're going I, I'm telling you, I have the email open, and the only thing I have on that email is his rant and rave. That was his rant and rave. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Is... I'm going to have to look again. Jesus Christ. Just so you know, maybe later on we can get it. So I'm I'll look that. again. I'll look but again, you know. Mike. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, one... drunker. No. I'm know. done. I'm having the... trouble actually fucking following you guys and the chat. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The podcast yeah, continues to make me smile or in one or two cases laugh demonically. As I drive to my place of work, I've just started listening to episode 97. Jim's rant about his work colleague was utterly magnificent. It was a sort of comedy gold. You just don't get another podcast. You guys are the best. So happy 100th weird signs. I've not been a regular ooh, listener ooh. for very long, but already I feel part of the family. Twitter group has been a lot of fun, too. Catching up with so many people. I'm in discussions about Liddell era, ex-comics with Chris, chatting with fellow Brit Tobin, and of course meeting so many great comic fans has been a real joy. Thanks so much for putting the group together. Thank you too for all you do. Your genuine love of comics comes through and your commitment in putting out such detailed, unflinchingly honest and phenomenally entertaining podcasts is clear for all to see or hear. Enjoy your 100th episode. Now I'm upset. I can't find this goddamn thing. T Apparently hey, he resent it. I was going to say, send that goddamn thing again. Here's to many more. <laughs> all the best, Jeremy. P.S. Bring out the Branston. You know you want to, and I do. That Branston pickle, if anybody's in the U.K., I'm not going to give you my address. Just put Jim Warner, uh, Weird Science, send it in the mail. I'll get yeah, it. I love town. that shit. I love Quaker it. Quaker Town. Now, now you're getting, you're getting a little too Hughes. personal, Reggie. Quarter <laughs> <laughs> of Hughes, baby. It's, it's yes. like your mom sending your father fucking – I know you're No, that was my grandmother, yeah. Mother, yeah, sending your yep, father My dad was in stationed in Germany. Uh, you know, this would have been back in the early sixties and she sent him soft pretzels and she sent it like the worst, like by boat shit showed up green. Yeah. 
yeah, and, what, and the, the moral of the story is my grandmother was retarded. There's yes. the moral. And had a retarded son. Well, how, yeah. how about that? The, and a the weird thing grandson. about that people talk about retarded people all the time, right? And that's a common yeah, thing. That happens. They, they never see, because the minute I see a retarded person, and they, I saw one last night at the Taco Bell, and all I could think of is those old motherfuckers that are with them like to fuck beyond their days. That's all I think, <laughs> because they are fucking around. They're fucking 70 having kids. <sighs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Very I, I, nice. Dude, I, I'm gonna be. I'm 34 years old almost, and I haven't had a kid yet. Am I too far gone now? Yes. Oh, oh now I see what shit. the song was. Darn it. Why? Why? Darn why it. would that make you too far gone? What, I don't know. I, keep talking. If you have a kid while you're older, you'll have a retarded like uh, child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think you were gonna have a retarded child no matter when. No matter when. Yeah. Honestly, the age does not matter at this point. Yeah. Really. And they're like, oh, he takes after you, Eric. That's what they'll say, right? You know, we have the whole genetics being fucked up by my mother doing meth while she was pregnant with me. So yeah. like, we just keep going along with this. Things will work out, right? Yeah. 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 You either have too many or too few chromosomes. I can't. Yeah. I'm not sure, but there's something. We wrong. got a guy at work like that. Yeah. Fucking, uh, his son was is like um you know has some problems and they found out like they did all these testings uh through the doctors and shit like that they didn't know like the one guy said oh he might be retarded they heard that and went to another doctor then well, apparently he has too many like chromosomes or some shit and then the, yeah, he's, got, he's got some up, extra that's good right too many yeah yeah, yeah too many that makes you that's superhuman a little is good a lot must be better right yeah, that's how right? medicine works yeah but the thing is the guy is now going to physical therapy the father of this child because. Apparently he has the same thing he thinks. I don't know. He's been told us, so now he, like he has muscle problems. And he's telling me and Jim, I'm like, have a good weekend, man. I don't yeah, know what you he's want telling us this, and he's like, I don't know what's going on because my wife said that she would never fuck a retard, so he's all confused. <laughs> he, he thinks that that's the diagnosis. This guy's crazy. Here's the song, guys. Here we go. Oh shit. so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side rainbows are visions but only illusions and rainbows have nothing to hide so we've been told and some choose to I'm actually very sad right now because that was beautiful. And I'm actually going to go and say that, like, I always talked about if I ever had a, I, I died and had a funeral, yeah. that I would have the freaking. Which, by the way, thought. you will die someday. I want yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I don't know. Soon. Maybe I'll become. Uh, I, I married Dracula. He's going to give me an eternal kiss. It's going to be good. <laughs> but uh, Dracula's not having your blood. When I ass. die and have a funeral, I wanted the Rainbow Connection played because I love this song so much and I know it's going to make everybody in the funeral cry. That's all yeah. I want, really. That's what but I want, too. I actually was, think was that, that I'm going to have. Mike's Kate Bell collection or something? I mean, you're I'm going like, to have. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to have Dancing Mike's version on there now. That was a goddamn beautiful track. Now, how about we get him live? He shows up to sing at I your do. thing. We I'll all laugh at you. Whatever you can do, do it, baby. I freaking 
pee on you or something. I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I don't know what I can do. That's I'm trying to think. Song. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I. I'd probably slap you right upside your fucking dead face. Tell you to sounds like a juggalo out. funeral to me. Wow, it does. Oh, that'd be well, great. He's in the right. juggalo paint. Whoop, whoop, <laughs> He's got to be. Fucking, I'll, I'll pour Fago in his fucking pants or something. I can tell him to go to hell. <laughs> we have one last mail, and that is uh, for the first section, of course. That is Alex M. And Alex M. says, hey, Jim and Eric. Happy 100, hey, you old fucks. So I just Ooh. finished my cover Ow. for episode 100. Salty. What's that? I'm salty. <laughs> Damn, I spent a I lot so of time on such many details, but it was all worth it. Yeah, he has the cover of the episode. I need to let it's people amazing. know. That if I've been stalking, stalking them on Twitter and other accounts, taking their pictures and mixing them into the covers, such as Trevor, Toby, the DC Bros, Frenny, Robert Lewis, a.k.a. Reggie's dad, <laughs> matches, <laughs> matches and others from the Get Fresh Coo Doo Doo Twitter <laughs> message board. At the same time, it might not be easy to recognize them since I really fuck with the faces. I even... Uh, I even have some people throw through the use of symbolism. Symbolism is defined by the practice of representing things by symbols. Thank you. For example, Thank Dancing you. Mike is a microphone with a face. See if you Look can spot him. him. While I wasn't able to get everyone, I hope I was able to represent the Get Fresh Crew as the whole through the use of symbolism. Oh, by the way, I did not pick up books this week on this joyous of money-saving fifth weeks. I am in need of take, to take a breather to catch up on my indie books. Go Postal. That's what I want right. to do. Go postal. Anyways, looking forward to the episode attached to the cover and image of Eric. He, he also us. has Eric uh, as a troll from the never ending story. <laughs> then oh, okay. I, I have to send Eric. He made me laugh. A uh, train. Yeah, send me that shit. Yeah, I, I forgot. And whoop whoop to you, good sir. Written, drawn a letter by Alex M. And that yeah, is the amazing end cover, of Alex. the first section of mail and of course we are going to take a little break because i'm drinking so much i think i better go make some coffee or something but, i'm telling uh, you me, me too man the fucking room is spinning yeah i'm gonna go I'm make some water you. i am you're gonna make some water huh i'm, I'm gonna, gonna make, make some water too yeah. all right well we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be right back veggie. with the books baby the books you guys ready you ready to take a break Ow. Yeah, come on now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea! Ah, yes, Eric Shea. Oh my God! This—it's like a, a victory lap for you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is like a celebrity roast, except we're being very nice to him. It's a celebrity celebration, I guess. I, I feel don't so know. good about myself. Tomorrow He's yeah. the bell of the fucking ball tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's all I, I don't like here, it, baby. Where's my price? I—I got to go back to the old songs. Wait, wait. I got to find something because I—I I really need something going on for me. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> We crave 
That's how it should be. Let's hear Jim's You couldn't let me have one night. We can wait talking now we are talking I, I should just go through every goddamn song to praise me dance oh, around boy. in my skirt fucking <laughs> yeah, i'm a pretty girl fucking blowing kisses at myself like eric does at the end of the day I mean, I, the other day i'm going to the bathroom at the end of the day i hear somebody come into the bathroom and i go there he is just looking at himself fucking blowing kisses i'm not yeah, lying that, this that isn't is as a joke you to have stories for the podcast no i'm a character every day of my life i don't character, have a real personality character you don't you're right uh, this like fucking, I said the first thing you said right on this goddamn actor. podcast yeah he is he's playing a fucking pretty boy Pretty yeah. boy Eric Shea. He comes into work and he has yeah. the goddamn the the worst facial hair ever. And he's like the Van he was, Dyke. Yeah, he had the Van Dyke, and I started fucking laughing at him, asking him if he was a hipster, and then he's like, "I did it all for you." And I thought he was coming on to me at first, but he actually meant that he was joking around. But then I think he was coming on to me. That, we went from there. Re- Reggie, Reggie, you gotta understand. I did this whole Van Dyke kind of shaving thing on Sunday night. Or yeah, it must have been Sunday morning or Sunday night where. I did this. I'm like, oh, Jen's going to get a laugh out of this. I still have it because I'm too yeah, goddamn lazy to shave it off. <laughs> and also, he, he, look, he looking at himself in the mirror. He freaking was falling in love with himself. He's not going to well, shave I that. Well, I have a good side, obviously. That's oh, what it was. Oh, you know, he looked you? at him. He was like, is that Corey Feldman? No. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> now me. Now he looked more like Corey Haim. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, I'm telling you, I had that funeral the other week, and I was looking at my brother Mike, and thinking if my brother Mike had grown his hair out, he actually looks like a grown-up Corey Feldman. If Corey had stayed the same way he looked back in, like, the Lost Uh, Boys. He has, kind of. I mean, really, the guy is I can't even laugh at him. What is he, like, two foot ten? I'm saying that right now he has that, like, long, black, slicked-down hair, but if, like, if my brother Mike grew his hair out the same way that Corey had it in the Lost Boys, he would look just like a grown-up Corey Feldman, only six foot five. Yeah, 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 a little bit taller than. than and Corey. I got you, angry at him. At you this you make fun of Chris Pine because you think he is a, a little guy I can't who's wait actually six foot. What's he going to grow up to look like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the book section of the podcast. Uh, as Mike said, Eric, you have, uh, I don't know, nobody cares about my reviews, only yours. So I'm going to let you do all the talking from now on. There you go, Mike. You'll get your Eric Shea. You <laughs> See, this is what happens. I, I laugh and love every bit of drunk. things this that yell fair. at Eric. And the minute it turns on me, I'm done. Close up shop. Done. Yeah. This is the end of the podcast, folks. This is yes, it. it is. Yes, it is. But this is the books. We're going to spoil the shit out of all these books. There's not a lot of books uh, this week, but if you want to read the reviews, you can go to our website, weirdsciencedcomics.com. We post all of these books as full-out written reviews with our flowery language and and just verbose and and pretty language. I don't know. I'm Did you just say to me? I'm drunk. I'm drunk. There it is. Very good. I, I, the man is drunk. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to start doing that Eddie Murphy when they're having, like, when his uncle or whatever was drunk. Kiss my ass. Whatever. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. Batman. Batman, we're having. What are... You're talking to Reggie and me. What's going on? Let man? me calm down. I got to calm down here. Let me take a Compose drink. Compose yourself, baby. I got to take right. a drink. I'm I, don't, a drink I have too. all these notes here and everything's swimming around. 
This is the book <laughs> section. Did I mention that? The book yeah, section of the podcast. Maybe you should have taken LSD along with drinking. That might hey, have been Jim, a bad idea. What's our website where we do all the written reviews every week? I already said that. I Did said you? Because I can't remember. Yes. It's weirdscienceblog.stacyblog.blogspot. That's, yeah. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm trying to find <laughs> even that. I, I think I, I got rid of that. I got so mad at that freaking. Uh, Hello, that weird blurb. science. I think I got oh, rid of that because I was so no. mad at that. I actually am a little weird bit science comics blogs dot blogspot dot com. Yeah, there it is. Go right there. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Can I hit parties over? At? I could go to bed. I want to uh, hear all about the Apple Watch. I don't oh, want to the see what Apple Watch. Hello, weird oh, science. Oh. <laughs> I tried to get Dan on the podcast. He he did he was didn't bite. He didn't even oh, answer. He didn't me. get back to you at all. No, he's too busy with his goddamn yeah, watch. I, what I heard was he was getting that. attacked by a fucking uh, freaking bunch of Swarm cicadas. Swarm of locusts. Yeah. Fucking cicadas and an elephant. Well, it's uh, rough yes. down there in Baltimore, right? It yeah. is. It's very rough. Uh, this is the meat and cheese of the podcast. I'm trying to gather myself. Meat and cheese of the podcast. Uh, I, I'm not even going to guess what meat or cheese it is. Uh, maybe chicken and fucking Swiss cheese. There you go. Pretty pretty standard, right? That's Can I make cool. mashed potatoes into a cheese? Yeah, I'm got, well, here's the thing. We we heard the other day, Eric, on the impromptu thing, any meal that you have is going to have mashed potatoes and corn. Every Don't meal. When my mother got married to my stepfather, it seemed like every meal we had, which seemed to be London broil like fucking three times a goddamn week, oh, but any ooh. meal would have mashed potatoes and corn as the side. And I grew up loving that goddamn uh, combination there. Wow. And <laughs> so most of your turds are mostly mashed potatoes and corn, I assume, by now. I love it. <laughs> I like it too. My mom, my mom's big thing was to make Salisbury steaks, those encore meals, and I actually thought that she made them. I didn't learn until later that she just heated up fucking encore meals because she's a jerk. But what was uh, the last we, time you could eat like a freaking Salisbury steak I'm after kidding, that? Probably about. Uh, 11. I have not eaten since then. I ate so much. That was a Thursday meal. And actually, Wednesday would be every Wednesday we'd have uh, liver, which I hated. It would make me gag. But we'd have liver liver and bacon uh, with fried onions. And I would try to put as much bacon and fried onions on. Because you didn't eat. No. (laughs) No, it's probably, I don't know why. My my brother and my dad are pretty big guys, but I just, I don't know. My mom smoked a lot when she was pregnant. Uh, But yeah, we had Salisbury, we had liver on Wednesday, and it would just make, so then Thursday we'd have Salisbury steak, and it was almost like somebody dating Eric Shea on Wednesday, and then dating me on Thursday. After Eric's terrible date, I look even better, (laughs) right? That's what happens. Because yeah, the Salisbury steak would come, and I would think that we're in heaven, and I was a sexy guy in heaven then, because I'm my sexy self up there i had but, i had the same thing with freaking encore uh turkey and gravy yeah my mother yeah. would make that once a week and i could not eat it for yeah, years i can't eat it anymore and in Four fact bastards. i told you i mentioned this before uh i actually have an encore salisbury steak in the in the freezer you got I curious it, i i thought that maybe my kids should be tortured like i was i was going to start giving it to them and they're cheap uh but yeah it's been in that freezer for probably like three years now it's it's just about time to serve that baby up tomorrow you know uh, i'll heat that up you are definitely going to die early, but your corpses will probably last for a yeah. millennia. Because oh, you're, you're, is gonna you're full of preservatives. Yes, so yes always, we are. There'll yes, be no need are. for any formaldehyde or any kind of uh, embalming. You guys are just going to be mummified right, right out of the that's gate. That's my plan. That saves yeah. money. It saves <laughs> money, think, and then they, they put me in the bad. chair. Thinking about how bad my date must have been to go to gym to think that he's a goddamn superstar. Because I'm, I'm a, rom- tell you about I'm a the romantic. I was ever on? I'm a romantic, Eric. Did I ever tell you about the worst date I was ever on? Oh, so, I, I need I to know hear what about it. it. 
I, I went to this guy. I'm telling you, I started dating this girl. Uh, I can't even say I was dating this girl. It was a first date, and it was a, like the sister of my best friend. We grew up together and thing. She grew up fucking hot as hell. But so I'm like, hey, why don't we go out? We get some dinner. We'll try this shit out. I'm like, all right, all right. And then I take him. Like, oh, God, it's a nonsense horn. Stop with me. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Right. Right. I, 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 punchline my finger slipped. Reggie. The, <laughs> the punchline of the whole punch. Hello, <laughs> weird science. God damn it, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> Jess, get out of here. I'm not talking about you. Have fun. <laughs> you hear me, Jim? That is inappropriate. I'm angry about that. What was the punchline, Eric? The punchline to the whole date is I'm driving back when I could drive still because I could see kind of. It's fucking nonsense. I hate everything. And I I tell her, like, like, uh, Daniel, this is the the greatest steakhouse I know about in the area. And she looks at me. I've known this girl for fucking, like, over 10 years at this point. She looks at me and says, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's the worst. And you said, but I got coupons for Sizzler. <laughs> He's like, that, oh, that God damn it. Nice I heard you like the meat. Did you say that? But it, yeah. boom. <laughs> Unlimited meat, baby. <laughs> no, I was just crushed at that point. I'm like, okay, we had the one date, which thankfully the place was called Gregory's Seafood, like I play. And, uh, but they had the greatest steak I know about in the area. So she could have seafood. That was Was fine it like the 70 ouncer? It was the 70 ounce steak. I wish I pulled the John Candy from did Great you, Outdoors. Did you stop dating her, though, because she was a vegetarian or because you no, 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 hated yourself? It's because I got really drunk at dinner then and then tried to kiss her and shit did not work out fine. Oh, and then like, right. I got really embarrassed. Very good. Uh, yes. were, you, Very good. were you as drunk as you are right now? Because you're getting there, buddy. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. I, I think Eric's going to try to kiss somebody. This is somebody. why I quit drinking because I became a fucking oh, like, a joke, like an asshole almost. Yeah, listen. Became... Mr. Fucking Story. Uh, all the other podcasts, the guy fucking clams up. Uh, he's got that Mr. Talk. Uh, what's going I on? I uh, all those times, I, I can't even fucking. Time these, these times, I can't even goddamn talk because my fucking throat hurts so much. And there, I, I even at points where I'm about to cough or whatever, and I, I set you up to say something. You don't say shit. Then I go, you're, you're in the bathroom. He's mad at me. Oh. Later, on, later on in the podcast, <laughs> uh, me, me, Reggie, and Eric uh, recorded something earlier uh, last night. At one point, Eric had his uh, fucking mic muted for about five minutes. Didn't even realize. I was talking to you guys the whole time. You were talking to us. We didn't realize either. We were fine with it. We We didn't. I actually, I just thought he was fucking pissed or something. But uh, you you want to get to these books? You get to these books here. It it was Annual's week. Oh right, right. It was. It's a weird thing. I actually was upset at first when we were when we found out. Me and Eric figured out because we did some math and figured out that the hundredth episode would fall on. Yeah, we did. Uh, that it would fall on an annuals week. And I don't know, for some reason, that really upset me. I see now that it's fucking, thank God. Uh, because I, I, I could Tony, not I talk about 15 time, books. Like, we could just have fun, man. It's only a couple of books. No, I, I actually wanted it to be like a standard long podcast. But yeah. uh, we have annuals week. It's a downer, though. I do think that this annuals week is a little bit better than most because we're finally starting to get the rebirth books as annuals. So we, we yeah. did get Batman and Superman annual. Which, I say, though, annuals don't mean shit, though, for the number no, of No, the they book. don't. They don't, but at least you're getting stories that, it, you know, from writers that you're reading. I don't want to have Earth 2 
uh, you know, yeah, uh, this week. Or I don't want to have like they're in it. They're in a weird spot at this where rebirth started. You can't have rebirth annuals. So we were getting bullshit. I mean, you think yeah. annuals week is bullshit. That last annuals week, I don't even remember what we got. It was bullshit. I think uh, we got JLA number nine, honestly. Yeah, stuff and yeah, and now we got ten tonight. You'll hear later, it's but uh, yeah, we get these, and we're gonna start with what I say is the biggest book, but really there is no big book this week. That's that's what you get with Andrew. You got but Batman, you got Superman. They're both equally yeah. big. No, baby. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know. It was weird. I was I was expecting. I guess this would be good. You get Batman. It's. I was gonna say. I, I wish that we would have gotten one of the lesser characters along Tell with you, it. Like imagine what, if we instead of Batman and Superman, imagine if we got Green Arrow and no, Green I'm Lantern. Saying, like and... you have Batman. Batman. It, the the funny thing is, though, I say this as if every month has an annuals month, you know, right. or a week, you know. But yeah, I, I don't. It's know. a rare thing. You wanted a yeah. sugar and spike annual. I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Especially Justice how League. Justice. The, the thing about a Justice League annual, Brian Hitch would write a Justice League annual, and somehow that would mean something. He does everything yeah. so fucked up. He'd make an annual that that's fucking good and means something. It's the something. story that he's on point, and that's it. Yeah, but but point. it would come out, you know, months after the arc is over. So. <laughs> so it would be irrelevant. That's the yes, this is a tie in the Just League number yeah. six. Uh, exactly. Go yes. back six months to read what the hell I was talking about. Yes. Well, we're going to start with the big book. Uh, Batman, of course, is the. Yeah, I've heard he's popular. It's Batman Annual number one. And take a seat because there's a lot of people on this book written by Scott Williams, Steve Orlando, Paul Dini, Scott Snyder, and Tom King. Art by Riley Rossmo, David Finch, Bill Quist, Evely. Declan Shelby and Neil Adams, and I'm not mentioning inkers and colorists and letters. They can go suck it, right? Suck, suck it, it, baby. Welcome to the suck. Welcome wow. to the suck. You can't beat Gotham for the holidays. Well, that may not be 100% accurate, but a plethora of writers show that during the festive season, even Batman gets to take a break from crime fighting and stop and smell the candy canes. I don't even remember writing this. That is, unless DC and Steve Orlando are pushing a 2017 storyline, or the Dark Knight is going to bust some jaws or worse. As Meatloaf sang, three out of five, three out of five ain't bad. That, that's how the song yeah, that, went, right? That's classic Meatloaf, right? That's classic yeah, really, Meatloaf. God, that was, uh, geez. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way. I don't. I really don't remember re- writing that blurb, but I, I think that that was very good. I'm very impressed with myself. Uh, right now, I'm story... changing my my Superman blurb to match yours because we yes. had a thing earlier where we See? talked about it was going to kind of match. Now I'm uh, changing it to match yours. Well, here we oh. go. Uh, you start off. This is a anthology type uh, uh, book. It's an issue with a bunch of people, and I was not aware of that. I actually, when this came in. I looked at it and I said to Eric, "Boy, we're getting a long fucking ace the the Bathound book." And I was all it, about it. Yeah, I, I thought cool with that. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. But then I start reading. I'm like, "Who are all these other people?" But the first story, <laughs> the first story is a Tom King David Finch deal, and it is all about Ace the Bathound. Now, I want to ask you: Do you think that there's a good chance that Ace was almost? Killing Batman right off the bat because boy, he looks like he's hit the jugular there. He's, oh, yeah. he's attacking Absolutely. him. Uh, that's the thing, dog, though. It's it... like we we have this timeline throughout this first story. I'm like, where was it? The Ace attacked Batman, and then like you know, days later, he finally found Ace and the other dogs. I'm like, yeah. I really wanted this to be like one after the other. Like he decided. Yeah in the next like page to get out of that hole and then look at Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, it's, because it's weird it's like because days yeah. later. 
At one point, it seems as if maybe even that Batman was going after the Joker. These are the Joker's dogs. They spell it out. His and original Royal Flesh Gang. It's yeah, yeah, it is. It's the Royal Flesh Michael Gang. Michael Vick's original. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I want to read stories about this. The, the dog Royal Flesh Gang sounds yeah. awesome as hell. <laughs> it does sound good. Freak quill, you know. Yes, but uh, Batman goes with Gordon. They're checking out the dogs, and basically Ace has killed every other uh, one of the Royal Flesh Gang. Dogs are hungry, man. And they're going to take. They take him to the Gotham Pound, they, or her, actually. It kind of says later. Uh, and Ace goes to the Is Gotham Pound. Is it weird Pound. that I never thought of Ace as a her? I, I, it was weird. It was uh, just a sexist. weird thing they spelled Is, is that what you mean by weird? Sexist? I don't know. <laughs> Can you be sexist to a dog? I never thought oh, of Ace as a bitch. Okay. And female now dog I see. is a bitch. And That's I want you to right. say it correctly. When Ace you talk about is a them. bitch. But yeah, this I like the story. I actually like it. Uh, it's almost it's a weird thing where <laughs> people are going to make fun of me, but there is right. It almost feels like partially a silent type issue because things are kind of going the same on. Same way is that weird? It, that, I'm telling you, that's what it, it seemed like to me. That, but yeah, it's uh, weird because there's plenty of word balloons. No, I, I, I didn't I'm even read the word. No, I'm telling you, it seemed like it could have been or it kind of had a vibe to it, only because throughout the whole story, Bruce is not really paying attention to what's going on, and everybody's doing their own thing. But what it is is Ace gets put in the pound. He's going to be put to – he or she is going to be put to sleep. And and Alfred goes and gets Ace out and actually gives a big big check and says that he wants – it's weird too because Alfred – I don't – can he just go and get the dog? He has to have him change the name to the Martha and Thomas Wayne Humane. Society. Well, that's what, Jesus that's what Christ! Bruce, that's what the Wayne family does for anything they give a check to. Yeah, Look, I'm telling you, I mean, every, they go to the supermarket to the and Martha Wayne, yeah. whatever. It's the goddamn, you know, uh, Thomas this, and Martha and Thomas Wayne Food Depository is the name thing, of like, the goddamn supermarket in town. Costco, Everybody, you know. Thomas yeah, Costco I even imagine it's like, all right, I, I bought a lot of food tonight at the Acme. Uh, I just gave you this check here because for some reason <laughs> you accept checks at this Acme. Yeah, you are now going to be the Thomas and Martha Wayne Acme. Yeah, make sure you don't call it Marsha. It's yeah. everywhere. You can't go in Gotham without running into a Thomas and Martha Wayne something. Uh, but he I takes it. Yeah, really. He takes Ace home and Bruce right away is not getting along with Ace and Ace doesn't like him, whatnot. Uh, but it is, it's one of these things where you're getting this backstory as well of how Alfred kind of had to, you know, take care of Bruce as well when his parents died and stuff. You get that correlation a bit there where Alfred is training Ace and it is pretty good. The best part of this whole annual is to me Alfred training Ace while Batman is just sitting at the back computer figuring out, yeah, figuring out different, you know, scenarios and stuff like that in the first one you have that he figures out you know he's he's investigating Two. something where the penguins involved yeah. then the next yeah. one it's two-face which was very funny to me where he's like a dual hostage taken by two by two dance studios by annual charity yeah. ball it but seems we have, too we have obvious all this description on both penguin and two-face the third panel Kite, Kite man. man. Yeah, it was really good. And then I really like he he has a uh, a riddle from the Riddler about it. You know what has no beginning, end, or middle. And you know I thought it was this podcast, but. Yeah, it's well, donut. Why is, yeah. It a, why is it a donut? That's a circle. You know, it's like so funny. You went right hey, to donut. I also hey, like the fact that it does look like Batman's playing Minecraft. Yeah, it does. <laughs> does, like that, does like, or, or maybe Donkey Kong. Like, and at that point, Alfred is getting the shit kicked out of him by Ace. I love this. Uh, yeah, and right. then it goes. This is where I said where. Bat, uh, Bruce is basically saying to Alfred then in this next sequence, like, listen, the dog has to be put down. There's no saving him. You know, sometimes the, you know, the wounds are too deep. They can't be healed. And at the same time where you're seeing him look at the painting 
of you know little Bruce well, and his parents. Of course, and I really you get like that, that duality about Bruce Wayne becoming Batman as well. The pain that created this monster. That's what I'm that saying. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I, I like it a lot. This is and a yeah, great story. Yeah, it, it is. And at that point. At that point, Bruce is pretty much, like I said, he's like the Joker broke him. There's, you know, can't go back. And he goes into the elevator going down. And I also like that he plays the key on the, the fucking, you know, the piano to open it up, all that oh, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. And, uh, after he goes down, Alfred's like, Hey, Ace, sit. And you see, that's the first part you see that Alfred, uh, has done some work with Ace. Ace, Ace has dominated the dog. Yeah. And then Batman, it's so funny, like the shit that happens with Batman. Like we said, he's at the back computer playing fucking Minecraft, but then he comes in. He's the fucking, well, why wouldn't he have taken that knife out of his shoulder while was he was driving? The whole goddamn time I was reading He waits like, the whole you time. You can bleed out, guys. You can bleed yeah. out. I guess. Yeah, he's you all know, bloody. If you ever get stabbed, you have to leave the knife in for you a reason. I don't want to leave that knife in, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it out. I'm taking it out. Now, do any of you think it's weird? I I know you do this with all dogs just because it's a goddamn common reaction, but right when he pulls the knife out and Ace gets up on the chair, he's like, it's okay, boy. It's okay. We've already established that Ace is a girl at yeah, this point. Yeah, I'm telling you. I don't even know if, if it's a boy or a girl. I think Ace is a boy anyway. I, that guy at the Humane Society, the pound, he didn't yeah, know he what don't the know hell he was talking about. Look, he, he, was just a a, he was freaking a, a high school kid getting the internship or something. See, yeah. I usually always think of Ace as a boy for some reason, just because for some reason yeah. I associate Ace with a boy. I don't know. Maybe that yeah. makes you sexist, sexist, Reggie. You're sexist. That's why. Yeah. You're, sexist. You're sexist. Actually, it's interesting. What you guys didn't know is that German Shepherds can actually change their sex depending <laughs> on the available oh. uh, genetic pool. Yeah, you I know, know that. I didn't know it's that. fucking weird. I never knew that. But yeah, mm -hmm. and this whole time this thing is going down, it is giving you the time frame and it ends up on Christmas Day. And there's Bruce sitting there. And Bruce, he's kind of a dick. Uh, not just because he hasn't been paying attention to Alfred, but calls him out because he notices there were no presents for him. And <laughs> I expected, oh, they didn't show December 24th when he went down. He's fucking rooting through to see where they are, that fucking <laughs> Alfred. That's a little of Jim Warner in his fucking mom's closet. Yeah, really. That's what I did. I got Pitfall very early on. I fucking played that for a month. That and kept wrapping it back He's up. like, no gifts from you, little son of a. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you fucking asshole. Shit. Companion, I raised asshole. you after your parents were murdered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still and, show me and, He's Back. been, you know, he's been getting Ace, obviously. That's the whole deal. He's been making, yeah. you know, getting Ace ready. Cause he's been that's too preoccupied gift. with Kite Man. Yeah, he's Kite Man. Yeah. And, yeah, he's like, hey, you know, I didn't get any presents. And that's when Alfred's like, oh, you know what? You know, I mu it must have been, I must have overlooked it. I'll go get you some breakfast. And then it is great when he's walking, world's greatest detective indeed. <laughs> and it was really good. Now, that, to me, this was the best story. The first story agree, to me was man. the best. And it's Tom King, so you get that. Well, you move on. And then, uh, unfortunately, for Dancing Mike, you have a Scott Snyder story, and this well, no, is... I just want to say something quick, though. I think the uh, reason that you guys are thinking that this could be a silent issue is because the storytelling is really good. Yes, you know, if, well if, you, if you do just, like, ignore the, the word balloons, you can tell what's yeah. going on. Yeah, you and, would and get the whole thing. The amazing thing, folks, is this is the way all comics used to be back in yeah. the long ago, but, you know, so... Here and by he the way, goes. I, I have been reading comics <laughs> most of my life, so... That's uh, most of your life, huh? Most of you! Yeah, I thought, I, that, I thought I, that was the updated version. I thought we weren't saying all our life anymore. Yes, it's most. Oh, yeah, we have to go most, most because we went back to episode one where we believed I said this, and it was just not most of my life. Yeah, it was all most. Of my life. Yeah, well, most there was there was life. a period before age four that I couldn't read. So yes. I, I didn't As we established, though, on the Twitter chat, my mother worked in a comic book shop while she was yeah, pregnant she and used to there. shove them deep inside of herself to give me <laughs> the full effect. That is disgusting. That's yeah, well, disgusting, my, my friend. 
That's how he found out about the invasion crossover, though, right? That oh, God, true. I hope my mother's not listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's probably listening. She's going to kill you. But, yeah, we move on to a Scott Snyder, Jacqueline Shelby. She was, she was talking to Toby Full on tonight, talking yeah, about how really. his ass. Toby right. is his brother now. Toby yep. is the favored brother now. <laughs> That's crazy. That's not can hard I, to beat. Can I get on oh, with this? You son oh, of a bitch. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, the next story is Scott Snyder and Declan Shelby, and it is, uh, it's not bad. It's not great. It is very, it's one of those, you're getting a very basic, uh, Batman gets to, like I said in the thing, he gets to smell the candy canes. It's, it's just one of those where uh, he has a thing. And Scott Snyder is doing what Scott Snyder does. He can't just say that right out. He's got to make it a little bit clever where Batman has this algorithm, uh, going that points out like things go through and if somebody has an emergency call whatever they're routed here or there he gets it first he gets it first and he heads off so uh this whole thing it seems to be like you know it it may be christmas eve it may be sometimes i don't i don't think it really spells it out i'm guessing that it's like the middle of december as well yeah, I just maybe, uh, a lot of people are out and about like that, you know. But it might be whatever it is. He's out and about, and the it, the algorithm's not hitting. Nothing's going on. There is nothing going wrong in Gotham that is something that he needs to pay attention to. Riddler's not and, coming out Christmas Eve throwing some goddamn donuts at us. Yeah, yeah, no donuts. And it, so while this is going on, you have this group of uh, people in these red jackets are heading out to the center. Uh, what is it like Gotham Center? I, I even forget I what it is. I wish I knew yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's something like that. But he he goes uh, there. Champion Square. Champion Square. And these people kind of seem like they're up. And, and here's the thing. What Scott Snyder's kind of playing with is these uh, – it is a comic. So you see people dressed in red coats all together. You think fucking shit's going down. And it ends up that they're just acrobats doing some fucking, you know – Things jumping off the statues and things, and Batman even tries to react at one point and then sees, and then sees that everything's fine and people are laughing they're having a thing now, and i do you even think, think these are rejects of haley's circus now that the no, circus was shut no. down after i don't know what the hell they're doing I, it's like an impromptu goddamn French. fucking yeah it's crazy no, this is cirque de soleil shit this ain't this ain't american circus like this is the next here. step to flash mobbing is where you do acrobats i don't think nowhere. anybody flash mobs anymore Eric. i think yeah. you're showing your age <laughs> oh no and all yeah. I know is that you this, YOLO, though, when you do that, yeah, remember? I was going to say hey, this, Jim, this story is not YOLO to me, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole thing in it is you get to see Batman smile. In the meantime, he's talking to Alfred and he's like, oh, you know what? Things are, you know, things are pretty slow. What's going on? And Alfred says, hey, when I was in the military, we, we had a name for this that, you know, before the bombardment starts up again, relax, have a smile. Batman gets to it. And I know a lot of people d- did their reviews, other sites really like this. Like, oh, I like seeing Batman smile. It was okay. The problem with me is that it was pretty standard. This was nothing that wowed me. There was no, like Scott Snyder, I was waiting for some fucking, you know, trick at the end or whatever there really wasn't. And maybe that's the charm of it, that he's just telling the story. It's Batman's time to breathe where he gets a chance to appreciate the holiday. Yeah, and the thing about it is the only thing that threw me is this algorithm explanation. Uh, I told you, Eric, it reminded me of that ha element that we got. Like everything has to be overly explained. Or the element number on freaking Yeah, really. Arkham spells out ha. Ha. it's got to be something the only, than it Yeah, is. and the only thing, yeah, that this whole algorithm, he could have just been driving around Gotham, and he's like, boy, yeah, not a lot of crime it. going on, but he had yeah. to have this algorithm thing. And then at the end, 
uh, it does happen. It's something pings and he's got to go off and, you know, fight crime again. And then it it's, ends with that algorithm a, being the bat segment. symbol. Yeah, it's, it's okay. not a bad segment to the story, but it's just like one of those like, okay, I, I read that. Let's move on. No, and I, I yeah. even forgot to mention Ray Fox also wrote with it. It's Scott Snyder and Ray Fox. I'm like, what do you need two oh, guys? Oh, I didn't to, even realize that. Yeah, what awesome, do you need two actually. guys to write a fucking well, Ray Fox wrote the dialogue. You know, what's Scott Ray yeah. Fox been up to recently? I'm yeah, actually I don't missing know. some Ray yeah, Fox yeah. in my life. And, uh, uh, work, actually. In, in the um, in the Batman All Star Batman backups, I'm actually one of the few people. It seems that I'm not really big on Declan Shalvey's art on those. He's never miss anymore. I yeah. actually like the art here. I, right. I think I like this it. is the better in some, art. In some pages, it looks pretty damn good. Other ones, not as good. But it's never bad. It like honestly, no. I usually don't like his Batman and the All Star Batman backups. Like I love his Duke, but his yeah. Batman always comes off subpar to me. Here, I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I don't know that that when he's smiling, it just doesn't look great to me. But it, I like it enough. I, yeah. I, this story was – it's probably my third favorite story of the issue. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was very – we, we get some stinkers going ahead, so it's not hard. Yeah, well, it was happen. very non-offensive. And I know that – I'm hoping that Reggie's with me because, Eric, you did not like the next story, the Harley story. I liked it. I, I, I actually thought it was pretty good. It's pretty much all nitpicky nonsense. It just did not feel like it was needed. No, it's Paul Dini and Neil Adams. And I think to me – I said to you, Eric, uh, when I read it and I was telling you at work, it almost to me – seems like and i don't know what reggie thinks i haven't talked to him about it it seems like this is almost like a victory lap for paul dini because it his almost character feels like a victory lap for fucking neil adams and neil myself. adams but I, i'm yeah. telling you this is uh harley has become so popular and the problem i think that with uh, paul dini even like i could say to you a bunch of characters now uh even like uh, the end of the new 52 the team Batgirl, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, the people were pretty much like acting like they had fucking created the world and Batgirl. Yeah. And the way Harley is, Harley is so popular. She's in the Suicide Squad movie. Everybody, you know, it was probably one of the biggest Halloween customs, but not a lot of people know that Paul Dini created her. And yeah. because if people, some people may even think that fucking Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor are, are, you know, the creators because people Please just go with that. what they see. <laughs> and so I really do think that I like this because it is Paul Dini getting to say like, hey, you know what? This my characters become ultra popular, and I'm going to do a story with her that where people yeah. are inspired by her. Uh, which which this- is weird though, too, because you take this character that he created with Bruce Tim during the Batman yeah, animated yeah. series run, but you do it in a way that is the current continuity of Palmiotti. Well, you do, story. and, like, and, you, know and what, you know what I saw. Well, how I saw it also was that this was not only a victory lap, but it was also a, like a tacit kind of co-signing of the Palmiotti Cotter run. Yeah, take, yeah, basically saying like. I'm okay with that. This is this yeah. is now in continuity. Well, and even it, even yeah, and even with that, and she she shows the you know steeplechase logo from yeah. Coney Island. That to me was saying like he's okay with her being yeah. in Coney Island. He's, and he's in the okay. meantime, when she's in Gotham, it seems to me like it's a victory lap that he's like, oh look, all oh, yeah. these people love her. Uh, also, in also a weird okay way, yeah, funny. I bet. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the the other thing that I thought I really liked and thinking you know a little more into it was that we have said all along. That the Coney Island Harley has her own continuity, has oh, her yeah. own little bit of outside the regular Real continuity, and I think that, that, that this match Batman up to Suicide Squad. Uh, no, and I think that this Batman fits very well into that Harley continuity. He's a well, little more happy. He's he's well, kind of the thing about this continuity as well. It, it is a throwback in my mind. I don't know if it's just because you know I don't know what Paul Dini's up to in comics anymore. Like if he's reading new shit or even Neil Adams for that fact because 
the Batmobile and Batman himself feel like a throwback to 80s Batman. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, See I that. think they just, it with these Adams, annuals, you know. I think they just said the Neil Adams draw however the fuck you want. I don't oh, know yeah, that he, they I'm went sorry, fully the, into he drew it. drew Batman the way he w- once was. I can't even talk yeah, anymore yeah. about him. But, like, even when they referenced when Batman was, was singing with the GCPD for the Christmas Cows, yeah. that's all the way back to, I think, like, uh, 69 and Batman 219. Yeah. 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 Uh, and again, that's like, like an old Silver Age thing yeah. of him, like, hanging out with the cops all the time. And, yeah. like, we said, like, I, you know, you read the Harley book, the regular Harley book, and Poison Ivy shows up. Doesn't seem like the Poison Ivy that we had that fucking six issue mini. It's kind of their own, a Harley continuity Poison Ivy. And I think I like this as this is the. Batman in that, like I said, every people can yell and scream. Oh, it's supposed it's, to be the same rebirth continuity, yeah, but we've you, said all along a fusion of old school it, it Silver Age little, combined with Pomeranian continuity. Yeah. yeah, I like Thank it, you. and Sorry. even like the the individual things in the story. Uh, you know, some of these are a little weird. You have Batman driving around, and people are you know committing crimes that are being stopped by people inspired by Harley and things like that. But also, it's also weird to me because the one thing that I said to you with this Batmobile looking. A little different uh that might explain why sometimes he's driving you would think that some of these people that are committing crimes would see that batmobile and maybe stop i said to you yeah. Eric, if i'm doing something and i see the batmobile I'm, I'm not gonna commit crimes while that's driving by but in the meantime everything that batman sees going on like, it's yeah. like, i think it was the dark knight like uh, uh part of the goddamn nolan trilogy where the, the bat symbol was in the sky and people were like you know what yeah. i'm not fucking with you tonight yeah. i'm not doing anything bad yeah kind yeah. of thing and so this, you have this, this is the nineties. This is definitely the nineties. Jim Aparo, I think, did this uh Batmobile. It looks like a okay, Camaro. Well, so. 90s, yeah. it, it looked a little Early different 90s. to me then. It looks like, like okay. Kit. I, like, I was waiting know, for him to when talk. I was, Michael. At it, I was I was trying to compare it to the ninety like when uh, Nightfall series going, I'm like, it looks a little bit like more old school than that. So I was going eighties just to try to like, you know, make myself it might, okay. be, yeah. it might be a little bit it might be slightly different but it's basically it's basically a camaro with like you know the the headlights up on yeah, the hood yeah. yeah. i bet if they went over you'd see the batman shape but the, but it looks just like a regular car in profile yeah uh, I, it might have been late 80s too but it definitely went into the early 90s and that was uh your man Jim Aparo, who's going to get three volumes. Because I know when Nightfall like, came out, they had that crazy, almost like Reggie was just trying to push song. something, Eric, and you interrupted him. He was going to oh, give a commercial for pushing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> push that, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I drink it. No, no. Yeah, but when, when Nightfall happened, it, it, it they did change it up to I think to look more like the uh, uh, what the hell we call it, the Batman movie one. Didn't they kind of like gussy it up? But, no, uh, no. It, it was actually more of a sports car back then, oh, which yeah, was they, weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's what I think this is, but. But it, even so, it, at, through the whole thing, Harley is singing, you know, Christmas carols, and of course, it's the, you know, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. It, you know, it, it, that's a good laugh. It, it's an easy laugh, but it's good, and all these people are going. Uh, now, you guys sung that too when you were kids, right? Oh, yeah. I always did. Yeah. I'm I, did you? I actually want to find out the exact moment that became a thing. That became a thing. Oh, We'd have to look into it. Uh, yeah, yeah and even then, that sounds like a like a weird comics history right there. I've been looking into it. I better come. They don't go the that show. low brow, Eric. They're fancy <laughs> over there. They don't go <laughs> low brow it's like that. Else, we don't deal with that. Sorry. No, 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 Robin, no. Hey, hey, get the fuck out of here, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they sweetheart. do that, I want Dancing you? Mike to sing it for him. He needs to be on there. Uh, <laughs> That'd but yeah, be awesome. and. 
the whole time then Batman's saying, listen, I'm taking it to Gotham City limits. I'm going to drop you off. And Harley's like, oh, my God, it's, it's you know, it's cold, whatever. Yeah, if you don't like that, you're going to Arkham. In the meantime, he drives her to Coney Island and, you know, lets her off. And there's the whole gang from Harley I'm to Coney you. Island. I, I'm telling you, we talked about this earlier in the week. It's just I like the illusions that, like, you know, Harley Quinn has made a difference a bit with her new, like, persona in Gotham. I just didn't understand it all where we had this young girl trying to give off toys for tots and finds a bunch of kids trying to steal from it and becomes a Harley Quinn type character and fends them off. Nah. But like when we get to the point where this woman is being mugged by like this, this guy and when we, she's surrounded by a bunch of Harley Quinns and I'm wondering to myself at first, like, is this her inner Harley Quinn taking forward? But no, we find at the end, just a, a bunch of Harley Quinns. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, parade, parade of Harley Quinns, yeah. which yeah. is weird for the city. It is uh, a parade. Would, why would Gotham have a Harley Quinn balloon? That's what I was wondering. I well, like, and even that, uh, one of the guys who's at the parade looks like he's dressed up as a Joker. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that a crazy freaking parade going on, yeah. but I don't know. It's Again, it's, I like, it's just I like goofy. the idea where Harley has made a difference besides for her villain like persona that like people are taking this like, I'm going to fend for myself almost crazy attitude defending myself, but it just does not play all the way I want it to here. Yeah, I think when they get back to Coney Island, also, I like that uh, Big Tony has a gun. <laughs> He's pointing it in the air. But you got Eggy. You got Poison Ivy. You know, you got them all. And I do like it. And also, the thing that I thought, it's one of those stories where you have a story where a kid ends up in the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Santa Claus's sleigh and goes around right. and delivers some, some gifts yeah, for the yeah, night. Yeah. It kind of had that feel to me. Yeah, I liked it. Did. I liked it a lot. What? The one thing I thought about that while, like, you know, with that aspect in mind, the whole Santa Claus, you're with him, they're delivering everything, is that I don't know how we got to Coney Island without Harley realizing that yeah, they were she was, on the She was occupied by a, singing. If you look, what, she's just, always looking at oh, him. She was. She never seemed just, to be looking anywhere else. He, it's he, just she, a weird in my mind because I, I try to think to myself where Gotham is, where DC is trying to point us where Gotham is, you know, <laughs> yeah. Coney Island. It's so funny. I know. Shut it up, makes Reg. no sense. That, that is the, the least thing. It's an annual, it's an annual story about Harley and Batman driving around. You're worried Reggie, about fucking geography. Reggie, do me a favor. Christmas morning, I want you to get up early and see if the sun rises on New York at four o'clock in the morning. Hey, it might. Okay. It just may. The eight rises, whatever it fucking wants. All because of this, because they get back at four o'clock in the morning and the sun is rising. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! It's winter time. That ain't shit. That's why I didn't like. Neil Adams is a psychic. Okay, if he says that's going to happen, that's going to happen. Goddamn prophet, he is. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it. I I thought it was good. And then we go to the next story. We go to the next story, and it's fucking nonsense. And this first off, it's Steve Orlando and Riley Rossmo, and this story number one. Why pair these two together? I know that DC themselves aren't going to sit there and say to themselves, boy, that Monster Man was a piece of shit. Uh, they they probably have no idea. And this was probably written before then anyway, or yeah. at least during. And you get that Riley Rossimo art with Steve Orlando, and all I can think of is the fucking Monster Man, I want to kill somebody. And yeah. it starts off, it's in Gotham City, and they have turned an alley between two buildings. They've turned it into a winter wonderland. It looks like they have pretty much, I don't know, it's spelled out later that it's plywood and stuff, but it looks like... goddamn North Pole fucking look well, for goddamn Here's the thing, though. It's weird because it is... It's winter, and it is snowing. Why yeah. did they have to make 
this winter wonderland, as they're saying. And basically, what I think this winter wonderland, how they made this, was just with either a snow machine and, and yeah. fucking, you know, spray some water on the ground. This is not anything that's crazy. Uh, and well, they put trees in there too. They I put think. trees, oh, but yeah, and then they? probably put a snowblower in there, and all the kids are I having mean, have fun. Have you ever seen a city alley full of snow that hasn't been tended to? You don't want to go in there; it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, really. Mean, it's just like well, a, not it's here. Like mostly, it's they mostly shit. And I it, did it, once it, in Baltimore. I was fucking comprised all the time. Once I got yeah, scared. Really. Oh, it, it's yeah. all spelled out that it's this Barry O'Neill. Barry O'Neill has set this up. He's a philanthropist. He's the guy who inspired Martha Wayne. He's a hundred years old, and he has Almost. made he has made this this Winter Wonderland. In the meantime, they're having a giant celebration and a <laughs> I, is it a press conference? Is it just because who the fuck is there listening? They are making this big this presentation. Conference. It's but a bunch Barry of kids. O'Neal, Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon, no adults. A and they bunch are of kids. the only motherfuckers there yes. besides the kids on the train they going have, around and around. Yeah, they have a podium where they're like you know, <laughs> announcing stuff to nobody. Why is this happening? It doesn't even make sense. It's only a hokey way to get to the next part of the story. And this 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 story's nonsense it's fucking terrible because the next thing ends up happening is fucking minister blizzard shows up and says you mock my life's work what the fuck is this life's work i'm Who telling you this guy Are we ever I, this guy? he Remember? is a wonder woman villain in the past that it's it's, it's an older villain i'm telling you uh, the other day, I, I went by and they were filling up the rink. They have a uh, ice rink in Quakertown where they yeah. they put the water down. It freezes. I, I told them, you better fucking watch out. Mr. Blizzard's Mr. in town. Blizzard Minister gonna Blizzard's going to get you. Yeah. I'm telling you, Minister Blizzard is going to have a fucking long fucking night if he's going after P- everybody who's making a <laughs> Christmas-type fucking thing. Yeah, he's like, Macy's is there. They're setting up a, a display in, in the window. Oh, no. You mock my life's work. What is this life's work? This, this is the war on Christmas. This is the war on Christmas we've heard about. It's all from it, Minister Blizzard. You have Minister Blizzard who you mock. It, it's snowing. It's winter time. And it, this isn't. I said to Eric, I could, I could see if this was July. They got Weather Wizard yeah. there and made July into winter. And he's like, you know, nobody does you. this by me. I am the Weather yeah. Wizard. Oh Only I God. can do this. This is my job during yeah. fucking three months just, of the summer. I You're really, taking it away from me. I want to just. I, I'm telling you, it's such a thing. I really just want to act out this whole goddamn issue because it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> and he's like, he shows up. You mock my life's work. And then he says. I warned you, your plywood ice world is a fake. Only I can truly return the world to the ice from which it came. No, it is winter. It's snowing, you stupid son of a bitch. It's winter. Yeah. Oh, my God. This fucking story. He's mad at winter. I I don't know what he's mad at. Nonsense. Yeah. And then he comes in. Bruce disappears like he would to become Batman. And Jim and I argued about because, like, I always had the idea that this was like inside someplace. Like, yeah, he thought it was inside, like they were in an and auditorium, Jim was talking, like an alleyway, whatever you know, whatever you want to give it. Because Bat- uh, Bruce Wayne runs away, goes up some stairs, becomes Batman, and then decides he's going to jump through a goddamn window to get back to wherever he is, whether he's inside or out. Yeah. He's jumping through a window to get back into it, and for some reason, Riley Rossman decided. I'm going to make Batman look like he's surprised. He's shocked yeah. as hell to jump He's that surprised window. that he's in a shitty story like this. <laughs> he's no, like wants he's to about be. to fall off the rope. He's yeah. like, so yeah. in, in, the mean, in the meantime, O'Neill tells Gordon, like, oh, my God, it's my fault. He was sending me letters. 
<laughs> and I didn't think he was serious. So there's Minister Blizzard. He's like, okay, take notation. Uh, you are turning winter into a ridiculousness. This is my life's work. Stop. It is place not Santa. What, How what dare letters? You? What letters is he sending? It, yeah. it, this is the stupidest thing. Then he says, listen. Turns out he, that Minister Blizzard is a fundamentalist, and he's not about to put Santa no, in his he, Christmas. He, he doesn't believe in global warming, I heard. But he says, I've I'll dedicated my book. life to restoring the Ice Age, O'Neill. What the fuck does that have to do with a <laughs> bunch of kids playing in an alley in Gotham that's, in the winter? The because Orlando tries to point out that it's possible that he has his own like country, his yeah. own winter kingdom that he is the fucking minister of, yep. the prime minister of, and he's going to come all the way to Gotham to fucking shut down mm-hmm. this alleyway and, display. And he says, uh, it goes on, your winter world insults me, my life struggle packaged <laughs> as a children's trifle. Again, his life struggle, he is angry because they have turned an alleyway into Gotham into a winter wonderland during, during the, the winter. winter. It's yeah, snowing. Was, it's all over the place. It's struggle. snowing. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Mr. Blizzard. And then he Fuck says, so the best Why? is what everybody Why? loves. I'm not Mr. mad. He says, he's not mad. There is a hidden kingdom encased in snow, but your human money and shabberies can't bring it back. Shabber- what is he talking about? The cost will be much higher. And all these kids are there. They're yelling. And then it, it's not even clever because then he's like, uh, the cost will be much higher starting with your blood and then batman comes out and batman's big you know action movie line is you want someone to give blood blizzard start with yourself i'm telling you he might as well have come out and said i know you are but what am i yeah, yeah. it's the worst it's so that is, bad that is a good message to uh, give blood for the holidays people yes yeah, that, that is that is a good that yeah. is a good deal and then blood of christ you, blood of christ yeah and you have <laughs> you have uh minister blizzard then just keeps like moaning and then in the meantime uh Gordon has God. to tell O'Neill, listen, it's not your fault. You know, uh, you, you know, he says, I should have listened to the letters. People could have been hurt. He's like, listen, yeah, yeah. He, for all we know, he's from Bayonne. What the fuck Bayonne. are you talking about? Why would you pick Bayonne, New Jersey to fucking say nobody knows what Bayonne is? And then he yeah. says, you should have told the GCPD, but you, well I get it. City. Yeah, he's like, I, I get it. You didn't want to tarnish the night. So now Gordon, who has just been there now. Tell me if I'm wrong. What happened now is that these kids are there. A fucking crazy-ass lunatic comes Dude, out of nowhere. Half of those kids are frozen still. <laughs> I, I don't know. But even so, they're there. And what they saw happen was this minister blizzard shows up. Oh, starts yelling. The kids probably think he's talking a different language because this dialogue's terrible. And he's yelling oh. stuff. Batman crashes through it. He, Batman can't take a goddamn door. He has to crash out a window. They fight. Batgirl and the shit out of this. Fucking... Batman punches the shit out of Minister Blizzard. He's bleeding and moaning. And what Gordon says to O'Neill is, hey, you know what? You gave the kids a wonder for one night. They didn't have to deal with uh, crime or Batman. <laughs> Where the f- what the fuck was he looking at? That's exactly what happened. That, that is only what happened. This history two seconds later, Gordon. That's what yeah. happened. And honestly, it, the kids I, I will never remember that. Oh, no, no. The fucking yeah, they're frozen. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. I would have loved if we had Gordon or fucking like uh what is it? Uh, Barry O'Neill there sitting keep Batman jumps in, Mr. Boyce is there, one punch <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. It, it's crazy. It's nonsense. It is so oh my nonsense. God, what is wrong? The dialogue it, is so bad. No, the, Why the would best you say part, this? We just saw Batman in front of all these kids taking out crime. No, and How and can the, you the, say be- this? the best part of it 
this doesn't have anything to do with the story of what they want no. to continue because Absence it goes off. Yeah. yeah, then Batman's sitting in his uh, goddamn you know library, and in comes fucking Pinocchio Duke. He, it looks terrible. And he, uh, what is he giving? He says, "Hey, Kate, that Alfred make these up. She's celebrating this week." What? What? Ce- what are those? She's are celebrating this week. No, 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 folks. That that's what we call Hanukkah guilt. That's what yeah. Jewish kids get. I see. Hanukkah, I see the star, but I just why does he oh, have to they say don't that? Usually have oh, I didn't notice the star them. before. Yeah, I that's saw. I saw the star. I just it's weird that Duke has to point it out. What is is Kate a non-practicing Jew most of the time? And this it's different this year. It's so stupid. He gives the stuff, and then Batman's like looking at it, and he's like, hey, I can punch Minister Blizzard or Lord Deathman every time, but, you know, I can't stop uh, fucking Father I can't Time. Take because, Hanukkah. Yeah, he want, he's support. upset because he thinks O'Neill is eventually, O'Neill's going to die, and Alfred can't write enough checks to turn everything in the Martha and Thomas Wayne <laughs> Foundation stuff. But he says, and, and again, all of a sudden you go from the story where it's Minister Blizzard with the shabberies, and now he, it's Bruce <laughs> talking about this, you know, I can't stop Father Time. Eventually everybody's going to die. I can't stop that. Uh, what is going on in this story? It's just ridiculous. And then you have it. It switches off to O'Neill where he comes in, he takes off his coat, and he's like, oh, what's going on? And then he gets his I, – I can't – I would like to say his throat gets sliced. I don't know exactly what happens because the knife – yeah, no, the knife looks like it's a slash. The knife looks like it's a slash though, the way it's done. But it looks like in, in reality somebody stabbed him in Jim, the – well, it's not Jim, somebody. Jim. It's Stag out of nowhere. What? I'm an honest signal. Yeah, yeah. Stag says then – kills O'Neill and says, I am an honest signal. Ingest that because then it says end the stag is coming in 2017 and oh, I'm out so I'm done I, I, I'm with Eric the minute that I saw that I'm like I fuck it can we keep 2016 going I I would even but read the monster year, man I think this looks worse this looks so bad the other thing that gets me in this is it really does feel Tom like King, don't leave me it, I'm telling you, it feels like uh, you're at a Christmas party. I'll even go Christmas because of the theme of all these. You're at a Christmas party, and everybody's having fun. You have the one fucking guy who's trying to sell you fucking knives or, or something. It's like you have these little stories Christmas going, and this has to be a fucking advertisement for a goddamn event that nobody wants. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I hope that they – can they fire him? Can they get – I know he's he is exclusive, <laughs> they so they're not going like to. That. I, oh, I mean, they they could break it, but they they have to pay him a bundle of money. I'm sure some kind of clause him. like that. It, I do terrible. not want them to pay him money anymore. He's awful. He is awful. I I, I can't take it. I really can't. I hate Brian yeah. Hitch. I, I don't. Here's the thing. Brian Hitch at least gets an out because he's an artist who is trying to write. I'll give him a little bit of an out. Steve Orlando's a writer, and he's a writist. A he's writist. awful. He's awful. He's terrible. I, he is well, now – he's on my list. I just – it's nonsense. <laughs> and then you have Riley Rossimo art that it just makes you think of the Monster Men and, and nothing in this makes you think any different. He, he's fucking terrible. I hope he listens to this too. Fucking starts crying. The thing is, you talk about Riley Rossmo and uh, when we had the freaking like the DCYU preview showing us the new shit coming forward yeah. earlier uh, – was that like last year now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, two May's ago, what it was. And I saw the Constantine, the Hellblazer stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I'm all like into this kind of art style. 
We got yeah. issue number one of that. I liked Riley Rossmo doing the uh, Constantine series. Mm-hmm. Anything besides that, though, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's, Riley, and, and, stick to Constantine and I'm telling you, I dug they, your shit there. They, they, make, they make it Girl. seem like goddamn Steve Orlando <laughs> and Riley Rossmo. They're the fucking Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. They do no wrong. In their mind, I'm telling you, you pair these two up and it's like almost like DC thinks that this is going to, you know, set all the girls on fire here. You're going to have crowds waiting for this. They have already the the combo of those two have already ruined it. They they already have ruined any sort of thing. I see them. I'm running. I'm getting the fuck out. When when I saw Riley Rossmo drawing a naked Hugo Strange working out in the cauldron, which is the basement of some place, apparently. Here's the problem. I was looking at The, the best is. You, you're saying that. I, I'm sure when we see the script, if you did, that's what Steve Orlando wanted him to write. He's like, write yeah. this, you know, here's Hugo, weightlifting nude. What was the cauldron, Jim? I, I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to move on. There's one last story. And the last story is by... I forget. <laughs> Who was Hold it? Hold on, by? I got it. It's I got Scott it here. Brian Scott Brian Wilson yeah. and Bill Casevoli. And uh, Bill Casevoli is the person who is going to be Lopes. on. It's the she's going to be on the uh, Wonder Rob Woman Bennett. coming up. She's going to take play uh, take a. Uh, now, Nicholas Scott's uh, art on, on Wonder Woman. Before you go forward, this you're talking about how she's taken over for freaking Nicholas Scott and Wonder yeah. Woman. Don't look at this and for some no, I'm because you, this, this is not great. For me because when we had the Wonder Woman interlude. Her art, I, I have no I idea. I think it's the colors. The I think that the washed out colors here uh, do not help the art at all. I don't know because I loved freaking Bill Quist's freaking art in the Wonder Woman interlude. Here, it's, it goes I'm back to I'm telling you, if you remember, though, that Wonder Woman sugar is really lush and whatever. This is a lot more like Sugar and Spike. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And I think uh, I would even guess. I'm not even sure or whatnot. But it is uh, Colors by Matt Lopez, and uh, I would wonder if that might have been the sugar. And so it might be also the colors on the Wonder Woman. Be. I don't know. But the oh, colors are very, very washed out here. It doesn't do it any good. And the story story is not great either. The story is just not great. You have I, I a, do like the art, but as a follow-up to Nicholas Scott, no. This is no. Not like no, I'm telling you, Reggie, did you read the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman interlude? I don't think yeah. so, no. It was, because it was really good. It was good. ten times better than this. Yeah, it really was. It was really good. The art was great. Uh, I actually yeah. was very surprised because I was afraid with Bill Quist coming on doing this. I'm like, oh, the art's going to be fucking terrible, especially well, after Nicholas Scott. I actually liked it more than Nicholas Scott, who was my artist of the year at one of these end-of-the-year showcase award man. things that we yep. do. Yeah. Uh, well, the story is – I like the way it's set up. I like that the idea that – uh, Scarecrow is kind of testing out some fear talks and he's doing it in a, a very holiday way by making it smell like gingerbread, but it's a lower dose that makes people anxious. I actually like that. I like the setup like, is yeah, fine. That's I like the cool setup a lot. Setup. I like that even the setup where you don't even know what's going on at first and it's Batman kind of like, oh, you're a disgrace. You, you know, oh, a real yeah, hero wouldn't put a gas really mask. Smooth. And it makes sense. In the meantime, there's Haunter, uh, which I looked and i could not find no, anything up i, well, I think man. it's a news is haunter find... a pokemon right that's the advanced form of gas i looked it up all i could find was a goddamn pokemon yeah. looking for this old ass villain not... but w- this is seems to be a new character 
Yeah, and she is tied to Scarecrow. So she's in this, and Arkham is having a good behavior holiday party. There's some classic <laughs> villains there. Freaking Ventriloquist is there. Uh, Mad and Hatter are the two we that really point out. And a freaking callback to the Nightfall fucking Sako yeah, thing. Yeah, Sako. And, and, uh, came in out. the meantime, though, she's going around and giving out little things that she's carved out of uh, her medicine that she has selectively not digested, so it means she shit them out. And, it and just, they're fine. Why? Why is she doing this? What does this push the story any bit? It doesn't look like she's doing it to get their who DNA. Who doesn't want to think of an old well, lady shitting yeah, out Yeah, she whole ends thing. up being a villain who can, uh, if she gets a hold of any of your DNA, you're done. You, you really can just kill her. But, you know, she could kill not, you. That's not a bad premise going forward, but from what we get... It's fucking bullshit. I'm telling you. Scott Brown right away, there's like, yeah, there's like three pages of this nonsense, though. It's yeah. it's nothing. And then she's like, basically, she's just going to escape, and she just does. And she goes out. In the meantime, Batman's going around trying to stop it's, these it's, drones. It's shit to escape from fucking Arkham. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she goes, and the, the worst part of this is she gets out. She's talking to herself, and it looks like she just goes into a pile of trash to yeah. get clothes. Now, is this clothes that she has gotten set up by the scarecrow because the way she's spelling it out it seems in like she's mind, saying to me that they were 20 when, years ago whenever yeah, she was like incarcerated there, she yeah. had stashed them there and yeah. i'm telling you the whole thing, pile of garbage bags ivy remember what you said to me 20 years ago yeah. in your face i'm telling you when i saw this i'm like okay this has to be a classic fucking villain that only maybe appeared once or twice yeah, i yeah. have to look this up found nothing but yeah. like this throws my whole continuity thing right off the goddamn bat where Ivy has now been around for 20 years. I'm like, oh, yeah. good. And it, again, it's that. an annual, but it just, oh, no. I'm still, oh, no. I'm still taken aback by that she, her clothes basically that we are led to believe 20 years ago were in these garbage bags. Jim, Wait, what the fuck? Gotham Why isn't Gotham collecting garbage? Strikes. What's it's that? A terrible trash truck. Twenty years, and it <laughs> looks like years. it's Good under. It, she may have thrown like three garbage bags away to get to her clothes. It's fucking stupid. And in the meantime, all these people are going around Gotham because of this fear toxin, this low-level fear toxin, and everybody's anxious. And like, oh, I didn't get the good enough presents. Or, oh, man, I fucked up that date. That's why they didn't call. It's okay. I don't mind that part of it. But, I mean, but why do you need extra f- gas to make know. you anxious around the holidays? I don't I mean, know. Is yeah, and that, well, I said, the only thing, because oh, I even worst. said there, and, yeah, and you don't need that. And really, all you're getting is that, Scarecrow is testing it out. I de- what, what the fuck else does Scarecrow do? What is he <laughs> testing out? Is it the it's, scent it's that he's testing? Yeah. So then Batman's on the Batman's on the scene. Really? Drones before this. That's well, as you is. can see, that Batman's on the scene. He's following Haunter, and Haunter goes to this little shack that looks it's like it might be. Stand. It might be. It, it looks like to me, it's actually like a shack on a uh, skating rink that is covered with snow. Because you see how see, Haunter's going across. Now, Reggie, she's Reggie, definitely I'm going across. I, I ice. don't know New York City the way that you do are there newsstands within the parks no here's uh, the deal this is not a newsstand because there are no newspapers there's oh, no newspapers behind there's a lot of fucking you know he looks like he has a he's selling jellies yeah i don't know what the hell he's doing but honestly the, the setup of it seems it like a newsstand though that he is replaced with whatever shit he's trying to pull at this point yeah i actually I just know. think it's like if anything at some points this i'm telling you this is a, a ice skating rink that she's going across because the way she's going and you see the snow there when this would be a place that would sell hot chocolate and shit like that <laughs> while people are ice skating and, and he is still 
wait, wait, hold on. When Batman breaks through the back and looks like he breaks Scarecrow's goddamn yeah, back. Yeah. Well, the thing sick. that I'm saying there, is there's, there's a little plaque there. I wish we could read that plaque yeah. because well, I Scarecrow, I'm looking and he's, he looks to be selling little like almost like those gifts where you can buy a jar that's filled with cookie mix hey, and you like make a that. Almost like a freaking snow globe and conversion yeah. super. Well, plate. here's the problem is. Who is buying shit from the Scarecrow? He is dressed up as the Scarecrow <laughs> trying to sell stuff. I told you. He's got to keep the lights on. What do you think? <laughs> he's got to keep the lights the on. Is free. Who, this is like when we said before where you had in Green Arrow where a guy is selling clocks and just thinks that he should sell them as the Clock King. In this comic book world, that are is not a good business me, plan. Are you trying to tell me that if you came across Scarecrow and he was selling whatchamacallits for 30 cents, you wouldn't buy a bunch of them? You'd be like, eh, Eric whoa, loves the whatchamacallits. I'm telling now, you what I wouldn't do, though. Bar actually like doodads. He's talking <laughs> to the candy bar. I, I'm no, telling no, you, yeah, at one point, it bar. looks like he might have a jar of oranges. I don't I know what it, it is. I'm yeah, not buying like that from the scarecrow. The van told me he's selling fucking whatchamacallits. I'm getting in to buy mm. some. Scarecrow. I goddamn yeah, I'm telling you, who is going to buy anything from the scarecrow? Why is the scarecrow in full garb? He, he does have, he could be Jonathan Crane there. It's, it's a fallback for if the sphere toxic thing doesn't work out for him. Everybody's going to have a fallback, man. Now, here, also, I'm telling you, you were upset before about Harley and, oh, why are they having a parade with Harley? Who is it like, who's giving Scarecrow a permit to have this business? Look, it's look, fucking ridiculous. Every other night besides tonight, he is Jonathan Crane, regular fucking looking dude. He just decided, he decided to show to up. He decided to yeah. show up as Scarecrow this night. And yeah, yeah at this point, there's Honor. Honor's like, oh, look, I have Batman's DNA. I have it. He falls down. And it's so stupid. It, so why did he even do point. this? He yeah. falls why down to pretend he he's dead. Down? It doesn't now, do anything I, for the I'm plan. Jeff, I, I was telling you earlier this week. I want to know who actually fucking died. Whose DNA was this? Yeah, yeah, because, because yeah, Eric's, Eric's, uh, Eric assumes that this was a DNA from somebody else. Batman gave her, or she got this DNA. Somebody just like, died. I'm telling you, she went to fucking uh, Blackgate, found Joe Chill, took his hair, and gave it to it'd Scarecrow. It would be so, be so funny if Scarecrow just passed out beside him. But yeah, in the meantime, Batman gives his, like, oh, you think that's my Two DNA? <laughs> and then in the meantime says, yeah, I worked on a nerve toxin, and now you oh. can't move. Uh, what what the fuck happened? And then the worst of it is, this is the the worst part, I think, and anybody who likes this, this story, I, I want to smack you, because <laughs> they're there frozen, the nerve toxins, there, they're paralyzed, and he says basically they have two options. You can sit here and freeze to death, which is nonsense, or, you know what, I, we can take it back to God, or Arkham. And then he goes, hey, you, you, you can't talk? Your jaw's stuck. I'll loosen it up. He is rolling oh up his sleeves. He is going to beat the shit out of a lady. I, you know, Scarecrow, I don't really and care. Look, he's he's going to beat the shit out of this lady. And it, the best is he's going to punch her. She's going to get the DNA. It, it's nonsense. It is the fucking worst story. Actually, the Steve Orlando was the I worst, but this is just that ridiculous. Was no, no, that this was, this, this yeah. was the second worst. Yeah, but they, this and also, this awful. last page has so much dialogue, it's ridiculous. Like, they just saved everything for this. When I read this issue that Haunter was a legacy character of some sort, yeah. like she might be that nobody online has decided to feel like, you know, hey, look, you guys should find out about Haunter. I'm going to put her online. Maybe she is. I don't know. I looked for it. Couldn't find a goddamn thing. Oh. I really wish it was a legacy character of some kind, though. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I call I her just... Hinter. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand. It. I was just it's looking not, at the. It's not a bad idea to have a like a villain that could kill you by your DNA. That seems like common yeah, fucking logic okay. to the fucking. Nth degree. Yeah, that's not bad. 
That's not bad, but it just, it's just nonsense. But I, and then I Batman's get... going to break some jaws. If they don't say anything, they're going to freeze that night. The end. Yeah. The, these are these are tough issues to uh, to rate because of the way, you know, I did like three of the five stories. So I'm not going to say that it's not worth picking up. I do think it's no. worth picking up. It's just those it last two are just nonsense. But I, I did, I gave it a seven out of ten. I, I do think that it's worth getting if you like Batman. If you want to just have a, a stupid holiday deal, that, you know what I mean? Something like that. But I, I didn't mind it. But those last two are just infuriating. But what would you give it, uh, Eric? Eric, oh, I'm yeah. up next. Nice. You're I would first. actually give it a 7.5 out of 10. I was okay. actually surprised that you gave it a little bit lower. Those first two stories, though, I liked enough yeah. that I could wade through the nonsense I'm telling you, if I was going, uh, if I I was going, if I'm buying this, I'm buying it for the goddamn A story. Yeah, if I was going individual, that that A story might be a 9.5 to me. Uh, That Steve Orlando might be a 2. It really is an awful story. This is a hard fucking issue to gauge like that. It's just that the enjoyment I had from the first two stories outweighed the fucking disappointment I had for the last three. Yeah, yeah. What would you give it, Reggie? I'm sorry, hold on. Before Reggie goes. (laughs) The Harley thing does have its merits. I just had some issues. It's a fun little story. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Having yeah. Neil Adams on fucking art it's, and Paul Dini writing, it's a nice little treat for you for Christmas is what it and, is. And it was pretty solid Neil Adams art. We know from yeah. the Superman, he can get a little loose. And this was yeah. a lot tighter and more, you know, uh, seemed like just uh, better done. Uh, I'd give it to do the same thing as Eric, though. I think it's a 7.5 book. And I, because I still like the art in the last story. I don't really hate Riley Rossmo, like you do, although I have the same Monster Men, uh, you know, yeah, fallout. Yeah, Bill Quist on the last one, it's just that, I thing is, I never thought I'd like Bill Quist from what we saw with Sugar Spike. The Wonder Woman interlude really made me realize that there's yeah. some shit here that I have not seen that I look forward to. This did not inspire me to that idea that I had. The way, th- the way this is drawn, I wouldn't want to see this as the regular art on Batman or Wonder Woman, but for, a short, for a short story... I, I was okay with it. You know what I mean? It's like it's uh, just you the know, story didn't come all the way together for it. No, it didn't. The story was not as good as the art, and you know. But still, I, I think the Ace was really put this thing way so up good. there. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, that was good. And even um, though I'm telling you, Ace might not carry over to regular continuity at this point. Like Ace and Titus might not be hanging out in the Batcave, but we have it there just in case we want to deal with it further. Like with, yeah. if another writer took on Ace is there. Ace is a beloved character from the Batman Beyond, even the Silver Age Batman, whatever. We like Ace. It's a great Ace story. Yeah, yeah. I liked Ace. I, and I liked that story the most. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we're going to move on, though. We have another uh, issue. And I'm going I'm to be quiet because I was looking at the chat and Dr. Light's wife doesn't like me. She said, I, I don't <laughs> shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to talk no anymore. No wife likes uh, you. Uh, Dr. Light said, uh, bad touch Dr. Light. Like you, ba- I know. Well, bad touch Dr. Light uh, is saying that he's still making her listen. So I will I will make sure that uh, there's less That's on Jim. Dr. Light. That's not on you, There's baby. less Jim in this. Uh, I, really, I think that uh, his... Wife would probably like me during the the week because I really do not talk a lot normally. When we get on this, that's when I start getting all crazy oh, yeah. and yelling. I oh, do I, not I talk a people, lot. I wish people could hear you before we record. Yeah, you first I barely say it, anything. Like, you see Reggie and I fucking change. That sounds like I'm going to jump off a fucking bridge because yeah, I, I, yeah like, it really is. Are you, there, are you with us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up. I just sit there. I usually I even said to Eric because I didn't know how we were going to do this when we start up. Usually I am just. 
randomly hitting sound effects and not oh, yeah. saying a word for 40 <laughs> minutes. I do in not say mind, anything. Like, okay, Jim wants to go now. We should stop talking, Reggie. Yeah, and then I'll just start yelling like, hey, you know, I, I come to life. But, yeah, I'll just shut my mouth. There you go. That's what you get. Right. You go, Eric, because it's your book anyway. I'm going to be Superman, Superman Annual Number 1, written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Seda Timofante. Timofante. You can't beat summertime in Hamilton County, or at least the time when you grow lettuce. And it's during this time that Superman finds himself confronted by Swamp Thing, who wants to tell him all about how he doesn't belong in this world. And after a few fights and a few hurt feelings, Superman becomes a part of our world through the power of belief. Nobody seems to give a shit about Lois and John not belonging, though. The end. Fair enough. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, not, really. I'm not allowed to talk here. Uh, I I know that. I, uh, can I talk? Should I? Should I? Yeah, talk go ahead, baby. I'm allowed to talk, uh, but it's your issue, Eric. Maybe I should just you know step back a little. And... Now the the problem I have with this issue, a lot of people were going gaga for it, and it, I find you, it a I, lot of smoke and mirrors. I think it's it actually like I always the say, art, it's like that or shock and all. The art's great. I love the art. Whenever I'm, Jorge and Menace is on on the art on this, like I love Patrick Gleason, but for like Jorge and Menace being the backup artist. On yeah. like whenever Patrick Gleason has to take a break and catch up, whatever. The book looks fantastic to me, and I actually get more excited for it for some reason. Yeah, like yeah, I, I'm not it saying looks that fantastic. fucking uh, Patrick Gleason is a schlup or something like that, but uh, I love it whenever he's on the art. But this yeah. issue, for some reason, even though people love it, I think this art is just a little bit subpar yeah, compared I to like what we all I, I really usually like get. It. Uh, the problem is, is that you even said that you thought the the basic thing. Uh, goes around with superman not being uh right with this world he's not in tune with the world and it also calls back yeah yeah it's all hokey (laughs) uh but it it also goes back to the whole blue handprint that we saw from the first issue that we saw in the first issue and you said that you thought this whole annual was to kind of that they painted themselves in a corner because of that handprint i don't think they did because nobody remembered i even said to brandon who liked this issue you know did you think that you needed this for the handprint he's like i didn't even fucking remember that thing until I saw it, when, and when I don't we, think a lot of people I'm saying did. That when we saw the the blue handprint, the blue handprint of energy, we saw it in the yeah. first issue where this pre-Flashpoint Superman laid his hand on the New 52 Superman's grave, and he yeah. left behind some kind of blue handprint energy. We yeah. had no idea what it was, and then we moved along. Here we address that a bit. And yeah, but you I don't bit, really because I, I still a, don't – yeah, I don't know what it is. It's there. I That's still what I'm saying. That's, we address it. Yeah. We, it. It shows up. Yeah. It, it's As ridiculous. Nothing. Nothing. And in the meantime, you're getting this whole thing. Number one, you have an annual, so it's an oversized issue. Uh, oh, yeah. And basically, it's they live because there are a bunch of times that Swamp Thing and Superman fight. They stop to talk, and then they fight again. It just keeps going, and it, it's stupid because at one point, Superman doesn't want to fight. Then he does. Then Swamp Thing doesn't, but then he gets touched and turns into ancient Kryptonian nonsense. Doesn't even make sense. Ta- hold on, Jim. Before we go on. We start this issue off with Clark Smith. You know, we yeah. want to call him Clark Kent, but it's Clark Smith in Hamilton County. He's trying to grow lettuce, and as we've learned, he has not learned shit from his father, Pa Kent, about growing no. things no. because the lettuce is all dried out. No, the it's, whole a, it's a, Hamilton County. Yeah, the whole is Hamilton County, out. or at least there, so, it is dried out. Yeah, so there's Super, a, there's Clark a goes and Superman's out. He's gonna fly around and look around. The rivers are fucking dried up. The lakes dried up, and inside of this lake. Is a big old face of Swamp Thing. And I thought to myself originally when I was reading this, 
I think Swamp Thing was just thirsty and had a he grew a big old Swamp Thing mouth at the bottom of his lake and opened his mouth. I think he gone. just drank all the, the he drank all the water. That's yeah. what I really thought when I, I mean, was like, okay. They explain the the way it's explained doesn't even make total sense to me. I understand that they claim later Swamp Thing says, "Oh, you're you're drawing too much energy. You're drawing too much yeah, solar that's the energy." Thing. I was actually when I was arguing about uh, to Trevor about this earlier in the uh, the Twitter chat, I said how it was since Superman the New Fifty Two Superman died. We argued a bit about this. I went back and looked at it. They do not say that specifically, but in my mind, it's such a weird thing because we had the New 52 Superman throughout the New 52, which took like five to six years for him to die. And then we had the New 52, uh, the pre-Flashpoint Superman come out and like, look, I'm Superman now. But what about all that time that Clark, Lois, and John were on this earth? Was he he drawing all this solar energy all this time or what? Because Swamp Thing is coming out now that he has become Superman. I well, don't he know. Said, and he said, well, he does say that you were always drawing this weird energy. The way you were drawing it was weird. One, and he does say when Superman, he said once Superman died, it increased. Uh, but it doesn't make that much sense to me because the, the Superman's gone. It's just weird. And it, the thing is, it throws into a whole thing where you're trying to wonder how or what goes on when he is drawing this energy to me it's not like wherever he goes like you could stand next to superman and get a tan but all of a sudden it's saying that that's the case with this superman the the drought of hamilton county yeah there's a drought because of him and it just doesn't originally i thought no 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 no. i don't i don't think it's that he's so covered you know he's so superheated that he's evaporating the water no i just think the the sun is drawn to him yeah, well, yeah, the sun is kind of baking the area, yeah, but also it's, weird, it, it's spring up photosynthesis, and it's kind yeah. of messing up ecosystem. It's just, to me, that's that's well, kind of a weird why, thing why for was Superman. Why not a thing in California when he was living there for all those years? Well, because now it's in Hamilton yeah, County. They've been like all... drought for like 20 years, dude. You know, they have <laughs> and, and anyway, I'm telling you, that's why they had to have that thing. And now that the, the new 52 Superman's gone, it's even increased a bit. He does say that. And it, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And I got the idea that what he was saying was, uh, that Superman has upped his game a little and he's doing more. So that's drawing even more energy. But I, I don't know because it's not really explained. Then, like you said, then all of a sudden Swamp Thing and Superman just start fighting and just yeah. start fighting about shit. And it comes well, down to not even it? at the end. It's not even like a, because you're, you're getting the idea that there's Superman. He's the green. So. The planet is, he says, there. it's no, no, like so white blood cells and things, but yeah, no, it, it's no, turned hokey then. When we get to that eventually, it's the thing that really throws me off is that when Swamp Thing, like, you know, we see his big old face in the bottom of that lake that's dried out now, and then he becomes Swamp Thing as we know him. Superman goes down, he's like, Swamp Thing lays out how, like, you, you are pulling more of the fucking solar energy than you should. There's a problem in the green because of this. And Superman mm-hmm. tells him, look, buddy. I'm not trying to cause a problem. And for some reason, Superman decides, I'm going to crush your face a little bit, little guy. Yeah, it's and just that's weird. that's what causes this blue handprint on him. Like, I'm not trying to cause any problems. Here you go, little guy. Yeah, he guy. touches him. He's like, and hey, buddy. Causes, causes this blue energy that we saw in the first issue. Had no idea what it was. And then here, all of a sudden, Swamp Thing is fucking paralyzed by this energy and becomes whatever it is and starts speaking ancient Kryptonian yeah, to Superman. Yeah, ancient Kryptonian. And not... him. Yeah. And there's nothing that really tells us why. It no. just fucking happens. And it's ancient Kryptonian. Like, Superman you know, can't even understand it. And it's this, just, 
This is sort of a throwback, though, to an old to old Swamp Thing. I mean, there was always a thing how he had a vibrational tune with the Earth's green first, and then later on, and then later on, he was able to attain a universal vibrational thing where he could actually communicate with plant plants on any planet. Uh, And that's, I think, that's kind of what's happening here: is that Superman is like touching him with his Kryptonian, his ancient Kryptonian vibration, and it's making Swamp Thing react. But of course, like you say, ancient Kryptonian. But maybe that's his vibration, baby. You know, it's no, weird. Got his, his, vibration, so weird. his vibration is only a timeline aspect to a fucking world that exists before our own, only through a deviated timeline. Well, and and even then, you have that, and Reggie, like you said, that that calls back to old Swamp Thing, whatnot. Uh, yeah, but then it gets hokey it. because yeah. then it turns into all you have to do is love this planet, and we're good. It really oh. does. It turns into you have to oh, accept no, no. this see, planet. We're not even doing anything with vibrations anymore. No, no. See, you say that first we have to deal with Swamp Thing being fucking paralyzed and taken over by this blue, mysterious energy, where we have to take Swamp Thing into the middle of the Earth and have him root into the planet. He's and just connecting with the himself. green again. Yeah, I'm t- he that's devoids it. himself of this blue energy. Where does that blue energy go? What not is this green. blue energy? I think and that that's sudden- why they pointed it out. That's what the planet act like white blood cells and all that they're just purging it they're no, taking it, they purging purged it it, that's fine we talk about that in my mind though with this this pre-flashpoint superman the world is acting like he is a virus himself <laughs> and going against him and then we have this whole idea where we purge this blue energy whatever it may be into the world say the green can take care of it whatever i'm good with that but then we have to deal with superman himself and we have fucking swamp thing now relieved of this goddamn blue energy Having to consume Superman because he won't be fused, like, you know, like, uh, by choice. So, Swamp Thing has to grab a hold of him and throw him in his goddamn mouth and digest him in order for this fusion to take place. And it, and it yeah, just and gets, I'm, I'm telling you, the page count of this is taken up white by too much goddamn fighting. It yeah. does not it make is. sense. It's, it's they live. But, uh, so the one thing that might. I do like a lot of the art. Yeah, the well, the one thing that might turn out space. too yeah. is you have that whole thing with Mr. Oz who said that Superman isn't what he thinks he is. And this point, but it does seem though that Swamp Thing will that. know. Swamp Thing says, once I become, I'll become you, you'll become me and I'll know the truth. And I do think that if they want to tie that in later, that's what you will get because Swamp Thing should know. Everything about Su- Superman now. He says, "I'll know everything about you. You are me. Yeah, I am they, you. They are absolute." Like, yeah. He has put Superman in the butt right there. They they know he each knows other everything of what's going down. And then it, it just again, like I said, once he purges Swamp Thing out, then he gets and says to Superman, basically, you don't, you're not accepting this world. You have to accept it as your own. Don't look back at your past. And it's so hokey of the, just say you love us and you're good. The problem there is what me and you both said. What about Lois and John? Lois and John are out there. It becomes what fucking Bruce Wayne became when he was putting that goddamn machine to become Batman again. I'm telling you. He had the belief to become this. So it worked. Yeah, it's what it, it is. It's, like, it's hey, to me. I'm, it's, I'm going to let go of this old world, so we're cool now, right? New world, yeah. huh? Yeah. It, it even seems like the whole thing with like uh, Amidala in the prequels, where she died of a broken died heart. A broke she heart, died yeah. because she couldn't, you know, deal with it, and she died or broken. It's just, it's very hokey, and it's not. If you said to me like, "Oh, it was the green doing this," it becomes more than that, and really odd, and. Like I said, we we both said it the minute that we read this. What about John and Lois? John and Lois aren't of this world either. Yes, no. they're not drawing the sun uh, like Swamp John Thing. It's spelled be. that out. John know. might be. We don't know. But 
they still at the end it basically said you're not of this you have to accept this world that's yeah. a different White deal said the world can't take you yeah lois and john are out there they are not from this world also it kind of threw me off too uh, though we haven't seen a lot of it in the uh rebirth what about the red what about the other I'm you know it. it's it shouldn't Jim, just Jim be I, the green Jim and i ended up talking about this for a while i think on friday during work where this is like, you know, we have Swamp Thing show up in this issue. We all love Swamp Thing, so why not? But if you had, like, the gray, the red, the fucking green all show up. They all have to work together to to get that. Because we are all part of this world. We make up the world. We need our avatars behind this to fucking see this outsider and make him one of us yeah. if that. Or and purge him. Do something like that. Purge him or have him Animal do Man. something. Where is Animal Man? Yeah. I wanted yeah. him to show up. Yeah, I, I would like They don't want to deal with this. Swamp Thing's only, he doesn't do shit all day. You know what I mean? I mean he, he, really he lives doesn't. in a fucking bayou. He doesn't do Buddy anything. Buddy Baker's so. fucking reading yeah. goddamn scripts and getting yeah. rejected. Yeah, yeah, who wants, exactly. who wants well, to live in the bayou? But yeah, and then it just basically ends with the the deal. Hey, Swamp Thing, you here's Reggie, some you're, here's a oh, bit Reggie, of me. You were reading fucking Swamp Thing when Mickey the Gray came out, right? The whole fungi thing. Yeah, that was a cool aspect. I want to see that like explored further. Well, it would have been good because they could have used this annual as a backdoor way of showing that whole thing with Swamp yeah. Thing. That you know, we, we know we've had some together. Swamp Thing. Uh, maybe they could have used this to even push the red and and Buddy and you know the gray and all that. Yeah, uh, it would have been and, a pretty and cool even deal. Even bringing the machines and the flip, we don't need you. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. What are you yeah. talking machine? I don't need your singing. I, but yeah, I, I really worry that they've abandoned that whole thing, and yeah, I, I, I hate th- that. I think so. As, I think yeah. so as well. Uh, but yeah, then Swamp Thing gives him a little souvenir, and then Superman's like, "Hey, you know what? It, I heard that talking your plants is good. Yes, and we yeah. even listen. And then you get a, a thing where they're sitting we at home. We yeah, listen, baby. Yeah, don't there's worry. John, Lois, and, and Clark sitting there eating, and John says he's going to grow, you know, mow the grass, and then Superman tells him, "No, no, just let it grow for a while." And let the, grass grow, baby. the weird we thing too. I do like the art a lot in this book. This the second time you see Clark, it looks like he has the mumps. (laughs) When he says to find kinda, it's crazy. He's He's really shoving that in. Uh but yeah, I I was a little let down by this, especially I read these later uh for the podcast. And when I did, I had heard a lot of people really liking this issue and Eric Shea. Yeah, except for Eric Shea and unfortunately such a pain in the ass. Well, unfortunately I had to almost agree with Eric Shea because I was a little disappointed by it. Uh what'd you give it? It's all smoking goddamn mirrors that like I'm telling you. Like we But again it's an annual I think that the problem with it is it's trying to do a little more than an annual, but it really isn't. It's trying to trick you into thinking it did. I'm telling you, from what I got from this issue is that fucking uh, Tomasi and Gleason painted themselves in a corner by putting that blue handprint on the Mm. ground at fucking New 52 Superman's grave and said, we got to get away from this because we don't have anything to resolve it. And this was their idea, and it does yeah. not work because I, I, it's like all you about said Superman that, becoming a part of this world through the power of belief. And like, like I said, Re- were you reading Superman then, Reggie, when that happened? Oh, yeah. Did you remember at all? Were you worried about no. that handprint? Nobody no, was. I, did not I think you were the only one, Eric. I'm telling you. Kid, you know, I'm telling yeah, you. nobody cared. I don't think they, they're painting themselves out of a corner or grabbing because nobody cared. Brandon didn't remember. I forgot all about it. I was not sitting there every, oh, what about that blue hand? I didn't care. I actually thought it was just a hokey thing that it was like he was giving hope. It doesn't make any, it was stupid. And yet, if you go from this, you can think that maybe he gave 
the dead Superman some ancient Kryptonian energy, you know, but I don't care. I didn't so, care so about that. We're going to have another Superman come back from the grave through this ancient Kryptonian Maybe that's energy. The one we already saw. I'm telling you, I could be full wrong about all of this, where like, this is the wrap up to try to get away from this, or they could yeah. try to explore it further. I don't know. Don't from know. what I got from this, it's all over now. Cause Superman's good. Lois yeah. and Kujan. They're still fucked up. We'll, yeah, we'll but again, if, if he did put that handprint there and it was on the grave, I mean, this doesn't get rid of that. It doesn't. No. Be, that was before, but I really, I could care less about does, that handprint. I, does, didn't, does, I never does cared. Does that fucking blue handprint seep down to the grave and go all over the New 52 Superman and bring him back to life? That, like, is, the, now that is the question that Blah! nobody asked <laughs> except yeah. you. Nobody cares. Uh, I didn't care about this issue, though. It really didn't solve anything I, for me, I'm and it was an annual. I really looked forward to this goddamn issue because I'm like, okay, they're playing this straight. It's a full god like blown issue. It's not yeah. like a goddamn anthology like Batman was, and it did yep. not deliver what I wanted to do. I'm telling you, the art looked great, but even with that, it, it was not the same as Jorge Menace usually does. Yep. Like there was yep. there was a few panels or pages or whatever that were not as great as he usually does. I liked it though, but for the story, it just seemed like smoke and mirrors. Like. We're going to, like, uh, address this, yeah. and just so we can paint ourselves out of the corner we put ourselves in, and we're done. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Well, what would you give 5. it? 5.5 out of 10. 5.5. I'd give it a 6. I really liked the art until Chipmunk oh, Superman, but I did like it. Uh, what would you give it, Reggie? 6.5 out of 10. 6.5. So Reggie is the most positive, but you didn't even like it, and you're a guy who is a huge Swamp Thing fan. So I know. I actually well, thought if, if, the last like panel, if the last panel had showed that little sprout being a baby Swamp Thing dancing like Groot at the end God, of Guardians that, of the that's Galaxy, that's what I thought right away. I would have given it a 7. I, I would have given it a 7.5. That's what I would have thought. trailer today. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, that was, I'm excited. I didn't watch it. That's oh, the you're answer. a monster. But you yeah, were drinking gonna, all day, you lush. Yeah, I was. I, I can't watch shit when I'm drunk. I'm, I'm actually starting to get a hangover now, I think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to stop. That's the two books. We're going to go off to a little bit of a break and come back with mail section number dose, as they say, as they say down at the uh, five and dime. And uh, then we'll be back. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but I want to thank everybody in the chat. That was crazy timing. 22 seconds left. Boom. But yeah, we'll Boom finish that up. And everybody, thanks, thanks a lot. Everybody. Good night. Yeah, thank you. Thanks and for the chat. Have a good night. Good night. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. <laughs> So I'm getting ready, I'm doing my hair, and I reach, I want to clean my ears, so I reach down underneath my sink, because I mean, you know, I'm not looking, because I have to stare in the mirror, obviously, yeah. Oh yeah. and I, I'm reaching around, because I've got this wicker basket that's under there that has all the toiletries and shit, yep. and I'm trying to find a Q-tip. And all of a sudden, my hand brushes up against something. It feels kind of weird. Yeah, and then I go to like? I go to grab a hook, and a then I realize arm holding an apple. it feels like a baby's arm holding an apple. I realize there's a goddamn dildo underneath my goddamn fucking bathroom the, sink. The weird thing about that is you remember leaving that in the living room. I know, time. right? Ah, 
yes. And we are back. We're back. Uh, the live section is over, but we're going to continue the fun. I just had to we... fucking, fucking mute my mic because nice. I was fucking you hiccuping like a motherfucker. You're, it was you're terrible. doing that? <laughs> fucking, you're going to fall off your goddamn seat. Uh, no, it, this is a love seat right here. This it, is yeah. a goddamn a love fucking, seat. Uh, easy boy is what it is. Are you telling it you it's love amazing. it? Did you just say to that seat, I love you, man? Did I you love tell you, that? man. Yes. I look at the nice. seat, I'm like, I'm talking to a uh, man object. We're going to oh continue the fun if Eric would shut his goddamn drunken mouth up. Uh, we're going to continue nice. the fun with Toby. Toby's here. Hey, Toby. Toby! Hello, Loaf. There oh, he is. Hello, Loaf. How you doing there? Nicaragua pumps us. I'm just going to make up words. Would you freshen a drink, governor? Now, now Toby, is that, that was scarily close to my name. Yeah. Toby, as an English fella, tell do you me, yeah. constantly the Hellblazer. I, what, I do, what, yes. Do, do well, say that again. Like, uh, like the uh, I can't even think of the goddamn words. I'm drunk because the this goddamn fucking the the slang. Does it make sense to you? Uh, it does make sense, but I can't stand all the goddamn like the, they cross out all the, yeah, uh, the, the cross out of the curses. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. Cool. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And, and let me, can I go to my mom tomorrow and say, Mom, a Mac is a goddamn raincoat, not a hat, Hit you her fucking the goddamn bitch. Face, what she fucking do. making me fucking embarrassed with that. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, she told me so many things. She uh, uh, lived, all, obviously, I've mentioned it a hundred times, uh, in Bournemouth. And that's Bournemouth, a sh- yeah. You ever been to Bournemouth, Toby? Uh, yeah, I used to go there quite a lot when I was a kid. It's like a popular um, How dare you. beach like a destination. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, beach. Uh, tell oh, tell us about that beach. Sand. It's good, yeah. right? But, yeah, all the <laughs> fucking rocks. It's like rocks. And so- you ever been to uh, Corfe Castle, have you? I have, yes. Yeah, have you been to Dirtle Door? I don't know what the hell that is. Isn't <laughs> it even Harry Potter? You've never That's been to Harry Dirtle Potter Door? Thing, I think. We used to go, every time we would go over, we'd go to Corfe Castle and... Uh, I don't know. Do crazy shit. I fucking hate it all the time. I like England. I love it, actually. But being there with my mother just See, fucking I've, brought I've it down. I've never been to England, but from what I've discovered from Facebook tonight, <laughs> my mother has adopted Toby into our yes. fold. She yep. is now a son oh, yeah. of my mother, and we are brothers. And she, Toby is more alike, apparently. Yeah, exactly. yeah, of course he would be. Listen to him. You know, Toby stayed up. It's 5 a.m. over there. He's fucking more He's coherent than you'll like ever be. fucking nonsense motherfucker. Toby, have you ever gone to the movies and had hard-boiled eggs? Uh, or possibly, uh, I'm trying to think what else I had there. Do you ever have hard-boiled eggs at the movie theater? Um, I think you're referring to, like, pickled eggs? It possibly. Eggs. Oh, yes. Maybe. Nice big jar of Did pickled Did they have eggs. pickled eggs yeah. at the uh, the theater when you went? Not whenever I've been, no, but that, that wouldn't surprise me if they had That's that crazy. shit down in Bournemouth. How about this? How about when you went to the theater and somebody would say, I want some popcorn, explain what that popcorn would be. Um, well, it would be, I don't know, popcorn really, but they ask you, do you want it like salty or do you want it sweet? Yes, that that's oh, where it was. Salty yes, kind of well, well, here's the here. thing. My my cousins came over and I took them to the movies, and they actually thought that most all the popcorn should have been caramel corn. Yeah, yeah, you know that. That's what they thought popcorn at the movies were. Oh, right, and, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna so, smack like, uh, them. Salty's you Americans is fucking. Yeah, that's what yeah. you get. You get salt and butter. That's what you yeah, get. Yeah, you get popcorn. salt and butter, butter which that... is actually just pure oil. I mean, it's yeah, it terrible. And I it basically greases. So it greases your intestine. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that popcorn comes right out the other end. You can practically just eat it right again. Yeah, Boom. Toby, which is a better beer, Fuller's or uh, Newcastle Brown Ale? Okay, I've got to go with Fuller's. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you why. Newcastle Please, Brown Ale I have no idea. is 
Okay, Newcastle Brown Ale <laughs> is the drink of uh, like the football hooligans man. and psychopaths. Yes, yes it they, will. They, they drink that shit and it, it's like rocket fuel. Something and goes snap in their brain and then yes. death happens. Is the, now, uh, when you talk about full... I've watched English football before. Uh, it is my, insane. One because of my favorite on beers. I've tie after all this yeah. time. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, I am done. One of, one of my favorite beers is uh, London Pride. Fuller's London Pride. That's good uh, stuff. That, yeah, that is one of my favorite beers that I've had. Uh, but I do like Newcastle Brown Ale. Over here, See, it's just me drinking. Over here, like, ooh, stuff. I love this. Yes, and I like uh, steak and kidney pie. You're yep. insane. No, you. Yes. Have you ever said to an American tourist, "Would you like to see me, Big Ben"? Um, I feel like I've uh, missed out. No, I haven't. I think you should try that, yeah. Yeah, you should totally try that, baby boy. Have you ever done the sexual move, the fish and chips? Have you ever done that? (laughs) That, Unfortunately, my mom taught me that one, but we won't won't get into that. That's why I'm always mad at her. She she likes me. Yeah, it is. Uh, I I don't know. I I haven't been to England in a long time. I I do want to go back. I would like to take my kids there someday. Seriously. Fucking Return of the Jedi came out. Uh, Yeah, that's when it was. It was uh, like 84. Uh, 83, 84. I think it was 84, whatever. I went there. uh, there, It was during Wimbledon. uh, All sorts of crazy shit. And I I even said... Do you guys um, guys show uh, Wimbledon on the TV? Yeah, it used to be on like a pay channel, actually. We can find some channel that does it, but you have to search it out it's on one of the like one of ESPN the deals yeah it's like on ESPN. the ocho yeah it is on the ocho <laughs> no when i and i i think you mentioned on the chat at one point toby when i was in this is way back in the 80s really there was like three channels when yeah. i went there and it I, was not let me tell was, you i have in my bedroom i have a signed spice girls poster from all five members before they nice. broke up and You're it was amazing. from the launch party of channel five like yeah, the fifth yeah. channel the fifth <laughs> channel <laughs> Like I'm telling you, it, it seemed like, like yeah, it was like BBC like One was like a, I, I can't really remember, but it was like each channel had their kind of theme. It was like BBC One was news and, and talk shows. BBC Two was like, you know, whatever. And then the one was sports and it was nonsense. Well, we used, it we really used to have nonsense. like four channels too, if you think oh, about it. I you agree. Know? Yeah, but this was in well. the middle of the yes, 80s. This was ridiculous. Tell and me, then I, and then. What channel was Dave? Dave is um, that's where like all the old like uh, comedy shows from like the beat mostly from the BBC but other channels as well like uh, and they they make their own uh, shit now Now, that was based off the Dave character of uh, Red Dwarf right Uh, possibly I'm not sure okay that's in my understanding of things in Britain that's how it works I'm astonished you know Red Dwarf though that's awesome I love Red Dwarf my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time makes fun of you all the time (laughs) <laughs> no, she loves it. She's a big fan. Now, true or false? Uh, okay. Danger Mouse is a great me. cartoon. Danger Mouse is fucking awesome. Danger God Mouse is damn terrible. right. That that was one of my favorites uh, growing <laughs> you up. You have failed, Toby. I'm sorry. I thought uh, Eric. I thought you would have related to Penfold. No. These are a little uh, douchebag. With I don't even know that he would know what they. Did you ever <laughs> no, watch Danger Mouse? I love I, Penfold. I, I actually watched Danger Mouse a lot growing up because for some reason. <laughs> It was Danger so Mouse and Count Dagger Dracula Mouse. growing up. Oh, it was Dagger, like a block. Was awesome. Yeah, Danger Mouse was on uh, Nickelodeon. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I, I watched it all the time, and I watched it when we were in England, and, and me and Toby also are huge Young Ones fans, and Eric has never seen them. No, I, I, I still them. have to Poor watch bastard. Young Ones. I'm, uh, you and Toby, I'm, I'm, I, was gonna I say, use Reggie. the goddamn Young Ones theme song for the Young Animals. <laughs> You're segment. all about it. Yeah, 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 he loves it. He, Chris he's and I a big fan. only just found out that that's a, a real Cliff Richards song. We had no really? idea that was an actual yeah. song. <laughs> but yeah. um, Young Ones is quite uh, quite a deep cuts like um, comedy show, because like mo- over here, like Bottom, which is what spawned out of that show, yeah. that's like that's the really popular one, and people really? love that. So actually, yeah, yeah. a spin-off. I, I that that. Actually, it's a real popular thing. How about how about the band? Is the band Hot Chocolate still very popular in England? <laughs> well, they believe in miracles, Jim. They yes, do. They, <laughs> they were very big when I when I was back when I went to England. Hot Chocolate was very popular. Uh, Cliff Richards still was as well, uh, and also uh, shit that my mom used to make me watch all the time, where and listen to were the Bay City Rollers. She was a big fan of. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of all the. Uh, and when I went, actually, the year I went, Frankie Goes to Hollywood was fucking. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing them or seeing uh, them that, in that's England. That's a fucking musical right there. And Duran Duran was uh, was just hitting. Oh, yeah. so, so. Duran Duran's the motherfucking bomb. I yeah, love I love them. Old as hell, Jim. Jesus. We were I talking am. about um, a view to a kill the other day in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really? So that's yeah. my favorite one thing. Yeah, I love that theme. I like the See, video because uh, there was at least three women in that video I could jerk off to, and one might have been named Simon LeBon. Uh, I just <laughs> would take my pants off and go to town. Toby, do me a favor. Who was in a view to kill? <laughs> As Bond? Yes. Roger Moore. <laughs> okay. Yes. It was See, the final I'm, Roger Moore one. See, I'm trying to think. There, there are two fucking uh, Timothy Dalton flicks. It's uh, License to Kill. Daylights. Living Daylights. Yeah. I always fuck that up. <laughs> Very good. Well, the, the, the thing with me, though, is I always fuck up in what order they come out. I always thought yeah. it was A View to a Kill. Uh, sorry, I always thought it was License to Kill and then The Living Daylights, but it wasn't. It was Living Daylights first. And then I always fuck it up myself. I'm telling you. And, like, drunk. you know, whatever came first, like Living Daylights and then the other one, I'm fucking, I, I always fuck it up. Keep talking, Eric. How dare you, Jim? Oh, I'm so drunk. I hate you so much. So loaded. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious well, while, while we're in the chat room while you guys were doing like the live show i was yeah. like I said earlier i was like taking notes and stuff yeah and then i was like you, you guys like your list so i was like i'm gonna give I like my top five reasons why i love eric shea and <laughs> oh, I, shit. I, here, here is what i have five his voice sounds like silky chocolate but drunk <laughs> <laughs> yes and then four, I didn't write anything else, so I just gave up at that point. And then just kept saying he's, oh, he's drunk, you, he's getting yeah. more drunk. He's oh, <laughs> He was just screaming that, that whole uh, Batman annual review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, he might have been sober then. But, uh, no, I was not. I'm telling you, I haven't well. been sober since before we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you come, I, when, I want Reggie to go in and make another mail about how you have a mush mouth. Jesus yeah, Christ. <laughs> Me and Reggie. Just, I know Reggie's got a huge smile on his face. You're just I'm laughing. Not, at you. I, I told not laughing with you, Eric. Beforehand, where it's going to be like, we're, it's all this whole ch- this whole podcast is going to be where we try to remember something but can't, yeah. and then say a bunch of things over and we'll over see. again. The, the thing that scares me is the last book of the night is your book, so you're going to have to kind of you know take command there. And I, since, I'm, go with, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, since I'm what sorry. I hear in the chat room is that I <laughs> talk that. too much, I, I, yeah, I'm telling you, that, this will bother me probably for three months about that people are today. Oh, my wife thinks that Jim talks too much. You know what? It's a podcast. What the hell else do you do on a podcast? You talk. Hey, I'm really <laughs> on my goddamn cup right now. 
No, Dude, here he goes. You know, Jim, you're not usually uh, so provoked to ire. This really must be something deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 really. I get angry I, like this. Yeah, I, I don't usually get angry. <laughs> ever, I'm actually ever. happy to talk to Toby tonight because this has been a long time coming, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's, it's, this is an honor. I'm really, really uh, proud yeah, to be a part of that. You're pretty much like I wouldn't even. I was going to say this is our first interview, but this isn't like an interview. You're just one of the, you're one uh, of the, of the gang. It's more like one 20 of questions us. about being British. Yeah. yeah, really. I'm telling you, I'm trying to think of some more. Did you ever meet a well, woman me named talk- Pauline Hammond, and did you fuck her? Because uh, she might be my dad. <laughs> See, I even I think, used her. I used sense. her maiden name. Did I ever tell Eric? Did I ever tell you the story that my mom was at a party with David Bowie? Did I no. ever tell you that? And uh, also met Roger Daltrey back in the day. This is and, amazing. Uh, yeah, this was when was he, was still Davey, he was still Davy. He was still Davy Jones. Uh, when she met uh, <laughs> yeah, David yeah, Bowie, she, you know, what do you think she said he was? What would be the description that she said about a David sex Bowie? God. No, she said he was weird, oh. and uh, she met Roger Daltrey and said he was the most pompous ass that she's ever met in her life. And I can, didn't like him bitch. at all. I yeah, can verify she, that because uh, Roger Daltrey, my one of my best friends who I grew up with, his mother too. is his cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm getting people mad, but yeah, is he he a pompous ass? small world, right? He's a dick, right? He's a fucking dick. I I met him, and then he was like, fucking hell, man, Jim Werner's mum. Exactly. (laughs) You know, he's like, Jesus Christ. She she left England just to get away from Roger Daltrey and that fucking hair of his back in the day. He wouldn't leave her pussy alone. She had to fucking move across the country. I I I I actually like I I like uh, I like the Who a lot actually. Uh, Reggie, you are you a Who fan, Reggie? A what? No, a Who fan? Yeah, I like I love the Who. Do you agree with me that they were almost like a uh, pre uh, punk band almost? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, yeah they were like the the bridge to it. Yeah, the, the, they really the music were. And then plus the bash in the instruments. Yeah, the bash in the instruments. I'm even yeah. saying at a point where the Beatles were still saying, I love the Beatles, but they're singing love songs and freaking Pete Townsend's writing shit about that he was raised as a girl and, and okay. shit like that. It was crazy. I love them, but uh, I'm a big music fan. I'm like Eric Shea. He doesn't like oh. anything but drinking. This is uh, the I, problem. No, is I like is, music. I just can't remember anything we're talking about right no, now. No, I can't. But we're going to talk about more <laughs> music then. I didn't even think that was a segue, but it will be because uh, Toby actually has made a mixtape of the Weird indeed. Science DC Comics podcast, and it's awesome. It's uh, yeah, and the, the intro, if you can remember as far back as when we came back from the segment, that <laughs> was, that was one day, of the songs. So and basically, if anybody said, what is the biggest moment of our first hundred you know, episodes, it definitely was when Jess busted in. And oh fucking, that was the, yeah. it was so Scared embarrassing. Scared the shit out of all of us. Yeah, that, it was so we embarrassing. We tried to play it off. We tried to play all cool, but no. Oh, yeah. Scared the shit out of all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, <laughs> well, and the, like I said in the chat room the other day, my favorite laugh of Eric's of all time on this podcast is the one where she, like, when she just starts kicking off. Yeah. And he does this. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. it's like oh, yeah, really? simultaneously. Right? It's yeah. like it's like <laughs> half defiant, but at the yes. same time, you can tell he's scared shit. Oh yeah, the well, same God. Here's the deal. The hell with it. I'm playing it now because I do have that segment here. I wasn't gonna play it. Uh, and now since we talked about it, we're gonna play it, and you can hear hear Eric's laugh because I think it. it I did have to edit a little bit of it, but yeah. I, I hope it's there. I just like that. I y- you hear me act like I'm Mr. Tough Guy and yell at her at the end. Uh, but she can't hear me. Nope. <laughs> no. It was all in my ears, baby boy. Yes, but here it is. Well, I'm telling you, strange shit fucking disappears in my bathroom. But I was telling you about this earlier this week. Freaking, uh, getting ready in the morning. Got my shower. I'm drying off. Are you going to... Are you... <laughs> 
you're talking about what I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. Okay. Come on. So I'm getting ready. I'm doing my hair. And I reach, I want to clean my ears, so I reach down underneath my sink, okay, I mean, you know, I'm not looking, because I have to stare in the mirror, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, blowing And I, I'm reaching around, because we've got this wicker basket that's under there that has all the toiletries and shit, yep. and I'm trying to find a Q-tip, and all of a sudden, my hand brushes up against something, and it feels kind of weird. Yeah, what And then I go like? to, I go to grab a, and then a I realize... A baby's arm holding an apple? It feels like a baby's arm holding an apple. I realize... There's a goddamn dildo underneath my goddamn fucking bathroom the, the, sink. The weird thing about that is you remember leaving that in the living room. The last I know, time right? That's so odd. Well, no, the <laughs> thing is, it's, it's not shocking me that it's like that we have one. Yes. It's that these usually remain, I'm telling you, and I say these, usually these. remain in a drawer in the bedroom, because obviously I'm not a pleaser. So well, your bedroom's fucking... probably far away. You don't want it's to four that. feet away. Oh, four feet away, huh? Well, like I said to you when you told me this the other day, I guess that that four feet, again, it's like, um, I don't even know what I would say. It's like having a book, and you keep putting it back on the shelf, but you keep reading it. You're not going to put it back on the shelf, Eric. This dildo is definitely getting a lot of action, and uh, I don't know why. So I, that's how I started my morning <laughs> off, grabbing a hold of a fucking dildo. Grabbing a dildo. That's usually how you end a drunken Friday night, but you usually don't do that before work. And I'm actually kind of worried now, because this was like, uh, what was it? I guess it was last week. Okay. And I haven't cleaned my ears since. I don't even know if I cleaned them that day, because I'm so freaked out. <laughs> you got the hell out of there. And like you said, did it freak you out that you, you it couldn't freak you out that you found that? No, because I found a whole well drawer in the goddamn yeah, bedroom. You're well aware of those. Uh, in fact, your your girlfriend owns a strap on, I hear. Oh, yes. You I'm terrified. You told me that, and I do not know what's going on at that place. I, I thank God I'm a light sleeper. Yeah, I, I, piss say, her, I piss her off all the ever, time. Well, every time you're you're sick, you don't know why. <laughs> you all of a sudden are a little loose down below. But yeah, dildos and strap-ons. So, yeah, dildos over my there fucking house. There we go. I just figured out what we're going to call this episode. All right, we're going to start with the big book, Eric. I was just about to say it before I properly introduced it. It is the book that all of you are dropping. I'm just going to do a DJ voice for this, but I don't know what else I would say. It is Batman and Robin Eternal, number 11, Eric. And you know what? Uh, hope springs eternal. Does because, it? Not? Yes, it does, because that's the one good thing about a um, weekly book is that you could hate the writers on that, the creative team, and usually in a couple issues they will disappear and a new one will show up. And that's what happened this week. Whew, didn't change things. So written by Ed Brisson, art by Fernando Blanco, Christian Dulce, John Arach, and A Larger World Studio. Oh, yeah, A Larger that World Studio? That is a weird name for somebody, but yes, A Larger World Studio did the lettering, Eric. A Larger World Studio. Was he a great studio. big fat person? A Larger World Studio. What the hell are you doing? What is going on? It's 20 minutes of conversation. I know. <laughs> oh, no. Shit's hit the fan. Yeah. Oh, here we go, Eric. I'm not a crazy bitch, Eric. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about, but that is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Really? Yes. Hear this shit. You hear me, Jim? I hear it. Edit that out. (laughs) Yeah, that's not happening. Have fun. Get him to work on time. All right, let's move on, Eric. And uh, uh, yes. that happened must have been yeah, like we'll one in the morning because Jim so DM'd me like say. right you know, after that. He was like, "You're awake." Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so yeah. I actually feel uncomfortable right now. I enjoyed this book. Yes. Now, Toby, Jim, and Reggie, I have not told you that Jess is going out at this point to a guy friend from work named Aaron, who I don't know anything about. She is gone. Yeah. What tonight? Episode one hundred. Bam. 
<laughs> tonight. This goodbye. is what you're saying goodbye, tonight. Goodbye, Jess. There is no one in the house I know, tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. I, like, what? I thought you meant like way back know. there. All of a sudden, you fucking went fucking metal and remembered exactly what happened <laughs> fucking eight years ago. No, Who's tonight. this guy? Is this that fucking guy from before that was taking her no, to the goddamn fucking... It's, it's a new guy. That I was don't Tom. Know. That yeah, Tom. that was you Tom. You're right. right. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that we actually mentioned Tom on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote <laughs> about him a couple of times. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, huh? Are you sure that's okay? You're really bad at, at choosing or figuring out if people are, are boys or girls. Uh, this might be a girl. <laughs> well, I actually said to her before we came in tonight, I'm like, is that oh, A.A. Ron or are we talking about E. Ron? What are we talking about? Uh, what I want to know is how much you have you drank since we came back on with Toby? That's what I want to know. <laughs> What's going on, baby? You're losing your, your faculties here. Oh my goodness! But I will Toby say, got out with Toby before all that, I went. To it's all hitting like, hard. I, I think I'm that you were doing alone. shots. Yeah, you're home alone, all right, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> but from here, I, I do want to get on, uh, Toby. You are again. You are making the the mixtape that you are going to release. Yes. When it's this amazing. episode hits, I, when I knew I was asked to be here for something. <laughs> yes, for something. It's <laughs> off the rails. But I yeah. actually didn't expect this. She talked to me about, I may be going out with this guy, A.A. Ron. I don't know or not, but, but it might happen. Somebody hit so the I mute button. Are talking about A.A. Ron? A.A. Ron. So a Eric needs A.A. That's yeah, what really. he needs. Tell us we know it's a guy. A.A. Ron. Yeah, a is A.A. Ron. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, Toby, you have this mixtape. Yes. <laughs> now, d how long did it take you to make? I I saw you saying that things in the chat. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally been working on it for about like on and off. I've been working on it for about two months now. Cause, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I I knew that. Like, I think it was around the sort of episode ninety, and then I noticed that people were, like writing in saying, "Oh, can we get an album of um, yeah, all the music yeah. from the show?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty <laughs> damn genius idea." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, episode one hundred. Why don't we? Sort of get all, get all that out. out. So I asked Jim if he could send me over all of uh, Dancing Mike stuff. Yep. Boosh. And then I have and I like sent you um, every goddamn like... thing that I owned. Every yeah, bit of sound. I have the whole soundboard. It it's funny awesome. too. And I sent you the the stuff. Did you see all those rant and raves? Because when I first used to get the rant and raves, I'd put them into that folder with the soundboard stuff. So there's there's probably a couple of yours in there. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. very possible. But yeah. In the um, in the intro track, you can hear like all the little samples of like um, people like calling in and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. they all that came from, from that package. That. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. That's because I was your goddamn intro to this episode. Yeah, it was good. I, I can't tell you like the, the the experience of hearing that song like because like we're all in the chat room and I'm not yeah. joking. It was seriously you know when you go to like a gig or a concert yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and I then like the all the lights are on and you, just, like, trying to you look at your watch and it's like oh shit they were supposed to go on at nine it's five past nine where are yeah, they yeah. and that anticipation's building and then the lights go down and then I the band the hits the stage thing, being in the audience i'm telling yeah. you i almost put i almost <laughs> i almost pulled an axel rose and didn't show up until 9 15 that was what my plan was yeah yeah, yeah. and then the, the music uh started and i was like, oh man this is so awesome it's like this really cool medley of like uh, you know party music and stuff yeah. I was legitimately jigging in my seat, and then like the, the and then the intro started, and then like in the chat room you could just see like people going, "Oh shit, what's this?" And then like you hear my voice, and then people going, "Oh, there's that voice. Oh my god!" And then like it was just like, "Is that Toby? So, I love him." Yeah, all this love just like coming from everyone going, "Oh my god, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. this is fucking awesome," yeah. and you know all this kind of stuff. And it was yeah, it was just so it was such a surreal experience like hearing it 
played in front of oh, people. I was so in afraid Wigley. of the hundred episode. It got me fucking scared as hell, man. <laughs> people are talking about Eric being drunk in the chat room. Shut your mouth. I'm not gonna look at those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, telling them now, but fuck. yeah, that, that's God, when I man, got it man. again. That's you can tell when something gets all me, me fired up because the minute I you send it to me, Toby, I sent it right to Eric and Reggie, and Reggie yeah. right away. Eric, I don't know when he got it. Uh, he didn't respond. He I didn't respond there. Yeah, uh, Reggie yeah. was like, "Man, that's fucking awesome." And it, it is. It was awesome, and I wanted to. I, it's funny because I did want to set it up like we were doing a goddamn concert, and yeah. then when your song would have been that. That's oh, when the I lights would have actually too. went all out, and I was all fired up. But I even so like, when I, I was sitting there listening. I to Toby before I talked to you about it. So, yeah, we and, were talking on Facebook, and then uh, he came online, and I was like, hey, did you check your, your inbox? And he was like, if she ever, like, give me you, access to the inbox. Yeah, yeah, Jim locked really. me out of that shit. Fuck, so, no, um, I don't let him do that. I don't let him anywhere near that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, listen yeah. to him. What is he? He's going to delete everything by accident the way he is. Uh, you, the guy can't see. No. Uh, but, yeah, the other thing, though um, – was during the week, me and Eric had had some ideas. And I was like, oh, you know what? What I'll probably do is go back and grab a lot of intros and, and have yeah. like a lot of intros in a row. And then Eric would intro. And then I, I didn't have to do that because that was so awesome. I was like, fuck it. This is way yeah, better exactly than anything I was going to do. So I was like, fuck that. I'll grab some other fucking that songs. That summed with. up Weird Science to a T from yep. 1 to yeah, 100. Yeah, it was awesome. Perfect. It was good, that, too, because. I wanted. And, and, sorry, carry on. Go. No, you go. I was going to say, I basically, I wanted it to, I knew that it was going to open with the first few words from the mm-hmm. very first episode. And then I knew that it was going to end with the first few words of the last episode, which was the, uh, the secret pod yeah. that you did yeah. on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was really happy with, I, I was going to do like a song chorus in the quiet part. We're all together, baby. Yeah. yeah, I tried to. Like, I liked I liked the part where I heard backpack, backpack, come get you, backpack. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I, I, I said I put the, all those intro things before your song, Toby, was all freaking in jokes with us with that backpack yeah, song. As soon as that, uh, that mall song came on, I yeah. knew that. Oh, that's I knew Reggie's, Reggie's favorite. And and oh, the yeah. beginning, the beginning was Mikey from the Goonies, which me and Reggie hate so much yeah, yeah. that we got yeah, no, put we that all in. Hate it. Yeah, and then Mikey that was the whole thing. Goonies to fucking be a film. The we were we will rock you was just there because every concert I ever went to that's what they played right before yeah, the really. freaking band. You could came have also out. played the history of rock and roll part two by Eddie. That Bell. is true. I could have, except though when, that's the other thing though. Gary Glitter's a pedophile, so I like to avoid him. Thank you, that fucking guy. Wow. He's a fucking piece I used to of be shit. A, uh, so we're avoiding pedophiles. That's the yeah. Yeah. no, it's just him. That's Just the motto him. of today. I used to be a, uh, a ring announcer for a wrestling promotion, a local wrestling promotion here yeah. in Milton Keynes. And um, <laughs> whenever We Will Rock You came on, that was my cue to like grab all my my cue cards and shit and get ready and for the get ready. Because yeah. I always used to come out to the uh, the music from Space Jam. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, but we, we Will Rock You was the DJ's way of saying, dude, you got to get your ass behind yeah, the curtain, otherwise you're going to miss your cues. Going. So, yeah. Get going. But yeah, I can't wait to hear all the rest. How many songs are there? Uh, there's 33 in total. Jesus yeah, criminy. Crazy, right? That would take me like seven years. Hey, we're too lazy to do shit like that. Yeah. That's I'm crazy. It, the, the thing is, like I said, like I, I started out just wanting to get all of um, Dancing Mike stuff together. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, I've got my own rap track. I'm going to throw that in there. Nah. And then um, I have like um, there's a 48 second song where uh, where I tell a whole story from start to finish about being abducted by aliens. And I sent it to Reggie <laughs> and I was like, do you it's think awesome. I could put this on there? And then Reggie was like, dude, this has to go on the mixtape. I was like, okay, great. Nice. And then I said, well, I might as well, because I've got like a couple of Reggie's albums as well. So I was like, yeah. can I put this on there? And then it just ended up becoming this 
beast. And then, and then Jim sent me over all the stuff from the soundboard and it was like, fuck me. Like there's so much stuff in here. And it yep. was, it, and then by the time it's all now I'm, I'm looking at it right now in iTunes and the playlist is um, over an hour long. Shit, you gotta realize too. It's like Reggie saw this earlier. Here we, we go. We, we saw the mix fucking. <laughs> we saw the whole goddamn album laid out by Toby Orr. My mother's getting involved. It's fucking nonsense. And like all of a sudden, Toby is like my adopted brother at this goddamn point. And I, and I am not even. I'm not shit in her eyes anymore. Toby is the man Eddie right Moore, now. I don't know. It's not a new How dare you, Toby? Eddie I mean, Reggie. Anymore. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. He's got so much. Unbelievable. Look at this gracious Eric. Oh, oh my god! Smart. But I can't wait. And uh, yeah, probably if everybody, if you're listening to this, then then it's going to be out pretty much. Oh, uh, and in yeah. fact, I'll tell you, Toby, when I'm about to uh, put the podcast out, I, this might be one that's going to be a fucking bitch to edit because we have that one. Usually, we we do it in segments, so yeah, just right. only so that I can kind of put it together easily. I don't know if this is going to make it harder or simpler. It's going to make it harder for uh, freaking the what's it called the timestamps but yeah, it, it may right. actually be easier in the long run but toby you're gonna stay for uh the mail right you're gonna sit in with the with us to talk a little mail i'd be honored correct? i mean I, w- I was invited to talk about the po- uh, the mixtape and i've listened to one of my nearest and dearest friends having a mental breakdown on the other <laughs> end of the line i might as well stick around for the mail you might as well <laughs> stick for the mail see, <laughs> see what else the fuck comes out of his fucking down, hole baby. You might, hear, oh my you might hear him throw up. That'll be great. <laughs> you might. I don't oh know. God, I hope not. <laughs> he, I, I, he might just go off and, and pick up a transvestite hooker in any second now, <laughs> and, and I'll be joining him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where where you'd find one in Quakertown. They probably wouldn't be that great. But I'll, I'll go with you. I'm me and you right now. I'm telling you. I wish that we were a little bit closer. It would be funny. I told Eric at one point that I forget what book it was that I legitimately would get. Now, just keep the thing running and go over and fucking beat the shit out of him on the mic. It'd be like this one book. We <laughs> were talking about earlier in the week where me and him are going to crisscross. We're going to become he's going to become Eric Shea. I'm going to become Toby. Whatever it is, I can't I can't remember his last name. I feel bad now. But we're going to fucking go across country and become each other and see how it works out. Just how it works. The hell? <laughs> I just realized what he was saying. It's Hagen. Yeah, it's Toby Hagen. I, I didn't know what the fuck too. you were talking about. I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh my goodness! I feel so gracious. bad now. I can't, this I'm is the last Toby. time. Fucking, and I hope that me. we get to episode 200 uh, so we can hear you drink again because I'm not allowing it ever again. <laughs> Thank you. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh me, my me, goodness. Me and, Eric, me and Eric will just do like drunk movie um, commentary that, tracks. Next thing is Toby's going to be here and we're going to sit in chairs together and talk I'm about. Ta- it. I might, I might have to speed up the track when, when you're talking. <laughs> oh, oh God. You the, so all I know though is I have a huge smile on my face because I cannot wait on Monday at work. To, to hear this and, ah. and make him listen. And, and listen to you here, Eric. And he'll be, no, he'll be so mad. He'll be so mad. But we're going to do mail section number two.
Reggie and Toby. Now no, you really gotta, let, you gotta let Eric re- read it now. Now is the time. Now is the time. Yeah, we'll yeah. never now get. We'll time. never finish. We'll never finish. The first wait mail. A minute, wait from, a minute. Wait a minute. Let okay. me let me just ask something. Eric, have you got Facebook open on your computer? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Right. I was going to say I will. I will write you some text while we're going through the mailbag, and then at the end, I want you to read what I'm writing you. It's <laughs> over now, so go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> Brian from Arkansas is the first uh, mail in this section. Hey, fellas, it's a milestone, bitches. Congratulations oh. on reaching the hundredth episode. Okay, first things first. During your review of Titans, Jim, you made the best word fumble ever. In my opinion, I think it should be on the show logo or set at the top <laughs> of every show at least. Example: Welcome to Weird Out Loud, episode one hundred and one, where we have our ears to the pulse of the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hearing Eric talk now, I think that sounds like Einstein. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> I had. Hey, sometimes you have to put your ears to the pulse of the streets. That's Very what good. I'm saying. Yeah. Reggie knows what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You're I'm a man from the streets. I have oh, a notification for Reggie now on Facebook that me and him are now friends. Sometimes yes, a stitch in time saves a rolling stone from gathering. That is so, true. <laughs> that is like the kettle calling the cheese flat. Exactly. Anyway, some random That's thoughts. Weird. Send my thanks and appreciation to Reggie and Chris on their best of '92 segment. I loved it, and it made stuff. me realize made me realize how much I miss Wizard Magazine. Jim, you can't relate because you haven't read comics your whole life, like Eric, Reggie, and myself. So yeah. go take a piss or yell at your kids or something while Eric and I discuss the greatness that was Wizard: The Guide to Comics. Damn Welcome right. back. Let's do this. Jim. Yeah, I, I know that people were equating that almost to that new uh, previews magazine that it DC put It looked just like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. Did you look through that, Reggie? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, liked I actually it. I liked it. It was a cool little magazine. Yeah, and actually, and even spelled out a couple things that told you who was going to be on the new team of Detective. Yep. And also uh, mentioned that there's going to be a Superman crossover, Action yeah. Comics and Superman, coming up next year. So I, it wasn't just all fluff. It did have some cool things in it. Uh, I love the format. And if anybody wants to know, it did. Basically, it said that uh, uh, Luke and Azrael will be on the uh, Detective Comics team, which it's kind of pointing that way anyway. And Eric loves yeah. Azrael. Cool. Love- no, no. <laughs> yeah, I love the format of the Batman annual this week. Several short stories, like the Wonder Woman 75th anniversary issue was. I hope they continue to do this with their annuals. Okay, thanks for reading. I'm going to end this with my current top five list of DC Rebirth titles. Number five, All-Star Batman. Number four, Batman. Number three, Suicide Squad. Number two, Detective Comics. And still at number one, Wonder Woman. Later, dudes, Brian Weston from Conway, Arkansas. Arkansas. You didn't say anything about fucking uh, Jones. Kansas. Arkansas. I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. The next one, <laughs> next one is from Joel G. Jones. Come on, oh, man. Oh, Joel Jones. Yeah, this. he didn't say that. Uh, yeah, he didn't. But uh, G says, "What's I up, Get so Fresh much. Crew?" Whoop whoop. I just finished listening to an episode <laughs> in half speed. <laughs> 
I just finished listening to episode in half speed, and it took me a full 26 hours. I don't remember an episode reaching 13 hours in the past. Was episode 99 the longest you guys ever recorded? There is a trivia question. What do you think? Yes. That is a yes. Uh, Another trivia question. I was going to have trivia at that beginning, and actually, I was kind of hoping, I didn't think we would, but I was kind of hoping that we were going to end up with a lot of time at the end, or at least a little, and I was going to kind of, we were going to stop recording and just hang out and talk uh, to the people in the chat. And one of the things was a uh, trivia game, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not going to say the answer, so Eric, shut your mouth. Uh, I wanted people to uh, guess what the first book was that was ever reviewed on Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is, uh, Toby? Uh, Was it the um, Skype instruction manual? Uh, no, and we still don't have that down yet. We, we never did read that. No, it is uh, the one comic, and it's a weird. It's really weird. Uh, Eric it's could not. Weird. Eric couldn't get it. I asked him nope. at work because, and this was just me going back and listening to some I things. Tried. And it wasn't. And really, if you want to have another part of it, which episode was it? Because it may not have been number one. Yeah, that's so weird. Ooh-wee. Yeah, uh, what just were we a doing little shout out. Yeah, one. we didn't we didn't review a book on episode one. It was very odd. Uh, I love Tenchu Stealth Assassins for the original PS1, which is one of my favorites. I also played Tenchu 2, and I remember being amazed at the fact that you could sheath your sword in that one. It didn't take much to wow us during the original PlayStation days. Now, people complain that bodies don't fall realistically when they die, or that they are, or not every building is accessible in an open world game. Ninja Scroll was awesome. He's just going by the things I said last week of my yeah. favorite ninja shit. Ninja Scroll was awesome. I remember that was the first anime where I remember seeing a fully realized rape scene it's true that, that's Holy pretty shit, much what really? i saw yeah it's it's harsh uh toby do you watch a lot of anime at all um not so much now i've found that with um, with anime it kind of makes me go to sleep i don't know okay. what, what it is i love it i respect it but it's it just, um, out, that's why reggie i never yeah. even asked you did you ever get into anime me, me? no reggie Sorry. uh I, when i was in high school i knew a kid okay. that used to get a lot of anime yeah yeah, really? Okay. Because he's going to ask anime in high school as well, but after that, it kind of fell apart. Yeah, I me. actually, I was telling G, at one point, I was buying uh, shit off the internet from a guy uh, who was doing fan subs, <laughs> fan subtitle shit. I was pretty deep into it, and still in the basement, I have a bunch of VHS tapes from that guy. And do you it, have it's the funny. Wandering Kid, the original Legend of the Oberfiend? I do not. No, what I are don't. What are you talking about? I, I actually, uh, I have a... I have a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. Toby, and shut that's, up. A, that's an awesome movie. Yeah. We're trying it to make fun of Reggie movie. here. How dare you? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's the craziest thing uh, where I'm talking to G about it. I'm like, oh, you, you know, I'm trying to impress him. And, yeah. and I'm saying, hey, I, yeah, I had, I had the, you know, I used to get these fan subs. And right away, is that fully legal? I'm like, I, I don't fucking wow. know. I didn't ask. I was so impressed with the animation of that movie that I started looking for other movies by the director. Oh, here we go. Yash- <laughs> I should have Eric read this. Yashaki. <laughs> Yoshiaki. I got it this. out. It's Yoshiaki <laughs> Kawajira. Kawajira. I'm looking at both chats. I have no idea what's going on and right now. And then I came across Wicked City, and the one rape scene in Ninja Scroll was replaced with a record of three rape scenes in Wicked City, which I've seen <laughs> as well, all done to the same woman. I couldn't understand why the main protagonist did not lose her mind after being raped so much. With I'm that being you, said... I'm, I'm looking at G's fucking uh, chat in the Twitter right now. It's like, laugh out loud, you guy did a job, Reggie, Jim, and... <laughs> I don't even yeah. 
I give his commentary three rapes out of five. The guy is drunk. Right? It's pretty good. Three three rapes out of five rapes is Uh what I give it. He said, with that being said, what are your five favorite anime movies? His are Princess Mononoke. That's how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I don't know how to pronounce this shit, and I'm You're not listening right. to a drunk ass. Number two, Akira. Number three, Ghost in the Shell. Number four, Steam Boy. Number five, Street Fighter II, the animated movie. By the way, I am with you, Jim, regarding people complaining about James Tyne and making Batman a bad guy. They should stay away from Brubaker's run of Bruce Wayne murder, where his own teammates suspected him murdering a reporter. Not only did the whole city think of Bruce Wayne as a criminal, his own teammates uh, teammates distrusted him, and Batman went solo. Now, back to the uh, the... Animes. I'm freaking. My mind's all over the place as well. I'm the Eric's not the only one having problems, but I Thank did love. God. I'm telling you, anybody here see Street Fighter Two, the animated yeah. movie? No, it's fucking awesome. It's so good with Chun Li in the shower. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think remember it that is. one. And I, I didn't even like Street Fighter or fighting games, and I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I like Ghost in the Shell. I thought that was a little overrated. I love Akira, and the. Uh, uh, Princess, uh, how do you say, say it? Okay. I like uh, Porco Rosso by him, and um, that's Miyazaki who does that. And uh, I don't know. I, I was not a big fan of Spirited Away. I think that's one that you like, right? Yeah, Spirited Away as well. Yeah, I, I was not a big fan of that. Um, some other stuff that I liked. I liked uh, Battle Angel Alito. That's uh, that the American name. I think that's awesome. And do you remember when the, um, wasn't James Cameron going to do like an yeah, adaption of yep, that? Yep, he was going to. And the thing is, I always wanted. Now it kind of. I don't know. I thought that I'd like some sexy cosplay from that, but you yeah. don't see much of that. Uh, some other things like I used to watch. Not that there was the greatest Trigun. I used to watch a lot. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy is one of my Bebop favorite animes ever. I thought that was fucking awesome. What about Astro Boy, the original I did, shit? Astro though, Boy's okay. It just seemed old. It just seemed old. Just wow. seemed old. But that's what Steam Boy actually kind of had that. It had that like feel that too, a little. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, Laputa, I guess, is the one that uh, I have a bunch. I'm trying to think of all the other things, but yeah, Akira. It's Akira's one of those that. I never yeah. watched Akira. It, it, well, the weird thing about it is it's one of those that you, you tend to kind of not want to mention because you think that people think you're faking the funk because yeah. that's the big one. I did really like it, though. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it incredible. Is. And, it's you know, the so comic, good. The comic is really worth looking at also. Really? It's really uh, well done. Yeah, yeah, I've never looked at it like that. I'm telling you, Kira was something you always heard growing <laughs> up as a kid. Kira? Jesus Christ, what Kira happened? Kira Knightley? Uh, Akira. Akira, what the fuck oh, happened? Sorry. Did I say it wrong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at, I'm looking at what G wrote in the uh, chat here, and, and it, this is what Eric couldn't read. <laughs> LOL, you guys did a great job, Jim, Eric, and Reggie. Really great show. So that that's uh, that was his intellig- unintelligible chat right there. <laughs> All right, words are like a speed bump there right now. So uh, yes, we. But yeah, I I actually it's funny because I have not watched much anime in a, in a long God, while. I, I even like stuff like Chobits. You ever see that? Like, that I, was I, awesome. Uh, yeah, I really like like all sorts of different anime. That see, did you ever see um, Samurai Champloo? It was yeah, like a. Yeah. With the I hip-hop kind it. of influence. Yeah, it was, it was I like really, that really nicely done. Was that yep. like Afro Samurai? I actually liked I Afro Samurai that. as well. That I uh, saw. 
Other things that I liked, though, I watched it later and didn't like it as much, was like Record of the Lotus War and uh, Slayers. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Slayers. That's really yeah, Slayers. <laughs> I, I really did like those, but awesome. that was like it was like D and D and stuff. But, but we'll move on here. Uh, G keeps then says this week I picked up Batman Annual Number One, Superman Annual Number One, and Suicide Squad Number Seven. And I have to say that I read Batman Annual Number One last night, and it was a complete waste of money. Should have been $2 cheaper. Six rapes out of ten. <laughs> and then he says latex GM Chung. And that's something in the chat room, I believe. Hey, I, I'm telling you, uh, Toby, you are uh, full out in the chat room. I don't get a lot of time to go in the chat room. And usually I go in and I start talking. And you guys are so embroiled in something, nobody fucking pays attention to me. And I fuck a walk away I see away my crying. name mentioned. I jump in. And that's about yeah, all I got. Yeah, yeah I see. Eric made the mistake of saying that as soon as you mention his name, he'll pop up. And then yeah, that's so it. People I just, just, just mentioned like that. I I also have the problem because I'm telling you, if people are out there and there's this chat that we talk about, if you want to be in and you follow us on Twitter and you're in, this isn't just like, hey, Jim's great and Eric's funny. It's it's rarely about us. And it gets to the point where it doesn't even have to do with comics and stuff. It's just kind of life stuff. And that's where I run into problems. Whatever's going on in the world, you talk about. Well, I pop in to have a, a fucking laugh. And the next thing I realize is there's been serious shit going on. They're talking, and there's fucking asshole Jim who shows up. Hey, boys, what's going yeah. down? <laughs> Everybody's talking about, you know, pretty serious stuff and, and trying to, you know, help each other out and stuff, and there's fucking asshole me. Hey, here's guys, a, look at what I'm eating tonight. Uh, I sent a picture a, here's of something we, uh, Eric and I were talking about earlier in the chat room was um, our favorite movie, Dickheads. So we yeah. came up Hell with, like, yeah, Jack, Jack Burton from, um, from Big, Big Trouble in Little China. yeah. Um, Ash Williams from the Evil Dead movies. Who's, and then who, who was the other one you mentioned? Mine was Reggie. His, the actor's name is Reggie Bannister, but he only goes by Reggie in the film uh, series of Phantasm. Yeah. You think he's an asshole? Why? Because he all he wants is get laid the entire time. He only wants get he's laid. Saving guys. everybody though later on, doesn't he? I think uh, Reggie, would you say that Mikey belongs in that movie? Huh? How dare yeah. you, Mikey? He's Mikey. a he's a complete fucking dickhead. He is. He's a fucking Tell asshole. Me, have you watched Phantasm at all? Um, I have all four of them on DVD, and I um I've only seen the first one. All right, d- uh, dude, we gotta watch them together. That's what we gotta do because yeah, I mean he shapes up. Reggie shapes up by the Reggie end. Reggie shapes so... up as a hero, but all he wants to do is get laid while he has a four barrel yeah, shotgun. So here's the thing: you're saying that, My and then favorite... you you might as well put Han Solo in there because in the at you the end of well, you know he, he's a dick and he, he goes away and then he comes back. He is a but scoundrel. I still think that, guy. that all Han Solo get married to a princess. And you know what? Lando as well. Lando's a dick. Oh, Lando's a big old dick. He's a fucking that. asshole. I love you know? Lando though. Yeah, I know. See, I believe I believe in the words of Ice Cube, and that's life ain't nothing but money and fuck a bitch. So oh. I think uh, I think these people uh, are all in line with true. that. That is true. That Mikey Let, though is just a tell dad. me though. Yeah, we gotta watch Phantasm together. Mikey's Definitely, I'm down, man. I'm down. Hey, Not let me nice. ask you this guy though. Do Do you guys know about the? So we have the Get Fresh Crew chat, right? Woo-woo. Yes. Do you know about the Get Fresh Crew After Dark chat? No. no oh, okay. Uh, there, there's only there's only five of us right now. But, uh, and is this is this something that you you Brits are doing while we're sleeping? Is that what's going on there? <laughs> it's no, you, you and Andrew from Belfast. Yes, it's Andrew <laughs> from Belfast, uh, Toby, and some BBW I, I, fucking porn star. Exactly. Well, that's it. That's that's where we took all that kind of conversation. We moved it over to the after dark chat. So if you ah. want to talk about sex and exchange pictures of boobs. 
Come join us. Uh, right, that was Jim, probably you... best of you because that chat was getting pretty blue. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you're telling me is that you ruined the chat after midnight is what you're telling me. <laughs> so, now, is this a separate chat room then? It's a separate yes. chat room, yeah, yeah. I want oh, in. Sure. Well, I it wasn't even me who started it. I need, is G in this? Is he showing pictures oh, of his girlfriend? Is that possible? I'm, I'm afraid that, that uh, the uh, the membership list is uh, strictly forbidden to uh, to, to non members. You you will never know who's in there. Damn it! It's like Fight you, Club. Fight Club Fight me, it is. Yeah, the, the minute that I'm in that chat room, I'm getting my fucking privates cut off. I got I got. There's eyes all over this house. They'll fucking tell on me in a second. Oh, God. The next email is from Chisanga. Chisanga says, hey, guys, it's been a while. And, and you say this. So if, if you want to be in the after dark, you got to get a hold of Toby. And this chat's going to become way more popular, I, I would guess. <laughs> it is good, though. I said that when I, I would see some crazy things and then I'd see one of the ladies going, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I don't talk. I'm like, I'm not associated with these guys. Uh, the get fresh. Chisanga's next. Chisanga says, hey, give me a whoop whoop, Eric. Come on. I think he passed out. <laughs> think he's going. He there he goes. Chisanga says, hey, guys, been a while. I read Justice League of America this week, and I would like to propose a fuck you zero for anything that has Hitch's Whoa. name attached to it. And left wondering why DC and Jeff Johns especially decided to leave one of their biggest books in his care. I don't know what he does for the higher-ups since, to my dismay, is scoring back uh, to Justice League in February. Or is going back to Justice League in February. And while Orlando will be way better than Hitch with his JLA... I don't know about that. I'm still burnt from the Monster Men and trying Supergirl. I'm convinced that he can only write Midnighter at this point. And I, I've liked this many of Midnighter, but even that, it has the worst points. It, it's bad dialogue or whatever. I just think that this, uh, the hitch, I don't think they want to admit that they were wrong. I think that he's on the Justice League. They hired him to do that. They figured since he's not doing art, he'll keep the deadlines. Reggie, you have pointed out to me many a time, uh, the importance of meeting a deadline is sometimes more important than actually telling a great story. That you had told me at one point that you thought Steve Orlando, one of the reasons he has become, was becoming more popular, he never missed a deadline. And it does seem that way. I think that that's what's going on here. And I really don't think that they want anything to point that they made a mistake or that something's failing. So they're just going to, you know, stay the course for the while with Brian Hitch. I don't know what you guys think. Do you agree, disagree? Hello? Hello. Um, I think my my theory, my conspiracy theory, is that uh, Jeff Johns is actually a hardcore fan of this podcast, and he's okay. deliberately keeping Hitch on that book just just because he wants off. to hear us get fucking lose a yeah, fucking exactly. blow a gasket. That's right. Are you there, Reggie? You still I'm here, here? I'm here. I went to go take a pee. Oh my goodness! I'm fucking asking you question after question. Oh, Did yeah, you hear me? What I said about Steve Orlando and Brian Hitch? No. I said that you, me you and you would talk way back. No, yes, no. I said before that when I would say to you, like Jesus Christ, I don't know why Steve Orlando is on these books. Why are they hiring him? Why are they doing all this stuff? And you basically told me uh, there is a very big importance on meeting a deadline. Now, Brian Hitch. That throws that all out. Because, oh, yeah, but big time. I do think, though, that they said to themselves, listen, we won't have him do art and story. Uh, he'll just do story, told him you have to hit the deadlines. But you told Steve Orlando, I don't think that any of his books have ever been delayed. Uh, you know, he doesn't have tons, but I, I don't remember him missing. He was on every issue of Midnighter. I don't think any were delayed. They just keep coming out. I, that, I don't. That goes a long way in production, let me tell yeah. you, because when these guys uh, get. 
when they slip up, that's when you start seeing, you know, like a Jim Lee book where there's like five anchors yeah, on it. Yeah. And uh, he's, and, really and that is, up. yeah. Hey, unfortunately for everybody, yeah, Jim Lee is kind of immune to anybody getting mad, obviously. Well, yeah. so, and we said that was the joke when he was announced on that Suicide Squad. It, it kind of was a fucking joke, like, oh, how long is it going to take? And then immediately it was yeah, like, right. yeah, he's only going to write the first 12 pages and stuff, oh, and it go. just keeps going. It's so <laughs> crazy, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chisanga, I, I don't know. I don't know why Brian Hitch is on Justice League, but I really do think that, I said, Reggie, that I think that basically they don't want to admit they're wrong, and they don't want anything oh, right now to look like a failure. I, I told you why he's on. It's because he's a friend of Bob Harris, and the Bob yeah. Harris is the president of D.C., and he yeah. used to be in Wildstorm, and Jim Lee is the co-publisher. This is totally a nepotism bullshit yeah. move, yeah. and it's it's annoying. I'll go with that. This is yeah. their flagship book, for fucking yep. sake. You know, put... Put him on, you know, whatever, Superwoman or something, if you if you got to have him do something. That book's going to be canceled. Oh, Repairman God, Jack that says. Be, that and Blue Beetle are the first two to be canceled, right? Yeah, I would think. I would think. Uh, yeah. Because, really, Blue Beetle has a Good, lot of problems. Are you buying any of those? Uh, I'm buying everything. Literally yeah, everything. How dare you? Yeah, Blue Beetle. <laughs> Blue Beetle is the one that's crazy because it really doesn't matter in the large scale of things. Unfortunately, Superwoman... Uh, kind of has something it has to get done before it ends. If yeah. you ended Blue Beetle right now, like cut it cold right now, nothing would matter. They, no. you know, I, even I, Ted Cord, who you thought was something important, it is nothing. Like, like I always say in the chat room and stuff. Like, I'm I'm known for like I jumped on when Rebirth started. I didn't read yeah. anything DC before then. So when Blue Beetle came out, everyone was like going ape shit for it Oof. they were really excited i didn't know who the character was so i was like okay this is going to be great eric's all about this guy i'm yeah. gonna love it i started reading it by the time i got to the end of the rebirth number one i was like i don't understand what i've just read yeah. I know, and, right? and now i've I've made it up to episode uh, episode issue two and i still don't know what the fuck's yeah. happened like no. people are talking it, I'm, I, so I, I, I sorry, I'm so it sorry it is don't worry. It I is like a sing-song fucking dialogue that makes no sense. I said no. I yeah. I actually act out my own bit of dialogue to Eric at work, and it's it, it, I'm telling you, here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a shitty comic book version, and people are going to get mad now, but it is relative. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the Gilmore Girls, where it has to be quirky for no reason. <laughs> Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, people who like the Gilmore Girls, they, they love that dialogue, but in a comic, it just doesn't work. It's like, Toby. I'm going to go there. There? Yes. Where? There. Up there? Where? Under there? Under where? Ha ha ha. And there you go. There's a fucking full page. Toby, and it's just favor. terrible. Just, just try to go back and read the New 52 Blue Beetle. It's not that bad. Okay. No, I'll, if, if you recommend it, then I'll do that. I, that's, I do. One, that's one of the things I love about this podcast is like the audience, like, you know, the, the Get Fresh crew, whoop, whoop. They've all. Whoop, whoop. They've all been like throwing all these book recommendations at me, and yeah. it's awesome because I, I would never have this kind of level of um, knowledge. You know, like um, yeah. people are you know, people are saying, yeah, everyone talks about this book, but forget that this is the shit you really want. Now tell you know? me, over there in Britain land, do everybody talk about fucking Judge Dread AD? Hell yeah, that's are our they? boy. Okay, I'm not they... sure. I have no idea. That is popular in Britain land. Is, yeah. that... <laughs> is that is that the amusement park based on Britain? Is that what that is? I think I. It's terrible. Like park, I wanted to we go all there. love it. What is that? Yeah. They have the the women straight from the Straits of Sussex over there. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's, all, it's all scouts, uh, girls. Uh, Toby, uh, back like to Epcot Center, but the beer. Back, back no, to Britain. Really curious. Everybody was still all about Judge Dredd over there in England land. I'm gonna ask you in, in England land. It is now. England Toby, land. I want to know in England land. 
What the fuck happened that Prince Harry became such a goddamn handsome man? Seriously, when he was growing up, Prince William was the guy. You know, his dad looks like freaking Alfred E. Newman for God's sake. Prince William, though, Prince William was so cute. Everybody thought Prince William. Oh my God, he looks like guy. Look at him. And then Harry just looked like some crazy. He did. He looked like fucking. I don't know. Goddamn Alfred E. Newman, actually. And all of a sudden, he he became fucking handsome man. Prince Harry is where it's at. Me and Eric were talking this week. We're talking you know, about how um, handsome. Do you know he is. Ed Sheeran? Yeah, yeah. I blame yeah. him. He's 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 our most famous redheaded export, and um, yeah. I think that because he is deemed quote unquote hot, I think that that has spilled over to Prince Harry, and that that's has goes, instantly right. boosted his sexiness. I'm telling you, he's it's a purely sexy speculation fella. on my Jim part. Jim and I both looking at pictures, man. I'm like Prince William used to be the big ass deal, like you know, a couple In of years Britain ago. Land. Now it's all about Prince Harry. Yeah. Okay, Prince okay, Harry's- okay. Fuck Mary, kill. Harry, <laughs> William, or Charles. It's well, funny. We're, me, we're and Eric did, Charles me and Eric right did this away, this obviously. week. Thank we did you. this this why, week, why, me and Eric wait, at work. Why would you kill Charles right away? That no, you got to marry William. With him and Princess Diana. I'm telling you, you have to marry William because he will become king. You're damn right. Charles is going to become king, and he's going to die a week later. So you have William. I am fucking that Harry every goddamn day. I do not care. And this then, yeah, is messed up because Charles. Toby has to has to pray to the royal family a picture of them every morning. That's yeah, true. Written, so, that yeah, that's, that's true. as I understand it. So that's, this uh, is not right what you say. One thing yeah. you should do, Toby, is when you have some time, uh, the Eagles quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles, our local team in football, uh, their quarterback, Carson Wentz, yeah, right. just he looks like Harry. He is a spitting okay. image of Harry, and he's a sexy fellow himself. He you look is. at him. In fact, look up Carson Wentz and just put H, and it'll come right up, and you'll be like, "Holy <laughs> crap, that's a good-looking man." I don't know the only reason I, I like Harry is because of Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the Eagles, or tangentially uh, speaking of the Eagles, I blew um, Reggie's mind the other day by telling him that I go and watch the Super Bowl every yeah, year. I heard yeah. yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I love that shit. I, I, I said American footy. I tried to make him think I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. is that the footy? And he, Toby, like, do you oh, watch like, like like soccer all the time? I, I legitimately, I am not a sports person. I okay. support I support my local ice hockey team, and that's because nice. I love um, yeah. right. the you NHL game awesome. on my yeah. Xbox. But no, uh, football, who's football your team? Who's your team in the nonsense. NHL? In the NHL, we have the MK Lightnings. Uh, okay, that. Uh, what? Uh, who's your favorite team of the of actually the NHL? If you play the game, who do you usually play? As? Oh, I see. Uh, San Jose Sharks. Okay. okay. And, and that's yeah. that. The only reason for that is because San Jose was. Um, I stayed there and I got lost. I was like walking okay. around the streets no, I, and I, I was like, "What the fuck am I?" San Jose Sharks. That makes sense to me. No, no. You, you should more be a Penguins fan, but that's fine. I'm supposed to be a, a Flyers <laughs> fan, but the hell with that. Be Basically, if fan. if you want me to support your team, just put like a giant like. Animal <laughs> playing ice hockey on your shirt, and yeah. that's all, that's all, all you right, need so to do. Well, so penguins, awesome. I'm down with. It's funny. Back in the day, if you look You're at the sharks there. logo, the big talk was that the shark logo is actually the shark kill- eating the penguin because he's there and he's got oh, the yeah. broken stick that the penguin the has. That was a big talk. Stick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was and also like sh- the ultimate white boy hat. When yeah, it first yeah. Came oh, out. it was, it was just I like. Turquoise that was actually like, oh yeah, that's yep. a good color for. Yeah, a that was guy. about. That was pretty much the anti, the uh, antithesis of the like Raiders cap or exactly. you know the yeah, white, that was the white boy version. Yeah, yeah. It was. Do you know? Do you know what the coolest thing though was that um, that Mighty Ducks thing that Disney did with the, yeah. the duck? Oh, like yeah. it, it looked like um, fucking Donald Duck's like yeah. decayed yeah. head. Yeah, with a, yeah. It was it was awesome. a goalie mask that was cool. Yeah, uh, I love that. Amazing. 
penguins. Toby, do you do they talk about hockey much over there in Britain land? They don't talk about it here in US land. <laughs> not, not really, not really. It's, yeah. it, it is getting bigger over here, I think, because now really? we yeah, now That's we've got awesome. like now we've got like over 200 different channels on yeah, with yeah. the satellite TV and stuff. Oh, right. we, we, now we have like the American BBC, I get you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> That's not all about. Hey, tell me what's going on BBC the Dave. <laughs> Wow. And the, the other thing is, uh, it, here, th- they really push that London game. The couple times they go over oh, yeah. to London and the American football. And do I people really like, do people like American football now there? Because yeah. when I went back in the 80s, nobody had even heard of it. No. You, you have no. to be an Eagles fan. And well, then soccer you can, is getting you can have over your, here too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, so. If you're an Eagles fan, then you can have your heart broken like me and Eric. That's what you do. <laughs> and no, I'll have to Reggie tell you. what was talking about, though, it's fucking, I actually went to a bar to watch a soccer game with my buddy who was all about it. I'm like, it ended in a tie after four hours, you piece of shit. What am I doing here? No, the worst is when I was in England and my uh, my aunt had me watch cricket, and I was watching it. I didn't understand a fucking thing going, but I, I was dealing with it. And uh, as a pig-headed American, I kept thinking to myself, fashioning myself like I could even step in. But at that point, I think I was 13, thought that I could go and be one of the best cricketers. Sure. Or, oh, yeah, you know, no I'm the best, uh, you know, whatever. But the minute that they stopped to have fucking lunch and mm-hmm. fucking tea, I was done. I was like, that's fucking nonsense. The fucking it's middle tradition. of a sport. Gotta stick I, to I know. It just drove me nuts. Oh, it, it really did. It, I love it you too, me man. Nuts. I don't understand it, but I love you. Well, yeah. well, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Raphael said it best in the first Ninja Turtles movie. He says, "Cricket, you got to what is it? You got to be a trumpet." You got to know what a trumpet is before you got to learn. That's the line. That's the line. Yeah, I, I, I do know he, what a trumpet Eric is. Eric is shit faced, and he can re- recall so dialogue. Crazy. Ninja Turtles ain't so calling no matter what. It, would it be me? Funk, is it me faking the funk, uh, telling you that Manchester United's my favorite uh, Premier League team? Yes, is that, yes, is exactly. that kind of faking the funk? Okay, Ryan we, Giggs, we, we Ryan Giggs is my favorite. Team, right, called the MK Dons. Okay, and yeah. Manchester United came here a couple of years ago for like a friendly game, and we right. thrashed them five nil. Really? Like <laughs> it was it was unheard of. So that really put us on the map that game. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, Ryan Giggs was one of my favorite guys uh, back uh, in the, you know, a couple of years ago. I fucking love him. Okay. I, I was big on him. And I, I really liked the Premier League uh, at one point. Not anymore. But the next mail. We are doing mail, by the Whoa, way. Yes. And yeah. people were asking how we were going to possibly make this uh, episode 13 hours. I, I can see why. You just I get Eric Shea talking. I, you, I love Rip- talking to Toby. Repairman Jack. I've been waiting for Repairman Jack <laughs> says, hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. What's hello, up, guys? And happy 100. Shout out to the crew currently in the chat. Fuck Who is this? Now onto the list. This is Repairman Jack. Eric. Okay. Keep up. Batman number uh, Bat. Okay, this is him giving his uh, $25 pull list, I think. Okay. Batman $6 needs to be on the list, and this long story form is really gripping me. Green Lantern's number 6. This has quickly become one of my favorite Rebirth titles because it seems like the one title that has retained the most fun in Rebirth. Even if the story isn't completely fun, it has a comic book feel, uh, fun feel to it, and I'm loving it. Uh, Superman, 6 bucks, No comment. Detective Comics, 6 bucks, No comment. <laughs> but then he says, both Superman and Detective 
perspective have been the most consistent for me throughout Rebirth. I continue to like the stories and look forward to where they go. All in all, I'm kind of bummed I don't have any monthlies like New Superman and Red Hood, but these four books are the ones I look forward to most each week, and I absolutely love the bi-weekly model. That is his $25 idea by that pull list. I figured I had to get in on the sign-off, so you just got repaired. That's a, that's a sign off. I like that. The next one is, uh, and that is, uh, uh, what's it called? That was Repairman Jack. I'm yes. sorry. I'm getting drunk like that. You drunk bastard. I am drunk. <laughs> I, I actually stopped drinking a while back. I am sobered up now. Uh, now, now I'm just, I'm drunk with your words, Eric. I'm drunk with love. Jamin's next. Jamin says, Hey, James. What's up, Eric? What's up, Jamin? <laughs> Congrats on getting to episode 100. I wanted to talk about one of the most and least favorite writers in comic books, Robert Venditti. Although there are better writers and a lot worse writers working today, he is the most polarizing to me. I started following Robert Venditti when he was in his second arc of Exo Manowar for Valiant Comics. You ever read any of those, Toby? Uh, I know Rob Van Winkle. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so do I. Uh, <laughs> what were the two options? Dick yeah, Van Dyke. Uh, did you ever read uh, anything from Valiant Comics? Uh, yeah, Faith. I, uh, okay. I, I buy Faith. He's right. got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Rob Van it made me laugh so much when, when it came out that his name, last name was Van Winkle. His brilliant reimagination of the savage but somewhat civilized misogynistic XO character from the 90s was what hooked me with the whole Valiant universe. Then I found out he wrote the script for the Bruce Willis movie Surrogates, which Oof. I felt was a great concept and premise for a futuristic movie. I never watched that. No, I didn't either. When I find out... When I found out he was going to follow in Jeff John's footsteps as the main ongoing writer for Green Lantern Universe, I knew I had to collect the series despite my pessimism about anybody following John's with a quality Green Lantern run. In the beginning of his Green Lantern run, Venditti showed a lot of promise, putting Hal up as the leader of the entire Green Lantern Corps in the absence of the Guardians and creating a great morally ambiguous villain in Relic. You like Relic, Eric? No. I know. No, I don't. You haven't got enough of them. I yeah, had no idea what Relic's all about, honestly. <laughs> I've come from the other universe that existed before our own, yeah. and I'm doing things, and then I'm defeated. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, with the good oh, concepts, we also got the bad concepts, like, like the reservoir yeah, and the regression of Hal's growth <laughs> as a character. Despite this mixed bag, I trudged on hoping the reservoir would get resolved and things would get better. But as the story arcs concluded, there were several unresolved dangling subplots that have not been resolved to this day. I will tell you, before I go on, I think that people have mentioned, so it's not just me saying it, uh, Venditti was pretty good at setting up a story. He was not great at ending yeah. stuff. He really left a lot of shit hanging Titans out there. Hunt. Yeah. That, it, that was Dan Abnett, you fucking drunk. Yeah, you are correct, <laughs> sir. You are very Sheesh. correct. Uh, Van Diddy was really good in set. I should quiz you on every uh, creative team right now. Don't do Van it. Van Diddy was really good in setting up the beginnings of his arcs and giving us great moments, like when Hal single-handedly held up Apocalypse in Godhead. And people like God. Did you like Godheader? I liked aspects of Godhead, but all like all together, it was not great. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like two issues too long, frankly. Really? Well, when when that was going on, it oh, actually to me it two was getting more long, it was long. getting more positive <laughs> play actually that God he got a little, and that was at the point where people were so angry at Green Lantern for being crossover heavy that oh, yeah. that actually was, was good crazy. enough where people were you know every every goddamn you would end a crossover to to start a new one. 
Yeah. Uh, it was bad. He got a little power-up help from St. Walker, but the moment was still awesome. But any semblance of a satisfying conclusion this, to story arcs left the room like a fart in the wind due to all the dangling side plots. While this was happening on the DC side, Venditti was continuing his amazing run on EXO. To make it even more impressive, Venditti really tied the Valiant Universe together and put a cherry on top of this crossover events, Armor Hunters and Book of Death, which I felt surpassed any crossover event that Marvel or DC have done in the last 10 years. Because of this, I not only kept reading Green Lantern with the hopes that it would get better, but I also started collecting and reading the Flash series that Venditti was co-writing with Van Jensen, another one that just didn't end well. Yep. Diddy's Flash was a lot like his Green Lantern run decent to good concepts with unresolved conclusions. Although the Flash is supposed to be the fastest of all characters, Diddy's story pacing felt like the Flash series was constantly stuck and trudging along the quicksand. How can, Van Bit, how can Venditti be so good from start to finish in his Valiant comic series, so very bad in the DC comic series? I would say it's because probably... Because he loved Exo Man of War way it's probably, more. It's probably editorial, too. They probably uh, demanded he do a lot of things and change shit, I would guess. Uh, I imagine know. as well. If you guys have a chance, read Wrath of Eternal Warrior, written by Robert Venditti, much like Exo. It has been good from start to finish, and it's heading towards its final issue. Uh, the Valiant stuff, uh, Brandon is really big on. He he likes all that. He likes, like, Ninjack and that stuff. Ninjack. Yeah. Ninjack. That's what I have to do because I, I don't have a lot of time when my wife leaves the room. I got to Ninjack that yeah. out. So I do, too. Hey, I do. Jess goes out to pick up her food. I'm like, fuck, I got 10 minutes to jerk God it off. Let's do it. Damn right. I'm telling you, I have... Like, you know, my wife's right there watching TV. I got to fucking rub one out. Well, you say that, reason. you got five kids who have to go yeah. in the car with her to do yeah, it. That's yeah, that's true. And Diddy's that's the main reason I did. Yeah, I decided. Yeah, really, it's fucking fast and furious. I decided to drop all Check Green Lantern titles. Yeah, really. Since the start of Rebirth, then Diddy also soured me on the Flash, who used to be my favorite DC character during the Buchalato Manipul New Fifty Two run, which just came out as an omnibus. Here's my DC Comics Christmas wish list for 2016. Number one, get Venditti away from the Green Lantern universe. Go ahead and give the universe over to that pot smoking hippie, Sam Humphreys. I know, just right? Just give Diddy like the Trevin. boot. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, I agree. The how Jordan you the Green Lantern Corps, how Jordan the Green you. Lantern Corps is just kind of nothing. Uh, nothing has happened so far. Uh, yet I love Hal and I love the core. I love Guy Gardner's my Green Lantern. And we just, we, we're not getting enough of any of them, which is a shame because we're that many books in. But number two, end Manipul's Trinity run and get him back on the flash with Brian Bucciolato. I actually would go for that. Uh, and I'm not that impressed with Trinity after a couple issues. I no, really right? had high hopes. I had high hopes. It was, You're it right. was gonna, I said when we did the pull list, uh, originally that was like one I thought that I was gonna have to add on. I didn't. Uh, number three, remove Brian Hitch from all DC writing and drawing duties on everything DC publishes, even if it means paying him for the next couple of years for zero creative services or rent. Agreed. No, Agreed. no, no. I, I think that he's still, uh, people would still pay to see him as an artist. Just well, let him go I'm back gonna, to what he I'm does. Not did he as an artist. Tell you, it's Brian ben. Hitch, Eric, you drunkard. Oh. I ain't drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty but sure it, people would pay to see him hanged as well. That's so. true. But I, I don't. I like Brian Hitch. I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like his art, but people do. So I, I don't know. It's not me. Yeah, I know. But again, we only saw his art. Really, me and you, Eric, we only saw his art generally as JLA. a time where, and, and that was probably rushed because he was doing the art and the writing. Agreed. So it was probably rushed a bit, and it was delayed all the time. I, I um, really thought we were on Robert and Diddy still. 
Number four, get Scott Snyder to leak the name and premise of the series he is going to do with Capullo next summer. I agree. You know he wants to tell everybody. Just give him the okay. Not having with Robert Van Diddy? No, not Robert Van Diddy, Eric. Uh, I, I might even... Uh, oh, you piece of sh- shit. I hate you so I, much. Should I let you uh, know that I might know the title of what this is? Hmm. Do you? I might. You, you know he wants me. to tell everybody. I'm not allowed. Just give him the okay partially spill the beans. To partially spill the beans. I need something to look forward to from DC for the next year besides Super Suns. On top of that, we need something to look forward to besides for fucking The Stag where, she, where yeah, she's an that, on goddamn signal the, on fucking, fucking Batman nonsense. annual. Number five. Take a drink, Eric. Are you still drinking or did All you right, stop? I, I will. Yeah, I'll keep Take drinking. Take a drink. Take a drink. Number five. Stop putting Steve Orlando on new series like JLA. The man has always failed me in the past, and I have zero interest in JLA because of it. As far as I'm concerned, any series with Steve Orlando running after really trying to find redeeming qualities in his Night of Monster Man piece of shit is dead to me. Number six, tell Greg Ruck to stop teasing us and get the fucking point with Wonder Woman. I don't know why, but I feel like the lie story arc is eerily similar to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode where Buffy is waking up the two rea- to two realities. One where she is a vampire slayer, another where she's a normal girl where who is in a mental institution deluding herself into things. Thinking she is a vampire slayer with superhuman strength, speed, and agility, and it some happens. martial art skills to boot. This episode never resolved which reality was genuine and made me want to forget it ever happened. Number seven, force the creative teams from the following ongoing series to have a month-long retreat with Jeff Johns, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Action Comics, Nightwing, Green Arrow. Uh, number eight, give me a better Batman arc after I am suicide. Unlike the first Rebirth arc, I feel like this arc is dragging along. And so far, was not has not put Bruce in a good light as the world's greatest detective. I agree. I love yeah. the I am Gotham arc. But I love what the we're two. Doing, I am suicide. <laughs> give me something better like going forward. I, I actually, what? Shut up, Toby. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was You laughed, goddammit. That was me. Oh, yes. Uh, Eric, what is right now, what do you think the problem with Blue Beetle is? Blue Beetle is the goddamn overextended dialogue balloons that are blocking all the goddamn art in the fucking book. It is beyond belief the fact that we have to deal with this whole Gilmore Girls style fucking back and forth fucking dialogue that does not make sense in a goddamn TV show, let alone a goddamn (laughs) comic book. Uh, Shut who, up, Toby. Who is your favorite? Who is your favorite writer right now at DC? It's a good question. That, that is my, my favorite writer right now would probably be uh, probably Tomasi. Honestly, okay. it, it's like, Tomasi. I, I give I give this fucking annual a low score, but I do love Tomasi Glaces together. Okay. Who is like laughing? It? I hate them. <laughs> I swear it's not me. Uh, it's Reggie. <laughs> I hate maybe, so Bruce, maybe Bruce is urging people to proclaim him the world's worst planner. Uh, number nine, give us a good damn Shazam book next year. Eric, what do you think about a Shazam book? I'm all about Shazam book, Billy. He's based out of Philly now. I can get a hold of that shit. He's Billy from Everybody's Philly. Laughing. He's How Billy cares? from Philly. Why? Do you, do you have that megaphone there right now, Eric? Yeah, I do. Oh, give no. me a little uh, megaphone about uh, uh, Shazam. Give me a little Billy from Philly shout out on the megaphone. Shazam should deal with some shit that is outside of his power source, but we <laughs> dealt with that in the Dark Side War. Let us know what's going on going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's weird, too. Like you said, the Dark Side War. He was such a huge <laughs> bit of the Dark Side War, and then all of a sudden, nothing. What is playing now? <laughs> 
my god. That's goodness. what I kept hearing. I'm like, who's laughing at me? Why do you keep pushing Cyborg on us from different creative track. teams? Uh, number 10, if you are giving us a Warren Ellis Wildstorm set of books, uh, make the same kind of thing happen for Milestone Comics in 2017 with Static Shock as the featured character. And I believe... J-Man, of anything that you've written right here, I believe that's what you're going to get because they did say that Milestone, Milestone will have that reboot in 2017. Yeah. I said you to Eric... It's so fucked yeah. up, yeah. I want the Milestone shit to be incorporated into the goddamn But it's not DC going universe. to be. And Why I, be segregated? It's not, fucked well, up, right? Oh, Jesus. Here you go. Segregation for the Milestone. Uh, oh, the, black characters got their own thing. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. How dare you? The, the thing that I hope actually... Be, um, like you are i think that the whole wildstorm thing uh i don't know anything about wildstorm the only thing i know is the characters that i read some of the books in the new 52 yeah. and like a midnighter or a grifter stuff like that they're, voodoo they're, those uh, are wildstorm not milestorm yeah. No, I'm Wild saying Wildstorm. I'm saying what I like about the Wildstorm is that instead of just coming out with, say, a Grifter book, they yeah. are doing the Wildstorm and yeah. setting up the universe first. And I love that because I don't know anything about that I'm universe. I'm telling you, though, that Milestorm was a part of the DCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should still be a part of it. Why yeah, separate them? Just... It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Static was awesome. <laughs> You, I'm telling you, the fucking six issue many that they had. That yeah, was the series, it was terrible. It was terrible. Not, I'm telling you, it was terrible. That's it one should, of the worst it books. It could be a part of the whole DCU. Yeah, Why it could be, that? but I do. I think that they're gonna let it. The, the way they do it this way, there are people like me who I'm now interested in because I don't know anything about Wildstorm. If they're gonna do it the way no, you wanted, Eric, oh, I'm telling you, oh, no, that's Milestone. I'm talking like, Wildstorm. Oh, jeez. They, but because they're setting up the wild storm is what I'm talking about. They're setting up this universe first. That really intrigues me, and it makes it seem like I can get involved in. If they're just going to throw Grifter out there into the rebirth, first off, they're not going to. And also, Why you have not? to realize, because rebirth is spelled out as the legacy of DC. Unfortunately, okay. Wildstorm okay. and Milestone aren't point. that. They the aren't that. The DC is some milestone. It's There's not. It's, uh, they're static. going back to the For God's sake. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, though. We, we talked about this earlier in the week where the milestone shit comes out and the milestone comes out. I actually got very upset. Like, we are segregating the goddamn milestone shit. Throw that all together with the DC. Why can't we have some goddamn black heroes in the regular universe? Why they do their own thing? That's this is uh you know comics talk with Eric Shea. He's he's talking about the the stories that the kids want to know. Fucking bullshit. I, I'm just saying what I was getting at is I I like the whole concept what they're doing with Wildstorm yeah, and I hope I hope though I want them to do it with the Milestone as well. So no, the Milestone what, stuff I, what, will be different know. because I, Milestone I actually, I was don't want that. well Milestone don't was milestorm always <laughs> in with the goddamn DCU. Yeah, I I don't know because has Static and all those they've all always been has there been a quote-unquote milestone universe there i'm asking reggie before the new 52 yeah and then when the new 52 happened we brought they the threw those in yeah it, it combined them in. those characters into this goddamn yeah, dcu that we I'm all more, i'm more interested to see them in the milestone universe i want to see the so milestone much. and the wildstorm universe because i'm telling you static shock now it doesn't make sense to be yeah, in, they in need, rebirth they need to let them establish their own yeah thing that's what i want you you already have 
so many characters. Like we said, he already said, I want a Shazam book. You would think you're going to get that before a Static Shock book. So let them I, I let them have their own universe, out. though, where you can actually tell full stories and not have to worry about, you know, bumping heads with Batman or running into this guy or that guy. They're their own thing. They're actually, what I'm saying is the Milestone universe, if they put them there, Static Shock has more of a, uh, you know, he has more light shine on him in his own universe than he's going to have. People who are reading the fucking, you know, all this crap in the in the rebirth, they're not going to just drop Batman to have static shock. But yet, if you put it in the Milestone universe, I think it does get more of a chance. Though, I think that of all of these, I do think that that's, that's one that is uh, going to have some problems maybe yeah. uh, catching on. But we'll see. But uh, that's all for now. Keep up the good work. And I'll... Uh, I'll see you in never since I heard this would be your last podcast. (laughs) J-Man from San Mateo. And I really don't go, know what we're talking about anymore because yeah, apparently I can tell. I'm all off base. I have yes. no idea. Well, I'm just saying. I know you. You're saying exactly what you said before that you want the the milestone characters in the DCU. I do. And yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. I just think that they're going to. I think that they get more of a chance if they're on, listen, in their own look, universe. Listen, I'll just say real quick. The way the wild, the way the young animal imprint is right. like, yeah that is separate but they do fold in some dc stuff yeah. wild dog is in uh cave carson uh you've got and batman was in know. mother panic right batman uh, but mother panic's panic. got batman running all through the you know what i mean so so there is some collusion i don't think you're ever you're going to see right away uh from young animal or Wildstorm or milestone any kind of a real crossover see, but guys, i do you guys think- talk to me more often because I don't know any of this. I'm not reading any of the young animals. Yeah, right that's now. why I'm, I'm helping you out. So, so Thank I, you. I think you're going to see, you're not going to see a full seamless uh, collusion well, here's between the Wildstorm, but there, there's going to be some. Here's the weird thing, though. The, the Wildstorm is pretty much spelled out separate universe. It's not yeah. in the same universe. So unless they're jumping universes, you're, you're really not going to see anything. And from earlier, when they're talking about the Milestone, Milestone is its own universe now. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the New 52, where Static was a part of it. Yeah, we'll, and, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what I'm saying, but I mean, I wouldn't expect. Like I segregation, say, I, Reggie. I don't. I don't expect. <laughs> I don't expect Superman. Stay proud, show, Reggie. I don't expect Superman to show up in Icon or anything like that. But I could no. see something like a Vixen. You know what I mean? Or yeah. all of these should be part we'll of the see. same universe we'll in my see. mind. Well, all these lives somewhere. matter. Okay, uh, Brandon is the next male, and uh, we're a short one guy. And I know that saying that, you would think that Toby might have gone and gone to bed because it's it's very early in the morning for him. That is not the case. It seems that Eric Shea has passed out. He yep. is done for the night. He, he yeah, seems to have checked out. Uh, he had at, at points, I don't know, Toby, did you ever go back and listen to the award show last year? Did you ever listen to that where we had the end-of-year awards? I've not heard it yet. Okay, no. well, and and that Jody, who writes on the site, actually, I think it was last year, right? When he passed, yeah. oh, he yeah. fell yeah, asleep. It was last year, yeah. He fell asleep, and you could hear him kind of snoring a bit. It wasn't as <laughs> it wasn't as loud as it would have been comedy gold if it was louder. Yeah. Uh, but Eric will still bring that up now and again. He it really drove him nuts. Now again, Jody wasn't drinking, so it was just late. And even then, I think it was like. 
midnight, 1 a.m.? It, it, it wasn't late for us. Late. No, yeah. it wasn't crazy for us. Uh, but now this should be comedy gold for the rest of my life where I don't care what happens. If Eric <laughs> ever pisses me off or does anything, I can say at least I didn't pass out during the show, the 100th show, because it seems that he's gone. But we're going to continue on because the show must go on. Yep. I, I don't know if we're going to actually do the, his book, but we just may because we do have a book at his later. I really... Actually, you know what? I was going to say I was going to lean on him for that book because it is so confusing. I don't know how much lean and I could have done. I'm yeah, telling you, people, you know, we were laughing. He is smashed. And <laughs> into the point where just me joking around told him, I think it was after we t we uh, hung up then the call and tried to call back, but I told him to drink some more. Uh, oh, I might have been the undoing, yeah, but uh, the last email of this section is from Brandon. Brandon says, sup, fellas. Writing in for my weekly dose of nonsense. I have to start by thanking from the bottom of my heart my two most favorite podcasting peeps from PA. You hear that, Eric? I also want to extend Thanks, the Brian. same courtesy. The thing that gets me mad is we did have to hang up to start the call up again, or he would have just, we would have heard him snoring away. Yeah. Uh, at one point after I hung up, Toby, you told me that he fell off his chair. You, all, all three of you just vanished on me, so I was like sitting here vamping for about three minutes. Yeah, yeah then, we were gone. And then, he, and then I hear like this clicking sound. I was like, oh, someone's picking up the mic. And then he comes, he's like, Toby? I was like, yeah. And he's like, Dude, I just rolled out of my chair. And I'm like, you rolled out of your chair. He's like, I he sat rolled. down, and then I was oh on the floor. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a mess. Uh, yes. A precursor to uh, what's happened there. Yes. I swear, if you, if you knew where he lived, you would be able to kick down yeah. the door. And he'd yeah, I would go over, but again, I'd probably if, go if over. If we knew where he lived, I'd go over there, and I'd draw cocks all over his face. Yeah, it really. Be a, you can't. Uh, and I don't know, you know, if his girlfriend's home from her date. Or felt, I don't know. No, no, she spent on. the night with that fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's funny because he'll claim. It, it actually is, I have to say, too, is that the, the more drunk he became, he started to seem like he liked his girlfriend a little more, too. Like, yeah. he's all big talk all the time, and then all of a sudden he gets drunk and you see him. He's I will say he, he is. He does seem like a happy drunk. And yeah, he is. Very he happy. He's belligerent and angry. Just don't mention Milestorm. And he gets mad. <laughs> And don't mention Robert Van Diddy, though. In his mind, it's oh Robert Van Dorney. Dan Abbott. He, he, went, he went right back to Robert Van Diddy again. He couldn't get it off his fucking brain. <laughs> then I'm talking yeah. Wild Storm. He thought it was Miles. I'm saying this. This is two minutes ago on the podcast. But I also <laughs> want to extend the same courtesy to Reggie, who's maybe possibly from New York. Who knows with this guy and his partner in crime, Chris. I and the entire Get Fresh crew. Truly appreciate all the hard work you put into this endeavor while not faking the funk, and it's going stronger than ever after 100 episodes. I'm sure to the great surprise and even greater dismay to both Jim's wife and Eric's girlfriend. Uh, keep doing what you do. It keeps us warm during the 11 months of winter in Buffalo. Yeah, my wife, just she just gets angry about yeah. this whole thing. She Let me just, tell you a secret. Chris and my wife aren't thrilled either, but hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, don't, they don't enjoy it. Let's also never forget the fallen segments left by the wayside on the journey to the top of the mountain of winning things, such as Dan's Geek News. 
Yes, oh. Ryan and Hello, the other side. Science. Hello, weird science. Hello, Ryan weird and the science. other side. The version of Reggie eviscerating everyone in letter form in the original mail segment. Reggie's <laughs> recklessness. Reggie and Chris's cosmic treadmill. He's saying, you know, now that Reggie and Chris's weird comic history, you all shall you shall never be forgotten. Brandon, the, the comics history and comics treadmill still going. Yeah, come back and join us. Anytime you hear, I'm trying to piece together what I wanted to mention from my notes in this email, and one of the things listed is, and this he was telling me this, Dancing Mike backslash, and it is a backslash, star, <laughs> arrow, line, literally drew a star, he says, concerts backstage. What? I have no idea what I was getting at here, and I'm too lazy right now to go back and listen to the first five hours from the podcast from last week to figure it out. So he was taking notes from last week. So if anyone can write whiteboard that one for me and let me know, I'd appreciate that. Last but not least, the books. Suicide Squad. Sane Harley may be sane, but she's no less sexy, that's for sure. I enjoyed this backup story, too, even though I'm tired of the concept at this point in this title. Poor Rob Williams, anyway. Since I know shit about June Moon besides what they told me in the movie, I like what I was given here. Uh, since I, yeah. Overall, though, I overall thought this was maybe a 6-5 or a 7 at best, and I'm ready for this event to kick off. Superman Annual. I, I know I might be in the minority here, but I really like this issue, and you're not. That A lot of people like this issue. Even after Jim tried talking me out of it, I sat back reflecting on what we talked about and still uh, forgiving its stupid uh, stupidness because I had a hell of a time. A good time prior to them splaining away the ending with, with nonsense. That happens a lot in comics anyway, and while that doesn't mean I should forgive, I will do it here, damn it. 8.0 out of 10. Batman. Ooh. So the Bat Mansion is essentially just a fucking zoo at this point. There's a cat now, two dogs, a cow. We know Batman stashes a horse in there somewhere. See Dark Knight. Plus, let's not forget a fucking shit ton of bats. That being said, Ace the Bathound story was the best of the bunch. The rest of us were fine, and then came the last two stories. First, fucking Steve Orlando has to come and take a shit in the middle of my Batman annual comic book by writing nonsense <laughs> for six goddamn pages to set up a story nobody wants, and I pay him money right goddamn now to stop making someone uh some just get me the dude's information and uh to get a hold of him however much he wants to get the hell away from my perfectly perfectly fine batman comic book the last story also sucked i just didn't it just didn't have any rage i didn't have any rage left after reading steve orlando weasel his way into writing what is most likely the next shittiest batman crossover and it didn't suck as much to be fair yeah it didn't but it was i didn't like it it. Yeah, it was, it was not that. really good storytelling. Ah, uh, yes. Go, Bills. We're playing the Raiders this week and literally our entire wide receiver core is hurt. If I had any sort of cartilage left in my knees, I'd honestly have a solid chance of running a game check this week because <laughs> all of them are hurt and we're using literally anybody. Here's to 100 more episodes and then you can maybe sort of still not quit, but maybe still pretend you are for a little. This may not make sense, but I'm leaving it here. Brandon at bmuir3660. And we're going to go off me and Brandon actually actually talked a Marvel pull list and we gave our things. I am so uneducated that mine is kind of nonsense. I yeah. really just picked the books that I am reading and reviewing, which, you know, includes, yeah, spoiler, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur that I'm sure nobody else would ever have on their pull list. And you picked Squirrel uh, Girl, right? Of course. No, so I, I did not. Did no, sure? I, I actually... Sure 
No, I uh, yeah, I was just going to start telling all my picks, but yeah, I do yeah. have to You'll say, but a minute, folks. yeah, and by the end, Brandon will point out that I pick some very strong female characters just to put that rumor to bed. Reggie, I am a I'm a supporter funny of strong you do that, females. You do that for Marvel, but you don't do that for DC. No, because I, I don't. I'm funny. telling you, I don't like. I don't really like a lot of their female characters. I can't help. It. I I would love to like Batgirl. I just don't right now. Uh, I would love to like say I don't know Harley, but it, it, that wouldn't be on my pull list. You, you only got twenty five bucks. I need a goofy Harley. Don't need Goofy Harley. Uh, But, yeah, we'll be back with me and Brandon, and then we'll be back with more talk. I don't know what since Eric passed out. (laughs) Kind of throws things out in it. And in the meantime, uh, Toby, you want to stay for another mail? What's your plan? Do you want to go to bed? Uh, It's three minutes before seven. Uh, Yeah, I'll stick around. We'll do one more mail with you. I'll help carry you guys in as uh, your your regular guy is passed out. Yes, he is passed out. We will try to get a hold of him as well. But, yes, uh, we'll be back in a second. All right, here we are. Wait, Marvel Minute. I'm involved. I'm yeah. forcing my way into the Marvel Minute. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to do something special because later on in the podcast, pretty close to what we're talking now, we're going to do our revision of our DC. Uh, I, Eric likes to call it the do-or-die pull list. Do I, I don't think that's very descriptive. So when you say it, it has become the $25 pull list. That, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, you, you're here. I'm, I'm taking I, over your segment. My daughter is sleeping. I am here. Um, yes. No I'm juice. <laughs> no juice up in Buffalo. How's Buffalo today? Uh, it's starting to get cold. <laughs> We're talking the Marvel pull list because we wanted to have our $25 pull list, but in the Marvel section. Now, I will tell you right away, I am not as uh, learned, as they say, in uh, the Marvel way. Yeah, you're, um, you're I know. Yeah, I'm a noob. I am, and I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna fake the funk. I could. I could just make up shit. Actually, I could. I would tell you to go and just repeat your list. That'd sound like a genius. Uh, <laughs> but you are our resident Marvel guy on this side. I would say at one point Chris was with you, especially the X Men books. But he even seems to have given up on yeah. the Marvel now. I'm not even saying Marvel now, which is funny. I said that just Marvel in general. I still buy it, but I have no idea what's going on in it. So yeah. he just buys the issues to set off to the side. And yeah. one yeah. day he gets the itch, he'll, he'll check in no, on and it. And it's but. weird that the way Marvel is to me, uh, you have me who we do we do a lot of you know obviously we do a lot with dc we have a long ass podcast i don't have a lot of free time but yet you have a potential fanboy just waiting in me i want to know all this stuff i want to jump into it i want to read all these things and i'm telling you even before we eric would tell me about dc stuff all I would hear at work after the goddamn Puppet Master talk would be Spider-Man. Yeah. And not he's not an X-Man guy, but he's a really uh, he's a big Spider-Man guy. And well, he would tell me all that. Well, is a uh, mask for diversity, so that, that yeah. doesn't tickle and he No, him. that doesn't sit well with him. <laughs> the, plus, the guy has a Green Goblin tattoo. I mean, he has a DC site and, and podcast. He has a Green Goblin tattoo. Spider-Man, I don't care what he says. He, he's faking it if he doesn't tell you that Spider-Man is his all-time favorite character. He loves Spider-Man. So a lot of the times what he would do is tell me everything about Spider-Man and then on the meantime would tell me everything about Green Lantern. Those were his two things going back and forth. And then we started the site and we just didn't have a lot of time. And what DC did with uh, New 52 
by setting everything at number ones, that, that got me in because I'm not somebody who I get not number one intimidated by something that has, you know, oh, number 282. Right. But I've, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. It's not just intimidation. It's also knowing how crazy I am that I'll have to go and get all the rest of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, that's why, you know, obviously I'm going to spoil something here. Civil War II is not on my uh, $25 yeah, list. Yeah, really? But, um, you know, I, I still have to buy every goddamn issue because yeah. I'm one away from completing it. And I, I, you know, not that I even care yeah. what happens, but I have to have that, you know. But you have to have it. And this is why when me and Eric even talk on things and, like, people say, oh, you know what, or we see the sales in a mini or an event like that. Like, if you're reading Raven and you buy four issues, why why not just finish? Yeah. You, there's two more. If you I, get I a complete I don't story. Know, you know, you guys say it, and, and I, I totally agree with you. I don't understand how people, when they hear a book is finishing, stop reading it. Why? Yeah, I don't understand. At the end. And that's the kiss of death. They, they, they try to go as long as they can because people drop it. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. That, to me, is, I would think that, um, me and you, me, I'm Mr. DC, you're Mrs. DC. <laughs> we're not married. We're, we're brother and sister. But no, I would think to myself, I'm like, should we, should we announce this is canceled and go, Yes, what what I think the, the logical thing is, you have two more issues. People are dropping the book, but if you would announce it's going to be done in two more issues, people are like, oh, what the fuck, right. I'll finish it up. And you would think the sales might even at least stay level. And I've, it never does. They, they I've watched plumb. a lot of shitty movies in my yeah. day to know that a, an hour in, it sucks. That's what I was going to say, but yes. I'm going to shut it off with a half hour left to go to, to you know, not see the shitty ending. I want yeah. the shitty yeah. ending. You might as well just finish up, and you know what? You may get a satisfying ending. You never know. Usually it doesn't happen, but it's a shitty movie three-quarters of the way through. It's going to be shit. Yeah. But you're still going to at least say, like, boy, that movie sucked. Oh, how did it end? Oh, it ended like this. Not like I, I spent an hour and 40 minutes, and then I left with 20 minutes left. Yeah. Makes no sense. I, I, but, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to continue my day. No, no. And, and with this, I also... Uh, the one thing, and, and we've gone on and on, and me and you personally have talked about it and done, I love Marvel's app. That's one thing I think that they have gotten 100% right with the, the Marvel Unlimited app. But the uh, thing that I don't think they got right is this Marvel Now. I, yeah. I just, as, again, I'm, I'm a guy who knows a little about the Marvel stuff. We do Marvel reviews on Monday, and I have recently, the, the books that I do, I have gone back, and if it's a longer-running series, whatever, I at least do my homework and read everything that I can of of that run, right. at least. Uh, but yet I still can't get a grip on what Marvel now really means because they have books that are continuing in. They, I said before we even started doing this, they have a thing where, first off, n before I even say that, they also have number one issues, especially your neck of the woods, which you're the, a huge Spider-Man fan. Yep. How can you have a number one issue that's a tie-in to a, a book and an event? And a, it, it blows my mind. A um, number one, that's a, like Prowler was a tie-in, right? Yeah, and it's solely, I don't think it's continuing past the event that it's tied and into. And so you have a new book that's it's just, purposeful. it's a mini, but it's it's a tie-in. Tie-in mini. <laughs> yeah. It's a tie-in mini. How is that? 
Yeah, and I, I'm telling it's a you, mini mini series. And right? I think Marvel, I, it really, if you tell me that that's not the whole thing, where that's kind of a pilot, where all of a sudden that book Prowler out of nowhere sells two hundred thousand, I think right. it might continue then. Yeah, you know, keep it. But I it's think, but, that's what Merck's with money was basically. Yeah, like, yeah, and then it continued that they saw the sales on and yes. decided to renumber and continue. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's what would they do, you know, with a lot of them. Um, yeah, and it, all these are pretty much clone conspiracy tie-ins, right? Yeah. Or is it that's Every, what the tie-ins are now? Yes, they're all so, tied to the clone conspiracy. Are you buying Prowler because you like Prowler? No, I. You're buying it because it's a it's a clone conspiracy tie-in, right? I knew nothing about Prowler until the the latest all new all different Spider-Man one. Yeah, where he was basically reintroduced as you know because Spider-Man owns all these companies. Yeah, West Coast Spider-Man, so Peter Parker. Could okay. be in two places at once, basically. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. yeah. That, I actually, I read, I, I listened to you. I think one you year. did do a Marvel Minute with Prowler, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, actually I enjoy the book. It's not a, it's not a bad book, but there is not a purpose for it as and, well. And here's the thing that where I get confused. So Marvel has it a tie in the clone conspiracy. You are buying it only because of that. You do enjoy it, I but do. the numbers are going to be skewed anyway. For people like you, you can't say like Marvel sitting there with reading the numbers. All of a sudden, Prowler is selling twice as much as they thought. The problem is, the minute the clone conspiracy is done, half those people are gone. I know. They're, they're, I'm personally done with it. Yeah, and so they're going to say like, "Oh my God, it was such a hit. We're going to continue, and then you're going to have a, a shitty, not a shitty book, but a book that nobody cares about for six more issues before it gets canceled." Right. I just don't yeah. understand. And even that, like, you have all of these at least. DC, I said, I wish that they were coming out with everything at once so everybody could pick. That's why I think that a uh, book that comes out later in the Rebirth has doesn't have as good a chance. You're already hunkered down with your Batman and Superman twice a month. Your You're not going to give new first, Superman uh, as much of a chance. Yeah, your first issue better really like grab Yeah, you have to kill. But yeah. with, with Marvel... I'm telling you, half the time I'm doing this pull list, and I have one of the books on my pull list. I, I don't even know that it continues. <laughs> this thing, <laughs> I may say it, and you may tell me that that is canceled next week, and I don't know. And I did. I tried to look at things. Plus, there's another one that I said to you, "Oh, is this 4.99?" And when we get to it, we'll say. But you're like, "Well, it is for that one." But then next issue's 5.99. Then you think it's going down to 3.99. Yeah. Like I, some people. Don't, you know, we're not all Trevit. We all just don't have two <laughs> fucking thousand dollars. We do this $25 pull list because there are some people who have to kind of pick and choose. A book yeah. goes up and down. Who knows what the hell is going it's, on? It's, it's goddamn Christmas time here. I'm on a $25 yeah. list budget this exactly. month. Exactly. And, yeah, to, to spell it fully out, which we have a bunch of – this is a $25 per month. So you have $25 to any book, but it's a complete month. Now, the difference between the Marvel stuff is – most of the stuff is monthly, so right. you're you're going to get it, and because of that, it is an inflated price uh, per issue. Mm -hmm. uh, but it all evens out really with with Mar you know DC has the you know two ninety nine, but it's really six bucks for the month. So I squeeze six books into my Marvel pull list. I could, if I wanted to, squeeze six books into my DC pull list. Yes, yes, yeah, um, you could because you could go monthlies and things like that. I'm getting more than six books because some of them I'm getting twice a month. So yes. you know, there's yeah. that. Yes. So we're uh, 
You go first because I'm telling you, I don't even have a complete list. Like I said, I don't know. I didn't want to pick like I did pick a book that I haven't read, um, but I didn't want to say like and I, I think that I'm going to end up picking uh, uh, one of your books with mine because I think you're going to convince me that one of them is, is a good book. It's okay. one of your favorites. But you go with your list. What is your $25 a month pull list? All right, well, I'm, I'm going to start with with. My go-to Marvel book, always my go-to Marvel book, and, and like Eric, you know, the character yep. that got me into comics and the the flagship Spider-Man title, The Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, that's exactly the one that I'd probably add on to mine yeah. because it, it really is to me. That's He's the Batman one. of Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, he, he can spin 20 different characters, you know, off, you know, yeah. based, you know, pardon the pun, but his webs, you know, so he's got clones he's got yep. you know sidekicks he's got uh side characters even ex-girlfriends that have you yeah. know spun off into their own own titles um and then personally you know e- even uh the writer of the book doesn't really matter to me you know it's yeah. it's good to have somebody with the caliber of you know a dan slot or, yeah. or even you know a dc wise a tom king yeah a yeah respected writer on, yeah, to me on, like dan slot is like uh almost like a um well like a scott snyder even yeah yeah he's, that, he's, he's basically a marvel scott snyder i would say uh um loyal to that company you know yeah, uh yep. really focuses on one specific flagship character um yep. some people love him the other half hate him you know uh yeah yeah but <laughs> and i know that he's not very nice uh to people on Twitter, I heard uh, that aren't oh, yeah, very happy with them. Twitter, that's the that's the rumor. I've never, you know, added. Yeah, them. I, I, uh, we we do the stuff, and you you review that, and uh, you give it pretty good reviews. I yeah. I don't think you've ever given it a two out of ten. And I will send him, you know, the tweets and stuff like that, and he never touches them. I, no. I so that's what's weird. I hear all this stuff about him, you know, ripping people apart or whatever, but he doesn't come down our way. Yeah, I, I mean the books are always. You don't get a bad issue. You you might get an issue you don't like, um, but you know he respects canon. Uh, yeah. You know, and he's always going off of you know historical events and previous issues. So you know, if you Google something to look it up, it's 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 going to be there for you. Um, right. And I like reading comics like that. Those are those are the books I really. I really like. I don't like, you know, the willy nilly fly by the seat of your pants, make shit up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, writers. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. this would definitely be my number, my number one book. And if I had to pick okay. one Marvel book, it would always be Spider Man. That's cool. Um, you know, uh, number two, um, I'm, uh, if, if I would say Spider Man's my favorite, um, you know, X Men would be, would be my second favorite okay. group or, and yeah, character. that would have to be. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, what the X-Men are up to lately, I haven't been a huge fan of it. But I have been a huge fan of uh, one of the solo characters' books, which is uh, Old Man Logan. Yeah, everybody loves that. They do. I, I mean, I, I think even talking to people when we started up the Marvel stuff, like a lot of the stuff people didn't want to touch, but there was kind of a fight for Old Man Logan. I was like, I didn't even know what it was about. I figured from the name, I kind of figured it, and then I kind of looked into it, and it was, it was pretty cool. And he actually showed up in one of my books on my list a couple issues ago, and I really did like him. Yeah, um, the, just the history of the character is pretty cool. Uh, Mark Millar, um, you know, did a mini yeah. back Wolverine, 
I don't know, I think it was the 80s, um, you know, I want to say early 2000s. Just basically a future tale of Wolverine in this uh, dystopian yeah. uh, United States where he killed the X-Men. And then uh, it was it was picked up in um, uh, Secret Wars um, and then continued out of Secret Wars with uh, Jeff Lemire and uh, is it Andrea Sorrentino? Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah, Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah, I yeah. Um, the same he, guys who did Green Arrow in uh, at DC, which was my favorite Green that, Arrow run. I never read that one. That's um, awesome. That's one of my favorite runs with those two. Like, so good. The art's probably almost very similar, but with probably yeah. more greens instead. Yeah, of, yeah, know, yep. It, and it's funny because Eric hates his art, and when he went over and I saw his art over on uh, what's it called on Marvel stuff. I was like, yeah, you're you're not gonna like it, Eric. It's the same. I think it's incredible. I think that it's so detailed and crazy. I love it. I don't. To be honest with you, I, I know Lemire writes it, and I can follow the story, but I don't need words in the book um, because the pictures are. They tell the story for yeah. you. No, it's all his art's so good. Yeah, he did the. They had that full Green Arrow arc. That's one of my favorite stories in the whole New Fifty Two. Yeah, I, I completely. So and and it's it's. You know, just been kind of an, a lost old man trying to figure his his place in the world. You know, yeah. uh, angsty Wolverine still, um, but but with a little more a little more heart. You know, not not so much, uh, um, you know, just killing for killing's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah, it's really a book I enjoy. Um, and, and then I w- I would say after these two, I, I didn't have a hard time, but it it was kind of just. Uh, I'll pick this one. I'll I'll pick that one. And, and they're books I enjoy, but um, you know, th- things I could live without if I had to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and I wanted to mix it up and, and not just have a Spider-Man and Wolverine-filled list. Yeah, well, yeah. I could obviously do. Um, but but I'm gonna uh, throw a curveball here for everybody, and, and I'm gonna go with the third book of um, Unbelievable Gwenpool. Okay. <laughs> you and like that book you even I, told me to read it when when you first when we first started doing the marvel mondays you're like you got to read it it's really good so that's i didn't know that that was continuing it's still going it got a yeah. marvel now number one that's um, crazy <laughs> so uh it, it was just stupid backup stories in a howard the duck book um that reggie was reviewing mm-hmm. and, and you know i i read the backups because i really don't have too much an interest in howard the duck and they were they were i was literally laughing on my couch Uh, they were that funny um so i picked up the series and and it's written by chris hastings uh and art by just a one-name person jihiru jihiru uh, is usually who writes the book uh draws the book and calls it and it just it's hard to explain why I like it. It's just stupid, goofy, funny humor. Mm-hmm. And it's basically somebody like you or me from our world got sucked into the Marvel yeah. Universe and has no powers, has no, no business. But you know, knows, knows comic, the Marvel comic history. Yes, but that that's the part I love about it, you yeah. know? And I think the people that totally dismiss the book or, or hate it for what it is because it's a... Its name is is derived from Gwen Stacy and Deadpool. And Deadpool, yeah, yeah. But it has nothing to do with either and of those. And there are a lot of people that I hear on podcasts that just hate it. That yeah. Not even won't even give it a chance. Won't even read it. They're well, like, I'm not reading it. It's, a, it's another Deadpool book. Yeah, and yeah. It's not. 
it's it's the farthest thing from a Deadpool book because it's it's just this aloof girl wandering through the Marvel universe, getting herself into into you know now filled situations and, and getting herself out of them somehow. Well, and and what yeah, she knows about that character. Yeah, I'll even you know the deal with uh with me. I I I read. I can't remember what issue, but there was an issue with her with Miles Morales. Was that yeah. in her book? Yeah, that was her book. And she knew Miles, and it freaked him out that yeah. he had. And she even like gave like the the freaking web slinging. Yeah, it was so cool. It made me laugh. It did. Just, it really okay. made me laugh. And and uh, she crosses eyes with them, and, and she's like, "I that's Miles Morales," and she does this the spider web fingers yep. and. Yeah, he he like freaks out. Weren't they on like the subway or something? And he freaked yeah, the hell out. Subway, yeah, he was. How how do you know me? Nobody knows me. And and then the other one I read, I think it was when uh, Thor showed up, and uh-huh. she she knew it was Jane, and yep. then yelled like Jane and and Jane freak. Like they all freak out. They think that she is up to no good. That she yeah, knows their secret identity. I I think it's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, Modak. She she literally drove Modak insane. Yeah. Um, and blasted him off into outer space. Like she, she gets. It's just a charming book with with stupid, goofy humor. And I mean, I, I I'm in love with this podcast, so you know I love stupid, goofy humor. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what this book is. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. It's, to me, it's it's very funny because to me, it's very much like Section Eight, but l- without the crazy you know sick humor but it's because it's well aware uh they do it in a a cool way like deadpool knows shit's going on and and breaks the fourth wall this is i like it more actually i don't really like breaking the fourth wall too much so this is good because it is breaking the fourth wall but within a book so it's less of like winking at people and just her being thrown in as if you were thrown into a you know this universe and it's it's pretty cool yeah, she's the fourth wall herself. She doesn't yeah, acknowledge yeah. you. She's the fourth wall, you yep. know, trying to figure her way out yeah, of Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's a pretty clever way of doing it. And like I said, before you started reviewing it and kind of I heard you talk about it and read your reviews, uh, all I heard was the hate for it. And really, I'll even point it out. It was Comic Vine. Uh, yeah. Matt on Comic Vine, just, he, he seems to not even want to read that book. And, yeah. and, and groans anytime it's mentioned. I'm like, I don't, why do people not want to have fun? I don't understand. I, I never agree with Tony on Comic Vine, and that is the one thing like that I agree with Tony on Comic yeah. Vine about is that Gwenpool is is an it's awesome fun. book. Yeah, um, you it's know weird. the sales aren't great for it, but I'll keep buying it as long as they put it out. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. What's your next one? Uh, for four, uh, my yep. fourth book I got, and this is one I've been telling uh, Trevitt about for the last couple weeks. Um, since he buys everything, I'm like, you might as well buy this, uh, and that's um. Venom Space Knight, and it's now a Venom now number one. So it's okay. it dropped. It's the just Space Venom, Knight. right? They dropped Space no. Knight. Yeah, um, and I reviewed pretty much the entire Space Knight series, or, or most of it, on the website, and, yeah. and I love that book. It was by uh, Robbie Thompson. Uh, most of the issues were were done by Ariel Olivetti, Which and then it awesome. went to um, Sandoval. And that was good too. And he's continuing it okay. now. Uh, yeah, I, it, it was funny because when when you do the reviews for Marvel Monday, you send me your review, and I I put it up. I get the, you know grab pictures or whatever. And I every time I send Eric because Eric's a big Venom fan, 
Yeah. So I would send him, you know, pictures from the book, and he's like, Jesus Christ, that looks good. Like, all <laughs> of it looked great. Well, Eric has the Venom book now, so you make sure he does yeah. that. Yeah, take I'm going to tell back. him. Yeah. He, he, he'll forget. Up. He'll get lazy. He's <laughs> not going to do it. I remember, I actually, because he, that's why when we got the, the picks, I actually put that, he didn't put his name on, I did for him, because yeah. I, and he's like, oh yeah, all right. And he's, he's gonna get lazy. It, it was the, the symbiote has been given characterization the last two volumes of the story. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's been really cool to see that, uh, you know, it, it's a character on another character within the suit. Yeah. That's cool. And basically, the the Space Knight was them, Flash Thompson, who was in the suit at that time, trying to cure the symbiote of its anger. Okay. And I never know if I'm saying that word right or wrong. Yeah. It's the same thing when symbiote. I'm spelling it. Yeah. I've edited into the dictionary on Microsoft Word so it stops coming up as wrong. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's right or wrong at all, but I'm just tired of seeing it marked wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's like I'm telling you on Blogger when we put up the review, Dialogue. You write dialogue. You spell it right. It comes up as spell wrong. It drives me nuts. I can't deal with that. Also, uh, they, uh, teleport is not a word, according to Blogger. And unfortunately, in comics, people teleport a lot. Yeah, so quite frequently, Yes, they do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Mike Costa writes it now. Um, and the, the issue one for now, the Now series, it's confusing as hell saying that. But uh, Yeah. It's been great so far. Uh, it picked up right where Space Knight left off. Venom is on a new host, and, and you're getting the details um, That's cool. as the series comes out. But, you know, um, it it's, sounds like a stupid Spider-Man 90s spinoff character, but it, it's really been a book the last couple of years I, I've enjoyed a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, this is kind of a cheat one here, but I put Vision down even though it ended. Yeah. And I slashed it with Avengers, the new title, because Vision's also in that one. Okay. Um. Just to keep following the character, uh, you know, because Tom King, uh, you know, did some pretty interesting things with him um, in All New, All Different. I love that book, obviously. Um, got a, I don't know if you know this, because I know you probably think Tom King hates you, but yeah. he liked a tweet from Clint's Corner out of my <laughs> review from vision 12 nice. so we got a backwoods actually i think i i think i actually said that to eric like here goes brandon <laughs> again that son of a bitch getting all the love buddy they don't even know yeah nobody uh, likes us but they love you when you think somebody don't doesn't like your guy's site directly like let me write the review yeah, and no, 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 like, they'll somehow they'll oh. like you i don't know what you know they, they like smell it they're like this doesn't sound like those fucking assholes this sounds like some other guy this guy's nice i'll retweet him not this eric shay we'll trick them all on board that's how yeah. we get everybody on board. god damn those people i'm oh. telling you we got to get jeff lamar because he will not retweet anything as well and i'll i'll have you do a detective because james tyne and will not uh he won't do it. I even told Scott Snyder when he was talking to us, like, yeah, hey, get Tynan on board there. Tell him to jump on the trolley there, buddy. He's like, I'll talk to him. I don't think he has a problem with him. Like, eh, you'll find out. You'll find I, out he does because he will not touch anything. I, I must have said something bad about him at some point. It was the was, fucking Batman and Robin Eternal. It did it us was, in. Yeah, it was the Spaniard tweet that went yeah. viral. <laughs> yeah, and that actually that actually caused us a lot of trouble. The Spaniard tweet was the one that we were told by DC that was fucking nonsense. 
Yeah, the one guy at DC, the you know, one of the higher he still won't talk to me because of that <laughs> stupid tweet. Thanks, Dancing Mike, you son of a bitch. Well, uh, and then I unknowingly put it in tweets of the week, which only yeah, probably yeah, probably didn't make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Vision and Adventures. What's the next one then? Uh, and then the last one, which would bring me to uh, twenty four ninety nine here, uh, would be, uh, and it's another Spider Man title. If um, you can't tell, I'm obsessed with Spider Man. Yes. It's probably pretty much the only reason I read Marvel anymore at this point. Um, and that's the Renew Your Vows title. Okay. Uh, that's Spider Man married to Mary Jane uh, with a little daughter Annie. And that's uh, just going to continue. Yeah, basically, it was a Secret War. It was one of the worlds in Secret yeah. Wars. Um. It sold great, so they're they're bringing you know they okay. mini mini and then they're bringing it back here for uh, ongoing. Yeah, and I uh, actually I actually thought it was just a mini. I had no idea that this was the ongoing. I remember hearing about it way back. Like most yeah. of my stuff that I would hear Marvel wise back then, uh, like Secret Wars time would have been from other podcasts that I would listen to that do both. You know, do a lot of all the different books, and I would hear what they're saying, and I remember stuff, but I had no idea what they were talking about. That's um that that's kind of the thing. Like I'm I'm so disappointed lately in, in the now and towards the end of the all new all different line because like Marvel ended Secret Wars and Secret Wars was really a great event with, yeah. with some great stories and, and like things like Renew Your Vows came out of it and then they come out with just thuds like all new all different you know yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's just, crazy. With the problems with delaying the events and then you know spoiling shit with new books yeah, coming yeah. before it ended. And, oh yeah, and you have yeah all the this Civil War two has to go down as a, as a just a fucking disaster. Yeah. Where you have books starting with Marvel now that actually spoil the end of uh, goddamn Civil War. I saw the other day. I know, did you see when uh, Brian Michael Bendis was sending out congratulatory tweets because they just <laughs> finished the last issue? I'm like, you God have damn. some fucking balls on you, buddy. Jesus Christ, he's got some big fucking stones. And, and people were just ripping him apart in the comments. Holy well, Christ. I, I think I got in on that party. I, I, yeah. I, they're pretty well. Yeah, that was, that was, it was ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Now, here's the thing. Here's mine. Now, I'm going to do mine quick because mine is an incomplete list and only because I really can't. I just don't know enough of the books, but I wanted to at least give some of mine because I like some fucking – the one is a, such a off-the-wall title that I really, really like. But the first one where I said Old Man Logan was in and also I think Gwenpool was in the annual. I believe it was Gwenpool. It was All New Wolverine, which is with Tom Taylor, which I really, really enjoy. I, and again, I went into All New Wolverine not really knowing much about anything – about Wolverine except for the movies really and you know not the X-23 and all that stuff and I really like it I think it's yeah. really good with Laura uh, and Gabby and you know all the clones and stuff like that and I Tom Taylor I think writes it so well because just jumping in and you know I read from the number one but going into it I he really he pulled me in I really enjoy it and I said to Eric I that, that, that book too what's that the art yeah, it's awesome. And I just, I read now, they, they have this latest arc. It, it kind of seems a little rushed. I don't know what's going on where, uh, yeah, she has gone, uh, 
they, somebody is behind the deal and they put the, her uh, like a tax scent. They spread, I'm telling you, I'm talking about this and I'm <laughs> such a non, I, I don't know a lot of the stuff, but I really do like it. And like you said, the art's great. And Tom Taylor is one of my favorite writers. Yep. And I really do enjoy it. And again, it's almost like going into like, say you came into Rebirth. And you're like, boy, I don't know anything about this. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make new Superman. I'm going to make Keenan Kong my Superman. This right. to me is like, I'm, a, I'm making Laura my Wolverine. And I really like it. And it's like, I, you've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. It is number one. But yeah, that, that is my first one. And my, my next book is a book that the zero issue just came out. And I did read it and I actually liked it a lot, but it's in humans versus X-Men. And this is the book that I was saying earlier that's four ninety nine for the zero issue. Then the one number one you say is going to be five ninety nine. Then it I may know. go down to three ninety nine. So my whole thing, the, my books are not going to add up fully to twenty five dollars anyway. So I can deal with that. But again, Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire are writing it, and they're two of my favorite writers. So I'm in right there. And I just I'm I don't know tons about the Inhumans. I really don't. And from what we have, I've gathered my knowledge nobody cares it, it no. really we we have this thing on marvel monday on our site and i have to beg people to do the inhumans books i really did and I finally really, we, we no no that? names any inhumans besides no Bolton medusa that's all i know and i know and that's funny i know medusa and now i know mosaic and <laughs> and i do know another one because she is later and from what i was told also they kind of pushed her in that direction because when again i can't really say much about inhumans versus x-men because it just started yeah uh, but again i'm hoping because those two writers i'm hoping that this could be my entry entry into the inhumans especially x-men i know uh, a bit about i have actually read some older x-men stuff i'm not a i'm not an expert whatsoever I think uh, this is uh, Marvel's way to trick people into buying Inhumans. Buying Inhumans. And I, actually, if this is that and they do a good job and make me like the Inhumans, I'll be happy about it. But we'll see. But my next one does have an Inhuman in it. But again, like I said, it's kind of how it's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur that I don't know anybody else who likes it. And I really, <laughs> really like it. And it was one of those where we started Marvel Monday and nobody wanted to do it. And I'm like, I'll do it because I'm telling you, I like books like that. Like I'm Gotham Academy, stuff like that at DC wise. I really do. And I started reading it. I really, really enjoy it. I, I can get the whole story. I understand what's going on. And, you know, I, I have a good time with it, but that's continuing on. And they really actually, the I think it was last week, the first Marvel Now issue of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur came out. And it was a really good jumping on point. So if anybody wanted to get on the trolley, I'm here's, telling you, when the, I review it, there's hardly any reviews for the book. I don't get, uh, Marvel's obsessed with these jumping on points, but they give you literally a, a page summary before every goddamn yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah, really. And that's and actually, you, you want to talk about something, that's something I love with Marvel, that they do that. I love those. I love, me and Eric talk about it all the time. I love Marvel when they have the little bubbles with the, the pictures and then tell you who they are. I love that. Valiant and, yeah. does that too. Valiant, yeah. they'll, they'll do the pictures, tell you who people are, and give you like a four-panel summary of what went down. Yeah, that's cool. The previous issue. I like that. Yeah. But it's a, here's the thing. The, uh, one of the... Um, preview pages for death of x4 and the mm -hmm. inhumans have some of the worst goddamn names i've ever yeah, heard of yeah, in my life yeah. 
So you got ISO, NUR, Downer. Downer, huh? <laughs> That's one of the new ones. He, he puts nice. people to sleep. Downer. Down. <laughs> um, Crystal, Triton, like those are some of the, the most awful names I've ever heard of. Uh, well, you, since you can't really say that since you're a freaking He-Man fan. Eric <laughs> was going down the line with uh, guys, uh, He-Man guys, and it's like, uh, I said, just give me any of these guys' names. I, I can tell you what they are because it's spelled out, you well, know. Freaking, yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but my last one in it, and again, it doesn't last, or it doesn't reach actual 25, but my last one is Champions, which seems to be the darling book of the Marvel now already, so it's not really a shock. Uh, I do like it. I like the younger characters. Uh, I think that they are pretty cool. And also, the big thing about this Champions book is that I was doing all new, all different Avengers, and a bunch of them are right from there into uh that book like miss marvel and all uh, those uh girls uh, and what's it called who was i'm trying to think of even the whole team and even they added the young cyclops who came back uh viv they got viv and viv is in it yes and uh, uh hulk miss marvel hulk uh nova nova and yeah miles. and they again they were uh and miles right did you yeah. is that what you just said and the, the three of those nova miss marvel and, and miles were in all new all different avengers uh, when I was reading it, and so I kind of already know them. They jump in there. You have Viv, which is a fucking smart choice. Everybody loved the Vision book. Yeah. So you throw Viv in there, and then at the end of the one issue, she's fucking making out with totally awesome Hulk. It's fine <laughs> with me. Cyclops joins in. And that, that's the other thing. I'm telling you, I don't know anything about the, oh, Cyclops, you know, he kills everyone in the future and all. All I need, one panel in that Champions book it spelled out everything. They're like, oh, we can't let him in. He's going to fucking destroy the universe. He's going to kill everybody we know. And then they, they tied it in the Civil War. Great. And they're like, no, no, we can't say that. He can determine his own future and stuff. Right. And I was like, you know what? Of all this garbage that I've been reading about the goddamn Civil War two and all the shit that I'm reading in that book, this spelled it out completely right there. And I loved it. I was like, I'm in. So I did like it. But, yeah, that is actually my pull. Like I said, I am no expert. You can tell I'm reading. They're talking about these things. I can barely even remember who's in the books, but I do like them. And the only thing I can say is when I go to do the Marvel books, they do have some books that I like that are fun. And sometimes DC still, even with this rebirth and the hope and the, you know, all the love back or whatever, sometimes it does get a little grim. So when I go and do the books of Marvel books, when I get the chance, that's why a moon girl and devil dinosaurs on my list, because I really do like that. Girls just want to have fun. That's like me, me (laughs) and the girls, they want to have fun. And I, I do like that. All this, uh, talk about Reggie thinks you hate strong women characters. Yeah. That about eight strong women characters in that. That That's right. It's just I just uh, I I guess I just don't like the DC women characters. I don't know. (laughs) Have to see. But yeah, that was it. And thanks for letting me come on with you, Brandon. No problem. Doing our thing, and then like again, and this whole this whole hundred episode is going to be bonkers. It's going to be all over the place. Next week will be crazy. I have a a note here. I'm trying to you know determine these notes I write down throughout the week about email in about. And one of them, I think, is related to drinking in that uh, three-hour episode. Yes. And I said my BAC might be in triple digits if we play any <laughs> sort of drinking game like yes. we were suggesting in the chat. I want people, so by the time people hear this, I guarantee you I'll be drunk. 
I'll be so drunk because this is actually when when you're listening to this will be done the three hour uh, intro part that's live and that's where I'll I'll probably tend to just go nuts then and now at this point after we come back from here when I say oh we'll we'll get back to the podcast when I come back I'll probably already be drunk and maybe even trying to sober up desperately but we'll see how it goes but yeah thanks a lot Brandon no problem we'll be going back to the podcast and me being drunk now Right, we're back. I don't know, at this point, are we supposed to be drunk? Uh, Aren't we drunk at this point? Drunk, drank, drank? That is true. I I have yet to figure that out, Reggie. I I don't know when, if, or how. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple of uh, books. I was going to say a couple of your books, Reggie, but the the first one is not exactly your book, per se. It's sort of our book. It's it? nobody's it book. It's so, ours. I like. I like ours. that he just said it's ours. I I do like that. I agree. You just uh, like but, to be included. Yes, that is true. That is true. If it uh, can't but, be Jim's, he wants it to be ours. That's the yeah. two choices. That's that it. is right. But yes, it is. <laughs> He's the, the war fleas now, of the real here's world. Here's the thing. It is the new talent <laughs> showcase. And again, are you drunk? Are you guys drunk all of a sudden? Jesus Christ. It is the no. new talent showcase. Does, does it annoy you as much as it annoys me that I've said this before when they have these, what you would assume is a one shot. Now, this book kind of skirts an issue because every goddamn story in it has a cliffhanger that they're made. That, you know, I, I really like it, too. Do you think any of these will be resolved? Do you think there will be a new talent showcase number two? No. I think there might be a new talent showcase number two that has nothing to do with these stories. I'm oh, telling you, yeah. they a have new a new. I think it'll be new talent yeah. showcase, the new class. The new class. Yeah. I just think Spin it'll be time. called the same thing. You'll have five new talent showcase number ones. It'll be ridiculous, yeah. and this will be three years from now, so it won't make any difference anyway. But yeah, they have that number one. They do this all the time. They had that Lois Lane, and I swear to God, it had the Lois Lane number one. A yeah, Joker's yeah. daughter, number one. They always put these number ones. You got a number, drives, baby. Drives me nuts. But it also is funny because it also it, drives up the numbers. That's why it does. <laughs> it does. And but it also People makes like other other reviewers are always like, I can't wait till next month's ver- yeah. you know, episode or issue. <laughs> like you stupid motherfucker. You I mean, dumb bastard. That's right. And really, and I'll I'll point it out right now. Uh, this is our hundredth episode. The gloves are off now. I we are now senior fucking podcasters, right? That's we're, it, huh? Over at, we rule now, the school. If we rule the school, they draw. You were already a senior, Jim. Now you're no, I am, podcast. but now I'm allowed to call people out with no ramifications whatsoever. They're not even allowed Did to say shit already? about me. As long as oh, they're man. under a hundred episodes, I am allowed to say whatever I'm gonna, I want. I'm going to start stuffing podcasts into lockers now. That's it. That's it's right. open, it's open that. rain. I'm going to go and grab them and shove them into the here. urinal. I'm going to shove them into the urinal and flush. It's That's the thing. I will. Time. I was trying to get this done because three o'clock highs on HBO. And I was going to watch that Is tonight. It? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I am now the Buddy Ravel of fucking podcasts. <laughs> you don't touch me. And, and there's rumors of shit that I did on some other podcast that I was on. I don't know. But, yeah, I, awesome. I'm telling you, that's what's going on. So if I see anybody say 
Oh, I can't wait till the next uh, new talent showcase next month. I, I can legitimately call them out and, and maybe even bully them. You fucked up. The thing is, what, like, what you since, since my day, I really do think that bullying is now fully accepted, right? You're you're allowed to bully people. Yeah, right? that, it's been normalized. People it are is, right? Aren't you looked at as like a superhero when you bully people pretty nowadays, much, right? Much. That's what I A man thought. of the people. That's, right. That's a bully. Yes, that is right. A man of the people, but yes, we are talking about new talent I speak for the common showcase. man by punching this dude's face in, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a school of hard knocks, baby. I'm teaching you a lesson. School's in session, baby. <laughs> new talent showcase number one. Uh, anybody here write a blurb for this? Uh, Not no. for the main one, no. Oh, I did. See? School's oh. in session. Fuck faces. <laughs> you were doing one earlier. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, I'm the bully here. Hey, you you want, you didn't write yourself a blurb? Step aside, geek. Goober. Isn't that what they say? I, I didn't write a blurb oh, for my dang. stories because I figured, no, like, I didn't the sto- say the that. The stories are almost as long as a blurb. Not the stories. I'm saying in general for the book, the this, full yeah. book, I came through. I'm right here. If you don't know, I just respect my hair, and I have a leather jacket on right now. Hey! You got a pack of Marlboros wrapped up in your white T-shirt sleeve? I do not smoke. I may be a bully, but I still want to look after my lung health. (laughs) I'm still health conscious. Listen to me. I'm health conscious. I'm not going to go that far. My dad had lung cancer, Eric. You're you're going down the wrong path now. Now you're on my list. Yeah, but he survived You fucking made the list. But he died of being fat as hell. That was totally That is right. Now you're on the list. Reggie, you just made the goddamn list. Who else wants to be Uh, on the list? I've been on the list for a long time. That is true. You know who else was on that list? My dad. Oh, yeah. So I got bumped up when he died. It's weird, too. He was so fat, he was on three lists. Boom, boom. (laughs) He just kept going. You know, he got on the scale once. It said to be continued. Hey. Hey. New talent showcase number one. It's finals time at D.C., and before getting their yearbook signed and heading home for the summer, the kids at D.C. presented uh, their uh, present to us their final exams, and we are left with nine stories that look good but feel far from complete. This is an interesting take on an annual-type anthology book, but left me wanting more. There it is, short and sweet, like me. Hey, I kind of wanted less. Uh, I didn't. I want it more. You, you were going to do this. more of some, less of others. Yeah, well, I'm saying you have nine stories here, and not one is complete. They all are, and without any rules. We, Me and Eric, it was funny because we got this one, and we read our individual stories. We all picked, you know, we got three stories each, um, and we read them. And then I said, hey, uh, what were the rules to these stories, Eric? And Eric's like, I don't know. There was some fucking thing at the beginning by like the editor or something. Maybe that spelled it Maybe out. Maybe we should have read that. I don't it know. It took <laughs> us. It took both of us till today to read that part. <laughs> we kept saying each day. I'm like, hey, well, what were the rules, Eric? Nothing. He's was like, I don't know. There. So that's, I read that's that. The president of fucking DC Comics is, is it? it? That was the president, yeah. huh? He better oh, step. Yeah. He made the list too. <laughs> they have this. They spell this it's, out it's with woman. the rules. There's no rules spelling out. What I needed for this to have is something at the beginning to say, listen. Scott Snyder has a little, you know, have him have it because he was the big name for this class. And you have it like, hey, Scott Snyder says this. He says, hey, these were stories that are each 
person in this class, which was, you know, the DC New Talent class, whatever the fuck they call it, uh, we're gonna, we gave them a character. We gave them. Not that they picked, because I would like mm-hmm. to know that as well. Did they get yeah, to I pick the these characters? Did they get assigned them? And and what they were assigned? What it seems to what be... What were the parameters yes, of the The like, parameters the to me were... Basically, me and Eric want to believe that they came around with a hat. You picked the fucking thing yeah, out, totally. and there it is, Harley Quinn. But you were given a character, and you had to have a limited page count. But in mm-hmm. that page count, you had to present a, enough of a story to get to, to know that reading it, you understand the character. That yeah. you're like, you get Harley Quinn, you get Harley Quinn, okay. And if that's the whole thing of it. To me, I said there, I would rather of them be given a character because then it'd be like me, you and uh, me, Reggie and Eric. The three of us are in this class and they say to me, Hey, Jim, you have to write a dead man story. Now, if they say, Reggie, you have to write a dead man story, sure. that's fucking easy peasy for you. Yeah. You already probably in your head have five that you would always wanted to have run, written. Um, I get it. I have to do some research, and that's what you should have to do. If I was a writer at DC, you know, they may come to me and say, listen, we, we like your writing. We want you to write Dead Man. And right. what am I going to say? Oh, no, I don't want that money. No, I'm going to have to do this, and hopefully <laughs> yeah, especially I can if learn. Yeah, write Dead Man or write nothing for yeah, us. That's, yeah. Yeah, those are your two so choices. That, that is the deal. And, again, they probably had a deadline because, obviously, you want, you want to see that they can do the deadlines mm-hmm. and whatever and end it with a cliffhanger that intrigues people to want to come to the next issue. That is a very good assignment. It does not translate well into a book like this because you are yeah. getting these stories that end in cliffhangers that made me laugh as I went on. The more I went on, I'm just like, you fucking assholes. Like, this is, you are giving me incomplete things and you're bundling them all together and trying to make me think that they're worth eight bucks, nine bucks, whatever the fuck. That's like more than giving them to you. They're charging you for yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and you're making it. And yes, I'll tell you right now. For the most part, they did get some kick-ass artists on this. The art, oh, yeah. in general, is very good. So if you look at it, and I was fooled because when it came in, I even went on the Get Fresh Crew, doop, doop, the uh, the chat line, and said, "Hey guys, if anybody's looking into getting this this uh, new talent showcase, I'm telling you, it looks great." And I hadn't read it yet, but really paging through, I'm like, "Oh!" And you're also amazed at first or at least you're kind of again i don't want to say fooled but it kind of is that you're like boy the variety of characters here holy moly like this is great this is an anthology book that i know the three of us it it really does hit on the things that we like Mm -hmm. reggie you love anthologies right yeah yeah sure it's not that i've read a good one in years no but the (laughs) weird thing about an anthology book to me is because it gives you bang for your buck like you yeah. pick up this book and there's a Constantine, there's a Hawk Girl, there's a Wonder Woman, there's a, a Kyle Rayner. It seems like, oh my God, it's like, it really seems to be set up to be this book that is like the, the perfect thing. You're getting uh, also never spells out if this is in any sort of continuity, like let alone just not even rebirth. There's a couple things in this. I don't know where the fuck they're drawing yeah, these no, things from. I don't know, again, man. I forget. I started. I did not even thinking about continuity. Like you know, I'm obviously I, I always thinking about continuity. It. But I went into this like I would any other book, expecting certain things. So when they started, when it didn't pan out that way, I started having Rain Man moments. Like oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm telling you, what I did was no, the no, problem no, with no, mine no. is each. Each individual issue was starting to give me more of an idea of where we were going. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get something like, Eric, your Wonder Woman flash deal. 
fucking yeah. that that slammed on the brakes and I went through the goddamn windshield okay, because I didn't know what I the fuck my was OCD going on. Fucking Rain yeah, Man moment. I'm telling you because I read my stories and they kind of worked a little and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a loose continuity. It's not. I would have just liked to be told I went into it thinking no continuity at all. But then you got some little bits that seemed to be in yeah. there, and it, it played around with that, and it was really. I, but then you I got don't, practically all new characters, yeah. Like one yeah. girl, any rock girl, you know. These, like, it's like totally out of continuity, you know. Yeah. yeah what you know, what you say is right, and I didn't think about it at first. But if they had just had the beginning, you know, Bobby Chase saying this yeah. was the assignment, we would have approached yeah. it that way. You yes. know, would have said, all right, we'll look at it like this is... I would have graded these papers due to the parameters. Yeah, <laughs> and know? I would have said, okay, that's a success. And But as a comic book... Spectacles, he, yeah. And he would have read his yeah. red, his red <laughs> he, would have, he would have been there. <laughs> would have had to, yeah. He, he would have cut out some leather patches and put it on a tweed jacket. <laughs> he would have done all that. Uh, I would have taken my leather jacket and cut in the elbows yeah, out because yeah, I don't understand how things you work. Ruined a, you ruined a jacket. No, I ruined two jackets. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you would have had that. But it, it really, going into this, the whole thing ends up being that it seemed to me like a cheap way for them to try to get money. It really did. If this book sells... 9,000 copies. I think that they've ripped off 9,000 people. I really do. Because you're going to go into this thinking that it's something bigger than it is. Also, I just want to point out as well, I said to Reggie, the, the whole thing, the new talent showcase, really to me is like the fucking Amityville horror being based on a true story. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a house that was in Amityville. There's where the true story ends. These new, yeah. this new talent. Right away, when when you hear Joelle Jones is on it, she is a a big writer. Yeah, she, she's yeah. not new at all. No, it's Neither new to Erica DC. Schultz, a lot of these people are not new. Yeah. No. Yeah, actually, one of the guys is actually writing the Injustice book right now. That's like on the night. You know, these guys they went through the workshop. And they are being taught the quote-unquote DC way, I would think. And that's where the new talent showcase, it's the new talent at DC. But you yeah. look, when when I went to tweet these, there is not one person. When I was led to believe that it was like me, you, and you know Eric Shea could, could put his application in, and this was what you would get. You're getting all these underdogs and all these things. No, it's just writers of different types that ended up at this workshop to learn how to write comics from Scott Snyder. That's you know, the, the whole game, bro. I mean, that's yeah. how it is. You you pay for these workshops in any industry, and it's just to get exposure. You know, you're basically yeah. paying to lick someone's butthole. Yeah. Again, I, we have a, this is our hundredth yeah. episode. I'm gonna call. What about the out. what about the licking butthole workshop? You don't want to do that with I me? Apply. No, I've no, been no. I've been teaching that for five years. Uh, <laughs> like I, I'm one of those people who has to learn by being shown. So somebody better lick my butthole in order for me to figure out how to do it properly. What, Everyone's butthole. What are you doing in like, ten minutes? Get the fuck that, over here. That's the guarantee of the workshop. Everyone's butthole does yeah. get licked at least yes. once. Look, yeah, I paid for this once. class. Who's tossing my salad? I'll be tossing that salad, baby. That's I'm the teacher. But they they. they went though the whole thing was the concept to me and even in some of these other reviews i see it they're like it's so great to get this new talent you know fresh off the boat no it's not and it's really it ends up really this book kind of became a joke for me as i read it and it's a shame because i do think some of these writers uh 
really, you know, seem to be decent. They really well, could tell I, a story not, in a little bit. I'm jerk. I actually like that concept of new, you know what I mean? Any, you know, to me, a brand new writer is a chance to be, you know, on the ground floor of maybe yeah. one of a great writer, even though that's probably not likely, but it, that gets me excited. And the idea of this got me excited. And then to open it up and see that, oh, yeah. well, it's not all brand new that's people. That's why it just kind of made me, that, I'm yeah. telling you, that Joelle Jones threw me off right away. I'm like, really? She has that lady killer that everybody loves. That is a comic. She is writing yeah. it. She also is an artist, but she is a writer. And and yet you go in here and it's it's one of my least favorite stories, hers. And it was just weird. But also I think that there's a lot of smoke and mirrors here on some of these where the art is so good that you're just like, huh, that was pretty good. But you you can't even separate it really to say, oh, my God. And And really at the end of the day reading these stories, some of these are like four pages long. And yeah. you don't even get anywhere, so you're just left almost feeling nothing. Like, I yeah. don't know. I can't tell you that if they continue with this, that it would be something. Now, I, I did see one of the guys that we deal with in D.C. was big on, on his uh, Twitter page, kind of like, if you want to see a Hawkman uh, story, for, uh, I do too. And they're like, big at pushing this. And like, yeah. I, I don't even get the concept of how you were going to gauge it. How can D.C. sit there and go, you know what? Everybody loved that. There's no way for them to think, oh, the book sold and it was 90% from this Hawk girl. That's the thing. Even if this thing, even if it sold 800,000 copies, you wouldn't know which, no, why people You wouldn't know. They would already know this from that goddamn class. Yeah. This really seemed like, okay, this class is going to cost us this amount to hell hold. Let's, this is like we are funding a GoFundMe by buying this goddamn comic for DC to run these goddamn, com the, the workshop. It really does. You're, you're... The system works. It does, See? I That's guess. what we call the economy. <laughs> I don't think it's going to sell that well. They, it was brilliant to put it out annuals week, though, because there isn't a oh, lot yeah, on definitely. the shelf. I it's don't true. think this is going to sell that well, and I have not heard tons of positive uh, feedback from the people that we talk to. I see that most of these reviewers seem to think it's the, you know, the cat's meow. Uh, oh, the bottom line is the price point is too high for this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Uh, you know, and and... You know, not, and not, notwithstanding the actual quality of the book or not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just too high to get a casual person to be like, oh, let me try this out. If it was five bucks even, yeah, I think you get more interest, you know? Yeah, and again, you have these nine stories, cut it down to five, and actually just tell a, how many times have we read a one-shot tale that's 12 pages long? You get them all the time in different things. You get them in, um, this week, just in the deal, Batman Annual. They do have, you know, yeah. one and done stories in there. You have a bunch, and you know, in some, the back of every suicide squad. Some, some, yeah, you get the back of the suicide squad. You get that even all those, and it really, it just, it really reeked of it being a final exam. You know, a term paper type deal, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I, but I wish, I wish I had known that. Though. I think yeah. I would have actually likened to it more, knowing I'd be like, yeah, right, I think I would have too. I, uh, I would have as well. I, if but, I knew that they were supposed to give an intriguing cliffhanger to each one uh, and leave something out there that is supposed to let you go. And also, I wouldn't be mind that you have that and have a little thing at the end where there's a little interview with Scott Snyder interviewing the, the writer about the character. Oh, you're Constantine. You did the, the, the. I don't know. Just give something more because there just wasn't enough here. 
It the really... cover should have been Scott Snyder's face, is what I think. That's right. <laughs> buy me. Yeah, buy this issue or they're going to fucking kill me. There you go. Have a gun to Scott or Snyder's we, head. You, we you shoot go with this it. Scott Snyder. We will shoot this Scott Snyder. But we'll go into it. Eric, you have the first three uh, stories, uh, the first being a Constantine one, which I thought was one of the stronger ones. Me as well. Constantine in The Road to Hell and all that. Written by Adam Smith and art by Sia Ohm. Oh, oh, maybe yeah. Constantine goes to hell to try to get some brownie points with Zatanna by saving her father from damnation. But it's up to him to keep her on the right path after he learns that her father damned her as well. And that's what we got. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I, it's I a like very, it's a pretty much a very standard Constantine type story uh, where I'm, like he's, yeah. he's a selfish prick. He tries to do something about it. And ultimately, even if he can accomplish his task, he still comes off looking like a dick because he can't tell Zatanna what he's learned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I liked it because going into it, uh, if we're going to go by the whole thing where you read them and you want to know, uh, okay, do you think that they get the character? I do. I think yeah. they do. I think that, and I like the art. And again, the art to me, that's kind of like a side thing because this is the writer's workshop. And even that, you've got a full tale. It's a little tale. He's there in hell. He's talking to Zatara. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. He doesn't want to damn his daughter to hell it's, as it's well. Even, it's even done nicely because when uh, Constantine goes to hell to find Zatara, he figures if he hangs out at this demon bar long enough in hell, He'll run across somebody who's seen Zatara or Zatara himself. Yeah. And I like it, too, because it adds a little bit more weight to the story because the timeline is now a week that he's been spending down here only to find out that Zatara is actually, like, damned. He is down there and does not want to leave because he doesn't want his daughter to see him like this. Yeah, yeah. I, Reggie, did you like it? You're a Constantine fan. Did you yeah, like yeah. it? Yeah, I like, I liked it quite a lot. I thought it was uh, pretty pretty much in tune with uh, the character. And also, mm-hmm. if you are brand new to the character, this is a fine story to pick up and... Uh, yeah. Read, find out all about him, find out what he's about, and and essentially what every issue of Constantine is is exactly what Eric described. You know, he yeah. Uh, yeah. has to make a horrible sacrifice and screw up a relationship to save the world, and he can't tell anyone about doing it. But and it's yeah. usually his fault too, because even when we start out, it's the fight between Zatanna and him is all about how he doesn't want to go to Zatara's funeral. So to make things better, I want to go to hell and get bring her daddy back. But yeah, it's like I don't want to go to a funeral, so I'll stop it. By bringing him back. <laughs> and it is kind of his way. And you're right, Reggie. You kind of do get a good intro to what a Constantine comic would be. And there's at the end, it ends with him just kind of drinking and saying, you know what? This is hell right here. And there's uh, Zatanna closing the door at the apartment or whatever. And I liked it. I really mm-hmm. did. And really, you get also, you get Zatanna, which we do not get a lot in the comics nowadays. Yeah, you, you don't really now. see her. So that was kind of cool. And it didn't and she's have to kind be of flashy. in civilian dress too, which yeah. I liked. You know, it's semi-civilian. You know, she's still a little bit satanic up, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll I tell you, her. yeah. I, what? What else? Nothing. I, I, oh, I just okay. liked her outfit. I thought it yeah. was it kind of half between her costume yeah. and like something a person would really wear. And what I really, I mean, also, you had just different things where even at that one point, Satana leaves when she touched, you get the backwards magic, too. Yeah. That's good. And you then also get Zatara, which is good. Yeah, yep. she says uh, for him to sit down, goes to the next fountain. You see everybody that were around is sitting now. That's a good joke. And then when she's leaving the shop there, she says, go to hell, John. And that is a great it lead into him then going, showing him back in hell. It was really good. I, I'm telling you, the way that this whole little thing was set up was what I wanted in every issue. A self-contained little thing that shows you what the character's all about. 
I, I do think that this is probably the strongest. It, in, in my mind, too, it doesn't even really end on a cliffhanger like a lot no. of these, where it has this own contained story yeah. where, like, Zatar tells us that he, through his actions, he's also damned his daughter. And yeah. Constantine, please go back and make sure she takes a different path. She does not follow me to hell when her time is finally up. Do this for me. Do this for my daughter. And he has to go back and he can't tell her what he's experienced. Nope. He just has to be there and be the jerk that she thinks he is because he wouldn't go to her father's and funeral. And even as it leads to that, he comes out of hell to go be with her then. And he says, no, this is the hell. Knowing yeah. that the person I love is damned. And really, the best part about it, as you say about the cliffhanger, that is pretty much the ending of every Constantine story right yeah, there. It, is, Scotty, it yeah. really is the, uh, like, that's Him how. Him taking a drink and moving on. Yeah, that's how it usually ends. <laughs> so you get a very good idea of what's going on in Constantine. I thought that was really good. Uh, what'd you give it here? I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, and we'll, we'll give our scores since we did score it on the deal. I'd give it, I might even give it an eight out of ten. I like, and especially compared, like this is the problem. Like, like we have said already, going into it, reviewing the, the three that I did, I really, I, I didn't know what was going on. Really, I, oh, I really I. didn't. And the weird thing is, is Constantine might be the only one that knowing how it was, it would go up. The others, actually, I might even go down, even no, oh, knowing well. like, oh, fuck, it's this. And I I really am annoyed with him, but I did like it. What would you give it, Reggie? I think I'd give it a uh, B plus, which would be like an 8.5 out of <laughs> I 10. I forgot right? Reggie wanted to give letter <laughs> grades because they are schools. I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid B. And like yeah. uh, to me, then yeah, I'd give it a solid B. Eric, your C plus there. C plus uh, B minus over there. C. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well I, I think I went a little low, Daddy. When I reviewed these uh, first three stories, this was the first story. Obviously, that's the yeah, one I yeah. read and I reviewed right there, right away. And I didn't know what I was in for, really. Yeah, I'm so telling I just you. Kind of was basing this off in the retrospect, I, I think that is the best story in this book. Yeah, it ends the strongest for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't. I'm telling you, you read this Constantine, and you get done, and you're not going, "What the fuck are you, you fucking assholes?" It's just no, like, I'm you, okay. This on a decent thing. I'm like, I thought that this was a very standard issue, but like after reading the rest, I've got to grade this on a curve or some shit because yeah. it's obviously the best. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I I really do. But yeah, the next one is uh, Wonder Woman story, right? Wonder Woman in Blood and Glory, written by Vita Ayala. Oh, I don't even know Ayala. By Carrie Alala. Yes. I don't think I could make that sound, but Ouch. art by Carrie Randolph and John Rauch. Wonder Woman battles Cersei's forces while Flash tries and helps. But this god of war wants to work alone, but she may need some backup after Cersei converts a young girl into her fold. And that is the best I, I'm telling you, I struggle with this. I'm like, what really went down here? Wonder Woman's fighting some mythological monsters. Cersei's behind it all. And then a young girl volunteers to be put under her control as well. And Flash tries to help. The end. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I didn't write little intros to mine, so that's how mine are going to end up sounding. I don't know if Reggie did either, uh, but really, that's what happened. This one threw me off a lot. Uh, well, this, I really I'm telling like, you, I, I read the costume. I'm like, okay, this can all work in continuity. There's nothing here that's glaringly wrong. And I jump into this. I'm like, Wonder Woman's talking about, I'm the god of war. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the lies right now, bitch. Get on the trolley. <laughs> and then she's fighting these goddamn things off, and then Flash shows up. She's like, hey, Wally. I'm like, my head yeah, it, explodes it, it, right there. That threw me off. And I will mention. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. I will mention uh, <laughs> again. I forgot to say the thing I really like reading Constantine then it, it doesn't have to be in any continuity. It's almost yep. like that story is 
done well enough that it could fit any continuity. Yeah. It really could because, and yeah, you might say, oh, that's because it's generic. It's not just that. It just, you don't have to spell it out. This this Wonder Woman story is like I was saying about podcasts where they, they go too far and expose how you know ridiculous they are by talking about shit that they shouldn't be talking about. Like the, And that's what I think this Wonder Woman, it's like almost like, uh, they want to show you how much they know about Wonder Woman, and then it just completely throws off. Now, again, if you're told, if they were told, listen, don't even put it in continuity. Do whatever the fuck you yeah. want. I, I'd be okay. I, I, I don't know if they would have been better served to have it at the very beginning with a little fucking narration bubble. Not downtown Chicago, sometime Chicago or somewhere, you sure. know, whatever, just to give you that idea. Okay. This saying, is if we were told it. that going in, like if if I'm thinking I'm going to write a Wonder Woman story, like I do like the God of War stuff, I might try to make her the God of War. That if it's not in continuity, and I know this, and everybody else knows and this you, going and in, and you know how and I if would I had do the this, then Wally's my favorite Flash. I'd and throw if, him if in you're going to do that, then have that presented immediately. I agree. Like if you're doing that, she's fighting somebody, and thinking to herself, or saying like the first panel, she's hitting somebody, going, "How dare you fuck with the God of God of War?" And then you're like, yeah. "Okay, I get it. We're going in." The, I mean, the they Wally could have had a caption that said this. Story takes place yeah. just before the events of Rebirth, and that would yeah. have sort of explained or it away. It just takes place nowhere. It's out of continuity. I'm telling you, said, you don't somewhere outside of continuity. Say something. But when she said Wally, then I thought, okay, now you're just being funny. You're fucking, you know, you're laughing at me now. You, no, you, oh no. Yeah, yeah. It just was weird, and really to the point where. I, I didn't get much of did, – did you get a good idea of Wonder Woman in this? Because this Wonder Woman is very harsh. It is, is a god – She is the most hardcore Wonder Woman I think and, I've and ever read. And more hardcore last, god of years. war than in Azarello's run when she was yeah. the god of war. She really is. In that, she was more concerned about you know trying to figure out what was going on and if she could be the god of war and like, all this stuff. This is this, almost she's the full story – like later on in the Wonder Woman, when like Meredith Finch took over, it was all about her being the god of war, but trying to stop war at yeah, all costs. Is, yeah. She is fully embracing yeah, her goddamn yeah. power in this one. Yeah, She's she all is about like it. she is just power hungry and just thirsting for blood. And again, is this one of those where that they're playing around with? Okay, uh, this is a Wonder Woman that's really harsh. So I'm going to get the most beloved character, supposedly Wally West, being in there. But the problem is, Wally is there. Like almost like he's supposed to be there for comedy relief, but isn't yeah. that funny? He's not funny. Yep. You, you don't really get much of him uh, doing it. And the weird thing about this issue, or this, I keep saying issue, this story, I really like Carrie Randolph's art. I don't like it here. I don't like it that much. No. I, I found it, I found it interesting. I'm telling you, it's yeah. not my normal style, but with the colors and everything like that, I think yeah, it I'm worked pretty you, cool. I, I don't mind the monsters in it. I don't like his Wonder Woman or his Wally West Flash. I really don't like no, it. The it, bodies it, are really crazy. Yeah, they look yeah. almost like crumpled up paper. But yeah, but I yeah. do. It's it's really almost a, a it's a stylistic thing. It you is, know what yeah. I mean? So it's definitely very manga inspired too. It so is, I, yeah. I I'd be reluctant to say. It's bad, you know. It's, it's really not seems bad. Like it's just the colors I usually... are great. It really is lively as hell, color wise. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh yes, yeah. I like the know. monsters too. I like all them, but it was weird because I, lion, I ended that, up reading that lion it. Lion monster. Yeah, thing. Well, I think it, it looks cool or whatever. I like it. By the time I finished, though, I finished this little thing, and and when I was reading it, I can't tell you that I was looking at the credits. Uh, I was just trying to get through, unless it was my story, obviously, when we're doing our own things. But when I was reading this, and I, I would read it, and then I went back. And the, the names, the writers, I'm not going to recognize, but I'd go back, oh, who was that on our... Like, really, that's Carrie Randolph. It just seemed a little off to me for some reason. I, I just... This was not my favorite art 
in the book. Uh, it's not my least favorite, but it, it's not my favorite. But uh, what did you give it, Aaron? I gave this one a 7 out of 10 as well. I'd probably give it a 6. That's the thing, is I'm telling you, after doing it, though, or, because... Uh, I, I'm sorry, a D. I'd give it a D. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I might have rated these all wrong, though, when I originally did it, because I didn't know what I was getting into yeah. when I, like, you know, started reviewing it. So, like, I like the way the, like, the art looked. It's not my normal style that I enjoy, but I thought it worked really well for Wonder Woman, and I love the colors. Yeah. And I think even though we don't get a lot of, like, even what Cersei's up to, except for recruiting people to take out Wonder Woman... It like I don't know. I think the art kind of trumped how like the story didn't go anywhere except for Wonder Woman fighting people. Yeah, yeah. I, I the, just, fu- the fighting you? scenes are good. I'll say yeah. that. You know, that that looks pretty awesome when she's uh you know lassoing the Manticore and going after the Snake Monster from Dreamscape or whatever. It was <laughs> yeah. uh I, I I dug it, but I'd probably be right where Eric was. Give it a see it. Seven. Okay. Yeah. I was, Seven. Not a, I was not a big fan. Uh, the next one is a, a return to glory, Eric. It's a it's a harken back to a Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah. White Lantern and Dead Beacons, written by Michael Morrissey, art by Barnaby Behenda and Romeo Fajardo Jr. With this story, we get introduced to Nathal, a Frank Leminski type who desperately wanted a Green Lantern ring his whole life. But it looks like things have changed now that he's got himself some sort of death touch powers. All of that and Kyle Rayner and Carol Ferris fighting some space parasites while getting the hint that Carol might be preggers. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't mind a, this one actually. I, I thought this was a decent enough complete stuff. And I'm telling you, uh, by, the, by the time I got to this third story though, after I like did those first two, I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm reading the whole narration as we deal with these two alien characters who are scavengers. It looks like who have no. human names like Ted. You know, they're going through oh, this Ted. place and they're just talking about scavenging shit, and then all of a sudden they're killed by this character Nathal, who we know nothing about. And we find out that he has the narration, like, it's very similar to Frank Leminski that we're dealing with the Green Lanterns right now. I'm like, okay, I don't care about any of this. What the fuck is going on? But then, but then you get to Kyle and, then and I get Carol, to the and you actually part, started liking it, right? It's fucking spot on. Yeah, yeah it's like two can... stories in one, yeah, this thing. It's like weird yeah. because a lot of these stories didn't get a lot of page count. I don't know how that was determined either. If, you know, oh, this guy, we're going to let him have nine pages and this person six. And, uh, or it just was the story. You, you know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. again, if we were told that it was also like almost like a name that tune. If you could tell a great story in three pages, y- you fucking win. And I want to know that this was more of like a fight club, that this whole school, <laughs> that they also had to beat the shit don't out of each other. It. And don't talk about it, but beat the shit out of each other. I would like there was a winner, and they won and, something. And Scott Snyder turns out to be all in their mind, a reflection yes. of themselves. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. These are all Scott Snyders. Uh, but yeah, I like I liked the stuff with Kyle Rayner and Carol Ferris. And again, this, to me... Having Barnaby Behenda on this, having it in the Vegas system, the stuff at least with Kyle and Carol, yeah. uh, to me was a bit of smoke and mirrors. I think that it gave this story a little bit of an advantage if you're going to be, if you're an Omega Man fan. If I it, guess so. I'm, saying, I'm not an Omega Man fan, but I'm telling you, I didn't really care. I didn't care at all about the art the first half of the story. Once we get to Kyle and Carol, though, it I think it looks amazing. And yeah, the dialogue. Is so great. I just loved reading. I wanted to read more actually. By yeah. the time I got done this and reading thing, because I I miss these characters. Yeah, and that's what they went into. And you haven't had Carol Ferris at all in Rebirth. In, in and as this is Star this Sapphire. is like this is not the Kyle Rayner that we got in Omega Man. This is more lighthearted Kyle Rayner, which I like. 
Yeah, and again, maybe this is the Kyle Rayner after Omega Man. Now that the universe has saved Eric, he has time Once to relax. Once he gets relax. back to Earth and fucking knocks he up has Carol time Ferris. To relax. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that that one point it looked like he was back on Earth. Now he's back at the Vegas system. But again, I, I did think that the Barnaby Behenda doing this it was kind of, I don't know, if it was not faking the funk, but it kind of it, it gives him an advantage in the story because of people we saw. We have a guy on the site, uh, Tony was on the site saying, oh, man, you didn't even mention that it was, you know, pretty much people going with, that, that people loved the Omega Men. Reggie loved it, right, Reggie? Oh, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. So this is one of those things where I don't think we're ever going to, you know, in the next five years, I don't think we're going to get an Omega Men book. Maybe no, we will. Not. Maybe I'm wrong. But so people are trying to grab. I told you, this reminds me this morning, Eric. I told you as a kid, I was a huge Battlestar Galactica, the original yeah. Battlestar Galactica fan because I was a Star Wars fan and wanted anything. The people who love this book, You're they sci-fi want anything. And, and people yeah, you know, I, I looked at this, I had the opposite reaction as Eric, in that I really got jazzed for the opening of it. I think the art is a lot stronger in the beginning, especially in on the third page when that guy's face is all melting yeah, away. All right, like, Looks like he's smoking. Which uh, is not to say that, that it gets bad at all. It just kind of opens up because they're outdoors. But when I saw Carol Ferris, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be... Obviously, yeah, you know, I was like, this isn't gonna, this isn't going to be Omega Men. So, I mean, and and this isn't like I was. It's not like I was disappointed. I thought it was a piece of crap, but I had no. I looked at it the other way where I yeah, really it was. Into actually, the it's idea funny what you're Omega saying, Man Reggie. And because I said there, oh, you know, the Omega Men, they're in the Vegas system. But yeah, that's when Ka- when Kyle and Carol show up. And you're right. The more I think about it, the beginning was pretty much Omega Men. It was a continuation yep. of what you would think if, if the story continued with other characters and going that was pretty much it and once you get yeah. and eric's right as well though once you get kyle it is more of a light-hearted kyle you have carol there so it doesn't really have it but i do think the art really pushes that as well and like i said i don't know to me that seems like an unfair advantage if you're rating like i said to me this is all a contest and you have to pick the best one. So <laughs> I thought that was it. But it's also, this is it, this is definitely planned this way so that you'll have people say, oh, my God, you love the Mega Man? you got to get this new talent thing. They fucking Barnaby Mahenda, there's a story. It looks just like a Mega Man. It's in the Vegas system. I really do think this is the, one of the stories in this that is tailor-made to try to sell this book. And it did kind of annoy me uh, that way. But, yeah, I, I agree with Reggie, like you're saying, that that beginning part that Eric didn't like is probably because it was a lot like a Mega Man. And, Eric was and the not thing I didn't like about I'm saying I'm not a fan of Mega Man. And the thing I saw that was wrong with it is that it was pretty much spot on the Frank Lemensky story. And I'm dealing with that in Green Lanterns right now. Yeah, it's kind of again, seemed like though, a ripoff. The, the only thing I can say is this this freaking thing did take place months and months ago. You tell me Sam Humphreys ripped off of this? That's what I'm saying. You can't Could say be, that he didn't hear word of this. Or it's I, would, I would say this story in the New Talent Showcase was definitely written sooner. Yeah. It earlier, was just very you know. similar to what yeah, I'm dealing with right now yeah. with a character I know nothing about so except for maybe a death you're gonna, touch. You're going to have to go back and, and reevaluate your Sam Humphreys. Uh, and maybe he <laughs> is the one who's stealing her, uh, allegedly. It is he who is the one who is the asshole. Yes, he is. Uh, what would you give it? Or what did I you give it? I gave it a 6 out of 10. Oh, so you gave it a D, is what you're telling me. I think I'll give it a C. That would be a 7, Eric. 7. A C. What would you give it, Reggie? I can give it a D plus. That would put me at about a 6.5, 6.8. Yeah, I I just, to me, this was probably 
the second or third most complete story, and that was really what to me. I just wanted kind of complete stories, or at least something. I, I don't know. That, we didn't get any complete story. No, out I'm of saying this. I got enough of that. I learned the characters. I, I'm telling you, this did not set up anything that was like, uh, to, like when we get to my thing with uh, with Catwoman and Wonder Woman, where they're going to where the whole issue leads to, and then they're like to be continued. This is just yeah. they're going off. I really don't mind what what's going to happen anyway. Yeah, there's an implication of more story, you know, with Carol and everything, and the and the guys in the beginning. But, but uh, at least I you see them flying away. Yeah, you know, there is an like if this was the end of an arc and it was going to start up the next time, I could be like, okay, they're let's get back to celebrating us, and there's the finale. They're going off. Uh, some of these others were like the whole setup was to have a crazy fucking thing, like Joker's in Smallville, and, and then you're done. <laughs> You'll, you're never going to see this. So at yeah. least I can say, eh, Kyle and, and Carol go off and fuck. That's what I got. You know, at least I can think of what happened. But yeah, I, I I didn't mind. But what it, what the next one is Reggie's Reggie's uh, parts. That's of it. right. It is Hawk Girl and Weapons of War, written by Erica Schultz, art by Sonny Liu, and I did not do a blurb for it, yeah, but we don't. can just say that essentially, uh, I you know I really like the way the story was told. It does a typical thing where it sort of shows the end first, and then we go through this character's life. But it's uh, Shayara Thal. Who uh, is a Thanagarian? She's uh, on Earth, trapped on Earth. We find out, and she's become a detective um, in order to, I guess, get near Thanagarian technology and collect it to keep humans from having it. And uh, eventually, that get somehow we, we it's not told, but it's implied that it leaks out into humanity as a whole, and they're creating chaos and basically destroying the world. And a big four-armed Thanagarian warhawk god is a uh, Upbraiding her about yeah, it. Yeah, they ain't too pleased. No. no, they're not too thrilled with it. But but I really did like the way you know this this was a way to tell a story that wasn't just you know my name is Shiera Hall and you know when before I put on my Thangarian mace I have to get my cop gun on or whatever the hell it is you know this <laughs> holster this you know whatever you call it a cop gun right is that cop, cop gun, gun. <laughs> I gotta get my cop gun on so uh, you know it, but this was this was a good bit of storytelling I thought you know where it was it was laid out in a pretty good way I did I like the art Eric is sick of the art because of uh, what the hell's that book Sunny Lou Fate, fate. it's just that I have all these negative negative like uh, implications with me whenever I see Sunny Lou just because Doctor Fate came out during the whole backgrounding of the DC universe. And his style was very reminiscent. Of, I mean, just kind of cartoony. And then how terrible the Doctor Fate stories were on top of that. When I st- so no. whenever I see him now, I'm like, this is gonna be terrible. Oh, fuck. I'm sure I mean, the, are, the two uh, yeah. best scenes are the ones where it's the 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 first and the last page, basically, yeah. where he's rendering that god like. Yeah. Something about the gritty, like it's, it really looks like there are sprays of blood everywhere. It looks like this place is seriously messed up. And uh, he did a good he did a good job, or she. I'm not sure. I, I, I gotta say. <laughs> Sonny's um, a guy, I believe. Yeah, I uh, think Sonny is a guy, but if Eric says it, I'm sure it's the opposite. Yeah, you know what? It usually <laughs> is. Yeah, it usually is. Um, you know, uh, but, but I thought I thought this was a pretty a pretty well done story. It laid out the character. Uh, probably wasn't as well paced as it could be. Now now that I'm looking at it again, the, but the, the idea. Have, the problem I have with this story is the same thing I had with the Hawkman series. Once we found out that Carter Hall was in fact an alien, once I think it was issue twelve, they finally came. Like we got to get this Thanagarian shit back in here. It's not working. But yeah. how do aliens who come to Earth get a goddamn get degree jobs. in archaeology and then get a fucking you know a 
a degree in criminal justice to become a goddamn detective. And they say that they got their degree in Mexico. That's what they usually do, right? It they, bothers they got it the somewhere shit out of me. Else. Well, Eric, the, the way people get degrees in uh, on on this planet is by going to school. But social security <laughs> so numbers. You never thought. You never I thought, thought actually that. in Thanagar, they they fake the funk and have a, uh, a Cambridge. Is is a school there, and they hey, went to Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I, I went to Cambridge University on yeah. Thanagar. It's like uh, I used to hear there was the thing where uh, Chinese the Chinese government set up a town called USA so that they could put on things made in USA, and it was it was go. legit at one point, and then they kind of I don't know if that's a, a, a old wives' tale or a fucking you know that sort of thing, but yeah, I think on Thanagar they they do the degree there and just fake the funk. They they fucking forge documents, or like Reggie said, they come here and they go to school. They work hard. They work through school. They pay for their own way, and, mm-hmm. and then they have a degree. And Birth they, certificate, they, social security number. They deserve number. a job, Eric. They social security job. number. Here's the thing I will say. I don't know. The one thing that I will say now, it does throw a secret identity, but it's also the thing that I was getting crap for for the uh, Trans Pacific uh, goddamn railway. uh, railway. Uh, Maybe they're in a world where there are aliens uh, out and about, and you kind of can, you know, go with that. I don't know. I don't see anybody protesting the aliens, though, which they would be. Yeah, I I don't think that's Superman the truth. Yeah, yeah, really. That's Plus, she has true. to run away when her her Thanagarian mace starts ringing. Remember yeah. when in her bag? <laughs> and it, you know, I, I, th- I definitely score. You know, I had the also the opposite reaction to Eric. This was the first story I really. This is my first one that I reviewed, so I really looked at it critically, and I got excited because I was like, "Oh, this is not a bad story," and I do like the art, and you know. Wow, yeah. this this is this this is going to be a real fun, great book, and I was wrong. But I definitely did weigh it in. Uh, too heavily on this. Yeah. I gave this one a B. Uh, I'd give it a C. C minus. I'd give it a 5.5 out of 10. Eric won't play the game. He's wow. not playing the game of giving scores. He gave he, it a D minus. He gave it a D minus. No, that's an people. F. Uh, I don't know. I think 5 is an F. I think five, it's weird. Five and below five. is where the F starts to make. It is, yeah. We talk about yeah. after six. It's like all yeah, six. I, th- I think a there's a weird. I think there's a weird thing there. I don't know I how don't we do it. I think there is. That's why it's I'm weird, going though. five point five six out of ten. And, six below a six. That that there's a lot of F, F marks there. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how we're doing it. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I give it a. I give it a high holy. Uh, there you. <laughs> they they have that, and uh, I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't mind it. This was pretty much a story that I was just going through. I'm like, okay, talk, girl. And I kept it is complete. I was, it's a complete story. It is. Too, you and know? That's it what I was actually going to say. I was going to say to the point where um, I don't know if you're supposed to go into this now and what you said, Reggie. Can we go and just rate if they could tell a story? You know what I mean? Not even worry about continuity or cliffhanger, but you like the way they told the story. This book is so weird to rate. It really is. Yeah. Well, I'm that kind of asshole. Like I always look at stuff like that. I'm always looking at this, the freaking plotting and storytelling. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you but should be on this. Just looking at the goddamn story, though, I'm like, this is not a, like a Hawk Girl a series I would want to read where I think like every arc she's going after a new piece of Thanagarian text she has to find well, and that, then like, that, other stuff happens. I just, it's funny you say that you wouldn't want it. That to me, not that I'd want it, that seems like something they would do. I'm telling you, this is like any time you get a Lobo or a Deathstroke or you, they, 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 it is pretty generic deal. 
but that is this is just the same as say Midnighter going after the God Tech of I, the and week. And I didn't like that either. And I know, but it, it, in their defense, really, this is a very typical DC comic I, story. I, I call the I call those stories the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo yeah, stories. I, I tell them it's like we said, you know, Buffy that first season. It's a monster of the week. That, that's yeah. basically what it is, and. Uh, I, some people like it. Some people like that. Just I, knowing I dig what it they're going to get. A lot of times, as long as it's not like, you know, as long as it's cool, I, I like it. You know, I like it when it's when it's something of variety every week, and then there's a B plot building to some crescendo oh. at the end of an arc. That that oh, to me, like that's a, the way you build it. You story. mean like a midnighter? You don't want it to just uh, the this fucking god tech of the month end uh, out of nowhere, and then the story changes completely, and you don't know where yeah, the fuck you are. You tell me you don't like that. I also like it. I like it like at the end of Superman, Lois and Lane, when they're just like, "Oh yeah," uh, and everyone, everything that was all loose ends are all tied up. All right, yeah. let's wrap it up. Everything's yeah, fine. Let's wrap it up, baby. We got to yeah. get moving. I, I do say, like what you were talking earlier, uh, I'm with Eric. The problem is there is a lot of times it, it really Sunny Lou's art now. Seeing this is like I just ate my I ate a pizza right before chemotherapy and threw up, and now I don't want fucking you know pizza ever again. Yeah. Hey, even though I love pizza, I got that I, terrible. Doctor I really had that. And earlier when we were talking, you know, because we record this crazy out of order, I'm sure that I mentioned in the Batman annual where all of a sudden I see uh, Steve Orlando writing a thing with Riley Rossimo. I think Monster Man right away, and immediately you better prove that you're better than that piece yeah. of shit that you guys did together before, because you are having a story like that in Gotham with that, and this is the same thing. It is. Fucking Sonny Lou, and it is still, even with the gods and stuff like that, it just did remind me so much of Dr. Fate that I hated. And I didn't really let Eric even said, too, even beyond that. It's not like I'm being unfair because I never did really like Sonny Lou's art. I'm not that big a fan yeah. of Sonny Lou's art, and this just kind of, and I, I do get what you're saying, Reggie, at the beginning. It is kind of cool with the, the blood spray and stuff like that, but it is too cartoony a style for me uh, to really get behind. I really don't like it that much, and th this is one of those stories. I really don't have that much of an interest in Hawkgirl at all, and uh I don't well, know if that. I don't she, know if she's she here because of Legends character. of Tomorrow. Yeah, she is a strong female character. Yeah. Though, yeah, so. before we talk about this book, me and Brandon, you'll you'll have heard this. Me and Brandon were talking about Marvel pull. You know, twenty five dollar pull list Marvel. Seems like most of my books on Marvel have strong female leads, Reggie. So I think it's just DC. I don't I like think DC. you are faking the fuck over there. No, yeah, no. They're all it's all the books there. that I like. Moon Girl, freaking all, you know, all new Wolverine. These are ones that I like. They're strong female characters. I don't know what to say. Wow, what a turncoat. That is true. But yeah, the next story, did it, we all gave our, our ratings, right? We Eric, did. you gave we a did. D minus, right? Is that what we figured out? Five, 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 five was? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the next one, though, is the one that when this was released and I paged through, this is the one story that I thought. Oh my God! This one's tailor made for Reggie, and and you did reveal it. Now, that's, this I is did. One of, it's yes. Dead Man in Killing Time. Writer Christopher Sabella and artist David Messina. 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 I think yeah. Uh, so this story is maybe you were maybe you're not a Dead Man fan. Maybe you do heard a little bit about Dead Man, but you weren't sure what he's all about. Here's your story. This is like a primer on what Dead Man is. That really is the only thing that happens. Is Dead Man going around? Uh, kind of like thwarts a mob hip hit it looks like and hangs out at a uh, 
a uh, bar for a ghost ghosts bar. and stuff like this, you know, which is a normal thing. But the whole time, the captions is just him talking about what he is, what he can do, how he's mm-hmm. uh, he's he's put out to to uh, redeem himself through uh, Rama, whatever, whatever the hell name is. I always forget her last name. I always just go with Rama. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, oh, I didn't even say it in this one. That's why yeah. it's, it's she has a full name. Uh, Rama Kushna, I think it is. I but can't, uh, I'll that's go it. With it. That's all there is to it, you know. Uh, at the end, there's sort of a semi cliffhanger where the guy that he saved looks like he's about to be killed by some guy with really a really crazy costume that has giant yeah. bullets hanging giant around bullets. his neck. It's not bad. This I, I don't I like this it. cliffhanger. I, I, I like that look. That's like, right there. It's like, intriguing. There's like enough. no real setup to it, you know. I mean, no. it, it, if this comic, if if this is what Jim was saying, the assignment was to. Uh, put a, you know, do a story where you introduce a character, get it, you know, set out. Get everybody and, on the trolley. End on a cliffhanger, you know, build up a story, end on a cliffhanger. Well, this part, this this did the first part really well. You learn a lot about Dead Man. I mean, this yeah. re- I would really even say, not that so people you, have ever asked me about Dead Man. This? I would be like, oh, you go read yeah. this. So this is pretty much everything you need to know about Dead Man, yeah. right? Yeah, here. I'm telling you, the only thing you don't I, have is how he died. Yeah, that's true. They don't talk about. They don't really talk about. But you don't need to. He's just dead. He's not Boston Brand here. He's dead man through and through. And everything you need to know about dead man, right smack here. No. Yeah, and even if if this was a continuation, the way that it's him talking about himself and giving you that narration, I can certainly see in my mind the next issue might be him kind of talking about how he became dead man. It would not be out of the question to no, weave no. that into it the way that he is setting it up. Uh, so, yeah, I'm good with it. And I don't know a lot about dead man. I actually like this enough. Uh, it's just the one thing, it is kind of a generic dead man story but that for somebody be- who i'm saying it's because of that though and because i already know who dead man is i found it kind of boring no yeah, yeah. i like yeah. the i like the cliffhanger but the rest of him is like going through the motions like yep he's gonna possess some people so he's gonna wait. save some people he's gonna bitch about not being able to move on yet yeah but again if this also was an assignment to show that you understand the character yeah. and to move on and get Kudos hired to right do there, the yeah. book then Chris Sabella could do a Dead Man book. Uh, you sure. really think he could? And this is the guy who I was talking about. He's the guy who's writing the Injustice Ground Zero book right now. Oh, okay. So he is legitimately writing a book right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not he's new talent or whatever, but he is a pretty good writer. I don't mind the writing. This is whether or not it's generic. I don't mind I the writing. I think the writing is pretty internal good. Too much dialogue. I, yeah, I, yeah. Personally, the, it, it's too. He relies on that too much, and that's a pretty easy gimmick. You know, I mean. Uh, you yeah. know, it would have been thought balloons, you know, 30 years ago, and then you would have laughed at it because it would have been ridiculous to have that yeah. many fucking that thought many balloons thought on a page. Yeah. Well, you have this many captions, it seems like it's a noir story, and uh, I think it's just a little overboard. Kind of feels off that it comes off that way too. Yeah. Which yeah. one? The noir, like noir story, story aspect of it. Yeah. Especially when you hand up at the ghost bar. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It definitely out. had that feeling, you know. It's another like ah, I went over With to the all bar. The ghost the bars I'm hanging out <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. That yeah. fucking bitch and had to walk in. And all the gin joint ghost bars in all the world. <laughs> and all these gin joint ghost bars. That fucking whore had to show up. Oh. I don't know. But I'll tell uh, you what, the art in this is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. I really, I really love. Again, David Messina is a big so artist. Hard. Yeah, I know uh, he's already a well-known artist, but yeah, boy, yeah. he did a fucking clinic on some of these panels. I love him. He actually uh, was on this, the five questions, one, by the way. He was one of the guys who did one of our questions. He, he was the guy, if you remember, he was the guy who at one point did a lot of erotic art 
and I asked him if he would do an erotic art of uh, America's Sweetheart Eric Shea, and he said he certainly would. I'm, I'm still waiting for it, but yeah, what the hell? I need to yeah. see this. Yeah, well, he, he drew he drew this one chick pretty erotically in the, on this panel where you see this where uh, let's see which page is this of the Dead Man? Sorry, I think it's the, the fourth page. So okay. one, two, three, four. So this so, so he's like stopping this gunfight from going With the bullets on. Flying? Yeah, with the bullets flying, the bullets look aw- I just love this panel yeah, right here. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's, it's phenomenal. It's so much like happening. Uh, yeah. It's almost, I mean, it's almost confusing, but I think it's supposed to be because there's just a lot of shit happening in one scene. The way this girl looks all like falling backwards, plus she's yeah. got quite a nice little rack on her, which she we does. like to see. She looks like a uh, big rack Neo avoiding fucking bullets in bullet time. I don't mind. But yeah, yeah even think, that bullet, the the high bullet that's gone by her, and you see the contrail of it, it's awesome. Yeah, it really it's, is. That looks so good. I mean, it's it's just really good artwork, man. I, it, if, I mean, what you're saying is true. I probably would. Actually, I definitely would because I am Reggie, and I would definitely read a Dead Man book, at least give it a couple of issues. But of these two. I, I would have no problem walking into a book looks like this. You know, yeah. just like, all right, this this right, let's see what this is about. Yep. So uh, I I did enjoy it for some reason though. Like I say, I was really enthusiastic for the first story, and then I my enthusiasm waned as I that went happens. along yeah. uh, because I started to see what this thing was really all about, and I ended up giving this a six point five out of ten. What what was that, Reggie? What'd you give it? Six point five out of ten. Uh, what a six point five? Well, I saw these oh, letter grades. A C. A C. <laughs> I tried to get you. Now Reggie six point five is a that C. Is a D. <laughs> No, it isn't. Uh, 65 gonna... is passing. See, now you're doing that. I'm doing 65 is a passing. Yes, it's a D, though. I thought the, that's a B. C everybody is told a 70 me, and an 80. Everybody told me that was a B in my day. You know, <laughs> I, I would give it a 6.5 as well, whatever the hell Eric wants to claim that D plus, D minus. I, no, I that's don't just know. a D. And anyway, I would give it a 6.5 as well. <laughs> yeah, so you, so what it you're telling me is he's giving it a Eric's C plus. Would be a D. Eric why. gave it a C plus, he said. A 6.5. I don't understand. Oh boy, it's already off the rails. Yes, the, whole, it is. the whole letter grade is right the out of the Letter grade's gone. Uh, from now on, you have to rate it in songs that you like. I would give I that so one, uh, Home Sweet Home by, uh, Motley Krill. That was what I'd give that story. What would you give I it, Randy? I think it's really only worth a Mexican radio. Really? Sure. A Mexican ra- Mexican radio to me would have been like that Constantine story. This would be more along the lines of a My Sharona to me. Oh, yeah. It's more, uh, like, yes. it's more like a Friday I'm in love or something. Fri- yeah, yeah. Like Fr- <laughs> uh, Friday I'm in love would be one of those uh, songs that was or a, a story that wasn't reminiscent of the character and tried to be like they're pushing it to be a hit. That's what I would think. That's, right. that's Friday I'm in love. Uh, well, this he, might be more of a um, uh, You Might Think by The Cars. Is that, That's what I think this might yeah, be. Yeah, it's a solid song, you uh, know, yeah, but, not, but not their best. But not so. great, not the, not the best. Yeah. People who might not know them might, might only know that song possibly. I don't know how many Cars fans there are anymore, but that first <laughs> album of theirs, Reggie, that was a great album, wasn't oh, I it? Love the, I love The it, Cars. It was great. I love what do the you greatest think, Eric? Eric's is... gone silent all of a sudden. He doesn't want to play. I you don't like want to play. Um, yeah, I, I give it a Rico Suave. Oh, a Rico Suave. I give this. I don't know. I'd give this more of like a uh, Juggalo type uh, deal along the line of Dark Lotus. <laughs> is that the you name don't have of the no band? idea. 
That's, that's the name of a super group, okay. yes. Okay, that's that was literally like the guy at your job that says, I'm going to dress up as, as fucking I'm telling Texas you, I'm not Chief. looking up anything. I just tried to remember what Eric had said. See, oh, it is. Eric, it's like, like Dark, Dark Lotus. Lotus. They're trying to give you the best of of what Dead Man is in a generic way that I don't like. So there you go. Wow. That's what I meant. Very I'm deep. right on. I'll be Very able to... Weasel my way out of anything I say at all times. Uh, the last story of yours, Reggie, uh, is another one. Actually, I was laughing because it just reminded me. I'm like, okay, what's the third one Reggie has to do? I'm like, oh, no, it's Wonder Girl. And you hated Wonder Girl so much in that Teen oh, Titans. Oh, God. And let uh, me tell you, this uh, this one was definitely the Rap and Rodney of my Yeah. Uh, oh, the Rap and Rodney. <laughs> I don't mean to. I don't mean This is probably to me. It's this is my born in East LA of of the book. That's what I would go with. Could be. It could be. It's uh, Wonder Girl in Digging Up Demons, written by Hannah Khan, pencils by Emanuela Lupacino, and Ray McCarthy on ink. Uh, so, God, I don't even know how to fucking begin this story. Uh, Wonder Girl is, you know, she's. She's going through the Middle East. She's saving archaeological digs, but she's also the blonde-haired daughter of this Middle Eastern archaeologist woman who's like a total bitch. And it turns out through this really mishandled, the way they tell the story is just very poorly done, that she and I think her boyfriend, Diesel, Diesel, had tried to steal. The Diesel? The Diesel. (laughs) Uh, tried to steal artifacts from her mom, and he tried to steal some armor, and actually it was it was screwing him up. She pulled it off. This is her, like, you know, the armor that she had in the most recent Teen Titans. Yeah. And the silent I guess, armor. The silent armor, yeah. that's what's giving her powers? Is that, yes. is that the idea? Okay, so so that's why she has powers. When she puts that on, she goes all Wonder Girl. Uh, and, you know, obviously she's got to keep this secret. But uh, somebody knows her secret, and uh, it's going to be a big problem. So you're telling me this is the Mr. Roboto of the of the stories. Amazing. Or don't secret, pay the secret. Secret. I gotta see. I don't know. I, don't see, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting you, I very had tired. A, this issue is so weird to me because it's every we've already dealt with everything that's in this uh, this little story in Teen Titans already. Diesel, yeah. we had a whole backstory of him. He actually came back. He was a big bad. Her mother knows that she's like Wonder Girl. She knows all the story already. So having this person, I, I forget who you said actually did the book, recap all this stuff that we already know is so Hennecon, weird. Kenacon, Eric but, but that wasn't all set like in Middle Eastern. No, no, that was not set in Middle Eastern stuff. But we know that like her mother's an archaeologist. She like this whole backstory where she got the silent armor off of Diesel as they were trying to rob it. This is all stuff that we've dealt with. This is pretty I much Wonder Girl's help- origin. I can't yeah. help but feel like it's just the gimmick is, though, look at all of these actual locations in, in the Middle East that can be named, you know, and yeah, throughout right. Israel. And, and, and that's swell, but there's just nothing here. And, and the no. way, the way the story is told, again, this, so this one also starts with action, although I think it's a much lamer type of action when she's fighting a ghost storm of some kind coming in. Oh, that's oh, right. The, the jins. jins. <laughs> They're over here too. You know, oh, they bleeped the over from the Constantine series. They, they got uh, Sol- they got Solomon Seal. The whoever yeah. is uh, causing all these archaeological problems has Solomon Seal and is causing the jins to come out and attack anybody who goes by them. No. And, and, and so, <laughs> but the idea is, you get the idea that she's doing this regularly. She's saving these archaeological digs. You know, this is she, she's, she's got known nothing to do now that Tim Drake's dead. Yeah, I really? guess. What is she going to do? Uh, so, you know, then, like, then Diesel just shows up, and then she goes into, like, she ends up over at her mom's tent, and she goes into a flashback. It just seems really poorly 
told, not in it doesn't have to be in a no, linear way, but not in yeah. a uh, coherent way. And it really disappointed me. The art is absolutely phenomenal, which should be no. Yeah, secret. I love the art. You know what's weird? Uh, I don't like uh, the art that much, and you know really? why? Uh, if, if you just page through. It's really devoid of backgrounds through almost the whole thing, and it just threw me off the whole time. There is not a lot of backgrounds in any of the panels. There's a couple. They have it, but there is a lot of non-real background panels in this that really – at one point, the gins or whatever is there. You don't get yeah. anything there. You have a bunch of things where there's desert behind them. And from stuff. What, I'm it, saying, to, though, from what I know about the Middle East, it's all and, desert. I'm so telling you, to me, it looked like uh, Emmanuel Lupacino was just told late and, and did a a lot of things in the panels are set up to almost be non-detailed to me. The, the character I, models are great, but I've seen Emmanuel Lupacino do shit that was 50 million times better than this. Oh, yeah, Shit's yeah, yeah. all detailed. 50 I mean, there's million? The, 50 million. There's the part from when <laughs> she basically gets into Jordan, and you really don't have a background for four pages, four or five pages, until well, she's sitting have, with her mother. Ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, it, but you know what I'm saying? Say? It really does look like it seemed a little rushed compared to what you her would normal really, you art would really is. be weighing it though on what she normally does. Yeah, you oh, know? I think her art is all awesome. That's she's the one thing, of my is, favorite is, artists. She, she's incredible. I mean, just just flat yeah. out as a regular comic, this isn't so. Maybe it's because she's a be strong sick. woman. I'm against it. I don't know. But even Probably. like the last two panels, it's she like you see the last two panels have a, a wall and then fucking looks like she's get, you know going through the goddamn hyperspace. It yeah. just it was weird. And though maybe she again, is. Maybe. Maybe you're supposed to center on the characters more because it is a character driven story, I guess, because I didn't like it. But yeah, I actually was. Uh, kind of uh, set back a little by the art. I thought that it was a little, uh, almost seemed rushed with the background stuff. But that, that See, I was really disappointed here because I actually like Cassie Sandsmark's Wonder Girl, and getting a story where I already know everything that's going on really disappointed me. I yeah. actually wanted something new out of this, and I got nothing really. And again, the ending, the yeah. ending is the most bullshit ending ever because yeah. she gets a call from the detective. We have a suspect. It's freaking, you know, Mrs. Sandsmark and her daughter Cassie, like you were just talking to Wonder Girl before that she's not wearing a mask. Everybody should know that this is Cassie Sandsmark, yeah. especially yeah. if you have like you know her record on file. Yeah, well, but Eric, it is has archaeological digs in the in the issue, and at the end says you can't bury the past. Ooh, I've already done this story though. Diesel came back. Past. No, and again, if you had this where this whole a new talent workshop was set up to like the dead men story in this are, are very similar where you're getting this background that if yeah. you know it you're bored if all of these were in the same vein that the new talent workshop was to hey you're gonna this is a number one issue where like almost like this would be they spell it out like this is not rebirth this is the next phase and you are made to Make an issue that sets the background, gets everybody up to speed on the character completely. These two would be winners then, this and Deadman, because, yeah, you go in, you're like, okay, I get what's going on. I know this. I know that. But without rules, again, you're bored, and you're bored especially because you're like, I know all this. And also, the the way that you're spelling it out and the way it seems to me is when I'm reading this, I said earlier, I'm a, I don't know Deadman. They tell me, hey – uh, Jim, you're going to write a dead man story. I do some research. I, I mean, if this was actually legitimately me, I'd probably call Reggie. And I'd say, Reggie, 
Where should I start? Tell me a little about the character. Tell me some arcs. Tell me some writers. Give me the back. It seems like Jim, when you they go went to Haley Circus. Yeah, it seems like when they went to do this, they only went back like seven months. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll check out some of that Teen Titans and then the New Fifty Two, and then went with that story. Like you said, you've seen all this recently. It was with. I'm sorry. It had to been like three or four years ago now. Still, but, um, it was still the last. You know, thing. But where I'm telling you, you Diesel came much... back. They retconned that whole story so she could tell her own Diesel coming yeah. back story. Yeah, I bet you I could look up the Diesel story pretty much on a Wikipedia or a uh, you know a fan site on the Teen Titans and read exactly and then twist it around to this. It just didn't seem like to me that she really you know they really got the whole concept of the character like i'm oh man they really delved into it or they're gonna do this and do something new uh it just seemed weird it just wasn't that good it really wasn't i nope yeah it just in general i'm going more into it that you know i should just say it just wasn't that great but uh what did what would you give it what did you give it red i gave it a 5.5 out of 10 which would be a failing grade right yes yes no that's a b uh, okay. I probably, I, I, again, the art, even though I said that it seemed rushed, I couldn't say that this is a fuck you five. Uh, it's close. Uh, I'd probably give it a 5.5, maybe even as low as like a 5.1. I think Eric's going to go 4.9. I'm going 5.1 because I love the art. You Ooh, are no 4.9. I said it, you son of a bitch. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I'm telling you, I said that I thought the art wasn't up to her standards. But yeah, I'd probably give it a 5-1. I would. But now we're on to the last three, which are mine. And the first one is Catwoman, Wonder Woman, The Amazonian Job, written by Emma Beebe and art by Minkyu Young. And this is a very quick read that looks great and is also a setup for big things to come. Except they never will. Uh, it's Selena and Diana against the gods, the Amazons, and well, that's about it. I really wish there was more because I do kind of like the setup, but without any payoff whatsoever, I find it hard to give this anything close to top marks. And there you have my blurb, which is actually pretty much my whole review of this issue yeah, right off the site. That's the story Did right there. Did you see that? <laughs> that's uh. the, I mean, that's basically that's what it was because this, of all of these, it's fucking paper thin. There is nothing going on here, and really, I just I, want to know what Catwoman's doing wherever we start the story off. I at. don't know. It, it's the whole thing is crazy, and it looks like I don't know. Are they in that submarine because there's a propeller, or is that a fan? I, I don't I thought, know. I thought it was. A, I thought it was just a fan going yeah, down it freaking like uh, coolant shaft. Thing, but yeah, she, there's Wonder Woman and Catwoman are fighting, and I can't tell you. That they re- it really seems like these are the characters that I know. And I really, like Catwoman, I love. Now, the only thing that I can say, and I said to Eric, the only thing that if you tied this into the current rebirth Batman, where at one point Wonder Woman wants to hire Catwoman to do something for her, and Catwoman's like, oh, why should I do anything for you? Hey, I can make people forget shit. And it kind of would like, if you told me that that would lead into the rebirth where she has supposedly killed all these people, what this would be the way that they're kind of playing at that, but they're not. In the meantime, you get a story that's as old and hokey as time itself. The whole story of, like, I've seen it better in American Gods where the gods aren't being worshipped 
Yeah. Uh, so they're losing their power. I've seen that hokey story a trillion mm-hmm. times. I really have. And it, it actually made me laugh, though I did like that that was Zeus and he was upset because they were in a submarine called the USS Olympus. Which that he now actually, commandeers as his own. Yeah, which he commandeers as himself because this is going to be what you would think, his Olympus. The problem is nothing in this whole story leads me to even get an inkling of what is really going on, and yet you also don't get enough of the characters to real to think that Emma Bear Bibi Emma Bibi uh, really <laughs> knows like the, the character. Yeah, really knows the Bibi. characters that much. Uh, I just don't. This story, like, Catwoman and Wonder Woman, feel like very generic versions yeah. of themselves. Like they, nothing they do or say really makes me think that this is unlike the character because they. This is pretty much the basic it's character very basic. you can kind of yeah. have. Yeah, and you have, but again, you, you're gonna have uh, the one point I, I was just gonna say. You're gonna have Wonder Woman could just snap her neck, and in fact, when you look at it, the art, I do give the art credit at that because Wonder Woman actually at points is blocking and and you know she looks bored. She's yeah. talking to Catwoman, and this is one of the few times where I do think that this is a pet peeve of I think both of your guys of the dialogue during fighting. This makes complete sense. Wonder Woman yeah, is just like, sense, yeah. get yeah. away. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm telling you this. Are you finished? And it's really good that way. Uh, but it is very generic. I can't say that, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is Wonder Woman. And the problem being as well as like Eric's story uh, of his Wonder Woman story, uh, because of what Greg Ruck is doing now is such a strong story. Uh, not, I'm not saying great. I'm saying that it's so defined of all this stuff. Just seeing Wonder Woman here throws me off. It really does. And uh, but I like the Zeus part. But Catwoman, who I am a big fan of, you're right on the money. It's generic. You don't get anything. Uh, you don't even get like that would be perfect. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's Thanks, what boy. I. That's what I was waiting for. But no, Wonder Woman's setting her up, and the whole thing is based on you have Zeus take over a goddamn sub, and then Wonder Woman you think is going to get this thing to fight, but you don't know what it is, and it ends up no. the big cliffhanger is this uh, ancient relic is actually being guarded by the Amazons on Themyscira, and again, this is where I said it, it's not the issue's fault, it's not the storyteller, it's not Emma Beebe's fault. But seeing her on Themyscira, just you're know, like, oh, you know, that that's yeah. kind of what we're dealing with over there. Not that it should matter, but it does. It really does. And this one, just like I said, it, it is paper thin, this story. You don't get anything. This was my first one I read, and it actually angered me to the point where I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I mean, I didn't, not that I get a cliffhanger that's never going to be resolved. I didn't even get a story going up to that. At least tell me something. No, you got true. nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of it's sort of like like the the you know second third of the book or something like yeah. that. You know yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like it's not bit. even like some of these you can think you add a little padding here, a little fight there. This could be a full issue. This Wonder Woman, this can't be a full issue. You no. you, you are missing you need major a bunch parts. Of, you need a bunch of information first. Yeah, of, of any info. You get nothing. Uh, so I gave it a six out of ten. I think I was actually being nice. I probably. Would be close to giving this. I, I do like the art, actually. I like the art a lot, too. Yeah, yeah so I can't give it a fuck you five. But, uh, you know, I gave it a six out of ten on the site. I'll stick with that. But I'd even go as low as a 5.5, maybe even like we just did a 5.1, just because the story is just weak. What would you give it, Eric? 
I I'm I'm interested with what they gave us. It wasn't a lot of duty, but this whole thing with the, like you know Zeus on the SS, like the USS that Olympus, was interesting kind of cool. Me. Uh, this idea that Catwoman is running from the League of Assassins for whatever I she might have done. Yeah, I... Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing where the story went. I like the art a lot. I think I would have to give it. I, I might go six out of ten. Yeah, I'm telling. That's what I give it. But I'm telling yeah. you that League of Assassins to me was again that was a gimmick just thrown in there because you you know from this you're getting nothing and no, so I know. anything I'm just any I, I little was, call I was out about things going forward yeah, again, though it's like, no, I, I know but again this. just having that league of assassins oh they're after me for what I did I'm like there's another fucking thing you didn't tell me at least tell me yeah. what you fucking did it yeah, just got just, me angry. Just, just throwing that out like a MacGuffin I mean she yeah could that's also, what I'm saying she could have also it, it said, is. Oh no! All the supermen are coming after me. Yeah, you know the yeah. nine hundred supermen. <laughs> like, oh my God! What I did to Darkseid should never be allowed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you could just put that. <laughs> yeah. What would you? You know, it's ridiculous. What would you give it, Randy? Uh, I I thought that the art was okay, and the nuts and bolts of the story were storytelling were okay. It was just a lot of nonsense, and like you said, it was not complete. I still give it a six out of ten. Okay, so we're we're in all in agreement yeah. that that is an A minus. Right. <laughs> the next one is <laughs> next one superman in the man in black johnny cash written by michael mcmillan art by juan Ferreira. after a very intriguing opening showing that clark wasn't the only visitor to earth back in the day we get what starts as a fun little lois has been jokerized story that starts to feel bigger than i first expected it's pre-flashpoint superman complete with wife and son and he has a new power and the story seems to play around with the whole three jokers thing a bit Nothing is resolved, but it all ends with Joker and Smallville, and that's a pretty cool setup, if you ask me. I love Juan Ferrer's art as usual, and while the story is just the beginning, we get enough for me to be very, very interested in seeing more. And this was of my stories. This was my best one, I thought, of the three that I read. Only because, again, it, it kind of, I can say that it is kind of in continuity. They play around, but at least they do mention. They don't have to mention John. They, he does, yeah. though. He yeah. does mention it so that you kind of get a thing. I thought it was really cool because at the beginning, you get a pretty over-the-top, wacky, you know, Silver Age kind of Golden Age deal where he's fighting a mecha Joker. I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. And even him spelling it out, Superman spelling it out like, oh, you think you're all clever Joker with this lead line thing. I can't see you and, and all that. And then when he rips it open, it's a Jokerized Lois. And I thought that was really cool. I, I really did like and that. That's where the coolness ended for me. Well, I, I don't, I, I liked it enough. And then the, yeah, all of a sudden Superman has a new power. He's going to burn off the thing. It's microwave it's, vision. It's crazy yeah, art. But that's, again, that, that's super Silver Age shit right yeah, there. And I, I, know. Said, I said, I think that this hero was a kind goofy. of, if you're going to get, I thought it was a Silver Age kind of homage. And I did not mind that. I thought that it was fun. Uh, and then you go and you have the Joker where you do play around with maybe this is kind of like them making fun of the three Joker things. Because at one See, point it did seem like Batman was almost ready to say, like, this can't be happening. The Joker's at five other places right now. And I didn't mind that. It, it even, just I'm doesn't mean Batman anything. Batman came off fucking weird to me. He's cracking jokes during this yeah, time where yeah. freaking Lois Again, is like... Again, I you really know, do think, if anything, this is supposed to be a Silver Age type story. Now, the other thing that I thought was funny, 
uh, with Juan Ferreira's art there is every time you see the Joker, he is kind of looking a little different. And I thought yeah. that that was kind of playing around with that as well. You see him pretty yeah, I, much I twice. Just, I just took it as a new manifestation of his schizophrenia. Yeah, I just I actually thought that that was Juan Ferreira or even both of them playing around with the whole idea that they're supposed to be all these Jokers. It's not. It's this story is never going to be anything that's oh, solving agree. a mystery or whatever. And I like what I liked about this story itself. It seemed to be even Juan Ferreira, but the I, I can't. This is the problem with not knowing these guys' uh, names for the deal. Uh, what what was the writer's name again? I'm trying to page back quickly, and I can't. Uh. It's, uh, uh, Michael McMillan. I think go. that of all of these, this is the one story that I really do see or think and feel in my mind that this was an assignment, but Michael McMillan was having fun. I, I really do think he was having fun with this story, and it kind of made me kind of – especially the beginning with the Mecca and things like that. He – wasn't taking everything so seriously. He and he really he has a story with Superman, Batman, Lois, and the Joker. That's a that's pretty much a slam dunk compared to a lot of these others. He doesn't need to go full out. Everybody knows Superman's origin. You don't need that. He has that weird intro that was intriguing. That if this was to be like, hey, make this so that you want to go on. Not only the cliffhanger of the Joker in Gotham or Gotham Smallville. Oh, I mean, the real story is this is this intro thing. Yes, this the like, intro, you know, and second I think alien that, or whatever. Yes, and I think that coming from like saying that Wonder Woman, uh, what's it called, the Wonder Woman Catwoman story, where you got nothing. This is packed full of story. Whether it's jokey or whatever, you really do get a bunch of stories. At one point, you could even be afraid for John for a second. Where, oh my God, John! No, no, he's at school. Okay, and then you move on. Oh, how did Joker? You know, how did uh, the Joker get the Lois? They show that. Then at the end, they get Batman involved. He is jokey, but it leads to them. Oh my God, we traced him. He's coming from inside the house, Eric. The call is from inside the house. It's, it was a great ending, though. We'll never get anything from it. Uh, I liked it. I thought that this was the most story-wise of any of the issues we got, and I think everything led well into it. Yes, and you even – here's the deal. You even get a jokey kind of thing where the guy is so pretentious that he's going to give Superman a new fucking ability, which I yeah. thought that was hilarious. I thought, God damn it, this guy is just writing a thing for a class. He's fucking going for it. He's but yeah, going but it also out. shows – and the mechanics of it, it shows that Superman has abilities beyond flying yeah, and punching, yeah, you know, yeah. which is which is – all part of the thing I think that he's trying to do here is to show that there's a larger character yeah. at work here. And and uh, if you know the abilities, like like Eric is irritated, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny having that. But yeah, and I I actually like Juan Ferrer's art a lot, where Superman through the whole thing is surprised on almost every other panel, and yeah. I like the way he draws it. And also, just as a thing, this is a writer's workshop, but this is probably. I, I don't know. This actually, for Juan Ferrer, for this look, is probably the most impressive art that I've seen from him, only because I never thought of him as a full-out, like a Superman. I, I would have never thought he would have done a really good it, Superman. Yeah. I would have never have thought that. Yeah. I do now. I like this. I like him to be on. heroes type thing, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but he, he does a good job. And, and, uh, and also, know. just to just to spell it out, like where I think that he, uh, they're all going for the Silver Age thing. Even the panel layout, you don't have the normal Juan Ferreira 
crazy panel layout. That's like true. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It is very, you know, right to the cut. It's very strict panel layout and very much like an older comic book, the way he has it, until maybe the last end. But even that, that's, you know, but you keep going very standard panel layout. That is not what he usually does. And I did like yeah. that. But, uh, it is, it I thought is. this, what's that? Nothing. You're right. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, I, it is very. It, I, I didn't think about it before, but it is sort of a throwback, even just in the layouts. Yeah, good. I, I thought that was pretty good. I gave it an eight out of ten. This was the one of mine. I think that besides the Constantine story, uh, I think this is the strongest one. I really did, just because of what you got, and I had fun with it. And I didn't have fun with a lot of these other stories. What would you give it? Eric. I think Eric fell asleep. Did he really? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're gonna continue on. And no, I'll no, like, no. My my uh, mic was fucking muted because I coughed or I didn't turn it back on. I'm like, uh, what are they talking about? I'm talking uh, to him right now. So uh, um, that whole time you were talking to me because you went silent for a while. Yeah, I, I oh, guess. Goodness gracious, that's was, a director's he curse, cut. He was cursing a blue streak though the whole time. He, he probably was like, here's the thing that just proves that I just talk over him all the time and don't pay attention. I guess because he actually thought that I was still that. going. We were all, yeah, we were huh? fine with well, what did you think, Eric? I'm sitting here thinking about it. I think I'd give it probably a 6.87. Okay. 6.87. <laughs> I actually i am changing my score to an 8.1348. What oh, would you give it, Reggie? A 6.8 or a 7. Oh, uh-huh. I did. didn't you think he said a 6.87, Reggie? I, I absolutely did, and I'm still running with that, too. I love the idea that he's just, you know, it's that it's that close. Almost yes. there. He, this Point is the one he nailed. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, I had fun with it. I really liked it. I thought that there was a lot of story in here. What would you give it, Reggie? Well, I mean, it's no secret I love Juan Ferreira's art, and uh, I, I had a lot of fun with it too. I didn't think the story was perfect, but this could be an arc theoretically, I guess, in a Superman book, or yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I would be interested to know a little bit more of this, and uh, I'd get, I gave it an eight, or I'd give yeah. it an eight. Okay, that's what I get. I, I actually think that this, as it is, again, the, the page counts low. Uh, you add a couple more pages, whatever. This could easily be in sure. that Adventures of Superman digital comic. That just oh, yeah. as is, it, yeah. it could even be in there if you add two stories. I yeah. really think that it fits that sort of thing very well. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I thought that uh, Michael McMillan had a fun time. But the next one, I did not have a fun time. And this is this actually uh, upset me a bit because it is a Joel Jones who. I have heard a lot of good things. We have now a lot of it is her art that they push, and this isn't her art. This is just, you know, her uh, writing. But it is Harley Quinn and Good Morning Gotham, written by Joel Jones, art by Sam Lofty. Joel Jones gives us a story that has explosions, a decent rogues gallery, and a little bit of Harley. There are riots in the streets, and Harley seizes the opportunity to cause her own brand of trouble in Arkham, and it leads to not much at all. After reading it, I can't say that I think that Jones has a great grip on the character because there just wasn't enough here, even though she gets one of the larger page counts in the showcase. To top it off, I don't think that Sam Lofty's art is a great fit for the character, and I was left with a tidbit of story I don't care to continue with. And that is actually my full review on the site. There you go. Very good. Uh, yeah, see? I actually, we figured we were just going to write blurbs. It's a pretty good blurb. But yeah, yeah. uh I really was upset with this, and right away I thought, boy, that does not look good as Harley. I didn't like the the art at all. I, I thought no, the art was I wasn't off. a huge fan of it. And Especially it's, not, it's not even Harley. Harley, in my mind, is the best of everything we've got. Like, you have the Riddler and Penguin and the, these other characters. I don't even know who they are, this yeah. random crazies. I'm like, yeah, I, Harley looks the like best, it. but I don't even like her all that much. Yeah, I didn't like her. 
I didn't like her at all. I, it's, I like thought, a, it's like an underground comic, right? It's yeah. Like something you would see in like an alternative newspaper. That's what it looks and, like. and, and you'd be kind of okay with it. Or maybe even like a mad magazine, but it looks yeah, very yeah. off here. I don't it know It does why. to me, like you're just saying, it looks like a parody of a Harley comic. It does, and, exactly. But yeah. yet the writing isn't a parody of a Harley comic. The writing yeah. is very... I'm telling you, we were saying, like, say the Dead Man story was generic or whatnot. This... I don't even get what was going. Yeah, I understand what was going on in the story. I lost interest, and really, you you get a lot of on the news story. The, the you know the TV, the, the doing giant the biological virus thing and this coming virus, and I don't understand. They have this virus, so that means everybody's rioting in the streets, and that means that Arkham is just free for all riots. I I just. It to me, it was just ridiculous, and it was like, hey all guys, can, like, let's say, go. Har- Harley's but, bored and she wants to get out on the streets yeah. to fucking take on this thing or just be crazy with the rest of Gotham and she's yeah. stuck in here so she needs to get out. So basically the 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 big deal of it, the thing that's supposed to wow us is not to me Harley because you don't get much of her. It's the rogues gallery. You get like you said, you get the penguin, you get, you know, kind of the riddler whatever, but it's still I don't like them enough to even care and then it ends with them being pussies and Harley yeah. basically saying, "Hey, you're not coming with me. I'll smell you later." And yeah. then all sit on it, Patsy. Telling you, if I, she said I, smell I, I you later, like I would have liked it better. I, I, I like I liked how Riddler put a uh, tape question mark on his chest though. I thought he that can't was a nice deal little touch. It's weird though because then his though, face he looks has terrible. Question mark, so. I know, yeah. I know. It's it that that it's funny cuz it's like while it tickled me, it also annoyed me that far. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just like there's the penguin, and he's there. It's not like the penguin. Like nobody is acting any bit. They're just doing what they're doing. It doesn't yeah. really. I, there's not any point that I'm like, boy, that is so Harley, or that's the penguin. I'm just that's like so what? Raven. Ah, oh, that's so. And as, and as I've said before, I think I, I definitely do not agree with Penguin being an Arkham. No, that's, that is no. fucking stupid. No. But that is, that is not insane. a car- That's well, I mean, he hasn't been incarcerated in a while now, but he, that's ever since Long Halloween, he has been an Arkham. I hate that. And, yeah, and I do goddamn sense he, to me. He, he should be in prison if you know, whenever he's incarcerated, he's yeah. not a maniac. He's a black gay guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. and, and in general, it's just, just he's just boss, there yeah. to be like he's just there for smoke and mirrors. He is That's there cool. to um, you know, well, shock and all. I don't have plenty of people in Arkham Asylum that make perfect sense. Yeah. Why yeah. Would you one of them? The I don't and really, and Riddler. And that's the problem is too is that you can't say that this story hinges on the Penguin or Riddler. You no. could legitimately have anybody an old lady next to him i don't even know who this character is old lady just happens to be a fat old lady running with him no idea at one point the one old lady has a extension cord with razor blades tied to it i just i don't get it and a fucking biker with a handlebar mustache yeah yeah this is just it, it was really it was not good it really wasn't good and uh I didn't like the art as, as well. And again, I think I gave on the site, I gave these a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because really now this might be a fuck you five. And it's not, it's not an angry fuck you five, yeah. but it's more of like a, you know, the hell with you. you. You gave us Penguin and Riddler for no reason. I didn't really get anything that, like I said, the whole thing for me, in the I don't care rules or whatnot. At the end of the day, I had to read these and say, you know what? They get the character. I don't even get that. And this is a character that should be a slam dunk. 
easy. You could even go generic and really go like, oh, holy cremoli, oh, yeah. Yeah, that Eric hates. You could do that, and I would say you know the character more than what I got here. Uh, it really, this this was nonsense, but I gave it a 5.5 on the site. Uh, I think I might even go fuck you five or maybe even a 4.5. Go a little lower uh, just because I just it got nothing. I thought this was nothing at all. And if this is what Joelle Jones has, uh, I don't know that I want it. I don't want it. Though ah. her art. I wish actually this is one where fuck it. Why didn't they let her do the art as well? Just go full out. She does the whole thing because I would think that that would be something that along the lines they might want her to do eventually. Even though that always leads to delays in anybody's book. But what would you give it her? I would give it a four out of ten. Yeah, I knew I, you were going to go there's, under. There's it's no story here that and like you know it's just Harley wants to get out because things are happening and we have characters thrown in that don't even act like the characters. Our main mm-hmm. character doesn't act right, and I don't care for the art style. Yeah, what would you give it, Reggie? Well, I, well, one thing I'd say is that actually you can make all of the stories in this book a whole lot better is if you imagine that the uh, at the end of every story the last caption says, "And they were never heard or seen from yeah. ever yeah. again." No, no, yeah, I want, know. and to this day, they're still there. <laughs> That's it, you know what I mean? And they say you can still hear them calling. And they <laughs> say that. Uh, and he's but, hoping that his next leap is the leap home. Yes. I think now we've uh, got a story going. Yeah. I think you, I, I think you, you know, this, I give this a fuck you five, but like you said, dude, not an angry, I'm not, it's no. not like, no. This is definitely this is definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen. You know, no, this is like, it's eh. not an angry fuck you five. It, it's more it's of a like, wrong. It's just it, off. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. You have to make a stand, and yeah, you get there. And and now I'm getting more and more mad because I didn't even see at the end they had these things where the the car- the the writers got to say what they would do. Did you see this at all when you were? Reading? No. It's if you had just one chance to tell a DC story, what would it be? And now they're having this. Now was this? What led them to get the stories? Because there's Joel Jones. Because the story is so short, I just wanted to have some fun with it. And there's no better character for zany good times than Harley. Yeah, zany. Mm-hmm. That was so See? zany. She, was, she, yeah. she, had, she had defibrillators. Wow. Holy yep. cow. Whoa, yeah, I, I'm telling you. It's just nonsense. Really nonsense. And they, uh, all of these have... Uh, the different, uh, you know, character portray. Again, I think it was just to get a couple more pages out of it. But, uh, yeah, I it, on the site, if you want to know, the whole thing added up to us giving this whole thing a 6.6 out of 10, which I think that in Eric's scale, that's a uh, Z minus. Yes. An H, <laughs> an H plus. It got uh, a D. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that good. I really was upset. I really thought this was an opportunity to have some fun and see some crazy characters. I actually am surprised that we had as many, like two Wonder Woman stories, pretty much a Superman, yeah. a Harley. I that was liked, weird too, you know. Yeah. You would have thought they would have had different ones and everybody, yeah. whatever. I I would have liked to have had some more obscure characters involved. You Not know, only throw two some Wonder things. Woman stories, but then a Wonder Girl story. Yeah, like, and a Wonder what Girl the hell? Story. Where's Madame Zana doing all of this, Eric? Where's Seriously. an Etrigan story? Where's some fun? Uh, Where's well, Ambush it, Bug? Hello. Yeah, Everyone's yeah really. Where is Mixelplick? You, you, if you had the, the choice of everything, I don't know. It just seems weird to go Superman and all these, though. I did like that story. But, yeah, I think that this was a decent thing. I said in my blurb at the beginning, it kind of is a unique thing to throw out there for uh, annuals week. 
I just yeah. wish it was better laid out. I wish it was spelled out more. And I think it was more. It was too pricey. It really was. Uh, uh, that's that's the. I mean, uh, the idea. I like the idea of it more yeah. than the actual book. And it just flat out though, even if even if every story was good, you know, I'm not even yeah. saying great, but let's say every story was like a seven or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's still too much money, you know what I'm I mean? This should have been like is, five, six bucks. This tops. is, you know, uh, we're making a game and we make the beta version of it and charge the uh, three times the normal right. price of a video yeah, game yeah. when it, nothing's complete. And it is an experiment, say. We're just trying to get it going. It's like starting a podcast and before you have an episode, you're already asking people to give you money. Yeah. What is hey, that? Who the fuck would do that? What is that all about? Who are these people? The best podcast all week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, we're back. Uh, we're back. Uh, Eric is still passed out, and uh, Toby had to go. It's oh, getting... no, no. So Toby's right here. Hello, love. Hello, love. What's going on? Hello, I. I don't know. I was gonna say like what books he likes. He likes all of them. He's a very yeah. positive fella. I do. I I like talking to people when they just get into like rebirth because not that I'm a veteran who has read comics most of my life, but yeah. I that was how I'm telling. If we had the site originally, like right when the new Fifty Two started, I would have been giving tens left and right. I really would have because I liked. I loved everything that I read, and then I it I was just, all brand new. It was. You know, it was brand it new. Yeah. I said I've said this to Eric. One thing that that kind of. Uh, it caught my ear, if you will, as a kid, that I heard that a lot of times you had to watch out if you were a science fiction fan, because I am. And because most of the time, no matter what you read as your first science fiction book, you are going to love because it's so crazy and out there and the concepts and you don't know the tropes and things like that. So it almost always is going to blow your mind. Yeah, it, you can you almost just, never top that. Yeah, yeah, and you just hope that it's a good book that you read first. Like if you read a, a really kick-ass, but you can read kind of a hokey deal, but because the concepts are so crazy, yeah, then you're chasing the dragon for the rest of your life. But yeah, I think comics are like that as well. The first couple comics you read or whatnot, it's like everything is so cool and different. And, uh, you know, then you start to realize that... And you're that, like, why can't they all be like New 52's voodoo? Yeah, why can't they be... <laughs> why can't they all be like Resurrection Man? Why? why, why where is my GI combat? I, I don't know. You know, not... Why can't every book have a haunted tank? Yeah, that's what uh, I say. Yes, yeah, really. Uh, you probably like that stuff, don't you? That seems like it would be in your – what, you hated it? it I, I don't know. Even then, I, that's one thing about the New 52 that actually intrigued me was the fact that you really did have a book for everyone. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. 
Now, and you did yeah. see that a lot of them failed. So they're not going to do that again, but it was such a neat concept. And mm-hmm. even so, I even did read like a uh, Men of War and uh, GI Combat and, and Voodoo even. I, I did try to read. From yeah. the first year, I read at least like one or two from every single series. Yeah. A lot of them yeah. I did stay on for a long time, but I, I did try Voodoo and uh, the Eye Vampire was actually yep. pretty Eye Vampire. good. I really, that's, uh, that's a weird those, book that... Uh, you never hear anything about that anymore. It's so yeah. weird, too, because at one point that was like all the, oh, man, the books that shouldn't have been canceled. And these things, You see how people just forget. The other one, Demon Knights. I said to yeah. Eric the other day, uh, the middle Demon. of the New 52, people were still crying that the Demon Knights book was canceled. I, I don't. I think it's a forgotten thing now. Nobody knows. It, it does say, are you with me, even with the podcast? It's like Eric says, we're, we're talking to the new people who are awesome, uh, and he's like, where the hell are these people who listen to us during the New 52? Because everybody seems to be new now. Yeah, maybe. I think a lot of the New 52 people, just Bailed. like older fans, yeah. a lot of them bailed for the I New 52. I think they must have, because like I, I said... Mean, you, what you're seeing here is, is, a, is a comic cycle, and you're yeah. now caught up in it, Jim. This might be the rest of I'm, your life. This is, well, the thing about the cycle is it, it is a weird thing now that I am seeing it from the other side now. Like, I yeah. was the new guy coming in and, you know, yeah, trying to read everything and, and learning what was going on, claiming that, you know, a Bizarro Story is my favorite Bizarro Story of all time because it was the only one I ever read, stuff like that, you know? And then and then someday you'll be able to say, I've been reading comics for one tenth most, of my yeah, life. I don't think I'll ever get to most of my <laughs> I life. Don't I don't so. think no, I'm going to live that long. No. But uh, this is male section number three. And uh, it's me and you, Reggie. Me and you yep. against the world. And the first email is awesome. It's Mechmud, who I, I got this email. I'm like, holy crap. Mech- He's commented on the site all the time. I'm like, that's cool. So he says, hello, Jim and Eric. I've been listening to your podcast since episode 14 and the shit show that was Convergence. He loved the, He didn't love Convergence, and nobody did. Uh, basically, or because I literally have to deal with other people's shit for a living, being an on-call plumber, I've never had time to email. But being as this is the last episode and I only have to do this <laughs> once, why not? Because Rebirth has been going on for a while, I figured I'd give my $30 monthly poll. Why 30 Because some of us enjoy works other than DC, says. First oh, off, yeah. Batman and Wonder Plus Woman. Plus, he's a plumber, so he actually makes a yeah, good Yeah, really. Like yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. That <laughs> when my kids say, like, well, what job should I be? Uh, you know, be a plumber, an electrician. Yep. It, it may not sound fancy when you're eight. But Jesus Christ, it's a steady you'll job. Work, you'll I'll, work the rest of your life. And, yeah. and here's the thing I said to my one son, stuff about that. I, I wish that I had a job that really you could legitimately live anywhere on this planet and do that job. You know yep, what I mean? That, that There's always people taking shits. That's a given, right? They, they yep. take shits in Norway, right? I heard they yeah. do. So Never they use bidets. Norway. It's a little strange uh, yeah. there. No, but, I'm, uh, I'm assuming they shit in fucking Italy, right? I, yeah. I don't know. Do they? A little bit, yeah. In yeah, boxes, I, but. I heard in, in England they all sit down and pee. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard Hello, down, down the lane. Hello, loaf. 
First off, he says on his $30 pull list, first off, Batman and Wonder Woman, because even though they've had some rough issues, Monster Men, they are still the best books right now. Aquaman, mostly because he and Nightwing are my two favorite characters, and Tim Seeley's writing makes me want to cry and vomit. <laughs> Teen Titans, because Pumpkinhead, and I love Pumpkinhead, too. That's funny, is Mechmud is throwing out, like, everything that me and Eric, for the longest time, that's all me and Eric called Damien. Pumpkinhead, pumpkin boy, yeah. That's yeah. all we used to call him. And as for Indies, they would be Images, Saga, and Aftershocks, Animosity, leaving me with a whole two dollars. Uh, Saga is a is a uh, a critical darling, and I've yeah. read. I think I read the first six issues. And I really did enjoy it, uh, but I it, just didn't. It, get I mean, if you it. like sci-fi, that's a pretty. Yeah, it's it sort is. of like a, it's it sort of like a uh, Robert Anton Wilson meets like uh, Douglas Adams type. Yeah, yeah. You know, two two kinds of both sexy and very funny uh, sci-fi. It was so funny that. Uh, Eric's like, do you ever hear this thing dirt gently because the TV shows on? I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I read all the books, and I was getting mad at him. I was yelling yeah. at him that he I didn't know. I loved those as a kid. Yeah. Oh, I did, too. And after, Did you read uh, Animosity at all? Have you read have any of the Aftershock stuff? I haven't. And, you know, the, the, the guys in the chat were talking about, I think mm-hmm. it was this specifically, or it was the Insects. Really? Okay, uh, that's yeah, the yeah. Marguerite Benet does that one. Yep. And they, they were they were loving it, all these, all these uh, cool. folks. So I, I, I think I want to give it a look. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti had a book, and I, I, I never ended up getting it. Uh, that and the after, I don't know the aftershock. It seems very intriguing to me. Uh, I want to pick. I just, I, I end up not having enough time. Uh, that's basically these, the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. I, I, it's funny too because we get a lot of companies. We don't get aftershock. Uh, we get image stuff though sent to us. Yeah. And we do get a bunch of things, and I send them. Some of them are just sent to me to to branch it out to everybody who reviews. So there's some things that I see that I think you might be interested in. So I yeah. forwarded the email to you, and I get right away like. When the fuck am I going to have time to review this? I'm like, this is just for you to check out. Uh, like, you know, oh, right. that's uh, it is a fringe benefit of you know doing the podcast on the site that sometimes you do get some stuff given to you that you can check out. But yeah, yeah. every time I send it out, everybody thinks I'm cracking the whip. I like, just oh, want you guys on, to no, look. No, it actually is kind of a thank you for doing stuff. I'm like, hey, check I this out, you. Reggie. You like this, Betty Boop? Well, I, I I gotta say that you you know I got a copy of uh, Lemire and Snyder's AD that was probably two weeks ago now. I haven't had a yeah. chance to. Really no, I haven't either. I, 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 I want to look at it. I've heard I a lot do of too. good things. But yeah, I, I just I look at it and there's a lot of writing. I'm like, what, what is this? I thought it was <laughs> a silent issue. I want yeah. everything to be a silent issue without art. That's my new thing. It's just blank pages. It should be like one of those greeting cards that you like. You open it up and it plays a song. It should do, uh, it's I, just actually, to me. It was know? funny. I thought it was going to be a greeting card that you open up and it has like that tinfoil that uh, that uh, has. It's almost like a uh, fucking mirror, and you yeah, see exactly. yourself. You I, I'm telling you, do you think I could get away with a Kickstarter where I have a comic book that I say this comic book will really show you what truly is you and when you open it up it's just 22 blank pages and, and then I'm like the avant-garde comic book uh, writer think, do you think, think that would brilliant. work? I think that's brilliant and yeah. then they're like what? what is this it's blank I'm like no you fill it with what you want to and there you go I think I, you know you, you missed your calling as a novelty salesman yes novelty sales the black soap and the joy buzzer the bla- oh, I love the black soap I, I don't know I actually think I like 
like the black chewing gum better than the black soap. Unfortunately, one, yeah. unfortunately, nowadays you you don't need to prank somebody by making them uh, inadvertently put black face on. That <laughs> that does not go over well nowadays. But Times the, uh, have changed, yeah. the the gum, the red hot gum's great too. That is a yeah. hilarious one. Uh, one I never liked was the gum pack that you. It's almost like the mouse trap. The mouse trap. It's so lame though. Yeah, it's it never, so bad. It honest, never joy- looks real. Joy buzzers too. It's like yeah. man, they're always so great in the cartoons, but they don't really work the way you want them yeah. to. You want the, them to like really shock someone. They don't really know. The one thing it's, that I I thought was funny is the most of the time the the fake gum it was like Wrigley spearmint gum. It always looked like, and I fucking hate Wrigley spearmint gum. I don't think I'd be able to even give that fucking gum away. I can't stand it. I'm a juicy fruit man through and through. And then, but that is not even that. It's like Wigglies. Yeah, well, I'm saying it's, so yeah, it's a knockoff, it's a and it's so gum. bad. And it's obvious that this pack of gum is made of metal. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, who nowadays will bend over and smell a guy's flower that he has on his lapel? <laughs> when has this happened in the past 50 years that they're like, oh, smell my flower? They'd be like, get the fuck away from me. You, you got to think of it this way, Jim. In order to execute a, a joke like that, you would have to wear a suit every day <laughs> yes. for like at least six months and yes. wear an actual you really flower. Would. You would you have know, to set it up. Play it like, off. Yeah, you'd, you'd be the you, guy that wears yeah. a flower. I'm telling you, day. you would have to do it so much and you'd have to really plan it that the day that the person's finally going to go, Okay, what the fuck? I'll smell it, and then you fucking you have that yeah, hose certain. down there in the little fucking. Thing. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! Oh, that is great. The comedy like that is gone nowadays. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for the great podcast. While well, I'm out fixing leaks at two a.m., have a great week, and see you in seven. And by the way, Jim, Gremlins is the best movie ever, and that is uh, Mechman is Monty. His name so is that's awesome. Thank thanks, Monty. And uh, Gremlins is okay. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. People Remember that still day? think you haven't seen it. That's the yeah, goal. I know. That was the yeah. best when I was screaming. All I do, half the time, it's just to rile Eric up. And either that or just to fucking get him to shut the fuck up sometimes. I, I'm telling you, earlier in this podcast, it just shows you. He was drunk as hell. But me and you were talking, Reggie, off air between these segments. Is the hang-up he had about where Gotham was <laughs> in, in you know relation to... Coney Island. And this is not just this night. Tonight, me and him argued about this for three days at work because I said I liked it. He went and read it because at one point, uh, the day Thursday, I guess, we had that impromptu live podcast. We were actually yeah. getting together to talk Batman and Superman, which now it might have been the greatest thing that we ever would have done because Eric might have lasted the whole podcast tonight. Possibly, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we didn't do that, so he had already read it. So Thursday and Friday, so it was two days, me and him argued about where, and he was drawing me maps. At one point, he had a piece of paper, and he was drawing this thing, and I fucking said, do you, do you realize this is made up? It's, you don't you don't need that there is no map this map that you draw is not accurate because there's no map that's accurate and i ripped it up and threw it at him and then i walked away and then i fucking came back and he was drawing another fucking map and i that's got so hysterical. mad i ripped it up again and i th- and i said you're fucking ridiculous there's no you don't and i'm telling you he told me 
it set his score back a, a grade. Yeah, so I think he, whatever he said, it was like 6.5. He's like, I'd give it a 7.5, but it's now a 6.5. So then I ripped that up again. And then the motherfucker, we have these big gay lords, these big fucking cardboard gay lords. He fucking drew the map on that. I can't rip that up. I was so <laughs> mad. So I went and got this big, one of those really thick, sharpie fucking things, and I fucking crossed it out. We were yelling at each other. This is why people oh, walk by God. at work and they're just like, who the, what the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah, these guys uh, are yes. nuts. Yes, the next email is Maddie D. Maddie D says, hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for another great podcast. I'm currently on cloud nine as I was able to get at least one email into each mail section for episode 99, which you did. Don't think I'll be able to get that for this episode, but hey, how much praise do you guys really need to hear in a day, week, or even a year? Lots. Anyway, I just wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Boosh. Uh, The books for this week, well, it's fifth week, so they are pretty light. Annuals galore and my pull list, but of course nothing I'm reading digitally, so I have to wait for my big-ass box to come in via USPS. Shameless plug for my comic shop, DCBS. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to sound like an advertisement. Finally, that's Reggie, also a plug for the, the USPS. Yes, too, it is. Way, and, you know, you don't need to. They don't need it. I remember <laughs> uh, that's another thing where growing up, uh, Hollywood Shuffles, one of my favorite movies uh, from mm-hmm. the 80s. And remember the, the tagline in that? There's always work at the post office. Yeah, that's a that's bunch right. of it's a bunch of bullshit. Maybe back then. It's yeah, tough to become a, yeah, yeah. I actually took that to heart. And at one point did apply for a job there, uh, pretty much right out of college. And even then, it was already trouble. Here's yeah. the next thing of this. Reggie's not black? Holy crap <laughs> on a cracker. I'm telling you, you say the cracker is a weird choice of words right there. Yeah, really. All these episodes cracker. I've been listening to, I never had a clue. He wasn't black, Blasian, Blacksican, or Black Irish. <laughs> wow. You Blasian? You Blasian? I don't think I'm Blasian, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard one guy, one awful piece of crap guy that I knew in college, uh, he liked the combo. He liked Blasian ladies, but he mm. called them yellow jackets, Reggie. Ooh, and I, yeah, I didn't, that's uh, and ouch. It, and the weird thing about it is it actually took me months before I knew what the fuck he was talking about. I actually <laughs> thought that he liked somebody like that was like a, a fashion thing. And I'm you like, liked oh. the, a girl in a yellow jacket. That's yeah, what you thought I, he I didn't know what he meant. I thought that it, I knew it was racist, but I thought it was more of like, I don't know. What would I call like you would call somebody who uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, it got. If I liked a oh, I like those kimonos. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think yeah. of something that you would associate with that. And I thought that he just knew more than me. And then I realized no, he was a piece of shit. It's a guy mm. who would would uh, had uh, his biggest prized possession was a Confederate flag that he flew on oh, his porch. Great. Yeah. Even then, I was like, huh, he likes Dukes of Hazzard, I guess. And I went from there. <laughs> I mean, I listened to the Just for the Hell of It rap episode where he mentioned being a white guy listening to rap, not to mention the times that a particular book wasn't in his assumed white male demographic. I had no idea. Okay, so this is all clearly sarcasm. Yes, Reggie has a deep voice that is traditionally associated with black men. For example, Morgan Freeman. You think Morgan Freeman has a deep voice? Not really, to be honest no, with I don't you. Either. I think he's got a very resonant voice. He does, yes. James yeah, Earl Jones. Like James Earl Jones. That's a deep oh, yeah. voice. Yeah. How about Denzel Washington? Uh, no. I don't know. Really. I don't consider that a deep voice. Uh, Michael Dark. Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, he was. You know, that, that's the one Toby said I was. Michael yes. Clark yeah. Duncan, that so. is a deep voice. And uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Oh, crap. I was going to make a joke, and I can't even remember his name. Fucking Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> oh, uh, Frankie Munoz. I was going to add in there. You were going to be like, what the fuck? And that fell flat. That's like me with a little fucking, <laughs> a fucking uh, goddamn flower on my lapel. Now I'm getting drunk. I'm like Eric. It is... It, it's not even usually it's it's not as late as what we usually are running uh, for the podcast. For some reason, I am fucking exhausted. It's because you've been drinking all day. That's that why. is true. Like, well, I stopped and I'm I'm now sobered up, so yeah. I'm starting to get a headache. But but if people would listen to the content of what he says and the views uh, points of his past, you can tell he isn't a black man. Your points of view. Ooh, wow. Here. I think he means my racism. That's what I think he meant. Probably, I just yeah. thought it humorous that so many people thought differently made me chuckle. Well, that is all I got. Keep it weird and see you in seven and save me a seat at the Pow Wow Chow. Happy fucking 100. I, I, I want to go to the Pow Wow Chow. I'd like that. I yeah. like that. But yeah, the next one is Jeff Wildman. Jeff Wildman says, hey, guys, this is Jeff from the Get Fresh Crew. Do, do. Just wanted to get in a quick email. Happy 100, guys. I've only been a part of the family for a few weeks, but I honestly feel like I've known the guys in the Get Fresh crew whoop, whoop, for years. This is hands down the best shithead-free group of people I've ever been associated with online. Thank you for all your half-a-day-a-week sacrifice that brings us all your beautiful nonsense. Your no bullshit. Tell it as an approach to podcast reviews are second to none. Yes, thank you for the Get Fresh crew. For all the fucked up conversations about comics, sticky tar shits, Toby's boob pictures, and retards. And when I'm not participating, all the vibrating my phone does in my pants 300 times an hour. Whoop, whoop. You guys are the best. Finally, a quick couple of comic book points since sometimes this podcast does talk about comics. Not much tonight. A lot of no. nonsense. I, for some fucking idiotic reason, got all four Blue Beetle issues. I got them all for $4 total. A bargain? You decide. I made it halfway through the rebirth issue until I realized that I'd been reading panel after panel about saying God bless you after sneezing and said, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck this. That was the worst. So that book is behind me now. Also, thank you for assuring me that Deathstroke is indeed confusing as shit and I don't have to feel like a dumbass after reading it. No, we're all dumbasses. It really is. I, that, I hate books that really, I don't know, force me to think. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's not even that. It's not the think. The thinking's okay, but at a point where you're completely lost, it's just not fun. And yeah. it's just the, the there is kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't want to be in this tunnel. Still I've only read two. Yeah. I've only read two of those rebirth issues, but they suffered really badly from yeah, just I shitty just, storytelling. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. like the back and forth in time. Uh, that is a cheap gimmick to me. Yeah. It really does. It makes you seem intriguing or, you know, it's mysterious. It's eh, just bad. Still hanging on, though. I was about to drop, and suddenly Batman and Damien show up, which was good. Then uh, when I thought I would again, Superman shows up. This book, I'll tell you, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Anywho, you guys have a great 100. I'll try to call in or write from time to time. Otherwise, see you in the chat, which is, of course, called the Gret Fresh Crew. Whoop, whoop. Jeff Wildman. The next one's Taylor. Thanks, Taylor Jeff. says, hey, guys, congratulations on 100. I don't know That's if this Taylor. will make it in time. I haven't been able to read much this week, so I don't have too much to say. I thought I'd just throw out the top three surprise series and Rebirth, the books that we thought would be awful or had no interest in but have been better than expected. I see what's coming up, and I think he he's using the uh, the proper we 
Uh-huh, I see. We are yeah. not pleased we, with these because, comics. Uh, yeah, it's, or maybe he means him and Whitney, his girlfriend, because some of these are not on my list. Honorable mention for me, Green Arrow. I thought it would be much better than... Uh, I, I thought it would be much better than three on my list, but I wasn't expecting it to be this good. Uh, I, I would have... If you were to ask me about three months ago or two months ago, I would have agreed, but yeah, recently... Yeah, the first I, was great. Yeah, I really did like that, and it really was that's what's concerning me about Teen Titans because uh, Ben Percy. But again, it's a monthly book, so that first arc might, you know, it'll last six months probably. Yeah, so that, that's before, okay we, before it starts to suck. Before it starts to suck. Uh, hopefully he <laughs> has a more grip on those. Uh, I, it, it does seem like he, Green Arrow, he now is back to having a message that he wants to have. Uh, maybe yeah. Teen Titans is his fun book. We'll see. Uh, yeah. His books, though, Taylor says, the three that surprised them. Number three, Supergirl. It's okay. It's I, I have my doubts about how good it's going to be continuing in Steve Orlando. Uh, the dialogue isn't awful like it usually is in that book. I just don't think the story's that great. Uh, number two, Cyborg. I actually, uh, it's funny. I like Cyborg more than Eric. Eric is kind of growing tired of it. I think at a point that'll probably be switched over to me. Me and him will probably trade books because I actually am enjoying it. And number one is probably my biggest surprise besides maybe Red Hood being that good is New Superman, which I really like. I, he doesn't I think like that, it. No, yeah. he's saying that's a surprise, that he's surprised. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah now, that's like what I'm saying, this I whole really thing. He, he actually likes Supergirl Cyborg. And New Superman, and again, oh. Supergirl is a little off to me, but New Superman, I think that is a really good book that will be canceled soon. And yeah. really, Eric thinks Blue Beetle's the first one. I think that New Superman would probably go before, only because Keith Giffen's a big guy. Uh, they're going to want to keep him and you know keep him happy, and he always seems to have a book. So I, he's, I don't he's, know. he's friendly. He's you know he's got people over there. I think is yeah. what it is. He's yeah. been around a long time. Here's what Whitney says. For Whitney, she says, the ones that have surprised her. <sighs> Honorable mention, Raven. Hmm. Uh, she thought it was going to be awful or had no interest, and it's better than expected. Now, here's the thing. She may have thought it was going to be really, really bad, thing, yeah. <laughs> and now that it's only really bad, she's surprised. I yeah. hate that book. I hate it. I, if you thought um, it was going to be issue five of the Poison Ivy mini bad, yeah, yeah, it is yeah, better really. than that. It is, uh, actually, it is probably better than that. Though I think that the Poison Ivy mini was an easier read and made more sense, but it didn't make sense because it was awful. And By it made end, Poison it Ivy into an awful plot, character. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that Poison Ivy League was so into that, and I really thought, is it weird that the Poison Ivy League loved that Poison Ivy book? And it's not just, it just didn't seem just because it was a book out there and that's what they wanted. They seemed to want, like, if they would have had Poison Ivy murder seven men in that book, or women. Uh, yeah, she loved that. She, she would switch that, that around idea. to making it be that that's assertiveness. Like, oh, there's yeah. there's Poison Ivy stepping up her game. She's a fucking straight-up murder. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so weird. Uh, yes, her, though, uh, Whitney, besides Raven being her honorable mention, the three that she was not interested in or thought would be bad and have surprised her. Number three, Flash. 
I am not that into it right now. Uh, actually, I say that I'm actually more into it right now than I was for the middle section of it. I like somewhat like the first arc. Uh, I thought that the Godspeed stuff just was dragging on, and now that we get Wally West, I am liking it a little more. The new 52 Wally West. Uh, number two, Green Lanterns, which is one of those where, uh, I don't know, we, we'll talk about it. Uh, by now, you'll know. We were going to talk about our $25 pull list, our revised pull list. Uh, Green yeah. Lanterns made it my list. Uh, my list is the perfect list. I told you. I, and since of I don't course. think, I don't think we're going to talk about it, I'll just say it without any explanation. My list has turned into Batman, Superman, uh, Green Lanterns, what else? Not? Red Hood and the Outlaws and Teen Titans. Those are my. That's my twenty-five dollars. Oh, mine's very point. similar, but not no. the same. And I, I end up having a dollar left, I think. And I remember, I think you had a dollar left at the end of yours the last time, and you said you were going to just get a uh, once a month, just grab a digital comic or something. So I'm yeah, that. I was going to rip uh, it off. But yep. Yeah. Well, do you remember yours? Just off, off. Yeah, the top I'm looking at right now. Uh, what it is? Was, uh, Batman, Superman, Teen Titans, Red Hood and the Outlaws, New Superman, and Doom Patrol. I knew that. I said when I sent you the it note, I be, said yeah. Young Animal is is part of it. I figured you would do that. Now, Eric, here's where Eric is was crazy. Is most of the time in this, I I did. I don't know how you were too because I kind of had this. The first time we did that, I had to actually struggle because I had to keep books off. This time I was kind of trying to figure out which ones to put on. It was more of a struggle to get it up to 25 more than it was before. And Eric, to actually, some extent, but uh, no, but yeah. I definitely had to make some a cut. Well, and again, you choices. had Doom Patrol though, so you have another part, you know, another imprint that you could even grab from. Yeah. Uh, Eric actually ended up five dollars less, and and you like you said earlier, like he does, like he may want to please a, a a creator. So he'll, but he'll still give a bad review. He has a twenty-five dollar pull list. And I said, Eric, you can just add any book. No, yeah. I don't like him. So wow. he's five dollars less. And then he's I a tried to gentleman. He is. And then Eric, I tried to yeah. convince him that he should add uh, He-Man and Thundercats, and he's still struggling with the idea that that's not. DC fully, so he wouldn't put it on, but he said he might, but we'll see. What, what he the said. hell? Yeah, oh, he's so crazy. Weird. He's crazy. Uh, and Whitney <laughs> says her number one book that she uh, was surprised by, that it's better than she thought it would be, was Green Arrow. And uh, he says, what about you guys? Uh, I'll say New Superman's one of those that I thought, Big and I'll, I'll put Green Lanterns on there because I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I'm trying I'd to agree. think. I'd even say Red Hood and the Outlaws. I'm saying Red Hood. Which is, which is not Hood. a book I hated in no. New 52, well, but yeah, I really like really this good. new thing. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm shocked that it's as good as it is. And I remember be- I'm reviewing it. And when I got the first copy, we got the review copy. So it was before any hype or whatever. And I read it. I was like, I didn't say anything to anybody. or whatever, And I was like, this is really good. I think people are really going to like it. And I thought it was going to be one of those things where people weren't going to give it a chance because yeah. it was still Scott Liddell doing it. And on our side, at least, Scott Liddell was getting a lot of shit. Like we were getting – actually, he wasn't. We were getting shit for liking him. Yeah. And I really was wary that, oh, my God, people aren't going to give this a, a chance. And it became pretty much everybody's surprise, it seemed, except Whitney's. Whitney's not surprised because I bet you Whitney's sitting there saying, I knew it was going to be good, you suckers. But, yeah, he he said, girl, again, congratulations. You guys are the absolute best in the industry. Thank you for all you do. 
and the next one is from Trevitt, I think, but it says Trevitt and then no email. So I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But uh, we have Uh-oh. Brian. Brian says, holy shit, I came, I saw, I laughed a lot. I love you guys. This is the best episode of all time, and I'm drunk. Here's to many more. Sorry, <laughs> I have to throw an explanation point in there. Peace, Brian from Baltimore. That's a little, uh, it's almost like an inception because this uh, email is based on him listening to the podcast before. He sent yeah. it out while we were Whoa. doing it. Yes, the next is Jazz. Jazz says, hey, Jim, Eric Reggie. This is Jess from Australia writing in a second to congratulate you on 100 episodes. Amazing off the goddamn rails goodness. I'm writing this email while trying to avoid the dickhead supervisor at my own carbo box factory, so I'll make it as quick as I can. That's when you go to the bathroom. Usually I'd like to make sure I've read my current week's comics before I listen to the show, but this week the LCS, that's Classic Comics in Melbourne, LOL, said the books got lost in the mail, so I couldn't read the Bat Soups annuals, and I was going to buy them from Comixology, but then I saw you guys didn't rate them very high on the site so i turned around and said fuck that noise save myself a bit of cash so thanks for you guys reviews have really helped me cut the fat from my pull list and i'm actually enjoying the books i do get more now than before you guys are the best and here's hoping for a hundred more episodes of weird science bullshitting and shenanigans p.s the live shows you guys have been doing have been baller so please keep them up. And that's from Jazz. Thanks, and Jazz. That is the mail section number three. And I believe now we will be going off to uh, you and Chris. Uh, I, I don't even have the whole thing. I'm going to write it down. That's what we're going to do. This thing has been so <laughs> off the rails. I tried so hard to organize all this stuff and what I wanted to do. And without doing it before this whole live thing, eh, a couple things popped up that I, I was not really thinking ahead of. I actually I impressed Eric when I said I had all the music planned for the seg, you know, between the segment stuff and all for people to listen to when we went to the bed bathroom and things so at least yeah. i impressed him there but there's some other things so what are you guys going to be talking about you and chris well you know i kind of want to keep it a bit of a surprise but i will say that despite not having a young animal book out this week we did do a young animal segment Ooh. so okay. i'll leave it there it's almost as if you hadn't recorded it yet but i know you sent it to me already so yeah oh, I, mean, I sent it yeah, to you yeah you i saw it. so now i i'm asking you so i can put in my outline to put the thing now i just put young animal reggie and chris did something there you go <laughs> surprise surprise but yeah we'll take a break for a second and we'll come back with reggie and chris and then we'll be back uh for the end of the podcast i believe It's uh, Chris and Reggie with the Young Animal segment for the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. You know, you hear us every time there's a Young Animal book, and we have two this week for you that came out mm-hmm. on November 20th, 2024. They're both uh, issue 100s. Pretty interesting the big stuff. centennials, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, a lot of people didn't think the Young Animal imprint would uh, survive this long, but it's survived, it's thrived, and a couple of the titles that uh, began with the imprint are still going on. They're at issue 100 today, but one of them is going to continue going on. The other one is going to conclude. Yes. Uh, 
The first one we're going to talk about is uh, Doom Patrol 100, written by the Gerard Way Collective, art by Adobe Art Solutions Incorporated. Cover price is $9.99, which uh, I know you're pretty glad to hear about. Yeah, you know, they, they you know they did that whole uh, drawing the line at nine ninety nine thing a few months ago. Yeah, which was fantastic. Could you imagine still paying thirteen dollars a book? Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it was really getting to be too much for the wallet. You know, and, yeah, uh, it it was starting to really, it was beginning to strain things, especially with the comics that we get. So it was nice to get a little sure. break, especially on a comic like this that uh, I've really been enjoying here for eight years. So. Yeah. So uh, it's it's nice that they were able to drop that price. Too bad you still got to pay 13 bucks for a lot of the other mainstream titles, but that's uh yeah. That's yeah, life. That's, that's just give and take, I guess. So uh you know, I I got to say, you, know, you got to hand it to this title going for 100 issues. Uh it's still going even 3 years ago when Marvel uh you know, Marvel did acquire DC uh back yeah. in uh, 2020, and uh, three years ago they licensed Superman and Batman to Dark Horse, and I pretty much thought they were gonna fold up shop on Young Animal, but they haven't. They've uh, stood behind it and, and kept it going. Uh, although I think that the you know Doom Patrol film trilogy probably had a lot to do with that. That definitely got a lot of interest into the property. Yeah. And, and I know I kind of ranted when they when they licensed those characters out to Dark Horse. It just seemed like a like a you know a kick to the crotch. To, yeah. Uh, to DC uh, fans and faithful. Yeah, but, uh, well, you know, it, 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 it took them out of the Marvel Universe, but it, it's, you know, it's worked out okay, more or less, here and there. Uh, Dark Horse yeah. is handling them pretty well, although I don't know why they went with the Red Rain Batman uh, as the regular canon Batman, uh, the vampire, yeah. but, you know, that's that's for another, you know, podcast segment entirely. And, and replacing Robin with Usagi Yojimbo? Yeah, um, it, that seemed like a, a, a real... You know, nasty cash grab. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit, a little forced. But uh, like I say, that's uh, other podcasts are talking about those comics in the world. So uh, we'll they can we'll, have it. we'll stick with our young animal segment. So the issue continues right from the last one. Uh, Cliff and Squirrel Girl, aka Doreen Green, they're still trapped in the Flan dimension. Uh, are we saying uh, Flan or Flan? You know, in in New York, we would say Flan. That's hmm. definitely my instinct, but I do believe yeah. <laughs> the correct way to say it is is Flan. Uh, fight the instinct. I've I've only ever had it a couple of times. I don't really like it. Uh, I always, no, I find pleasant. it a little bit gross. But some people seem to love it, and uh, it's definitely part of Gerard Way's food obsession with this whole series. You know, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Sure. Uh, so they're still they're still trapped, suspended in this uh, pudding gelatin. I don't even know really what it is to be honest with you. Um, and Dr. Rita Calder, she's watching from behind the scenes the whole time. And I really like the fact this whole, like, recently in the series, they've had her appearing on the Hollow video a lot. It really brings me back to, like, the Silver Age Arnold Drake type yeah. of thing. You know, people... And, what? Oh, and uh, there's that, it's really, really subtle, but it looks like she's got a few whiskers on her chin. Yeah, there's... I, since they since they combined... Uh, yeah, you know this. This has got to be going back now, 20, 25 issues now. But since Rita and Niles Calder combined, uh, you know we're not really sure what the gender is. I'm calling her <laughs> she, but sure. uh, I, you know, you know, we haven't seen anybody. Uh, we haven't seen their private parts yet. Although in a comic yeah. like this, you never know. You just might. Uh, I really liked also, you know, Cliff and Doreen. They keep falling to the caramel part of the flan. They keep getting <laughs> yeah. stuck and trapped in there. So I was having fun with that. Uh, back at Doom Patrol headquarters in New Canada, Joshua Clay, uh, Casey Brink, and Clock King are still trying to figure out how to get Cliff and Doreen back from the Flan Dimension. Uh, Casey Brink just sort of standing there, just suggests blithely they use Danny the Fork. 
which is ridiculous because flan, flan. See, I did it right there. There you go. Flan, you eat, you eat with a spoon. You don't eat with a Or a straw. That's, that's not correct. You could. That's true. Depending on the <laughs> consistency, that's the that, that plays into the issue later. Um, now we cut over, and this is something I, I was hoping to see more of. The uh, recently married Larry and Val Trainer. They're mm-hmm. both wrapped in their protective gauze together. It's kind of making a, a nice family setting in there. Settling into this small trailer they want on that show, uh, Microscopic Dwelling, mic- Macroscopic Living, yeah. uh, you know, which is very trendy now. People, you know, staying, trying to stay within 100, 200 square feet, uh, I think, mm-hmm. is a, is the movement. Uh, I really liked too, the way the place was set up. It was very 50s with, like, you know, a lot of mid-20th century furniture and, and, and potted uh, flowers and stuff. It was it was all very cute, as much as you can fit into about 200 square feet. <laughs> yes. So uh, Valentina, she's playing the perfect housewife. She's cooking up imitation cow loaf and vegetable paste. Paste while Larry reads the newspaper. Uh, Larry mentions, and this is funny too because this is actually, you know, the series is over, but this was current yeah. events when it was written. Is that the Cubs were in the playoffs again, eighth year yeah. in a row, uh, which is you know it's crazy to think that years ago the Cubs were cursed for so many years and now they've won. Uh, now eight eight World Series in a row in as a of row. as yep. of twenty as of this year. So uh, and two Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't even know how that happened because they the hell did that happen? They hadn't. They weren't even playing until the baseball season ended. But somehow yeah. they they uh, swept the back half of the, those football seasons and they became Super Bowl champions. So Crazy. hats off to the Cubs. It's uh, sure, yeah, definitely a very accomplished team right there. Uh, so they're having a little bit of domestic bliss there. But then uh, when dinner starts. And I really like the way this was set up, the way the layout was. They have these panels of Larry and Val, like, having a tense, wordless dinner. You can tell the marriage yeah. is not happy, you know. And it's funny because, like I say, they're not saying anything. But it's all yeah. in the pacing and the look, the way they look at each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Really well done by the Adobe Art Collective. These, this this uh, team or, you know, team plus robots. They're really talented. Robot, yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I, I really, I, I would like to see them do more work out there, but they seem to really put everything into this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val goes to the fridge and takes some flan out for dessert, and then it, there's a close-up. We can see a microscopic cliff and squirrel girl trapped in a close-up of the flan. So th- is yeah. this, they have the flan dimension right there. Uh, and then after after regarding their dessert, they don't eat them, but for a couple of panels at the same time in a kind of a long panel, they both say at the same time in like the same word balloon, I want a divorce simultaneously. Yep. Uh, and it's just the way this the way this scene was done. It probably took too many pages. You know, I'm looking at it now. It's like three pages fully of just them. But it, it, they kind of had to give it that much air. Right. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know it, it, it's weird because they spaced it out, but it's still so claustrophobic. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you can see they're in this tiny place, and yeah, it's uh, this, the isolation of you know each character as they're sitting, you know, a foot away from each other, just staring at each other. Yeah, it's, it really is palpable, and uh, I really, I really enjoyed that. I love to see good uh, comics work, even in the holographic form. Uh, you know, it, it, Chris and I both prefer the classic digital comics. We think that uh, comics were meant to be two-dimensional, but we're here now, and I like to see yeah. that people can use the medium still for... Uh, I good... tell you, I, I still miss that old iPad smell. Yeah, I definitely. You know, uh, I, I still think that's the way comics, that, like I say, they were meant to be seen, yeah. but, you know, time time we're marches purists. on, folks. Yeah, they, you know, and... and Obviously, things can be done in the holographic medium that are interesting, and, and this is one of those comics that shows it. Sure. 
So we go back, we cut back to Doom Patrol headquarters. Joshua, Casey, and Clock King are all holding Danny the fork at the same time. Each of their hands, like all three of their hands are on the same fork. Like, I don't know why they had to be uh, all together. And they're delicately lowering it, to, lowering it towards this vortex that leads to the Flan dimension. And like there's several panels of the fork kind of descending towards it. Yep. Uh, just before they, it touches the membrane of this vortex, though, Dr. Rita Calder pops up again over the holophone. And she says, stop right there, Doom Patrol. Actually, she would have said, stop right. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> What are, what, we're not sure. We're yeah. not sure over the voice. We'll just do it normal. You know, stop yeah. right there, Doom Patrol. And Casey says, it's Rita Calder on the holophone, Clockkin says. He yeah. Goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, well, this is the most inopportune time. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Rita says, if you breach the Flan dimension, Robot Man and Squirrel Girl will die. Casey says, ah, what do you know, you old cybernetic goat? Josh goes. I'm not even supposed to be here today. That was my that was my favorite line. Yeah, I know. I think it's so funny. He's just been hanging around for so long. Ever since, like, ever since issue 45, he just came by to give uh, Cliff a uh, get a, get a, a movie back from Cliff. And yeah. ever since then, he's just been sort of trapped at the base, he's been dealing with up. dealing with every crisis that comes up. So he's like, oh, I gotta get home for dinner. Um, Very they, classic uh, Josh, though. It is. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's, he's just sort of uh, getting caught up in the in the mix where he doesn't want to be. <laughs> um, so, but they proceed to poke the membrane. There's a big gooey explosion. Takes up the whole last page. It's sort of almost, you know, three dimensional. Last panel on the, you know, hologram page, if I can uh, yeah. describe it well. Sound effect here was splorch. I really liked it. It was Love uh, it. very gooey. And then on the very last page of this book, uh, the anti monitor sits in front of a cosmic backdrop as for a page of beige goop, and he says. My flan has it's gone all runny, and that's mm -hmm. where we leave it off. The mystery of where are Cliff and Squirrel Girl? Are they dead? Are they in Anti-Monitor's flan? Uh, it's uh, really, definitely, you know, a mystery, but I got to say, Chris, I'm getting a little tired of this storyline. Uh, it's been going on. It's going on a little too long. Cliff and Squirrel Girl, I mean, they've been trapped in this dessert. This is the fifth issue now, and it's a sense, yeah. I mean... It was cured at first, but it's essentially taken them off the, you know, playing board. They haven't really done yeah. anything but be in that flan for so long now. And it's like, well, let's get them going. You know, we know Cliff is really the, you know, tie the that binds. Here, yeah, yeah, we, we got to get him out. And, uh, but, you know, I do like, you know, of course, seeing Clock King and, and uh, Joshua and them working together. Um, so hopefully I'm hoping that the fact that the flan exploded, this means that the next issue 101 they'll be free but we'll you know we'll yeah. find out what happens uh i'm also wondering about Do doreen's squirrel friend tippy toe we haven't seen uh him or her i'm not sure he does wear a pink bow but that's yeah. never clear to me but it's been a few issues i think i think uh that the squirrel may come into play here um it's like he's almost been, or he or she has been, been like purposely kept out. Yeah, I know. So hopefully I, something's going down. I think they kind of played it out like they wanted the reader to forget about the, yeah. uh, the squirrel for a little while. And who, I mean, who knows? This, the way this comic goes, the squirrel could end up having, you know, Superman powers by the end of it. Well, so it, after they had those like six months of the squirrel variant covers, like on every book. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit much. They Well, they, they definitely went all in, you know, they definitely saw yeah. it. Hey, I mean, you know, Squirrel Girl is one of the most popular shows on the uh on the cw and this you know the uh squirrel girl movie did really well so this is uh th this is obviously they they know where to put their attention uh you know yeah, definitely... my twin daughter's lover oh yeah <laughs> they, they yeah. can't get enough they, they want yeah. they want tales of their own 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you should see under the Christmas tree. It's, it's all squirrel. It's also. all squirrel stuff. Well, there's plenty of it to get out there, so you won't be uh, bereft of merchandise. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really interested, though, still. I got to say. I, I never thought that this would lead to domesticating squirrels. You didn't think that, huh? That, no, I, I never saw that coming. When that first came through on the on the the comic book newsarama thing, I thought that it was an April Fool's gag because it no. came out close to April Fool's. But. No, I, there's there's a lady in my building. She walks her squirrel every day and on a little leash. It's 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 kind of adorable. I got to admit. Yeah. Uh, well, you we've know. got a breeder down the block. It's crazy. It's amazing. You know, they turn out yeah. to be very good pets uh, mm. because they don't meow. Or bark, so that's uh, that's true. That's people, true. People like they just make little chitter sounds, so it's a, a lot more yeah. adorable. And and I cashed in on on nuts about two years ago. Oh, so, there. I mean, that, that that my gravy boat's been coming in. Ever that was since. very. That was a good idea. You saw something yeah. on the horizon. You knew that you knew the nut market was about to explode. Yeah, I was a speculator in the yeah. nut market. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad people were able to make good on that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, get back to uh, this this issue. Um, I, I gotta say I'm more compelled by what's going on with the trainers than with what's going on with the flan dimension. It's uh, very, very intriguing. Yeah. It is. Uh, you know, the two of them, get, you know, Val, Val Vostok coming back to begin with was sort of strange. That was like, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 issues ago. Uh, them getting together kind of made sense to some extent. Um, you know, Larry's been a weird kind of a variable this for a hundred yeah. issues now. Um... So, you know, it, the fact that they're married and it, the whole thing is just very strange. Where is it going? What does it mean? And always have like a dark undertone to it. There definitely is. There definitely, yeah. is, there definitely is a dark undertone. There's definitely like a commentary maybe on uh, marriage and, and suburban life here. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's it's really up in the air. Uh, but it, it, to me, it's more compelling than this would be the B plot, I think, of the book. <laughs> and I, I'm enjoying it a little more than the A plot, at least where it is right now. Um, also, to find out last issue that Val was pregnant was a bombshell. I'm surprised they didn't address that at all here. Yeah. Although the divorce was probably, you know, was probably leading to that. Uh, they've only been married so sh- such a short time, though. So uh, I don't yeah. know what that's going to entail. Whether they're going to have a little mummy baby or whether they're going to, who knows what's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, that that's that's to me is the hook of the book right now. It's uh, you yeah. know the other stuff is sort of there and doing what it's got to do. I, I think it's pretty clear that Clock King and Casey Brink are going to get together, but we don't. I don't know when uh, exactly. You know, and you know, I really thought about it. This is just more of this food-based stories and Doom Patrols. <laughs> it all started with the gyro sandwich slave dimension. Then they went to the hot and sour soup planet. Then they were in Club Knockwurst. I mean, I think Gerard Way might have an eating disorder or some kind of food food mania. Um, yes. In the end, I gave this book a 14 out of 20. Uh, I think it was a solid issue, but the story is getting a little tiresome. The art by, you know, Adobe Art uh, Collective or Incorporated was great. So no complaints there, but uh, I would like to see this title move forward a little bit from here. Uh, what, what did you think, Chris? I thought it was great. I think I would definitely give it uh, maybe a 15 out of 20. Yeah, a little nudge up, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, obviously, if you re- if you've been reading this long, I can't imagine that this t- issue would make you turn <laughs> back. No. Uh, and I definitely don't see any end in sight for this title. It, uh, you know, I'm looking at the numbers uh, for shipping numbers for September. This shipped the second highest number of comics that month with a tremendous eight thousand copies. Chris, wow. I mean, you know, that's that brings me back to like old, you know, old school yeah. almost. 
Uh, and the only one higher than that was Spider-Man and the Newsboy Legion, which, you know, that makes sense. That's, that's well, that was pumped up by variants anyway. It, but that did have a lot of variants. That had like yeah. five or six holographic <laughs> variants. Uh, Ridiculous. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the, old, the game is still afoot, folks. But, uh, you know, this book, this book does deserve... Uh, it's accolades. It is a good time, and I uh, hope to see it continue. But not every young animal book will be continuing past oh. this point, will it, Chris? Now we have a uh, Shade the Changing Woman number one hundred, which is the final issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, same creative team. It's still written by Bill Jemis and Joe Casada, mm-hmm. uh, with art by. And I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to say it's Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane, even though they credit Todd first in the book because he's a bigger name. I just can't do it because he only gives two pages. Yeah. Um, for some reason, they gave special thanks to Chevy Chase here. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Um, on sale date, November 20th, 2024. Cover price, $9.99. They drew that line. Nice. Uh, like we said with Doom Patrol, we never thought Shade was going to make the triple digits. But, uh, you know, just like Doom Patrol had the movie trilogy, uh, Shade has that CW TV adaptation from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, I, I, you know, we have that... Uh, that that video chat that all the guys get into now and uh i get a lot of guff for not watching this show yeah but uh you know shade's not supposed to have red hair you just can't do it yeah, Why? yeah. i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> you can't pull the trigger on that even though cw actually has a uh only superhero television format you still you're not yes. watching any of it you can't it's a, nope. that's fine that's your preference no, I put the uh, I put the uh, adult blocking on that channel so I don't <laughs> accidentally watch any of friggin' red hair. Um, now, in the past several years inhabiting Megan's body, we have Loma. She's learned a whole lot about life on Earth. She's graduated high school, and she's just about to graduate college. Uh, we pick up right from that cliffhanger ending of issue 99, where it was revealed that Megan is three years pregnant. Mm. Uh, I'm guessing that probably occurred around issue 48. If you remember, that's the one that we called the vomit issue. Oh, yes, I remember. That was uh, funny and gross. (laughs) Yeah, those psychedelic chunks. Yes, and uh, they were all kind of shaped like Sergeant Rock's head. Yeah. It was very weird. (laughs) I thought maybe he'd be uh, revealed as the father here. If if I'm even reading into this right, I'm not sure. To be honest, I wasn't sure if I saw that or if it was drawn. You know, it was just so, it was so weird, yeah. It was very, very strange. I mean, the helmet and everything. <laughs> um, we uh, we open up with uh, Megan. She's walking to her graduation ceremony. Uh, she's wearing her cape and her cap and gown, and uh, you know, it looks like it's been infested by the madness. So you got the psychedelic swirls and tie dye through her uh, graduation outfit. Yeah. Um, now, as she walks, the uh, world around her seems to age a little bit. Uh, every panel depicts, you know, background. It's like one panel spring, the next panel summer. Mm-hmm. It's just all going wacky. Summer in space. Um, but these are probably the McFarlane pages because, you know, Megan's got a normal number of teeth and feet in these uh, panels. Yeah, it, it, I would say so, too. Uh, it's kind of tough to tell because the inking, I think, is the same throughout. So it kind of the same. It is. Line yeah, so depth. They kind of blend it. Yeah, but but this one, it, it this struck me as uh, the same way the McFarlane pages. Yeah, and uh, here we uh, we actually go into like a uh, it's like one of those episodes of a TV show where they you know recount what happened throughout the last season, mm. like one of those fillers for an off week. Um, we get a, a a recap of pretty much everything that's happened in this book up till now. I mean, this is almost a decade. Yeah, uh, we go. We go back to Loma first appearing and Megan's near drowning that preceded it. 
we got that odd uh, team up with the Doom Patrol, which you know plays into the food food fetish yeah, of uh, Gerard Way here, <laughs> uh, because this that's the one that ended with them slicing the painting that ate Paris up into eight equal slices and eating it like a pizza. Yeah, I love that. That um, was that was great. Crossover. That was pretty they cool. They did a good job. Yeah, and it really helped shade sales a bit. Yeah. Um, we go back to the 18 issues she spent in an underground prison with only ambush bug to talk to. And you remember how hard those were to get through. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, all black panels, so. For, for a year and a half, it was black <laughs> panels. With word was, balloons. <laughs> yeah, because that was when Bendis was writing it. <laughs> I mean, it was all that awful Bendis dialogue for a year and a half. It, w- it was pretty much a ripoff. Luckily, they had some nice covers during that time. That's about all, that's about all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, you know, it came at that weird point where they gave it that $3 price hike, too. So it was a lot of people jumped off then. I didn't know that it was going to survive. Yeah, I thought it was going to um, be done then, too, but no. Yeah. No, it made it. Uh, we go to the summer crossover event of 2019 that consisted of three issues of Megan on the toilet, which was odd. A- another weird decision, but, you know, I-, I-, I hope that it didn't do as well as it did based on, you know, some of the readership wanting to see that. There was a lot of odd fan uh, art at that point. It seemed like, yeah, it's like the fan base shifted slightly, but uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, we had that riff on I Am Curious Black, which was that Lois Lane story from uh, like 40 years, 50 years ago now. Yeah. Um, that ended with uh, Megan having purple skin for her senior prom. Uh, luckily, she was dating Beast Boy and Miss Martian at the time, so nobody really noticed. Yeah, I was kind of thought it was cute. It was funny the way they worked that out. Yeah. yeah. And then there was that strange orgy scene from her brief time in the Green Lantern Corps. Yes. And uh, I gotta say, I never realized that Mogo could bend that way. Ooh, that was a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, we have this, uh, after this, you know, she pops back into the present and uh, a literal light bulb appears over her head. Uh, she considers, you know, she's been trying to figure out who she got pregnant from, I suppose, and figures maybe this happened during the orgy. But which lantern did it? Mm. Uh, she pulls out her psychedelic lantern ring, which I, I love the design on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's such, you can't even explain it. it. It always seems to kind of shift a little bit. Yeah, it, it seems to be a little bit different every time, but it sort of has a Victorian 60s futuristic sort of look to it. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so she takes this ring and she zaps off to the uh, the new Oa Hotel and Casino that's inside the Doom Patrol gyro. <laughs> craziness uh while inside she visits her parents graves and then she heads into the main hall uh we get a whole bunch of pseudoscience i you know i i've complained a long time about the pseudoscience in yeah. this. not that i'm like a real you know big science guy but uh it's just, it seems like like even Grant Morrison would be shaking his head at a lot of this crap. They play real fast and loose, and, fr- and frankly, they spend too much time on it. You know what I mean? It's like, pages. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a couple of pages, you know, several pages of this, and it's like, ah, you know, you could have just said, I, you know, when I used yeah. I used the uh, what, Z-Ray or whatever, and uh, that was good enough. Yeah, the purple Z-Ray, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, and like half these panels are numbers. It's yeah. all numbers. Very, uh... <laughs> but uh, it's ultimately concluded that with a 97.6 like percent likelihood, Hal Jordan is the father. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at first he's kind of nervous, then he's kind of happy, then he gets nervous again. Uh, we got some quotes here. Who do you want to be? I'll be Hal. Okay, go for he, it. He says, aha, um, so you were uh, really an adult in a teenager's body, right? And Shade goes, I, I don't, I don't understand. And he says, you know, like Arissa, looks like a kid, but really a completely legal adult, right? 
Arissa, what? Just tell me what your age was when we, um... 17. Uh, I mean, in your years, like on your planet. 17. So you're not... Nope. Shit. <laughs> scene ends with Hal being dragged away to the sex offender wing of the Guardian Science Cells, and uh, Megan heads back to Earth. You know, it's pro- this is probably you know several decades too late, but I'm glad he finally got got <laughs> going paying, out there. He's paying the piper. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you know, as she uh, return, as she's about to re- arrive at the graduation, her dog returns. You know, the dog we haven't seen in oh, God, it has to be a couple of years now. Yeah, a long time. Now I don't know how he got out of Lobo's stomach, but he's here. Uh, now, the uh, dog tears off Shade's graduation gown and eats it. Uh, didn't expect her to be topless under it. No. Much less have a third nipple. No. Um, not sure how I feel about that, but I guess Brainiac 5 wasn't lying after all. No, it turns out that uh, a lot of probably a lot of stuff he said at the time was true. Although, you know, to be honest, nowadays to see, you know, uh, nipples and nudity in uh, comics, it really is, it almost doesn't yeah. phase me. You know, you almost expect it's it. old hat now. Yeah. Uh, now she uh, dives into the dog's mouth and follows her gown into the stomach. She lands in a pool of multicolored stomach acid with uh, some dead flies, which I'm guessing is to evoke that early vertigo feel. Yeah. And some smiling sperm for whatever reason. Weird. And it, it begins to fill up the stomach. So she's thinking to herself, after everything she's been through, she's going to die in her dog's stomach. Uh, one of her last thoughts is the time that she she flashes back to when she single-handedly felled Galactus before he could eat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I didn't think that actually happened in continuity. I, I didn't that either. Was a side... I, yeah, you know, that, that was a, you know, that was a collusion with another publisher for the Turtles, and uh, yeah. I, I thought that that was just for a, a, kind of a miniseries, but no, it looks like they're uh, absorbing yeah, it into in, this young animal. It's in continuity now. Yeah. Now she suddenly hears a beeping, and she wakes up in a bed, in her bed. She hears another beeping. She wakes up in a different bed between Kilowog and our old friend Cal AOL. Wow. Now, there's somebody I didn't think was in continuity, but here, I know, here right? we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have another beep- beeping, but it becomes more rhythmic. And the, the beeps kind of change into a heart rate monitor, little da-da-da-da-da-da, which is incredible lettering style by uh, Tom Wojciechowski here. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. Um, now it's revealed that Megan is still in her hospital bed from way back in issue one, which is cover dated December 2016. Uh, Rack Shade is seated beside her. Uh, he's wearing an M vest, which has the design of the old Ditko era. So it's kind of like it's like a mixture of like the Bachelo and the Ditko blend there. Yeah, it's really good. Look cool. Uh, really looks good. Uh, now he's sitting there. He's shaking a, a snow globe. And he sets it down on the table beside her, and inside it is Cave Carson's cybernetic eye. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time, but I remember <laughs> when that, when that yeah. kicked off. Now, the eye glows and fires a beam, like, in the reader's direction, which, you know, as much guff as I give them for this holographic uh, format now, that really worked well. Yeah, definitely. It, you felt like it was really happening to you, you know, yeah. really beaming and it you. reminded. Yeah, it reminded me of that, like, uh, that little forget me, forget everything you've seen thing from the old Men in Black movies. Mm-hmm, definitely. And and I think maybe it was supposed to. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get two pages of blackness after that, and then the final page is all black except for a heart rate monitor, and then, then that last panel, it flatlines. And Ooh, that's it. Very deep, very deep stuff. Mm-hmm, she's uh, gone. Yeah. Well, this, this, this comic doesn't shy from the black pages, does it? No, it, it's it, a, <laughs> the, the holographic ink budget is really big on uh, Shade the Changing Woman, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, uh, you know, into, into the notes here, I mean, um, what was the point of the pregnancy? Mm. 
I mean, why even include that? Is is the only reason that they included that so we can have a Hal Jordan as a pedo gag? Yeah, I, I have uh, to think that's what it was. Yeah, that's that's what you get when you put Bill Jemis on the book. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, but also you get Cal AOL. So. <laughs> exactly. That's. I mean, it, you know, obviously this is his last chance to uh, dredge <laughs> up impress. all of his old little gags. So there he goes. And uh, you know, I gotta say, I hate these Saint Elsewhere type endings. Yeah. You know. It's like, why not just have Rack walk out of the shower and be like, hey, want to hear about a strange dream I had? You know, I, this really isn't as deep or clever as they think it is. I, I, I found it a little bit cheap also, you know. I mean, there is something, uh, I mean, it just nullifies what, what we've read for eight years. That's the problem, yeah. you know what I mean? There is something, you know, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool device when you really uh, apply it a certain way. But this just, you know, I think about the time and the money and i'm like well that was a waste of flipping time but uh, <laughs> exactly oh well and and you know why why cave carson's eye yeah is that I, was that i mean that book got canceled seven years ago yeah no no one's thinking about that no why why didn't they just pull in mother panic or the inferior eight or even like that what was that that weird anthology they had that sugar and spike or binky's bunny yeah i love that, that actually yeah that would have been cool they could have brought that back. that was that was okay i was okay <laughs> with that but i mean it, it, there were only there were only three issues spaced over four years yeah i know but uh you know so if we really want to throw these long forgotten young animal references in yeah what are you gonna do yeah um, I will definitely say that Rob Liefeld has improved since he learned to draw by holding his pencil with his feet. Mm-hmm. I got to hand it to him. I never thought this would work. Um, if you remember, we uh, received the news for that in that uh, that that odd Kickstartered Wizard magazine revival yeah. from a few years ago. Yeah, got, got funded <laughs> really quickly too. Uh, strangely quickly, I thought, but. Yeah, there was maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of something nefarious. Possibly, it. yeah. But I remember the I, I still remember the article title. It was uh, "You think I can't draw feet? Well, now I'm going to draw only with my feet, assholes." And that was in uh, Wizard Ezine issue 327 from January 2021. Oh yeah, uh, I mean you know we've been doing this a long time, Chris. You know I I yeah. used to bag on Rob Liefeld all the time, and I. I mm-hmm. That have turned a corner on it, you know, ever since it's true. Once he started drawing with his feet, he got it. He really started to understand, you know, motion and anatomy. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I put him up where there with some of the best artists in comics today. Uh as Absolutely. long as long as he uses his feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although actually he hasn't he hasn't drawn with his hands for so long, we don't know what it'd look like. Yeah, they might just be like nubs now. They're like <laughs> prehensile, they're like uh, vestigial limbs right That's now. right, they're all curled in, <laughs> he doesn't even use them anymore. <laughs> Now, uh, McFarlane's big two pages, I mean, they were great, you know, because it's, it's Todd, you know, it's always good stuff. But, uh, you know, I still hate that he gets top billing. I mean, this is the last issue, but he, I hated that he's gotten top billing for a little while because he only he only gives two pages. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I mean, we know why they're doing it. You know, obviously yeah. it's a bigger bigger draw, but I, it isn't fair. But what are you going to do? Yeah. And, and, I mean, he is a sitting senator right now. That's true. So, I mean, you, you got to. He, he brings that cachet to it as well. And he was part of, uh, he was actually part of Donald Trump's re-election campaign. Oh, yeah. That's right. When, uh, when, when Trump switched back, to, when he switched to Democrat. Yeah. And he won all 50 states. So, I mean, yeah. that's I mean, pretty really, impressive. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. No one, no one. But he was, he was running against George H.W. Bush, who was, what, 96 at the time? Yeah. And uh, I think people were a little worried about him as president. Although you yeah. know he was he was pretty feisty for a guy that was almost sitting to be a hundred. And the idea of having him turn a hundred in the White House, I remember that was sort of yeah, that was sort of a fun idea. But it didn't. It, Trump Trump took it fair and square, all fifty states. Fifty states. Yeah. 
never happened before, probably never happen again. No. Um, overall, this is a pretty lackluster way to go out. Um, I think, you know, from how great this book was, you know, this book had a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but I think it deserved a, a better ending than a string of silly events that, I mean, even you or I could have come up with. Yeah, literally, yeah, pretty much. It's really amateurish, it seems to me. Yeah. I gave it a 10 out of 20. And, uh, you know, remind me why we're doing an out of 20 review scale now? Well, because we found that the um, it just wasn't hyper-specific enough. We weren't getting I enough guess. of a gradation, you know, because sometimes you wanted to give a book, or someone wanted to give a book like a 6.3864. That's true. That's true. Uh, so we decided let's stretch it out to twenty. We could really get, we could really start to nail the specifics of what this is, and for that reason, uh, I gave this book a nine point eight six. Uh, I thought it, it pretty much. Fell. That's a good score. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, you know, I, it was pretty much. It was a letdown, uh, but there's some merit to it. So uh, you know, again, if you hung in this long, if you, I don't know why you wouldn't get the last issue. The art is the best thing in it, though. Right? Uh, it really it is. is great. Rob Liefeld has really become quite a talent, and uh, mm-hmm. hats off to him. But that will conclude uh, Shade the Changing Woman. So now we only have a couple of books left to uh, do. We still got Doom Patrol mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, other books that I haven't thought of yet. Well, so. we, still that, we still that Haunted Tank. Oh, that's that, right. That Haunted Tank revival. <laughs> that's right. Uh, which uh, you kind of got into a little bit this week on. Uh, I did. That's right. On uh, Chris's on InfiniteEarth.blogspot.com. I usually put this at the end, folks, but since we're segueing into it, uh, this is uh, it's now on its 1,757th consecutive post. Chris has been yeah. doing this for eight years, uh, a little bit longer than Young Young Animals been around. Come to think of it, man, it, it's it's really starting to become a grind. Yeah, you, uh, you you're gonna you you swear you're gonna take a break soon, right? That's what that Eventually. was the plan. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna tip in. But yeah, uh, today uh, today I reviewed the uh, that uh, that classic uh, New Fifty Two uh, GI Combat Number Five featuring the Haunted Tank. Oh yeah, you know, I I came across it in the seventy five credit bin, mm-hmm. so I figured why not? Yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> despite that, you should you should definitely check out that blog each and every day. And uh, sure. of course, you can catch our Weird Comics History Show on the History Channel Sunday nights at eight o'clock, seven central. Uh, Cosmic Treadmill is also now a daily broadcast on Sirius XM Radio Channel one hundred three during the PM drive. Uh, if you want to email us directly, we're at weirdcomicshistory at mcdonalds dot com. And of course, Chris and I still contribute reviews and articles to PrettyInPinkMarvelComics.com, who uh, you're listening to their podcast right now. Yep. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up, right? That's all our contact info and everything. Think uh, so. You got anything else for him this week, Chris? No, I think that's it. Uh, Shade deserved better. I, I wonder if they'll fold this into the uh, to the television program. Yeah, uh, we can only hope because there are definitely some concepts I would like to see go on. But uh, I'm glad to see that Young Animal still going strong, and uh, hopefully to get another hundred issues out of Doom Patrol if it's going to keep up this I quality. Hope so so uh, until next week, I want everyone to keep it young and animalistic. See you. In the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the bill you took today. In the year 45-45, ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. In the year 55
Hello, Weird Science and the Get Fresh crew. This is Dylan coming at you with another Injustice Ground Zero review. And boy, I am getting kind of done with this <laughs> this comic. Uh, it's been kind of rough. Um, I honestly don't even know how to start this, to be honest. Uh, when I was actually jumping into the to review this thing. I actually completely forgot what even happened in this, because not a whole lot even really does happen. DC's solicits state that Harley is breaking into the Wayne Manor, but uh, Shazam is stopping her. Uh, that's a little true, uh, because she actually doesn't actually get into the Wayne Manor at the end of this stupid issue. Uh, so, anyway, let's just actually just jump right into this. Uh, this is muscle car part one and uh, I didn't know what that was referring to when I was reviewing it again uh, because you actually don't get a muscle car in this chapter and what it's referring to actually is uh, Batman's Batmobile because uh, Harley later is trying to actually go snatch it and uh, take it to Bruce for some quote-unquote lie top secret mission that he's under but anyway that's a little further again let's jump back to the beginning so harley is still recounting her story in the injustice uh storyline right now to some shadowy figure that we still do not know who it is or if it's real or if it's in her head um every chapter uh, she is shown at this park bench talking to either herself or the shadowy figure. Each chapter, uh, they go back and forth on showing the figure and not. So we really don't know if it's real or not because whatever artist is working on that specific chapter, I think, is actually forgetting to include that shadowy figure. So it's hard to actually tell what the heck it is. So I'm actually hoping that we get something... Uh, more out of that because we still haven't and I mean it's nine chapters in and um, this is nine weeks and I'm getting <laughs> irritated that we're actually not getting anywhere uh, the story is pretty lame right now I think it would work totally better in a video game which is ironic because this is a uh, story adapted from a video game story but anyway this feels like a crappy Harley Quinn story uh, centered story mode where they just have her go through the motions of random fights so it's one of those like um like those ladders that you have to get through um it's like one of those things where they just kind of give you a reason to fight just to get that out of the way so it gives you something to be satisfied with so you can play but that's whatever you just I just want to play the stupid fighting game. I don't want to actually read fights, because if I wanted to do that, I would actually go play Injustice. So, I don't want to read fighting, I want to read a good story. And we still really haven't gotten that for a few chapters now. Um, so, what she's doing is that, uh, earlier she explains actually that Batman and Lex uh, brought over heroes from an alternate Earth to help out the uh, the fight against the regime. 
but this is only done in Harley's uh, narrative bubble, and we actually don't see any of that happening. I can't remember if that was totally like fleshed out in the video game story, because this has been a while ago since I played it, and actually I haven't freshened up on the actual Injustice story. But I would have actually liked to see that happen here. I think what happened is that she just narrated it to just give us that little piece so we know where we're at in the Injustice story. But it actually doesn't affect her in any way. So it's not anything that this, the comic actually needs to develop on. But um, I disagree with that. And it's, either way, it's really disappointing. Um, so Harley keeps trying to call Batman and she keeps getting Babs who keeps picking up her calls and like telling her to stop calling because Batman's not going to call her back because Harley's still on this, uh, uh, suspension from anything right now. Uh, Harley does kind of make fun of her that, uh, Babs is still in Oracle mode, even though she's Batman, uh, Batgirl because she's just, uh, actually monitoring the computers right now and actually not in battle which I mean that sounds like a personal problem um, but uh, Batgirl hangs up she leaves Harley to do her thing because she doesn't want to talk to her and she's playing some bootleg Mortal Kombat <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't just like make uh, a little art thing on this you know like a little representation on her screen that there it's actually scorpion or sub-zero because they have the rights to that i don't see why they wouldn't but it just it's just generic characters but it's totally mortal Kombat, no doubt about that um so like i said earlier harley tells her goons that batman uh is on a top secret mission and she shouldn't even tell him about it and uh, she has the bright idea that she needs to go get the Batmobile and bring it to, her, to him. So they go to the Wayne Manor uh, and it's protected by a force field and also protected by Shazam. And this is where the chapter goes downhill. The first third of the chapter was what I just said. Now the other two thirds are her fighting Shazam. It's just a fight. And that's all this comic has been, is just fighting, fighting, fighting. I'm not going to do a play-by-play -play here, because uh, that's just going to be a waste of time, because nothing really happens uh, until the end of the fight, where Harley actually wins, which is ridiculous. It, she did take a green pill, but it, it's really stupid how it's played out, and it makes no sense. But Shazam reverts back to Billy, and the force field comes off. And that's where the chapter ends, where Harley is going to go into the Wayne Manor. But it doesn't ha actually happen. And that's kind of where it clicked in me in my review, that that's where that muscle car is coming from. But that's a really stupid title. It's not a muscle car, but whatever. So like I said in my review, this chapter sucks like a bucket of ticks. It's another chapter of nothing but fighting. Uh, this comic is based off a fighting game, but like I said earlier, I don't want to read fights. The art is really good, like always. Uh, I don't have anything to complain about from uh, Tom Derenick's art. Now, Chris Selba is writing this story. It started off so strong. 
I don't know what's going on because now it's just a bunch of fighting. And I really hope that they get over that hump because it's been fighting for quite a while now. Um, so in the end, I gave this a 5.5 out of 10, mostly because of the art. The art's fine. Nothing happens in this chapter. Nothing's been happening in this story for quite a while now, probably ever since uh, they apprehended Joker. And that was a little while ago. I think that was maybe three or four chapters back. But um, if you guys aren't picking this up, uh, don't continue to pick it up just yet. <laughs> I would suggest uh, skipping it for right now and just uh, wait for another good chapter to come out. And I'll, I'll let you guys know when that is because right now I am torturing myself with this thing. It's not horrible. It's just really boring. And like I said, I didn't remember what happened when I was writing this review. I actually had to skim through it again. And that's a really bad sign of a bad comic. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I've been Dylan, and I actually run a podcast myself called the DC Brothers Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Podbean. Just uh, search for DC Bros. You can also find us on Twitter at DC Bros Pod. Where you can get our up-to-date news on our show and uh, when our next podcasts come out. Again, thank you for listening. This has been Dylan on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, reviewing Injustice Ground Zero. Uh, catch you next time, and see you in seven. I wanted this to be special, something more than any other feeling that you felt before. Pushing through the doors, I see girls having a good time. I might say a rhyme, old school, new school, no school rule. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan and Alan from the Columbus Comics Corner podcast. Um, we want to do something special for Weird Science Get Fresh Fuel episode 100. Um, so we're actually going to be um, taking it back to 1945. And we're going to talk about... Way back. Way back. Uh, We're going to talk about Detective Comics, uh, Volume 1, Number 100, um, which was released in June of 1945. Um, While this this issue has five stories in it, we're just going to be covering the first story, which involves uh, Batman, called The Crow's Nest Mystery. Um, So just a quick uh, roll call real quick. The cover artist is Dick Sprang. Writer is Don Cameron. Uh, Pencilers uh, by Jack Burnley. Inks are Charles Paris. And letters are Irish Schnapp. And the uh, editor-in-chief at the time was Jack Schiff. Um, We're just going to get right into the book and kind of go from there. Excuse me. Um, But we open the book seeing uh, the gangster, two gangsters, uh, Ben and Joram, collect a package that's uh, thrown out of a, a freighter hole. Um, and they collect it to return to the boss, who appears off-panel, so we're not too sure who the, um, the mob boss is yet. And we find that they're planning on selling these jewels to a uh, buyer named Raider. And while um, Ben and Joram um, make their way to meet Raider, Raider uh, we finally see Batman and Robin um, in creeper mode, um, hiding in the shadows behind, <laughs> behind these uh, two aluminum trash cans um, and they're watching the gangsters uh, enter Raiders hideout and I just want to note real quick it was funny the um, the secret knock when um, when Ben and Joram get there they like do like a knock knock 
knock, 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 and uh, Raiders like, ooh, that has to be them, the secret knock. I saw it was very, very throwback, old school. And I'm glad they gave uh, like narrative panels throughout the the whole book. It's very old school, um, kind of giving you the, the lay of the land, the feel of what's what the atmosphere is like and whatnot. Um, do you have anything on the on that part? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a callback, um, like you said, with the secret knock and then the um, narrative throughout the comic. Cause there's a narrative throughout it. Uh, it's funny in this section of the comic, Robin. Like, because nowadays they would have been like on top of a building, some kind of listening device, hearing what they're saying. But in this comic, they're like in a dark part of the alley, duck behind trash cans, <laughs> like smelling all, the, smelling uh, all the trash. Batman's got his Dracula move going on, where he's got his cape like in front of his mouth while he's talking to Robin, and. It, and Robin's obviously a little too enthusiastic because he's like, be quiet, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> too loud. They're here. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down, boy. Um, but yeah, it's funny. And then from there, um, we get we go inside of uh, Raiders Hideout, hideout. And um, after the deal is made with um, after the deal is made between Ben Jerome and Raider, um, Batman busts in to capture the gangsters. Um, and Jorum is able to get away, um, but not before shooting Ben in the back, um, before he can rat them out and, you know, give up where the, where the <laughs> king's heading out, <laughs> or head, uh, hiding out at, excuse me. Um, but in Jorum's last breath, he is able to tell Ro- Robin that the, uh, the crime boss is heading to Crow's Nest. And this was fucking hilarious, because Jorum busting out of the window, but he's, yes. like, able, he, you see him in the, that panel where he's, like, He's just chilling there, about to shoot him. I'm like, how did he not know <laughs> that there's gonna he like, be a like? He like dove out the window at first, but somehow like turned and landed on the roof, yeah. and is like holding on there, like, and nobody saw him, and he just shoots him in the back. And it's like, how did that even? <laughs> I think we need another panel to show how he did exactly. that. Exactly. Maybe like him hanging off the gutter and like pulling himself up or something. But no. Oh he, no, he's like he laying right died. there. Like it looks like it, they made it look like he drop kicked his way out the window <laughs> and just landed laying on the roof like that. But in the the panel where he where he jumps out the window is he dives head first out the head, window. Yeah, head first. So Head he, first. He would have rolled and he would um pro- at least have a broken neck um or be dead. He would have broke something he would have rolled broke his leg, arm, neck, something, you know, would have broke. But like you said, nobody does anything because Batman has the other criminals subdued, and Robin's like he's getting away, and Batman's like don't worry, leave him. It's like Robin's not doing anything. No. Robin can easily go over there real fast and get him. Like he could, the way he dove out the window, Robin could have walked down the stairs and caught him in the front yard because he, he should be laying in the front yard uh, hurt. Nah, but he's fine. He's perfectly fine, and gets that shot off in the back of shoots him, shoots his boy in the back. That's very, uh, yeah. very not mob mob of you, but I did enjoy. And then um, still get away. Yeah, still get away somehow. It still gets away. Come on, Batman, you're not being a great detective right now. But I did enjoy the uh, the old Batmobile. Oh the, yes, the, with the big old bat face on the front and that uh, that fifties uh, style car. But yeah, and some some great dialogue throughout. 
Um, but yeah, continuing on, we do we later see um, Batman again or Ben again, excuse me, who um, plans to stick up Reginald Schofield. And um, just to give you a little background on Reginald Schofield, um, he's a, a fictional, um, you know, fantasy uh, comic book writer in this you know world of uh, of Batman's world. Um, but they're planning to go there to break into his um, his safe and. From there, we see um, once Batman and Robin have arrived, um, Ben tries to plan on taking them out um, by cutting the the bridge rope that they're on. Um, but Batman's able. What's that? I said, of course, they got the rope bridge. Yeah. <laughs> but Batman is able to um, you know hop on or jump to the ledge and pull himself up, and he uh, uses uses his bat rope to um, get Robin up there, but. Here, Ben, you know, has a Ben is a horrible shot. Um, terrible, again, terrible shot. He was very, very, very close um, to Batman and could not kill him. And he, I mean, really, he could have killed him when they were at um, Raider's place instead of shooting. Which, which he gets asked about, like, why did you just yeah, shoot Batman? Shoot in? Batman? I wasn't thinking. I was panicking. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. So that was um, that was my notes for that part. Just like the yeah, the bridge, the whole bridge scene is very throwbacky, and um, just Ben's bad shot is just horrible. He's bad. Do you have anything for that stuff? No, that that was the funny day. We're actually on a rope bridge. Like I said, that was throwback. Like it, it immediately made me think like Indiana Jones or something. You're on the rickety bridge. And then, of course, the terrible shot that he is on. He, should, he could shoot a dude after diving out a window and defying the laws of physics and landing on a rooftop, but he can't shoot Batman, who's, like, maybe three feet away from him. No, but we'll get back to Ben, though. He he'll, he comes up. He comes back up. Um, yeah. yeah, moving on. Special. But, <laughs> but Batman and Robin um, are too late when they finally do get to um, Schofield's place. Um, and when they arrive, they're talking to Schofield. Um but at that point, that's when Ben, who uh, he enters the room, and he has Reginald's butler, um, Diggy. Um, he has a gun to the back of uh, Diggy, and he forces um, Diggy to actually tie up Batman and Robin so he can um, you know, break into the safe and get the combination. And after Reginald gives up the combination, uh, it's revealed that the safe is uh, empty. And Ben is um, quite upset by this and knocks Reginald in the back of the head and uh, knocks him out for a minute. And while Batman and Robin are still tied up, um, Diggy you know, pushes Ben into the safe and he closes it. And at this point, you're, you would think that you know, maybe Diggy is uh, trying to save the day. But he actually you know, leaves Batman and Robin tied up and runs out of the room. <laughs> uh, he's so, going to call the police. Yeah, quote-unquote, is going to call the police. So they, no, he's going to call the police. <laughs> I have faith in Diggy. He's called police. Yeah, faith. Um, but yeah, Batman... Um, so oh yeah, then at some point, I think Batman finds a bullet and uses that bullet to cut his way out of the chair. Well, he didn't He didn't find a bullet. Someone started shooting at him through the window and the bullet just happened to hit the ropes. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I must have missed that. I thought he said something about it. He used one of these bullets to cut these ropes or something like that. No, because it was a, he said it was a Tommy gun hit the ground. Mm. Oh, and it yeah. hit the ground, and he says one of these bullets hit went through the ropes, and that's yeah. how he gets out the ropes. You're right, you're right. And then, yeah, that's where um, 
Batman enters the decides to enter the safe and finds there's actually a secret passage um, leading to an underground bunker where there is actually real treasure down there. Uh, and there's also a ladder that leads to a uh, hollow tree outside. And so Batman climbs up um, to get above ground. And there we finally see Ben again. And he finally gets that uh, that shot on Batman um, and shoots him in the pretty much in the cowl in the head. Um, but classic mm-hmm. Batman, he uh, fakes Ben out by playing dead. He then uh, sweep kicks him and knocks Ben out. And he uh, even drops that probably the cheesiest line of the book. He's like, um, touche, as we say in France. I was like, yep, this is 1945. <laughs> Detective Comics. We've come a long way. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and then we're back at Schofields. It is revealed um, that Reginald's butler, uh, Diggies, I think, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, uh, for this. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, big, uh, Biggie, Biggie Smalls, uh, Diggies is actually the butler, is secretly the uh, the mob boss of this whole ring, uh, ring of crimes. And say it ain't so, Diggy. Say, <laughs> I trust, I trusted Diggy. He was I, supposed to get the police. That's why. That's why when he pushed Ben to the safe, I was like, oh, he's saving the day. Oh yeah, okay. Diggy. But then when he ran off and like left him tied up, I'm like, uh, and they're like, are you gonna tie? It's like, nah, I get the police. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same thing at that point. I was like, uh, something shady hmm. here. Like, and I got something else about Diggy. Once we get to the end of this too, that nice. you don't notice the first time going through this book. Okay, um, but yeah, back at you know back at the place just before Diggy is able to um, you know grab a gun and shoot both uh, Batman and Robin, kill all three of them in the room. Or excuse me, before uh, Diggs can shoot Robin at Schofield, um, Batman saves the day and uses his bat rope um, to snag the gun out of Diggy's hand uh, to pretty much save the day. And uh, Diggy's from there breaks down and tells him his uh, secret plan, very Scooby Doo esque. Besides ripping yes. off, <laughs> besides ripping off the um, the the face five times, and then the issue ends with. Um, Schofield actually wrote a uh, little mystery book about Batman and Robin, and uh, not about them, well, technically about them because he uh, dedicated it um, to them. And it was funny because it was published literally the day after all this happened. Like, that was pretty quick. <laughs> well, they didn't necessarily say it was the day after. It was published the, like the day before the, the story hit the newspapers, which would have probably been like back then. This may have been like a week later. Mm. Maybe a couple of days later. Either way it goes, it was fast. It was, fast. It was fast. <laughs> I guess I gotta, I gotta put myself in 1945 when I'm thinking yeah. about everything in this entire um, little little mini story. Because yeah. even at the end, it says some weeks later mm. in the Bruce Wayne home. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's where this uh, little mini story finishes up, and there's plenty of stories in this um, issue, but we just wanted to dedicate a little bit of time to um, talk about Batman for the big episode 100, and you had mentioned you had some yeah, stuff big on money. these. Um, well, what I, what I wanted to say um, is, uh, if you go back to the beginning of the story, on what would have been the second page, where the criminals are actually going down into the secret hideout, Diggy is there. In the, he's, he's tying the boat up. 
I saw that the first time, then I, I was like, maybe that's someone else just working with them, just like some other random gangster, but that makes that would make sense. I wonder if he's wearing... Which I thought, too. I thought it was um, the guy they went to see about the appraisal that when they were selling the jewels because the outfit he's wearing is very similar, but you look at the hair and the outfit, it's Diggy. Yep, you're right. He's wearing the same thing at the end, too. But the hair's a little different uh, in the beginning. Yeah, like you were saying. It's almost like he has gray hair in the beginning. Yeah, it does. It looks like it has like a gray streak at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then at the end, of course, there's um, no streak. But I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be Diggy. You, you Scooby Doo fashion, you introduce your villain right there where nobody's really going to pay that much attention. Yeah, and then you throw them off by having somebody who looks similar, like the next page. So if you did think. So by the time you get the diggy, you're not, not thinking that was the the jeweler. Yeah, even at the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end, he um, diggy's like when he's like confessing, he's kind of pretty much telling him how like he hated working, you know, for this guy, and thought he could do better. So it made me think, uh, Batman, you better treat Alfred right, or he's gonna start stealing from you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> man, man. <laughs> This, this is a side thing. We'll probably get to this on one, one of our own episodes, but maybe first victim is really Alfred. Uh, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone related to him or some shit. <laughs> oh, that'd, that would be great. Well, I just want to congratulate you, you guys on reaching episode 100. I'm hoping that um, we can get there too. Um, it's, amazing. it's not an easy feat. It's an amazing thing to be able to say that you've done 100 episodes. No doubt. No so doubt. Uh, congratulations. <clears throat> I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about <laughs> Batman 100. <laughs> enjoyed us digging into the crates a little bit for you. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for letting us um, do a little segment on the show. Yeah. And, and like Alan said, um, yeah, congrats on the big 100. Um, I can only imagine if you guys were doing Marvel books and you had to read each one, you would probably um, really be mad all the time. And the fact that you guys you know, do every DC book and you may complain every once in a while, but you know, you guys stick with it, and that's awesome. So yeah, we're going to get out of here. We thought yeah. we'd uh, take, something, take a way back for uh, the big 100 episode. Um, you can yep. find our podcast. Um, check back with us. Google just Google um, Columbus Comics Corner, or find us on Twitter, and you can get all of our information there. Um, but we'll uh, let you guys take it from here. Get Fresh Crew out. Rat, rat, rat. These are the prime years, and we are the members of the Get Fresh Crew on a lifetime mission to explore new beats and new cuts. To take rap beyond the point that no other rapper has ever thought about before. before, 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 Come on, Eric, let it loose.
all wanna hear a boosh Oh sweetheart, that is what we say America sweetheart, here's Eric Shay America's sweetheart, Eric. You. Uh, Eric, you there? I'm here. You're here. And just, <laughs> just to think, uh, Reggie said before we got started this section here that this is probably the most, the, the craziest podcast that we have recorded. It, it's throughout the week, uh, mainly like three separate days. But unfortunately, Eric, you, you got a little too tipsy. Last yeah. night, and I got blackout drunk Reggie. is what I got. Yeah, you entertain. I actually had to uh, make a soundboard to remind you of yeah, some of like the, the things soundboard. that you said. Oh my God, people were already saying that you had solid gold. That I have sound clips now for the next hundred things. My favorite though is this. <laughs> I'm Eric. so embarrassed. You, you were you stood strong. Uh, you do not like people to be treated differently. And this no. is what you yelled. Segregation, Reggie! And now, I'll play it one more time. Now, just hear it again, Eric. You're against... Segregation, Reggie! When do you start drinking gin and start channeling Bill Cosby? Because that... Listen to it once more. It is Bill Cosby. Segregation, Reggie! <laughs> I want to talk about segregation. That was the best. Oh, oh my goodness. And here, also, Eric, you started hearing things with this. Who is laughing? I hate them! <laughs> oh my Donnie, once I, I remember Toby getting on, and pretty much after that, it's all gone. Yeah, yeah. Toby joined us. You at one point you stopped to. In fact, here I I thought I had a segment like already like queued up for you to listen to that was so funny, but I think I I think I screwed myself by hitting it. It was uh you just yelling about how much you love Toby and that you kept filling up your drink. So yeah, I gotta fill yeah. up my drink. And Reggie, oh, Reggie, just me and Reggie were like, like if you were gonna say who's laughing at you, it was me and Reggie the whole time. We were laughing at. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I'm telling you that the diatribe about milestorm is one for the ages, my friend. Oh, fuck and, and, me. It, and just let it's Robert Venditti. He did not write Titans Hunt. Eric. Oh, I know, I know these things. Ah, oh, milestorm. That's the best. I oh, love yeah. it. I can't now. wait for Milestorm to launch. I want Milestorm to start up. I think, uh, you know, Static. I'm trying to think. Static Grifter is yeah. in there that. You go. Uh, static have, it's an amalgam uh, universe that Eric has created. But yeah, you were <laughs> It'll be hit. amazing. You were the bell of the ball last night, Eric. You were the bell yeah. of the ball. I'm telling you, yeah. I was so embarrassed this morning. I looked at the Twitter chat for a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I got to stay the fuck away from this. Yeah, I'm just yeah. so embarrassed. I can't even be here right now. Man, it, it made me feel even better, though, because last night during the chat, I, I even said before, just to, I had to refresh you. I, I really did have to run through the things with you. That uh, One of the big things in the chat room were just how people's wives or husbands hate my guts. And, and uh -huh. it got me down. It made me sad. I'm sorry, but, baby. I love but, you. No, but the, well, then it just all turned to you about you were a fucking lush and i was fine that's all you need to know <laughs> my, my wife so hates good. my guts but i think she's fine with you jim so well, my mom uh, my mom my mom hates my guts <laughs> my wife kind of hates my guts too and my wife is the opposite she does yell like why don't you talk to me like you talk to these guys on the podcast and you know i just sit around and say nothing at the house so everybody you, you come and visit me there and, and we'll do it yeah. but we're gonna finish this up we actually have to end this podcast at some point. I do not want to record every day for eight days for this 100th no. episode. Yeah. Uh, we have two books left, 
and uh, won the first one. And actually, I'll just say it right now. It just continues the, the crap fest, if you ask me. These, these Pretty were much, not, yeah. These were not great books, and it, it made it uh, crazy this week because you don't have a lot of books, and there really wasn't like a stellar book. But uh, what yeah. do you got for us, Reggie? We got Suicide Squad number seven, written by Rob Williams, art by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Jonathan Glapion, Sandra Hope, Jeremiah Skipper, backup art and color by Christian Ward. Miss Lady Hack, Hack, right. Hack, under attack, tack, tack, cause Bell Rev prison, prison, prison has come unwrapped, wrap, wrap, Diablo and dead hot, shot, Segregation, I've lost the plot, 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 and plot, the milestone comes out. Now. Now, now, just wait for Zod, Zod, Zod. 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 Everyone's gone nuts, nuts, nuts. nuts. They're slicing guts, guts, butts, guts. Butts. Super killer, croc, 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 croc. croc. And June Moon fucked, fucked, he, fucked. Why is it so tense, tense, <laughs> tense? Why the violence, lens, lens. Captain Boomerang's ghost, 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 ghost. which is fucking nonsense. It's, sense, it's the sense. most, most, most segregation, Reggie. <laughs> I wish, we had, I wish we could have been sitting and doing the actual hand. Oh, yeah, doing claps? Oh, I love yeah, patty cake. I am a or even, big or even patty cake fan. This would be good for double dutch, too. This would be I, right. would be. I am not good at double dutch. I, I fashion myself a pretty good patty caker. Uh, double dutch? No. You, you need some coordination for that. I am the classic double dutch where you do see the person get so tangled up. <laughs> that they fall and, and almost die. Uh, but yeah, this issue, uh, th- that was a good song, Reggie. It, it told us all. Really, uh, that song had more going on than, than this <laughs> issue, really, because uh, you continue from last issue where the Black Vault is causing everybody to, what we thought before, and I know Eric's going to get mad because, boy, Drunken Eric was so mad about the distance from Gotham to Coney Island <laughs> that, that, that he has to be upset about the rules of this Black Vault because some, at first it seemed like it just made everybody angry. Are there rules, Jim? No, are there, there aren't. Rules? There, there are no rules because at first it really was spelled out. Oh, it makes everybody aggressive. And yeah, it makes everybody they, go insane and get and then fucking I violent think, And shit. Rob Williams is a, is a great writer. I really like him. But I, something twisted and turned, like they realize, who this, you know, everybody aggressive doesn't really, you know, pay the bills here. We need to do something different. If everybody, They're just going to kill each other. So it ends up turning into what at first it seems like it made everybody insane. And if you were insane, you were then sane. But quite frankly, they're in, you know... Bell Rev, half of these people should be now sane because they were insane. That you know what I mean? They're, they're I don't know if they were. Criminals. I'm saying that. I don't know if they were all insane before. I just know they're violent offenders. Yeah, well, I'm saying there has to be somebody in there that is tech, and even if they're violent offenders, that they're you know criminally insane. I you know I know. Well, the way they explain it later when they when they catch Killer Croc and yeah. uh, Jude Moon that that if you give into your baser yeah, impulses. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Then it you changes. know your baser impulse is like sa- sanity with Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, For that's example, her base the impulse to be sane. Well, yeah, I had a big problem. Weird. I mean, now I don't want the first. I want to start out on the first page. This is the best page of the book. I really yeah. like. I really like the implication that the Phantom Zone actually contains phantoms. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. usually depicted. Usually, you're just kind of standing in indigo space, yeah, doing yeah. nothing. You know, in, in like it's almost highlight. like a it, negative zone when when you usually see it. It's, it's yeah, very, exactly. Like you're just sort of waiting to get released. But this, where he's like, actually seems under attack, or like, you know, here it's supposed to be the phantoms of his army or whatever. I don't know whether he's seeing it, but I, anyway, I like that idea and I like this whole first page, and it all goes downhill from there. You know, but. Yeah. 
I wanted to really give this one page its respect. The thing that pisses me off about Harley Quinn, fine, she's, she goes sane, she becomes Harleen Quinzel, even though that's totally out of continuity with uh, Connor and Palmiotti's thing, where she, right. made, where she goes yeah. back and forth at yeah, will. We, are, we already forth. know yeah. that this Suicide Squad Harley is like not even really related yeah. to that. No, it isn't. But, but then, so if she's Harleen Quinzel, why is she still so great with the Kung Fu? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? Like, it's, it's like, very odd. There's no, there's no impact at all. Like now she's super sane, so now she can shock a group of people with a taser and kick the shit out of people. Like that's, yep. she did that before. What the hell's the damn yeah. difference? Yeah, and and really, to me, she should have been, you know, maybe a little bit more afraid. She is going through, but even the thing like you have Katana who is just going through and slicing people's arms off. That's kind of her regular, you know, yeah. thing that yeah. she does. That the, her, why isn't she? Very. Why doesn't she become a pacifist? Why isn't she somebody who becomes, you know, I can't kill anybody. Oh my god! Or all of a sudden she can't hear the the sword. sword. You know, something like that, and that would freak her out. That would really be because she wouldn't be able to talk to her husband. That would be something that would freak her out. But instead, again, another thing my wife would be okay with. Same with me. It's like if I lost my phone, she'd be happy. Uh, I couldn't call her. But yeah, like you said, Harley turns from Har- uh, you know, Harley Quinn, the crazy fucking action star, to Harleen Quinzel, who is freaking, you know, it's diehard now. She's Pretty going much. through and, and going, she, and it's, it, it's they okay. Try to, they try to make it like she is afraid of what's going on, but not very but much, yeah, you know? No. It's like she's even doing one-liners, like the doctor is in and she's running through a horde of goddamn murderers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and even like you have El Diablo then who is just going to set everyone on fire, which is fine if they – yeah, if I'm going from the movie into this and kind of thinking, oh, you know what, El Diablo, he doesn't want to use his powers. He, he wants to stay away from that because what he did to his family and all this stuff. I'd be like, okay, now he's doing that. But in the book, you, know, you don't really get that much of that. So he's just doing what he does. I, I just, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? And maybe, maybe, more, maybe arguably more destructively, but it's still, it's yeah. not like there's a difference here. It just no. means that he's, you know, same old it, shit. And basically what I'm saying is it all comes down to they just had, the, the gimmick is Harley, and then everybody else is just there for, you know, window dressing for her to go right. through. It really is. And for her to I see. Look at this move the, she does on Deadshot. It's ridiculous. I yeah, mean, this, and is it's like, this is like a high-flying fucking yeah, I'm saying, And Chan it's Deadshot. Dead. It's not like this This Black Vault makes you, you know, your abilities go down. This is one of the yeah. best fucking, you know, mercs or whatever you'd call them. A, what yeah. do you call them? A fucking uh, bounty hunter or assassin in the world. And yeah, yet she's, and, like and you said, she's doing, she ends up seeing water on the ground in the one part and then does a fucking five thing flip and you could say oh she was an acrobat oh then fuck you it just th- wasn't this an was acrobat. a she was a psychiatrist no well they they always she, she play was a around gymnast. yeah she, they oh. play around that she was a gymnast i think she took you know gymnastics in third grade yeah. Fucking yeah, for half a year. That's why she can run up a guy's face and fucking do like yeah, slight yeah. kicks. And like she did hell. like se- seven goddamn flips so that she can shoot a taser in the water on the ground. It's really, <laughs> it's it's pretty over the top nonsense. Uh, then you get Hack, who she kind of fights it as a virus and kind of pulls out of it. But then she's talking, and you realize then at the end that what's going on is. Uh, Boomerang uh, is there, and do you like the explanation of how Boomerang oh, will come I back? hate it. I hate yeah. it. I, I mean, we, I think we were talking about this last week, right, Eric? We're like, we were talking about, you know, last night you hacked a, bat- a bottle of gin. Yeah. So sometimes we got to, yeah. you know, hack into work, and, uh, you know, I got to hack into lunch a little bit. I mean, this whole idea of just hacking into things in the third dimension is yeah. ridiculous. Like, that, you know, like, 
why make it a, a computer power? You're basically a magician. That's yeah. all you know what I mean? Like it now is. the whole the whole pretense of any computer anything has now vanished. Whether you know you can say it's digital or what, but but in the, in the last page, and I do want to go back to the sexy stuff. Let's yeah, we will. Us. We'll get to that. I just but on the last page when we see this big ghost. I mean, this is just a big ghost boomerang. I, you know, you it's, can't tell me it's like he's a ghost in the shell. Digital about it. A yeah. digital a ghost. ghost. Machine. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, but uh, why? The, the why was he a goddamn zombie last issue? Then I know we saw it, it was almost like the computer because they spell it out pretty much that when they went through the digitized world when she made them into bits and you know that and went through that that it kind of saved their bits and pieces there yeah and that first off that doesn't make it makes no sense actually but what i'm saying in the comment so, so, right? so he has, every, she has everybody so if if harley dies they, they should have a backup of her yeah, if, right. if anybody dies they have this backup why even need them now they can make a fucking digitized reband and does it have to be that like if harley is alive do you still have her quote-unquote you know digital essence that you can make That's a clone out of this it, well, it, it's just hack, hack brought them over here by digitizing them and bringing yes. them over so yep. are their original bodies still in that russian that's prison what I mean. are these just yeah. is it there and it, that's what i mean it, it it's a bunch of craziness that doesn't make sense that I don't think they're ever going to address. It's just to bring Boomerang back. And now, if you're yeah. going to tell me they, they were always going to bring him back, and it's – I don't like it, but at least it's some way to get him back. And I, yeah. I do like him, but it's weird because like, he's a ghost in the machine. He's in there fully functioning and making jokes and all. It just – what is he? Is this hey. is this legitimately going to be him, or can we consider him a cl- – I, I just don't know. Yeah, and it, well, it it maybe he'll be a boomerang that doesn't know not to walk up to the uh, black vault, and he'll just yeah, keep doing really. that over yeah, and over again. Zombie. Now, <laughs> is this going like, to be one of those? Touch this. Yeah, and is it going to be one of these? That's how they're going to defeat Zod because he's digitized enough. It's nonsense. It really is. Right. And like I said, no, I just it really it really annoys me because I I can handle someone with like a supercomputer power, even if they even like Hack was just calling up computer abilities in the air. All right, like, you know, we we can I can pretend that, yeah. but. This level of power, this is like, what What can't you do? You can hack into the plumbing and reroute it to, yeah, you know, I mean, another sewer. You can hack into, yeah. you know, whatever. Everything. Hack into your mom For and get Christ her to lend you 20 now, bucks. She's hacking into the fucking, she's bringing back somebody from the dead, it looks yeah. like. I, like you said, she, and before she was there, it seemed like she was only there for a crazy way to get the hell out of Russia. You know, right. where they, they digitize. And now they, uh, it's almost like what Eric was saying about the Superman annual with that blue handprint when he was drunk uh that it seems that like that, that it seems like now that they they kind of painted Maybe. themselves into a bit of a corner that they have to kind of go with the go with the flow now with this hack and really make her like you said just ridiculous she's like a fucking god now and, uh, exactly it's right. yeah it's crazy it's not a regular power you have here no. i mean if so so if you put a bomb in her head for example couldn't she just hack it out? She could, like yeah, she can she she to do whatever it. she wants. With, also, uh, I want to know, know space. when when Boomerang comes back, the digitized Boomerang. Does he have a bomb in his head? Was that part of his like? You would guess that this kind of grabbed his DNA. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, There's no it, rules. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, yeah, how how do you make this physical though? Do you fucking send this goddamn digitized I thing to a know. 3D printer? 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a vacuum form or a 3D printer, probably. Yeah, and now in in the meantime, it seems like Boomerang in the digitized world can control machinery. It's nonsense. He's that's very odd because at one point it seems like he does want to kill Hack, and then he's like, "No, I don't want to kill you. I want you to bring me back." Yeah, well, why would he kill robotic arms earlier? Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, In the meantime, uh, Reggie's favorite part of the issue. uh, You get the idea. This is where you get the. Uh, rule of everybody's going by their quote-unquote base instincts when Harley is going, realizes that she's near Croc's uh, cell and goes in, and it is sexy time with Croc and June Moon. Oh, yeah. They, they are, they are getting down and dirty, and I, it is gross. Glow. I think that that panel with them sitting there, awesome. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I, good. Actually, I love the fact that it's gross because as you go into it, you realize they're basically sitting in sewer water with yeah. rats crawling with, around. With dead just, rats and shit. It even looks like so... that's what Croc has been eating. And yeah, Possibly, it's not yeah. sugar-coated. It's, uh, but is, yeah. It's and... not really that. It's, it's, like a, it's a funny because it's sort of a ro- romantic-ish scene, although it's still creepy because she's like, it you know. It is kind of romantic, though, though, you know. But, yeah. happy. She's going to get a yeast infection. She looks happy. She's going to get crabs. Uh, she she looks she very happy, though. But in the meantime, I also didn't mention that while this is all going on, Amanda Waller is talking to Harley over, like, the, the intercom, the comms or whatever. And that's not even because, oh, it's not affecting you, uh, you know, Amanda. Oh, it is, but you, you don't even know. Like, I'm what? fighting it, baby. Yeah, I'm yeah. fighting. She's sweating. There's, like, yeah. shaking lights coming off her. It's like, just, come on, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. Well, just Harley's plan. Just leave the prison. How about that? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. communicate. Get away from this thing. Harley's big plan, though, is to get June Moon, uh, to get the Enchantress. So to do this, she's going to tase June Moon, who is pretty much out of it. I think Croc might have slipped her some rofies, actually. I think, she, no, I think, she's I completely think out of it. He gave her dick that was deep, so deep, oh, so deep, gracious. put her ass to sleep. <laughs> I think <laughs> it might be. It might be, but yeah, she's there. And uh, Harley is going to use, she uses a taser to do that. Croc's mad because I, you know, Croc's like, oh, you know, don't do that to her. I love her. And then in the meantime, you go and you see uh Boomerang coming back, digitized, yeah. or at least wanting to, but no, we know Eric, he was think, going you to. You think that if you grabbed me by the neck and smashed my head into the wall, a cement wall enough to crack it, that would yeah, probably you, damage. dead boy, yeah, I'd you'd probably be coming back from that. But yeah. Harley has uh, meta powers, right? Well, she, no. has, she does have no. her hair in a bunch. She, so. she should be dead. She should be dead ten times over. Well, I'm actually afraid of June Moon laying there tased out with all that water. She's going to yeah, drown. Uh, she might Could drown. Everybody's well, yeah. going to go, but at least Croc has his jorts on. That's everybody's I mean, fucking big deal. He's it's got a, It's on. a small nitpick, but, uh, I mean, because Croc throws everyone into the walls, and the walls always crack, but it's like, yeah, come yeah. on. This is like, Harley Quinzel is just a, she's, she's just, just a, a person woman. with white skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's. There's yep. no reason. She should be dead. Her neck the, should be broken. Whatever. The big thing that I love Har- about Harley, especially in like a Suicide Squad where she's there, is the fact that she's so fucking crazy. Now, here she isn't. She's sane. But she's so crazy that she actually almost thinks she can't get hurt. And she throws herself into things. And yeah. right here, she should be dead. She should be completely dead. Uh, but, yeah, it ends with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Boomerang wanting to come back like a boomerang. And mm-hmm. it says the next issue is the Ballad of Boomerang, but now we get our standard backups. And I have to say, the backups to me, I do like this backup. Uh, yeah, I like the, the art. Uh, the problem is I, I'm just kind of sick. I, I almost tune out when these things uh, go, even though I was like, huh, you know what? This is okay. It actually is a little different, but in general, I, I'm really not that interested. I'll be in honest. I probably anymore. enjoyed the backup here more than the really? A story. I don't oh, hate the A story either, but 
I mean, I think the art in this is phenomenal. Yeah, you I know? love it. It's really highly stylized. I don't know if I would want to see a whole superhero comic like this, but this is yeah. a great application. I would love yeah. to see more of this artist. And uh, like you say, the story is pretty pretty okay. It, you know, it, it, I'm show, saying, it shows it's not us even, the relationship. Yeah, I'm not saying the story's bad. It's just when I when I get to these backups, I'm already yeah. like, here we go again. And and we've been waiting for the June Moon Enchantress one. It is pretty good. I have to admit, yeah. once I started reading it, it's a pretty good kind of like a horror comic. That's pretty, you know, kick-ass you have. But you tell us about it, Reggie. I'm fucking stepping on your toes like everybody says. I oh, you want to you want to go through the whole? I mean, she. No, she, you can just tell us what exactly. You know, we don't have to go tit for tat for it. But oh, you can, all right. You know, I mean, exactly I, I you know, I like the fact that it shows this struggle within her between Enchantress. And June Moon, and there's like this resentment, which, uh, you know, I, I think all of us, we probably know the least about Enchantress, and she actually is, probably has the most character changes over time. People just represent her differently. So yeah. at least this shows why she's reluctant to be Enchantress all the time or why she can't do mm -hmm. that. Uh, and that she can also take, you know, she can take some back from Enchantress. While yeah, she's I didn't being, know that. I, I'm yeah. not that... You know, learn it on Enchantress. So when that happened, I thought, oh, that's crazy that June I don't Moon think can that's actually use. I'll be honest. For years, I don't think they they had her with a with a regular identity. She was just Enchantress, like like yeah. Zatanna is just always Zatanna. You know that was the way Enchantress was. Well, the last time, I think the last time we saw her in the uh, you know DCU was in the first couple issues of yeah. Justice League Justice Dark, League where Dark, like yeah. she was the big bad that they had to take out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, she was, was always doing there, terror. Yeah, she was also. I think wasn't she also in Demon Knights? Maybe not. I thought she was. Maybe she was. She I didn't read been. all of Demon Knight, so. Uh, was but Madame if she was, she Madame was Xanadu, I think, was in that. You was. might be That's getting it confused. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that earlier this week. Uh, I just, I never knew that June Moon actually could take some of that power and yeah. use some of that. I, I really hope, dug that aspect. that'll be important later, you know? No, like, I hope we're not just being, yeah. learning something that's stupid. But I'm we'll telling see. you, the, the, when she hits the demon, that, pa that little panel there, or big panel, actually, Fucking awesome. That actually oh, yeah. is probably, I think, the best art in the whole book, that panel right there, besides sexy croc and June Moon. Yeah. <laughs> I do really like that. You have the like mystical symbol when she connects and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I liked that was pretty lot. good. Uh, what, would, what did you give it, Reggie, overall? Well, in the end, uh, to be honest, I probably leaned a lot of my score to the art in the second part. I thought the main story was kind of nonsense and didn't have a lot of point to it. I gave it 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'd go 6.5 as well. And uh, like you said, and I, again, I did. I don't want to misrepresent myself by saying that I didn't like the backup. What I was saying is once we get done the story, it almost, not that I'm surprised, but I kind of always am. It's like, oh, here we go, another backup. And then yeah. as I went, it was pretty good. But uh, next, I guess we have one more issue. It's, it's weird Eric? because Eric, we're, we're having score? No, I did. I'm just saying. Did I get my score? Did I say that I did six Eric, five? Eric yeah. didn't give a score. No, he didn't give a score yet. Six point five out of ten. Yeah. That's All right. Pretty, pretty good score. But yeah, uh, I guess we have one more issue before the big crossover where Boomerang's going to come back. It says the battle. I, I would Boomerang. have thought the next one would be the. Isn't the crossover basically in December? I mean, it that's was. Next it's issue. it's weird. Me and Eric said it. It's it's the end of December. Throws us off. It's at the end of December. Oh, uh, weird. And yeah, unless. I would think that but it's, it's not going to come. Right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, it four yeah. It goes or? in, and we we said it kind of throws me off that for synergy, uh, I would have liked it to be in December, the whole December, and get it done before the end of the year. Not that it matters that it crosses. No, the but yeah, year. yeah, that's how just I feel about it. Just doesn't seem too. right. It just seems yeah. weird. Like you want to start the new year with something else, and we're going to have this crossover. But uh, we're going to stop a minute, uh, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome to your Indie Instant, brought to you by Ben Dupay here from Nerd Church Radio and Christian Falds from the Salty Playground Podcast. Say hi, Christian. Hey, what's going on? See, that's where you're supposed to say hi, Christian. After I say that, <laughs> I said I yeah. said hey. It's a yeah. it's a synonym. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. This week, we are reviewing something that I am totally in, like, a foreign land here with this one. I'm just trying to uh, trying to figure it out, and, you know, the, write- the writers didn't exactly make it easy for me. But we are reviewing uh, Stargate Atlantis Gateways, which is a story, it's actually, uh, it doesn't get much more indie than this, I guess, because, well, I guess it does, maybe, but the... the the publisher is American Mythology Productions, which is one I've I've not heard of ever. Have you heard of them, Christian? No, uh, only when I started researching this. Um, so yeah, it's the only only thing that's more indie is is well web comics. Yeah, or self publishing, or yeah, stuff like that. So um, Stargate Atlantis. It was by the way created by Robert C. Cooper and Brad Wright. Covers on this were by Matt Weringo. Um, and then the writer of this book is Mark L. Haynes and J.C. Vaughn. Artist and anchor is Scotty Watson. Uh, and coloring is done by Gene Jimenez, or Jimenez. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I gotta, I gotta say, like, it's a number one issue, um, but they do reference the TV show quite a bit in it, so it was like... You know, there were parts where it's like they reference something, and then at the bottom they say, and this happened in Stargate Atlantis Season 3, of course. I'm like, of course it did. How how could I not know that? <laughs> yeah, no, um, first of all, uh, um, I, I have a joke that I have to do just because it, it was too easy. So when you're reading this and you're saying you were... You are out of out of place with this. Would you say reading this, you are a stranger in a strange land? Exactly. Yes, that is, and I'm assuming that's some kind of Stargate Atlantis joke. No, that is a sci-fi joke. That's a <laughs> one over uh, a book by Robert Heinlein. Oh, okay, cool. You you and your sci-fi. Yeah, you you are a sci-fi lover, and I am too, actually. You know, I'm I I'm trying. I'm starting to like make the distinction between sci-fi and like. You know, Star Wars isn't really sci-fi, I wouldn't say as much. It's more fantasy. Yeah, adventure fantasy stuff, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning that, like, you know, sci-fi has some it, some it actual... so many fantasy tropes. Oh, there's a kid on a farm, and it turns out he's really important to the plot, and he's going to save the universe. It's so, so many, so, so... It's Lord of the Rings, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually it is, which is funny, because I was reading... Seven to Eternity, that has a lot of... Like, that's like Lord of the Rings if it took a bunch of acid and then had nightmares all night. That's that's what Seven to Eternity would be, but... Um, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. Have you read that yet? No, I... I, I uh... I... It's Image, right? Yeah, yeah, man, and it is fantastic. I gave it a damn near perfect rating on our show. I, I get scared reading it, uh image titles sometimes if I don't know the writers like because I've I've tried doing different image and dark horse titles and I have been burned like glitter bomb which is just the worst thing that's that of, of all time oh really yeah see I I feel the opposite I feel well I not about glitter bomb I haven't read that one but there there are a lot of image titles that I really like um they're they're probably my they're my second favorite publisher after DC comics so 
Um, well, yeah, with what Marvel's doing, it's it's not hard to, to not have someone else take yeah, points. Uh, don't even don't even get me started. Which, speaking of that, I, I did want to make a point because, like you said, this comic book, uh, Stargate Atlantis Gateways number one, keeps referencing the show, and uh, and yeah, for someone like you who's never read it, it's really confusing. But I was thinking about it and. Marvel at least does this with Spider-Man because if you go through a Spider-Man comic, you'll almost every other page see this happened in Spider-Verse. This happened during Superior Spider-Man. This happened during. And you're just like, what the? Oh my God! Why do you keep self-referencing yourself all the goddamn time? Well, but that see to me is like okay. So Marvel, I I almost expect that sort of treatment from from Marvel or DC because all of their stories exist within a greater universe, but. To me, this, like, if you're trying... I don't know. I guess it depends on what they were trying to do here. Because if they were trying to make a comic book where they're, they want to bring on new readers for Stargate Atlantis, I feel like they did a horrendous job at that here. If they, if they were trying to make something that was, like, fan service to all of the existing fans of Stargate Atlantis, then, yeah, I'm sure they did a really good job. It just all went totally over my head because I, they, they didn't give me names or... I mean, it, it's really hard to sort of understand the sequence of events here, so... Yeah, no, uh, I think that uh, they almost kind of wanted it both ways because... This is this comic book is to to you know kind of finally give closure to Stargate Atlantis, but I think also they 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 want you know new readers on it, and yeah, it's totally alienating to new readers to see to keep seeing self references to stuff that you've never read before, or well, it have been washed because it does reference the apparently there was another arc before this, but it also references that comics that four issue comic run. Oh, and really? also, yeah, but then it also references uh, everything that happened in the TV show. And let me tell you, this Stargate Atlantis didn't end last year. It ended, oh, I was in high school, so at least over six years ago. Right. And, and uh, it's been a minute for me since I've watched it. I It's not on Netflix, and, and so I haven't been able to rewatch it. The only thing that I... I've been using recently to go get my Stargate fix. Is there's a podcast I listen to that goes through week week by week and watches one episode. Mm, that's and reviews cool. It. Oh, it's amazing. What yeah. are they called, by the way? Uh, it's a uh, No Place Like Terra with uh, Nixie and Grace. Nice. One of them's one of them's a huge Stargate fan. Lo- she loves Stargate, and then her friend uh, was com- is completely new to Stargate. So you get both perspectives on it. It's pretty good. Wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I might. I think like after this, like it, it has at least gotten me to a point where like I kind of want to watch the movie. My one of my co-hosts from the DC show, Josh, um, he he mentioned that the the film is actually really good. Um, and then I know there's TV shows and stuff as well. What what do you think of the film? Well, uh, I actually am not a, a a huge fan of the film, which is weird because it has. Uh, Kurt Russell in it, and uh, what's his name? He did the voice of Ultron in uh, Age of Ultron. I know who you're talking about, but I'm not actually sure of what his name is. He's in Blacklist. Uh, Yep, yep, Blacklist, yep. I can't think of his name, and it upsets me. Yeah. Uh, But he's he's in it. Uh, But 
it, it never resonated with me. I didn't pick Stargate up till the TV show came out. Um, and not it's even that. Uh, James, James Spader, by the way. James, yeah, James Spader. Thank you very much. <laughs> Internet. Uh, woohoo! Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't fall into Stargate until later uh, when it was on Sci Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. It had to be season six. Because uh, they still had Jack O'Neill on, but it wasn't it wasn't the new guy, and they still had General Hammond, so it's either for season five or six. Right. Um, and it was, I, I I fell in love with it. You know, the people were like, I am a Stargate, uh, Stargate. I am a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. I am firmly a Stargate fan. I watched all the spinoffs. I I loved it. Which Stargate Atlantis was a spinoff of the original TV show Stargate SG One. Okay, cool. So, um, just, just, you know, if, if you could do like a short recap of this book and just sort of give people an idea of front to back, like, you know, what, what kind of happened here? What, what went on or what were the main sequence of events? Cause I understood some of it, but some of it kind of went over my head. Yep. Uh, so if everyone, anyone who, who watched Ari Atlantis knows, uh, they, Atlantis crashed in the San Francisco Bay after they defeated the Wraith at the uh, season finale uh, using the wormhole drive, and I am talking gibberish to anyone who doesn't know Stargate. <laughs> so was this? This was kind of like so. This kind of takes place directly after the TV show, then. Yeah, and I think the uh, the small arc they did, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty close to after the TV show. Okay, cool. Um. And they leave because, what, from what I can gather, what I can piece together is, in the last uh, comic book arc, uh, they, uh, they had a guy come in that uh, they found on the moon for some reason, mm-hmm. and uh, he hacked their computer and basically made it so that if they, if, if they don't do anything, all their ZPMs will explode. Which, again, that's all total gibberish. But yeah, I was wondering what ZPMs were. Well, okay, I gotta explain so much. There's so much good stuff. So the ZPMs are are uh, reference to zero point modules. They uh, they have a they take energy from a uh, a small part of subspace. They basically, I think, they tap into the uh, false vacuum of space. I, I believe that's the theory that they ran off there. Okay. Um, False vacuum theory. They do a lot of astrophysics in later Stargate. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, but uh, those are developed. In fact, the whole city of Atlantis was developed by a race of beings that came before us called the Ancients, uh, who uh, d- did interbreed with us. So some of us had like they mentioned the ancient gene in this episode. Mm-hmm. This episode. This issue. I'm already doing it. Yeah. Uh, no. I I do it too, man. Even even with DC stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, since they interbred, there's some people with the ancient gene, and anyone that has that can still access ancient technology because it recognizes them as an uh, as an ancient. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, zero point modules explode, and basically, if they exploded, it'd be like one of them would be worse than a. If I had to guess. It'd probably destroy a quarter of the world because you're. It's that much how much energy is releasing, and there are three of them in Atlantis. Okay. So they decide to get the fuck out 
and they leave Earth, and because they have, because the ZPMs are overloading themselves, mm-hmm. they have to drain energy away. So they in, either go, well, either we can put it to the shield, or we can go to the wormhole drive. And the wormhole drive is something they are induced either the second to last episode or the last episode of Stargate Atlantis, where it was an experimental technology where you could uh, instantaneously travel between uh, two points in space by creating a wormhole, uh, which it's what all the Stargates do. That's how all the Stargates work, is they create wormholes between each gate. But because it's between set destinations, there's less calculations involved. So it's very, very reliable transport. Doing it like this on a ship, uh, if one minor detail is fucked up, you could end up do it. It would just not be good. Bad okay. stuff happen. And so they decided to, to use the wormhole drive, which I was like, really? Really? We're, we're doing this? Alright. And they blink back to the Pegasus galaxy, and yay, they're back they're back in the Pegasus galaxy, so we're, we're now back to Stargate Atlantis and going to be in its home universe. Okay, and this is the part where they're kind of docked, like the, the city, or ship, which... The ship is a city in itself, correct? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is. Uh, the story of Atlantis was it was actually on Earth originally. It was one of the uh, ancient ships. Uh, they used it to explore the Pegasus galaxy, which... I think is a little bit farther than, than the Andromeda Galaxy from the Milky Way. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, they had to leave it because they fucked up royally in that uni- in that galaxy. They uh, accidentally, through genetic manipulation, created a race of aliens that uh, needed to feed off the life force. Like, quite literally, like... Uh, uh, or they would die, and they became what were known are known as the Wraith in the Pegasus Galaxy. Like if, uh, and I say life force, cause that, but they're kind of like real. They're like human sized. Uh, um, I'm trying to think over here. Human sized leeches, almost. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so they just kind of drain you, and and but they have to do that to feed, otherwise they die. And so they lost. The, they were losing the war against them. So they decided to sink their city uh, and leave and go back to the Milky Way because their Stargate they had in the in the city could go to the uh, Stargate they had back on uh, Earth. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I know. It's, I, I think it, I think I'm following so far. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like Stargate had uh, Stargate had the movie. SG-1, which was, I want to say 11 seasons, is, I think they did more than 10, so I think it was 11 seasons. Uh, Stargate Atlantis had 5 or 6, and then Stargate Universe had 2. So that is, a, it It has a lot of lore to go behind, go go on it. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's actually how in this universe, the, the uh, in this TV universe, how the uh, Legend of Atlantis started, because the agents had to sink the ship, sink the city and leave. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah. A lot of this stuff kind of went over my head, so I'm I'm just kind of following along with you here. Sorry, I'm not as as talkative on the story end of things here. I'm just sort of trying to soak it all in. Well, we'll soak it all in because it's good stuff. 
Yeah, no. Even it, it, though this issue isn't really great for new readers, and it really upsets me because I want, I'm like, I want new people to pick this up and go, man, I really like this. Where can I get more of this shit? And then go back to watch a TV show, and then maybe, maybe one day, sci-fi will make another Stargate show. It probably won't. Ha- Actually, it might now. Stargate's doing original programming again. Thank God. Yeah, they're they're picking up actually. Kind of concerned with uh, DC Comics, but they're they're doing like the Krypton show. Did you know about that? What? Yeah, they're doing a show about Krypton, like just before Superman existed and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I know yeah. they picked up a couple comic book shows because they got Dark Matter, which was originally a uh, TV idea, and then the guy made a comic out of it. And then it got picked up as a TV show. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Dark Matter. Matter that, oh, that was it's so good. I still haven't seen the second season yet, but it, it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was really good. It's on Netflix. That's how I caught up with it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's when I saw the the first you know season or whatever, and then I, I Josh just told me the other day, which he's one of our other co-hosts. He t- he told me the other day that it's it's. Season two is up, so I'll probably be watching that pretty soon here. Actually, yeah, it's got a really good space western feel, which I always dig. Yeah, um, man, that that and Firefly is another one that I'm trying to get the time for. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, I tried to watch Firefly once, and it it was just kind of I don't know, man. It, it's it, too it, Joss Whedon-y. Yeah, and I love Josh Whedon, but yes, uh, at times it's like. Yeah, they, they Josh Whedon is the only word to describe that. He just has a sort of style that can be a little bit overbearing at times. I'm probably like one of the few nerds out there that's like, yeah, no, I don't take Josh Whedon. I I can only make it through five seasons of Buffy and everything else since then. I have not enjoyed that he's done or outright hated. I hated his Marvel movies with a passion. Yeah, well. Yeah, okay, so I I was one of the few people who thought that, like, you know, a, uh, Avengers 1 wasn't that, I don't know, it just wasn't that great to me. You know. Avengers 1 was better than Age of Ultron, that's where he really messed oh, up. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I agree it was better than Age of Ultron. I, I think, like, the fact that everyone loved uh, Avengers 1 can kind of be attributed just to the fact that they... It was the first time. Well, they wanted to see everyone on the same screen yeah. and stuff, and that was kind of a novelty in itself, but I, I just didn't feel like the story was there for me, you know? Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I well, mean, yeah, no, the, uh, I can't remember the guys who, who are in charge now. He's because Joss Whedon is in charge. It's the two brothers. Uh, uh, Russo Bros. Yeah, and I'm really happy because, oh my god, every movie they've done has been a ama- Civil War. I watched it three times opening weekend, and that's how much I love that movie. Yeah, man, it, it was it was a. I mean, and I I almost wonder because they those two didn't really have much of like a. I don't know, man. They they didn't really have much of a uh, <clears throat> a, a movie background before this, so it, it's interesting to think about. You know, did did Marvel get them so they could just kind of like have someone that'll follow their vision or whatever, or did they, you know, did they get them because they're good? Because they, they had no background with that stuff at all, you know? I think, because they weren't in charge originally, I think they were first on uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and that went over real well. Yeah, but before that, they, it was like community. They were sitcom directors. Ah. And well. that, that was like what I thought was funny. It was like they, they directed like uh, sitcom... They were- 
they were TV directors originally? Yeah, they, they had never... Oh, that makes a lot of sense then. Okay. Yeah, before the Marvel shows, they had never really done stuff like this, so I just thought it was kind of interesting. You know, it's like, you gotta wonder if Marvel picked them up just, just so that they would have someone that would maybe kind of stick to their bigger picture, because, you know, they're all about yeah. synergy, I guess is the word. Well, I think I think that they have their their own hand in their creative stuff, but definitely coming from sitcom directing, especially any type of TV director, generally uh, from all the TV directors I've ever heard talk or writers hear talk, basically they're the writers' bitches. They do whatever the writers tell them to do. They don't really have a lot of play, so that right. means that we're getting more of a heavy hand with how the writers actually of the of the movies want to do. So right, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, uh, anyway, back yeah, to we're eight. we're off the rails here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they get back to the Pegasus Galaxy, and they're like, "Well, what should we do?" And it's decided through some some intense dialogue between yeah uh, the the new director. I can't remember his goddamn name, but he uh, he has some terse words. Richard is his first name. I think it's Walmsley. I but I can't remember it. It's going to upset me. He was only in it after they took Carter out because of the IOA. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he's exchanging some heated blows with verbally with the IOA chick that's there now, and because the IOA has to stick their noses in the freaking goddamn everything, um, uh, doesn't agree with anything that Stargate's doing. Like, again, big shocker. IOA doesn't like what the Stargate people are doing. Uh, which, by the way, it's the interplayer. It I always stands for Interplanetary Oversight Association or Authority Oversight Authority. I, th- I think uh, it's basically for a long time. Stargate was just ran in, by America, and then I think it was when Anubis attacked uh, the the world, and we we did defeat him. But he was literally right on top of Earth, and we had w- only one ship. And the rest of the world went, "Holy shit!" What? What has America been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's when the rest of the world got involved and the uh, IOA got founded so that every every nation got involved in the Stargate program and the Atlantis expedition was the first uh, multinational uh, expedi- uh, sol- uh, expedition. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, just more backstory. Anyway, uh, so he defends himself and goes, basically, hey, as long as I'm in charge... I'm gonna I'm gonna look after my people because they're my responsibility. When if if they ever take me out of being in control, then whoever's in charge can do however they want to do it. But this is the way I'm gonna run it. Um, and which is basically every Stargate commander's response is, yeah, I don't care what you say. I'm gonna run it the the way that I think think is the best until you take get rid of me. Um, but then they interview the guy that. Uh, that caused all this. Turns out he blames Commander uh, Shepard for love his life, Dr. Weir dying, which she died season... I want to say, say season three? Oh, okay. I think season four, Amanda Carter took over. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that when I read it. Yeah, no, I, actually, I give uh, Atlantis a lot of props because it was probably the most diverse cast at the very beginning. Um... It was led by a woman, and there was, uh, it w- and it was a mixed uh, a mixed cast of 
women, guys, and uh, and all all races. It was it was really it was really good. That's cool. Yeah. Um, gotta want. I gotta wonder if that's like a. I mean, is is sci-fi normally pretty good about that or? Um, I I, I can't because back in the day it was just a lot of Stargate and Battlestar Galactica. And Battlestar Galactica had a bunch of white people in it, didn't it? Um, you know, it's actually another one that I still have not seen. You're you're yeah. All, all the sins. It's okay. Battle, I didn't like Battlestar Galactica, so. Yeah, I I I have never seen that one. That's that's another one that I I keep trying to get time for, but it's like, man, there's so many comics that I'm reading. It's hard to find even find time for television sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, I can I can understand that, especially since we gotta we gotta read a book for another thing that. Uh, it'll come up later. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they end up landing at the planet they left from, so they're back where they started, woohoo! Right. And uh, they do a bunch of techno jargon, which doesn't actually really work out. Um, maybe it's just because, maybe the scales have fallen my eyes a bit after, you know, learning how to program and learning how to do IT work. I, I went... You're just saying a bunch of techno jargon, and none of it. I, I can understand what you're trying to say, but this is not the best way to go about it. It's like, oh, we need to do this, oh, and, and oh no, we should do this instead. I'm like, those are synonyms. What are you doing? Yeah, and that that was a lot of what was kind of off-putting about it for me too. Was like just the technical jargon, and you know, kind of trying to figure out how to decipher that that whole code. Yeah, no, it was like they're trying to do it Star Trek wise, and I'm like, and and there was. Some techno it uh, wasn't an SG one really till later seasons, but Atlantis did have techno babble, but it wasn't uh, computer techno babble. It was always here's here's a complicated astrophysics thing, and, I was, and, and it would dumb it down for you to you where you can understand. You're like, I understand astrophysics thing now. Yeah, I don't have to know <laughs> a bunch of calculus to understand it. Thank you, Stargate. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that but they were they reboot the whole city and they get uh, to and they restore it to an older version, and hey, the virus is gone, and that's where the uh, issue leaves off of. I think is is no, uh, Daedalus comes and and this is where I'm really confused because there's some ships attack, but I can't remember anyone having no, did they? I don't remember how they got ships. It's it's was that during the Replicator Wars? I don't remember. See, that's the thing is it's been so long since I've seen Stargillanus. When I saw, oh, why does Taylor's people have ships? That's did that? Ha- I can't remember when that happened. And it, uh, and it looked like similar to our architecture, so it was it was weird. Um, hmm. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, they. They they make peace and they find out what's going on and that's kind of the uh, issue. Um, oh, by the way, just want to let you know, Ben. So you don't see him much, but did you see the guy with the dreadlocks every now and then in the panel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's uh, Jason Momoa. Oh no way! He was on that show. It was his. It was his first big show before uh, before Game of Thrones. It was yeah. This was his first big show. Oh and wow! He was in Stargate Atlantis and he's going to be playing uh, Aquaman in the new movie, and if they don't make a Stargate Atlantis reference in it, I'm going to be upset because he started off in Stargate Atlantis and he's in another thing that involves Atlantis. I want a reference. Yeah, yeah, I'm, he, he's a great actor, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see his his interpretation of uh, of Aquaman. 
Um, so, so as someone that's read this, you know, or that's seen all the the shows and stuff, like what what would you rate this on a star rating? If I had to rate it using the weird science thing, it would be probably a seven point five or seven because. Yeah, it made a lot of very specific references that I couldn't remember because it's been so long. I think they got to remember that it has been a real long time since Atlantis was around. And it's not... I think it's on Hulu now, but I, I got rid of Hulu because it's one of the most aggravating uh, subscription services for videos that ever exists because of the ads. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily easily accessible, so... Not a lot of people have probably rewatched it recently, so they need to not be so. Or if they are, they should do some exposition about it, just so it reminds everyone, or either reminds everyone, or for people who don't know, who don't remember, or who or who don't know, it it sparks something in them. But I have to give it that high of a score because I. It's it's Stargate and anything Stargate I'm gonna gobble up because it's it's Stargate. I'm a super fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, I think I I don't know, man. I I give it a four out of ten. I think for me because I I am not a new reader and I feel like as someone who's like like man, I I really wanted to pick this up and try it, you know, and give it my all and try and understand the story and stuff. But I also don't have time to go back and watch however many seasons of this show there are. It's just story-wise, I I really gave it a really low score because I felt like they made it really difficult to understand what was going on, you know. But um, the the only thing that kind of gave it points was was the artwork, which I felt like was okay. It it wasn't it wasn't I don't know. There were some panels that bugged me, but over, I wasn't a big fan of the art. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't like the way they drew people and like had shadows and stuff. I just I felt like it was kind of a some of it was a cop out. But they did do really good backgrounds and spaceships and stuff. So you know you got to give them points for that, I suppose. But I felt like some of the panel layout and stuff. I don't know, man. Like I feel like they just could have introduced characters to us in better fashions. They could have. Uh, they they could have made this a, a much better story as far as the storytelling aspect of it goes. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it, it gets a three out of ten for me, I think. Or yeah, what you went down a full point. Or four out of ten, I guess. Yeah, sorry. No, you, go, you can stay yeah, with three. I, I get three or four, three point five, I guess. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't I don't want to bash it too hard because yeah. again, I'm I'm a new reader to this stuff, and but. At but the same no, time, a new should be, it's a number one, so you should be a new reader should be able to pick it up and go, okay, I kind of go, I understand what's going on here because it's number one. Yeah, a new reader's perspective is actually, you know, it's important because, like, you know, I I think like stuff like this, this is why it'll stay kind of a cult thing. You know, if, if they made it a little more universal and easy to understand, it, I think it would it would probably go somewhere. But I yeah. I, I really don't see this getting you know getting printed for much longer um honestly i just because well it only exists because of the kickstarter they did for it oh really yeah oh wow i didn't know that yeah well i hate to be so hard on and stuff because i'm sure a lot of work went into it no no yeah but you i I mean you're not saying anything like there's difference between being negative and being and having constructive criticism and i i like to think here we're here at weird science 
We're all about constructive criticism. <laughs> that's why Brian Hitch should be taken off Justice League. Yes, that's that's it's another constructive yes. criticism. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Constructive but, criticism for DC. For Brian, it's like, man, just stop writing. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, that, it's less constructive but, and more just like, just stop. It's very constructive for the whole of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, like, and I hate, I hate to say this because, it's, but it is one of the good things that Marvel does do is the first page of every goddamn comic they print, it has at least, uh, at the very least, it has a summary of what's been going on. And who the and who all the characters are involved in. Yeah. Sometimes it even has pictures of who every character is and their names. So like, okay, I kind of know what's going on because I know at least, at least for Black Panther, we always get a picture of everyone who's going to be involved and other people that are involved in the arc that may not be in the issue and their names. And yeah. but every issue has the first page. It's a summary of how this character was created. Like Spider Man, every time it's one day he was bit by a radioactive spider. Now he's the me and like yeah, I know that. But you know, it also gives a summary of everything that's been going down. You're like, okay, I, I, I may not have read the past ten issues, and now I'm reading this, and I'm, I'm still, I can, I can pick it up. But that, and that's a really great idea for something like this. They should have at least done something like that to be like, hey, for new readers, do 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 do. Right, yeah, it's just kind of service to the readers. So, yeah. um, we are over on time as usual. So, um. Really quick before we go, uh, I do want to mention the fact that we are, you know, talking about probably starting like some sort of uh, book club podcast. Where we're gonna first book we're gonna discuss is Dune, um, and I think it's gonna be like a sci-fi book club type thing. Uh, more info on that to come in the future. Um, but yeah, we're kind of getting that together right now, so we will we will keep you all appraised of the details on that stuff. Um, and then Chris, Christian, did you have anything else? Before we, you know, did did you want to shamelessly plug, like I'm about to do? Uh, sure. Um, I'll I'll shamelessly plug. All right. So Ben does a podcast called Nerd Church Radio. It comes <laughs> out. It comes out. Uh, there's a, a Sunday a Sunday one, right? That's the DC stuff. Or uh, normally Saturday this week. It's probably Sat- going to be Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Tuesday you have the indie, and then every other Wednesday you have the. Uh, well, not indie. It's strict. I think it's mo- it's basically imaged. Yeah, uh, it's, imaged we Tuesdays. call it indie Tuesdays because there are times we do like dark horse stuff and things like that on there. But yeah, it's yeah mostly image stuff. And then every other Wednesday they go deep, deep down to the depths of one specific comic book. Exactly. Uh, the last episode had Jim Warner in it from Weird Science, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know, I listened to that episode, and then it was hard listening to the Wonder because you both did spotlights on it, I think, and I was like, well, now I know everything about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I listened so, to it like three times that week, I was like... So much Wonder Woman happening. Um, yeah, yeah, and Christian does a podcast called Salty Playground. And are you guys, I still don't know this, but are you guys weekly, or...? Uh, normally we are weekly, um... We should, and, uh, we've missed two weeks in total of our whole thing. Uh, this week, we're, we're going to be back on track. At the very least, we're going to have our RPG episode up next week, which will be our first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not next week. Uh, we're doing that, recording that tomorrow, uh, and that should be coming up Sunday, because I do three audio things when I edit. I truncate silence, I level all the audio out, and then I limit how loud it can be, and then I send it out. That's right. all I do editing. Right. Uh, but... Uh, so our, and our first 
RPG review is going to be over Pathfinder, and specifically the the adventure path Rise of the Rune Lords. Um, it's going to take us a while to go through the whole goddamn adventure path, but afterwards, we're we're going to be playing through it first, uh, doing a live play for a, a let's play for that, and then reviewing it afterwards, and then hopefully we should be going over uh, at least all the DC shows that came out this past week, um, except for Gotham. Uh, Jacob still won't be joining us because he's still like it's it's the, the stuff he's going through just got worse, so. I don't want to go into specifics because that's his thing, and I don't want to share stuff he doesn't want to share. But if you know, if any of you, if any of you pray or anything, just give 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 good vibes over over to to my co-host. Awesome, we will do that. Um, yeah, awesome, good deal. Well, yeah, and I'll be listening to your stuff as soon as it releases. So, very cool. Well, with that, we are at forty minutes here, so I again, again, yeah, that seems to be like our that's our sweet spot, I guess. So, all right, I am gonna sign us off, everyone. Uh, we will send you back to Jim and Eric, and read a comic today. This is how we do it. And we're back. We're back down All the right. podcast. We are back. You, you picking yourself up a little, Eric? You were a little I'm trying. I feel really you, off today. But you're not hungover, right? You told me earlier uh, when you woke up that you when were not I woke that up, hungover. I didn't, feel, you weren't. I didn't feel bad, but as the day progressed, it got worse and worse, it really? seemed like. Yeah, you're starting, to, you're starting to feel it, huh? You are starting to feel it. It's crazy, Eric. The guy is drunk. Yes, he is. I, I actually was laughing. <laughs> they hung over a bit of shame, on... a bit of embarrassment. It all comes bit together. Hello, weird science. Yeah, you you were you were crazy. I, I forgot to ask you if you were hung over. I'm sure that people wanted to know, but because then we're talking, and I'm like, is is he falling asleep again? Uh, just just so everybody knows, we we did mention, but you did tell me that you legitimately did fall off your chair at one point. I like I, I was trying to get up, and I just rolled off the side and landed on the floor and just laid there for a bit. <laughs> Good. Oh, it was, was the worst. It was your shining moment, Eric. Segregation, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was I so know, weird. right? Uh, just listen to uh, and and G even said in the chat that you did give me enough sounds, uh, sound bites. I I only I have. I think 24 sound bites. That is from within like a five minute span. I really do have to go back and and comb all of this. I, this, this is my favorite one. <laughs> Doing fucking was... gin and iced tea. It's not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you were mad because you said this. Uh, it had no tonic. Yeah, no tonic, Eric. I had no tonic, no Jim. Tonic. I am so drunk right now. I love talking to Toby. I just want to talk to Toby off air all night. Ah. Uh, there's Beautiful one stuff. I don't think I grabbed the one where you just you started talking to Reggie and you like petered out and then you came back like not even talking about what you were talking about before but yeah why can't we have some goddamn black heroes in the regular universe why that do yeah. their own thing say it drunky <laughs> really yeah. this drunky guy he, who is laughing I hate them <laughs> that, is, that is probably that and the segregation of me solid gold I do have to get you trying forcing yourself to try to say uh, Robert Venditti that that was pretty uh, good tonight will be the grand opening of my arteries yes it <laughs> will be uh, but we have one more book Eric now that you're sobered up and we have one more book left and it is not a good one it is a nope. finale 
Uh, but yeah, I even said well, one of the things that I was talking about when you're drunk, I was afraid that you were going to get so drunk that you would not be able to lead the charge with this book because I, I don't know. I, I just don't want to get that angry about this book at all. And I'm going to lean on you. I'm leaning on you, my friend, to, lean to on tell me, me what's going on. Well, what book is it? Justice League of America, number 10, written by Brian Hitch and Tony Bedard with art by Tom Dernick, Daniel Henriquez, Jeremiah Skipper and Clayton Cowles. The finale of JLA has finally come, and really, it hasn't brought anything to the table. Yeah, we have someone uh, new on the script and Tom Derrick drawing instead of Hitch, but it would have taken a miracle to save this series, and it doesn't look like God was taking any notice of this little comic book. No, Rao is no. defeated, and all that seems to be for nothing. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I was thinking as you were you were talking there, I was going through this, and one of the things that we always laugh with books that are incredibly delayed are the variant covers, and this is the John Romita, John Romita Jr. cover, and I know that you want to still put that out for people who are going to buy it, but it's just it seems like it's just a joke. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, well, you know, it, I did the, I did the, I do the best covers of the week, and I put this. We, we had almost none to pick from. So yeah, this, there weren't did, a lot. This of did things. make the list, and I said, oh, it looks like an art image. And then someone else pointed out that this was kind of the connecting image to the justice league variant yeah. of the same month so it, yep. it makes sense when you see but by itself you're like what is going you know why are these yeah. people yeah what's going on well it connects to something lines, that like, was out five on? months ago I, the john ramita jr variant cover was like that was five june months. or may or something like yeah, that it was wasn't crazy it? and you have these and it's just like i'm surprised it's not one of those looney tunes fucking covers <laughs> batman v superman cover yeah really oh, or yeah. batman v superman that's you know that's what happens but uh this issue isn't great. I actually had a lot of hopes. I even said to Eric when it came in, I opened it up and I'm like, oh, wait a second. Brian Hitch is only on plot. They have Tony Bedard on script. I'm like, okay. I know that, you know, they brought him in to clean up some shit and end it. Uh, and I was hoping this was more because they realized Brian Hitch is a hack. It's not. You know That's, that it's just because he's busy with the yeah. Justice League. Say, so they have having Tony, Tony Bedard on script doesn't do anything for me because we're still going to be dealing with the same goddamn yeah, plot. Yeah, I know, now but I'm telling you. another writer doing you another put Tom direction. King, you put Tom King on script, at least he can maybe work some magic to it and make the people talking at least make sense to each other. But really, like you said, Tony Bedard is just like, he has what was the you know scribbles of what Brian Hitch planned to do. I don't even know. I don't know. Again, in my mind, I'm hoping that there was a full script. They're like, this is bullshit. And God, it's not the case. Again, it's just that they wanted to end this. They wanted to get it done so that they could put out a trade. And Brian Hitch is busy writing that fucking hack shit over at Justice League. So they had to have somebody, you know, Tony Bedard come in uh, because it's it's not great. It really isn't. It does tie some things up, but it's just I don't know about you, Eric. I'm reading it. I really didn't care. I just wanted to end. No, it. I didn't and, care either, yeah, man. I, didn't care you, I, I cared. I cared about the last page just because I wanted to see if they would answer any of the lingering questions we had. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Action Comics to a degree where, yes. you know, you have opportunities here. Answer these fucking questions. Nothing well, answered. And and if you want to go in a really roundabout way or like kind of, you know, going to the extreme, these characters and what's going on in this book really does remind me of, say, a civil war where the book was out in the New 52. That's done. We have Rebirth. This happens in the past. So anything that happens, even though you already knew that because it was in the past, but the stuff with Superman dying and stuff like that, we know that that's bullshit. We know that, you know, it doesn't matter. 
We're done yeah. this. It, it it's carried over into another fucking you know another universal change, and this is just old shit. This would be like all of a sudden we find out that you know Robo Batman uh, is still going on, and oh my <laughs> God, Bruce Wayne, he's not alive. Uh, yes, he is. We know all that. It just to me, it just is. Uh, a thing from the past now that I just don't care about. I really don't. I, I think it's nonsense. But uh, tell me about it, Eric. When we start this issue off, I actually kind of had a bit of high hopes because we see Green Lantern leave, leave the ancient Krypton, Krypton. I can't talk now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's the first thing we see him do in this entire goddamn series, really. Like, in the beginning of the series, for some reason, his ring got fucked up because he was uh, out cold. And it mm-hmm. tried to warp him, like open a wormhole back to Oa. And Flash hit him, and somehow this fucked up the whole thing, sent him back 250,000 years in the past on ancient Krypton. No reason why. It just happens. And then all of a sudden, Flash disappears, and he's with the Infinity Corp in 1961 on Earth. No answers about that either. I'm just like, what the fuck, guys? Tell me why any of this this is going on. This whole series has been like that. You just don't get – and really, uh, you know, well, go on. I'll, I'll say what I have to say later. I don't want to interrupt you. I'll say, well, Hal is back now, and he's yeah. he, he has created a he's put a barrier around ancient Krypton, trying to hold back the freaking warriors before they can get so they can put a plan together. And uh, Batman had earlier sent Doctor Silas Stone and Vic Plants his Kryptonian protocols to find a way to try to defeat Ral. Yeah. And apparently, that is two mechas that they're gonna yeah. fucking be in. Now, and is I'll, it weird? Is it weird that I've never really seen that many times where uh, like Hal is actually looks physically exhausted because he says that he can feel them grouping their attacks and it just seemed weird to me i i never saw that that you know the green lantern even though he has a shield around you know he's put a barrier around the planet yeah. but it was just weird that he said that he almost passes out and diana grabs him and he's like oh my god i, I can feel them grouping for their attacks up there it, it just seemed hokey to me I, I don't know his it, willpower it just didn't seem like anything that i've seen now like you said the the funniest thing i thought was you figure all this is going on they they're rushed right they're pretty they they're on a clock here they have oh, yeah. to get these mechas yet fucking Silas still has the time to make them unique fucking mechas that look like each of the characters like you got to make these mechas that they figure out in no time at all to attack you know fight these ancient kryptonians and he makes batman a batman motif yeah i'm like what are you doing like really if they would have if he would have fucking got rid of that and just made a stupid mech and went they might have even been able to stop him before they even attacked it just seemed ridiculous out of nowhere though they have a shitload of other mechas to help them i guess i don't know if they're controlled or they said they're drones yeah they said they're like, but are they being controlled by somebody? Yeah, I, I, I think don't they're know. being controlled by Silas. Uh, the way they were spelled out, I think they are unmanned drones that they come. But yeah, even the cyborg one, it has like a cyborg look to it. The Batman has big bat wings. It's fucking nonsense. This is war, baby. It's not a fashion show. I, I don't know what's hey, going on. This kind uh, of but, thing counts, guys. Style yeah, counts. Really, you I gotta guess. Be right. he, he wants. But in the meantime, though, you're also given this like sense of uh, tension that. The ancient Kryptonians, the longer they're in the sun, they're getting stronger. They're going to get as strong as Superman. So you have that, but I really – I didn't care. I really didn't no. care. It just was, uh, here we go, uh, You know, let's get through this. I, I hate to say that, uh, 
But that's how I felt. I really did. I, I didn't care about it. And they're fighting, and it just was page after page of fighting uh, until you oh, go. We finally and... got to see fucking Aquaman. He used to yeah. try it in Poseidon. Yeah. yeah, you do. But, you know, like, that's the big like thing we get because they had to get these weapons, the, uh, the Bolt of Zeus and the Trident of Poseidon. Yeah. Haven't seen Aquaman do shit with that goddamn yeah. thing. Here, yeah. he creates a goddamn wave and washes them away. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and at that cool. point, it was funny because he's like a, a freaking uh, – like an action movie star walking away from explosions. He's walking away from a tidal wave. And you even said to me when you read it, you're like, he kind of would have been underwater. (laughs) There's a tidal wave right behind him. Everybody that is like two feet away from him is now engulfed in this fucking water. He just walks away from it. It, It's okay. It it just, what happened with Wonder Woman? What, give me anything uh, that resolved about Wonder Woman and Olympus. Jim, she is Olympus. Yeah. This, Everything I don't know what that just, means. I don't no, know why. Like, you still you know, don't. We don't know. Then you have Flash just running around there. It's just a big fight. Uh, in the meantime, you have the young and old Rao, you know, yelling and screaming. Well, not really yelling and screaming at each other. They're just there. The the younger Rao, or actually the older, whatever, <laughs> with timing, but the younger <laughs> the younger Rao just kind of is hanging out. and you know, Almost like getting taught lessons, it seemed, by the, the older Rao. But you know at the end he is going to do something to stop all this were you surprised at that at all No, not at all that's what i expected the whole time but the problem with that is all of this should not happen now because the younger rao stopped himself and swore he would never do this and he'd actually die a natural death now so everything that's happened here is now negated and it's like that time travel thing and even if they said something where the old krypton the planet krypton because it was pretty much teleported there to the earth and if they said something that because of that everything that is going now is outside it like something just it made it would make no sense but say something of why this is kind of outside of time because like you said he kills his older self and you have that hokey time travel kind of deal there where this shouldn't happen then uh rao though before he gets killed he he has no shame in his game. He's right no. back with the, you know, hey, I'm here to save you. I'm going to heal you. I mean, I have to give him credit that he is a bad guy. He's sucking the life out of him, but he'll play that game till the last second. He really will. And he calls Superman a heretic. He wants to get people against him. It doesn't last that long because the younger round just guts him. Uh, but but yeah, like, even it, like we have the Duwalu, I think that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Kryptonian Warriors. The way they stop him is that Cyborg uh, creates a boom tube so Batman, him, and the three Infinity Corp uh, employees can go yeah. to Krypton so they can please – they can ask the freaking uh, Forever Stones nicely to do something yeah, about this whole situation. I'm like, yep. really, we're just going to go over there and ask nicely, which is a fucked up thing because I want to know – who the Infinity Corp is. Two of yeah. the members are not goddamn human. Nothing yeah. with that. Yeah, well, here's the thing is we will be having what we think is the Infinity Crisis in Justice League. Forever Crisis. Think, or Forever Crisis. I think that we're going to, you know, we're going to find out. I think that they're going to be part I of it. I don't want to have more up. of this. I know, but it does kind of, it does seem like at the end that they are really setting that up, that this is going to continue. I understand that. the Stones might not have the best, like, you know, problem-solving skills, but the way they help is they turn the sun into a red giant yeah. and in my mind every the earth is scorched now people are dead all over the fucking place yeah, yeah. because Basically, they need the red solar energy to yeah, make everything just to all tell reggie because reggie hasn't read it just to tell him what happened they actually put like say a barrier around the sun and age the sun so uh-huh. that it becomes a red giant 
and right. then it doesn't have the yellow the yellow sun to make them strong so all these kryptonian warriors have no powers it's the craziest thing to end isn't, isn't this exactly what dark side was trying to do with the with the red sun moat in the coming of the yeah, Superman? it is that's exactly what he uh, mm-hmm. has to do and in mm-hmm. fact i kept thinking about that because with the krypton with krypton actually coming to earth it did seem almost like new krypton on the other side of the the yeah. sun and all that it really did seem a lot like that uh where the funniest part of that is is that when we read that book by Neil Adams, we thought that that was batshit crazy, and it was. I think that made more sense. I, I think at the yeah. end, at least in that universe that he was telling that story, there were rules. There were crazy rules, but I could. Fu- this is just let's throw everything in. It's funny. I did say earlier that. Uh, the Earl, the younger Rao gutted. Fuck it. He didn't gut older Rao. He decapitated him. And it was weird. Did, off, yeah. At one point, Eric, didn't you think that he actually knocked a wig off him? Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. He takes his head off, but they don't want to show that. Uh, I guess then you'd have some crazy rating. So it's just his white hair. There's barely any blood. And then he's just sitting there. And What's yeah, the Superman's even mad. At, yeah, it's Superman's mad at him then. And it's like, why did you, you do that? He's like, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, it, I think that that's what. But it's such a crazy way to do it. It's just white hair flying through yeah. the the air. But and yeah, after this, this is all said and done, we find out that the freaking vision, or the the vision of the future that the Infinity Corp was given about the destruction of the world after Superman died, it's kind of a ruse. All they wanted to do was set up an agenda so they could find the Forever Stones and the Life Stone and get them back together again. The stones that it is. So well, all and, of this is bullshit. And and really, here's the thing. At one point. I, I can't even tell you that maybe that was going to tie in. If there was no rebirth, that this whole thing would have continued and tied into the New 52 Superman dying, and now they have to do something else about it. That, if you tell me that the, again, back to that Superman annual of painting yourself in a corner, this book's in a, a really tight corner because they've said, oh, Superman's going to die. He's, oh, well, Superman did die. They, he even says it like Superman did die, though we all saw it. But when the aged son, the stone, showed me another future where there'll be another Superman. I'm like, you son of a bitches. And that is oh such revisionist history that they threw in at the end. Even with the panels, you could even think, now, it's because, Darren, they did the art now. But even if this art was before, you'd have this these panels that it, it's like, I'm, this isn't what this story was going to be. You changed it because of the death of Superman and fucking pre-Flashpoint Superman being there now and things it's- like that. And I, I really worry about people getting this book now because of the delays and not even realizing now he does have the old suit or whatever but yeah. really being confused about the superman and stuff but i'm telling you that ending of maybe it wasn't what we really saw but we did see him die and then we also see this future with another superman coming it's so forced in uh, what did you think i i thought it was terrible i'm telling you this yeah. gives us no answers to anything that we had and all of a sudden it, i'm telling you even with the time travel aspect where the younger Ral killed his older self and knows he should never become this yes it, it just bothers the shit of me. What, what does that leave us then? How does time fix itself from this point? You know what, Eric? Some things are meant to be. Something's going to piss him off, and he's going to go down that route again. But he won't know that he's going to go. <laughs> so once you do stuff like this, 
it, it's it's just a fucking you know a wraparound cycle. You you can't have. It's just ridiculous. And, and it's fun. It's funny too because I read the solicits for the next two issues that are never going to come out. And in that, it was like right after this, where the 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 Green Lantern ring was hacked by something. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, that, fucking Hitch does not let any story go that he has. No, and that's, just that's that the Justice thing, though. They had the like you just said. Uh, was that issue twelve was going to have this hacked ring? Eleven and twelve, I think. Eleven we're and twelve was going to be this hacked ring, which we already dealt with in the Rebirth Justice League. This is why this had to end. Now he doesn't have any more story because every other bit of story he is thrown into that Justice League, and somebody thinks that that's a good story. The problem with that, and what gets me mad about that, and with Hitch is that Rebirth's supposed to be a rebirth. Not a, hey, I got this story hanging around that I was going to use before, and let's just shove it in. And you can see that of all the books, it's the worst one. Justice League is the worst book, and you can tell why, because he's still telling these hokey stories that he was telling fucking two years ago when this book Even started, and it just sucks. Start, when, we, when we first started Justice League Rebirth, and we saw that Wonder Woman still had that bolt of yeah, Zeus that yeah. she's fucking we passed here, I'm we like, said, this is, Yeah, we said, me and you were very convinced that that was already art that was done for the JLA book because yeah. she still had the the bolt of Zeus and and Aquaman had the trident that he has here and it didn't make sense in the new book. This is a thing that is supposed to have happened in the beginning area of the new 52 somewhere in that weird timing where you somewhere didn't have somewhere in the middle books. somewhere yeah. And, but yeah, it was supposed to happen then so everything that we saw later was recent. And then all of a sudden you revert it back to what this book had. It, it was just nonsense. He's terrible. I, I just what I happened to Olympus? It. Yeah, really. That's just out there. I, I just what happened to anything? What is Flash just sitting there going, Jesus Christ? What the fuck happened to me in the, back in the past? Because nothing oh. happened with him. When did the last issue come out for this? When was that? June, I think. So literally, yeah. I mean, that's when I stopped reading this. So yeah. I haven't missed. I mean, I that's Maybe all August. I'm looking at this issue right now. It was the, and I'm, I'm think hearing the you last, guys, and I'm like, "This is where I fucking left it." You know, yeah. like, like half a year yeah. ago. Yeah, the, the la- I think I think actually the last issue of this was the last uh, annuals week that that they threw that in out. June, every, end of June. Yeah. yeah, and every time that that happens, and we find out because I remember when we heard we heard rumor because if people don't know, this book was delayed, then it was canceled. Then they announced another delay oh, after yeah, it was yeah. canceled. Then it was canceled again, and then they said nothing. And then all of a sudden it arrived in that yeah. annuals week, and we were shocked. I actually messaged the people at DC at that point and said, this has to be because we see sometimes solicits, sometimes solicits hang in the system. So if a book was going to come out, was canceled, sometimes they, somebody doesn't scrub the, the fucking thing away, and you get that, and then it disappears or whatnot. Yeah, we thought we were being punked. <laughs> I messaged I'm like, is that really coming out? And then the guy's like, yeah, yeah, it is, and everybody's excited. No, no, not everybody. Not everybody, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I even get some people that we talk to on the inside of things. Just ask them. Like, people, you, you ask me and Eric and Reggie, like, why are they letting this guy do this or why that? I have asked some people. Of course, they're not going to answer me. But yeah. I do think that they are aware of what's going on and how people are, you know, not with it. But Reggie explained. He's he's in. He's in. The, he's got an inside source there that's just protecting him and, and you know, helping him out because this, this is nonsense. It really is. And to have some other people come in to clean up this shit mess, you know, it is. It's just terrible. But what did you give it, Aaron? This shit mess. <laughs> shit mess. It is. It's a shit I get- mess. 
I gave it a four out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you because I don't, and you probably didn't give it a fuck you five because you didn't want people to think you liked it that much. Yeah. Correct? <laughs> correct. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. This is a big fuck you five, and it's not a, it's a fuck you hitch five. I, I fucking, I hate it. It's terrible. Ah, but yes, I can calm down now. I gotta eat dinner, and I'm fucking yelling and screaming. I gotta make dinner in a minute. I'm fucking yeah, go down. You sound the happy like I, I'm making chicken. I'm gonna be yelling at the chicken. God damn you, chicken! Cook faster. I don't know what you'd say about chicken. You're not in continuity. <sighs> I gotta calm down. Calm down. Uh, you wanna hear what we're gonna? Oh, actually, we have to have our pick of the week. Pick of the week. This is a weird one because of the fact there that uh, we had so many different times. And Batman Annual around. Number yeah, One. It, it's it's not that difficult because there weren't no. that many books. Um, yeah, I have to give it the Batman Annual. Uh, me, I gave that the highest score, and it's it's not a perfect book, but it was the best in this. What yeah. I say, sh- it was the best book in the shit mess of a week. The shit mess. The shit mess. <laughs> uh, yes, but you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? Do yes. either of you? Know what books we're doing next week because I have not even looked. I I, uh, you I, I looked at a couple, but I forget now. Okay. I hit the wrong company. We're we're not an Image Comics podcast, right? Is <laughs> not, that, yet. Is that possible? not yet. Not yet. Uh, would you call it Double Image? Is that what you would call it if we had an Image podcast? Mirror Image? Is that what you? I think Mirror. Yeah, that sounds better. You would like Mirror Image, or would you just call it? What would you call it, Eric? Three o'clock high. Three o'clock high. The Image. Comics podcast. Here we go. You want to hear what we got? It's still loading. This is fucking pathetic. Okay. We got Aquaman number 12 for Reggie. Uh, is Robert Van Diddy on that book? Oh, I hate you so much. Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Who's on it's, it? Well, well, it's the Titans Hunt guy. That's Robert oh, Van Diddy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's uh. Robert Van Diddy. Uh, we have Batman number 12. Aquaman number 12. Batman number 12. We have Cyborg number 6. Uh, you know, Dead Man, The Dark Mansion of Forbidden oh, yes. Love, right. number two. Good two question. of three. My, my yes. favorite writer right now would probably be uh, probably Tomasi. Honestly, I, it, drunk, like, I, so I, give, I give this fucking annual a low score, uh, but I do God. love Tomasi Gleason together. I like that. Who is laughing? I hate that. I, I like Tomasi Gleason together. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Tomasi Gleason together. Uh, we have Green Arrow number 12. Green Lantern's Podcast number 12. <laughs> Harley Quinn number 9. <laughs> Segregation, Reggie! Oh, God. <laughs> Justice League number 10. Midnighter and Apollo number 3. Nightwing number 10. That's him heading to Bloodhaven. Fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, we have Su- uh, Suicide Squad number 1 director's cut. I don't know why I read that. Uh, uh, Superman number 12. That. And the Flintstones number 6, which I will tell everybody that if you are enjoying Reggie's reviews of the Flintstones, this is going to be the end, Reggie. You have decided. This is my last yeah. one. And, yep, and it but, is uh, funny because when they were announced, we really did think they were all six-issue minis, and they have yep. continued past. But, yeah, you, you've had enough of that, right? I feel like I've done a tour of duty on it. I'm going to review this, and I'll probably force you guys to do a flash review on the uh, site at least. Segregation, uh, Reggie. It's, I mean, and and I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm not dropping it because I think it sucks. In fact, I think it's gotten better over over its course. Damn right. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not going to, uh, I, I just don't want to review this one forever. We got other, we got other, other books going to do. On. Yeah. yeah, we do. We do. We, we have some stuff. Who is laughing? I hate them. 
I could sit here and listen to you drunk all day, all day. Uh, I die yeah, inside every time that, I hear this clip. That's it, and we will be we will be having those reviews on the site weirdsciencedccomics.com uh, and Marvel Monday. We have which will be this will be going up on Sunday night. So when you listen to this, uh, it's a good possibility it's already Monday, and we'll have Marvel reviews. I don't think I have a Marvel review this week. I have to look. I don't think uh, I, have I have any of the books. Uh, do you? You, have, uh, what do you think? Because uh, we, me and Eric always talk. What do you think in general about the Marvel stuff now that we are reviewing some of that? Well, I mean, you you, you see what I review is usually the stuff really off the beaten path, you know. Fringe so, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I really, I'm I'm always a fringe guy, and, and I really enjoy it over there. Um, but all that being said, I have not been having a real blast with my books no. either. You know, no. they're not they're not horrible, but I mean, Squirrel Girl is a book that I never shut the hell up about, and. It's really now, gotten kind of lame. It's, I was going to say, I see your reviews, and it, it actually does shock me because you're like, oh, it's so great. And I'm like, boy, he really jumped on reviewing it at a bad time then because <laughs> it, uh, you're not giving it great reviews. And I that, think, and I Howard the, the Duck. Course. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, Howard the Duck, man. I, I, I love that when it first started, but that really took a turn. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, it's not a Marvel thing. You see this in comics in general, but I think a lot of these people, the books I'm reading, they can't close the deal. Then again, though, I'm also now doing Black Widow, which I'm loving. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, Cage and I did that at first, and I thought that was awesome. And that's yeah. that's your uh, Daredevil team, right? Yes, yeah, the old Daredevil yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. so I, I figured that you really would like that, so you took it over. Because a lot of these Marvel stuff I just I don't have a connection to. Uh, but it's also just, I don't know. At first, me and Eric actually were pretty... You know, pumped about it. We yeah, thought I got that, that was going to be like a lot of fun, and we're like, boy, that's that's where the fun is over there. But I don't really get that. And now that I've no, done a no, bunch I, of do issues, it now, it's like I don't care about this universe or anything. Yeah, giving. and the problem with I, the thing I have with it is just the the stories, like you said, Reggie, about sealing the deal and stuff. I've had some arcs now, and they've kind of teetered out or not really meant anything. And of course, we started doing it. You know. A couple months before they were going to change everything around anyway. Of course, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. But that's also part you... of my problem is they 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 never like resolve the things from the last yeah uh, event, Secret Wars, and they went into another event. And I'm I really am. I mean, I'm recalcitrant to criticize them because I'm I'm much more of a DC guy, much more yeah, comfortable. Yeah. I know about Marvel, but not nearly like I do about DC. So yeah, me either. I'm not. not I'm not more at least. Yeah, I, exactly. There was a time, you know, very early. I know, like '60s Marvel, probably best, maybe into early '70s. But I, I'm like, I'm. I don't like to criticize it too much because I feel like I'm not really as knowledgeable. But in general, I'm my feeling you. is, I'm like, eh, they're all right. You know what yeah, I mean? They're, they're not. I'm not having a blast over there. Well, also, I mean, I I complain a lot about the, you know, DC. I said it about this book, the JLA book that we just got done. Uh, yeah. how it carried over and it's just weird where I'm doing my couple reviews and that's the other thing is I do my couple books reviews but I don't read every book like we yeah. do with DC so I don't have a grip on everything but I'm doing that I look over Eric puts out a review I'm like oh look on the cover Civil War 2 I'm like how the fuck is this still going on and then yeah. it's you know that's the big thing Brandon yells about it all the time that the actual event isn't even over everything I know about Civil War 2 I got from my tie-ins and Spider-Man yeah. and Mockingbird and that's it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. most of the time, my books where I've gotten it, same thing. Now, I've read Civil War two. I actually tried to keep up on it to see what was going on, and it's a bunch of hooey. But a couple of my books were the tie-in book was that they saw on the fucking TV that Hawkeye was arrested. That's it. That was the tie-in. And you're Slow. like, really? That's fucking lame. That's ridiculous. 
But yeah, no, they, we're not a Marvel podcast. So what if we were a Marvel podcast, Eric? What were we gonna call it? Lost Boys. Lost there Boys. You go. The Mar. I, I, that sounds. It's weird because weird science just fits. Lost Boys does not. <laughs> you know, on my, uh, I name everything after '80s movies. Yes, yes. On uh, on Chris and my Young Animal segment that I didn't reveal what what it really is, but we talk about how this podcast changed into a Marvel uh, website, and we call it the Pretty and Pink Marvel Comics. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, I I would have leg- legitimately went mannequin. The uh, oh. a weekend at Bernie's, the Marvel yeah. podcast. Short, mannequin Short Two, the Marvel podcast. Yes, That's Mannequin Two. two. Sequel, Short Circuit Two. The yeah, Man- Short the Circuit podcast. Two, the Marvel podcast. But yeah, that's it, guys. That is the podcast. It took a while. I'm tired. I don't know about you. Yeah. I, I am very tired. I know well, Eric. It's a quarter to six p.m., so it's yes, time for bed. Yes. It's funny because when I got up this morning. Uh, people were talking about the, the live part of the show and stuff and saying, I wonder when they finished. Nice message. We're not done. We're, we're yeah. fucking not done. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Oh my gosh, the yeah, guy I'm is not. drunk! That's what happened. The guy was drunk. And actually, even Reggie said by the end of the night last night, which is the stuff you'll hear, I don't even know where it is in the pie. I was getting so goddamn tired. Oh, he was exhausted. Was yeah, I was it. actually getting I was getting a lot of work. Like, yeah, yeah, I was trying to get <laughs> things out and whatever. Once you passed out then Eric, I was like, boy, I wish I passed out. And I have an out. But, you got yeah. jealous. Yeah, I did. I got jealous. And if I, all I knew was I thought you actually got a plane to go and fuck Toby up the ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the love fest that was going on between you two. It was. Holy it was moly. I got to yeah, apologize, Toby. I felt so bad. He comes on and I'm gone. I just black yeah. the fuck out. No, I don't no, even don't, don't be upset because, like, I, I'm telling you, if I had my sound effects, uh, you and Toby, well, first off. Jim, did you realize tonight that Toby and I became brothers? Yeah, see, you became brothers, Eric. Yeah, the, yeah that was know, on I'm so drunk right now. I love talking to Toby. I just want to talk to Toby off air all night. I just want night. to talk to Toby on, yeah, on the air. Oh, God. <laughs> At one point, you're just like, you keep, you kept repeating yourself. Frankly, maybe so we should have. Maybe we should have left Jim. I don't know. It feels like maybe we were kind of unwelcome in that. Uh, yeah, conversation. I'm, I'm telling you. At one point, I was going to start getting mad. I had to fucking bust. You're in. unwelcome in a conversation. Like, I don't even remember. I'm like Jesus Christ, Eric. You, you guys get a room for crying out loud. Yeah. Then also, though, we I do want to do just. A, it's funny to recap what we have on this podcast, but. I'm just so glad that finally somebody has established what I always thought and dreamed that Britain and England especially is a amusement park. Britain land. <laughs> <laughs> England land. England hey, Reg. Or it was, hey, Toby, in, in Britain land. <laughs> it's, it's the most happy place on earth, eh? Yes. <laughs> Maybe I was, was channeling so like my inner Forrest Gumps, like yeah. in the land of China. It they was don't so hardly have anything at all. Basically, all of that was you wanted to make sure that the Constantine slang was legit. Uh, Is that so what that, that was that, about? Yeah, that's all that was about. You wanted to make sure that when Toby reads Constantine, which you could barely say Constantine, you you had to say it like three times yeah. it seemed because uh, we didn't I know what the say hell anything. we didn't know what the hell you were talking about. But yeah, you, you just wanted to make sure that when Toby reads Constantine, the slang means something. And that it, because again, you can't have Gotham too close to Coney Island, Eric. You, you get it fucks with your mind. <laughs> I don't like it. 
I'm telling you, and oh, I told hilarious. Reggie uh, before, the that sort of thing, you were yelling about all week. Me and you were yeah. arguing at work about it and fucking maps and shit, and I, I just I had had enough. But, uh, yeah, that that's it. 100th episode, down the drain. Now yeah. We can start, now we can start with 101 and start the climb all again. Do you think that if we do have an episode 200, that it will be in 100 weeks? Can you say that? Uh, I would yes. like to think so. Yes, I, I do think, think so. A so. hundred yeah. weeks. 100 no, no, episodes. we get that one week where we don't have to do it. When, when's that? That yeah, second this? week. If we get oh that we did say that we were going to take the week after the hundredth off. When we, the same save time that you did the first time. You mean? That I say yeah, really. I, I say that if we get to one fifty, we get a break. One about so a we, year from we now. We do episode one hundred one. And then we take a week off and then okay. do two, one or two. I'm for that. I'm all for that. I say we it's go to episode. Happen. I say we go to episode one thousand, and then I permit you to die. Okay. I, I say yeah. what we do. My idea early in the podcast was we just call the next episode two hundred. We have a live I episode like and get drunk. Too. We just keep going by hundreds. This Nothing be, stops you be- from doing this. It really, I, I can I can publish it as two hundred, and yeah. it's going to go up as two hundred, no matter what anybody says. Hey, it's you know, it's our continuity within our podcast. We're going to stay right. with that continuity. If Marvel can have two numbers on a, on yeah. a cover, we can do the same thing. Yeah, really, we're doing it. It's like, uh, wasn't it Squirrel Girl that had two number ones in one year? Oh yeah, and they even made oh, yes, fun yes. of it. Yes. Yeah. And also, the duck, also yeah. something else that Marvel did that I actually thought was pretty good when they had the hundredth year anniversaries of the books. Did you read any of those? Right I here. did, yeah. That, that was all that, right. Yeah, that kind of that was a clever idea, yeah. and uh, I, that's what we're gonna do next. So episode is that the goal now to get to a thousand episodes? Yeah. Well, yeah. if we're gonna do that, then we're the going by five hundred. Right it's gonna take a little over nineteen years. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So no, we're going by hundreds. So that's next, right. next time it's t- it's gonna take us ten weeks. We're in. That's true. It'll be no we're problem. In. Yeah, we're gonna be there. But yeah, that's it. Uh, Eric, what do we say? I just want to say, you know, thank everybody for showing up for the live show for like uh, earlier in the podcast. I can't talk now. I'm just so. The guy is drunk! Just sitting there, I'm like, God damn it, I am a piece of shit. Segregation, Reggie! Oh, God. I I could listen to that clip for a hundred times. Segregation, Reggie! I just, I really think that you became Bill Cosby. Why was I so angry? I, I, you were, at that point, you were screaming and yelling about the, as you called it, the milestorm yeah, in the, the universe, milestorm. not being allowed in the regular universe. And I was trying to uh, debate you on this. And it was making, I don't know that you even heard what I was saying. You just kept yelling shit. <laughs> well, I'm saying, uh, why so was good. I yelling at Reggie in particularly? I think that Reggie kind of tried to tell you what he thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. just you didn't want to hear it. You thought nope. that Reggie was being and you even missed you missed out on some of the mail where Reggie was it was a shock that Reggie's a white guy. You missed out on all the fun of the mail. That was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah by the way, Eric, around. I'm a white guy. Yeah, I know yeah. this. Oh okay. white guy. He's a white guy. Well, uh, everybody have a great <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. We'll see you in seven. Beautiful. Segregation, Reggie! (laughs) Oh, God. That was so good.